Hi, hello, hello there. Hi, how are you? What the f- Hello, hi. <sighs> I was laying down, as one does. Mm -hmm. Getting a little, getting a little horizontal, Ooh. you know? Yeah, just uh, lounging, reclining, and I got kind of tired, and I fell asleep. Then when I woke up, everything was different. It was later, and... There was light outside, and it was time for EFAP. Oh. Anyway. Fuck you. You're such a massive. I think that's fair enough. And Discord is on screen. Everything is running as intended. And now I'll unmute for these friendly people in Discord to hear me. Yeah, for copyright. Hey, you guys can't be talking. You ruined everything. I'm kidding. I had you muted. It's fine. Okay, good. <laughs> just to make you panic. I mean, I have to stream on. Oh. What do you think of that intro? Isn't it yeah. wonderful? Oh, it's fucking awesome. I was just saying to Jay, though, that it'd be funny if it got flagged for copyright for the music. I did, <laughs> I did test it up, I did test it, uh, <laughs> so, and it got, I, I re-uploaded it and it was monetized with no trouble, so I was like, I guess this just works the way it does, wonderfully. Um, so, this is EFAP 50 minus 1. This is EFAP dash 1, this is dash 2, dash 3, and that's it, that's, that's how it's gonna work. How are you guys oh, doing okay. today? People have already noticed there's no rags. He's not around yet. <laughs> the, the irony of the cartoon where Rags wakes you up <laughs> for this. Rag, rags is on the way. We've got literally 24 hours. Don't worry, he'll make up for it by being here. It'll be fine. 
The important thing is that I start as soon as possible because I've got to stay awake for that long because the last thing I can do is go to sleep and leave the stream on. That would be terrible. So! If you, if you fall asleep, does the stream just continue indefinitely until you turn it off? Is that how that works? I guess it does, but uh, does it cap out or does it just keep going? I still haven't tested those rules. They're scary rules. But, um, I yeah. How do, how do you test it without everybody figuring out what the plan is, you know? Exactly. Everybody's just going to sneak on and then start watching, which isn't allowed. It's, uh, traitorous is what it is. Um, so, I mean, before we get, you know, like, into anything, because we, we, we could just we could talk about a few things. Um, I know everybody wants me to talk about how Spooderman has been uh, taken away from someone by someone. Um... There's, there's a lot of discussion as to who's at fault. I saw the Jay, do you hate Sony or do you hate both of them? I remember reading things on Twitter and being like, oh no. I hate whoever's in the wrong. <laughs> I hate the bad guy. Uh, I saw CJ was like, ripping into um, Disney, I think? Is it? On, on Twitter? Everybody's got their own take. Uh, I'm literally just confused. I was like, so what happened exactly? And a lot of people will be like, talking about... Uh, stuff in vague terms, um, but I follow High Top on Twitter, and he seemed to have a breakdown. So if I can what? read that, yeah, yeah, he had like a little breakdown of what happened. Oh, not I like think, I think he had a, a mental breakdown. No, not a mental like, breakdown. He's fine. Surely, if anything was going to set him off, no more MCU Spider-Man. He'd just be like, cool. So this is this is what I understand about it from the perspective of Mr. High Top uh, reporting on it. Spider-Man the character is not owned by Sony, he is owned by Marvel, which means Disney. That means the comics, the games, the toys, the merchandise from the movies, etc. are all owned by Marvel, Disney. Uh, they get the bulk of the money. Sony currently has the film rights, as they've had since 1999 when Marvel sold them to Sony. They have financed, owned, and distributed all of Spider-Man's films. Uh, the Marvel deal meant that the MCU team, Kevin Feige, etc., would serve as a creative lead on the MCU Spider-Man films. Uh, Sony would pay for the films. Marvel Studios would pay a huge part in making, play a huge part in making them, and in return, Sony would give Disney around five percent of the box office, as well as allow Spidey to appear in team-up movies. While renegotiating the terms of their deal, Disney suggested they pay. Uh, they start paying for half of the movie and receive half of the box office of Sony's most valuable IP. I believe it was implied that if the deal was made, they would uh, begin to connect the Sony cinematic universe to the MCU. Interesting. Isn't that what they wanted? That's what um, Sony wanted. It wasn't what Marvel, I guess, initially wanted, but then Venom made a lot of money, so maybe things have changed. Well, apparently Sony was like, you can't have half the profits to our most valuable franchise because you're Disney and you make gazillions. How about we negotiate further? And then Disney said, no, we're not interested in negotiating further. Um, does this mean that Sony took Spidey? No, they have owned the film rights for years. Does this mean anything will change for Spider-Man outside of the movies? Probably not, because Disney owns uh, already owns Spider-Man as they have had for years. What we can expect to change is that Spider-Man is probably not going to be in team-up MCU movies, I guess. Yeah, that's the impression I get anyway. I mean, I th the idea is, yeah. From what I know, they're, they're already intending to make another... They've got two more Tom Holland Spider-Man movies planned. So the fact that he's yeah. not attached to the MCU doesn't actually bother me that much. I guess it's, um... Like, who I'm are we missing not... out on? 
Uh, what do you mean? Like, who are we going to miss out on in the films? It's like, well, yeah, because I'm like, oh no, we won't be able to hang out with Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, I guess. Um, what else is there? Oh, that <laughs> I mean, means that's... no Daredevil team up. Oh, no. oh well, that's yeah. One way no. of at it. That's one way of looking at it, but I was thinking of like, oh, now those films, are, now the team up movies are going to be worse, not like... The oh, team no. of movies are already no. going to be tizzy because it's a team that no one cares about right now. <laughs> I still don't I have faith the, in that. Uh, the thing is, like, they've lost their main superhero again. Yeah. So what are, what's 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 the plan moving forward? It's I think. Like, is it, I don't know. I think they're doing this as a power move. I think they're testing Sony, and they're gonna. There's no way they want to give up Spider Man. I think, well, I mean, the thing is, is because people are like, oh, Sony's being greedy. It's like, really? Are they, though? <laughs> like, you know, because, um, I mean, 50%, 50-50, like, that's... Yeah, but they're also financing. Um, Yes, but the money that they would make from fully financing the film would make up for it, like, because, I mean, Spider-Man Far From Home made, like, a billion dollars. And it's yeah. like, oh, if it was hot, it's like, you lose $500 million. It's not worth it, really. Like, if you were working for Sony, you wouldn't want to take that deal. But the thing is, is I kind of want Spider-Man to still be part of it, just so that he can team up, and that he can appear on them and still be so well integrated. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I guess we'll just see what happens going forward, because I actually, the first time I heard of it, I was like, oh, it's probably still, you know, like, they could probably still have a deal down the line. Like, a couple months later, they go, they have, you know, blah, blah, blah. Am I rich a deal? Yeah. Yeah, like, who really knows? Um, I'm not mad at anybody, because I don't even know that it's a bad thing, uh, specifically. Like, the, we know that we can't have certain things now, but I, I'm more concerned with them nailing Spider-Man movies rather than making sure he can hang out with other Avengers. Because um, it's, it's rare that we get to have that, considering the entire library of Spider-Man movies we have, I guess. Are there more bad movies than guess. good movies, or is it a draw now? Uh... I think it might be actually a, a draw, right? Like one, two, um, both of these movies, and no. So it's actually it's now more positive than negative when you include Spider Verse. Oh well, from our perspective, anyway. A lot of people obviously don't like uh, don't like. Yes, the... <laughs> I know, and I don't care. <laughs> Wait, what? People don't like Spider Verse. Oh, no, no, people don't like the MCU Spider Man movies. I had a brain fart there. Don't mm -hmm. don't ignore me. <laughs> There are people who don't like Spider-Verse. Uh, a couple of people sent me that video from, uh, is it David Stewart who's done a video on why he doesn't like it? Um, no, um, it's kind of, I don't see how you could argue that it's not good, but okay. I think, uh, I looked at it for a few minutes, I think one of the arguments was like the animation was like getting tired after a few minutes, I think was one of his points. That uh, it's more suitable for a short mean? film. This is the thing, it was, it was the kind of video that was like, oh, you're gonna need to have like... A lot of discussion on to explain exactly what uh, what all the points be because that's such a sensitive topic. People adore that film, and rightly is he so. The guy who also doesn't like Civil War because I think I recognize. Yes, him. he's the guy who did a video on Civil War as well. <laughs> right. Okay. That's more understandable. There's a lot of people who hate Civil War, or at least don't like it. I just I I didn't know anybody didn't like Spider Verse. I, I know that's weird, but yeah. Neither did I. I just thought that everybody rightly thought it was awesome because it is. <laughs> it's a very likable uh, movie. Well, the, it, it's funny though because it's the least successful at the box office Spider-Man film. Like, which total, yeah. it is the least successful, which is a bummer. Hope that doesn't discourage them. Um, no, they're making a sequel. They said, 
Um, and plus, they won like the Oscar, which maybe that was, I think that's the first time Sony Pictures, Sony Animations won an Oscar. So that might encourage them to keep going. Um, I also heard that they were going to, like, wa- like Warner Brothers saw that movie and they're like, we're going to do Batman Beyond like that. And it's like, you just, why can't you, like, come up with an idea yourself? Why do you have to keep looking at other people and going, let's do that? <laughs> So that, yeah, uh, every DC product recently, isn't it? Well, it's been that way since, like, because what was the last time they were trailblazers? Nolan? Like, the Dark Knight trilogy was probably the last time that they were really trailblazing was, for the films. Would they you call Man of TV. Steel an attempt to do Superman in the Dark Knight style? Yes, absolutely. Yes, and it was, it was, uh, it was bad, though. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> but no it had colors, and it was sad. What was uh, what was some of the lines that Zod had? Well, I, b- really before funny? before that, I wanted to highlight right because I hadn't seen it since it was in cinemas. That's how long ago it was. And Fringy was showing me the battle scenes again. I cannot. <laughs> after, in a in a world where we've dealt with uh, the boys and and um, and Civil War and all these films about like the repercussions and the evil of superheroes, holy fuck! <laughs> like, oh yeah, like an entire skyscraper just collapses into the streets. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right. <laughs> I guess you're all dead, then. Oh, it was insane. Like, I, co- I, I completely forgot how much devastation there was. And, uh, what was the thing that you pointed out? Like, you know, when he, when Zod does the laser eyes, it's like, he's sort of holding his head, but he can move his eyes right, independently. Right. So, so surely if, he can just look at the family and they're dead. Yeah, maybe I don't know how laser eyes work, but he was holding Zod's <laughs> head, and for some reason that means he can't, he could only slightly move the lasers. It's like, can't you just look anywhere? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how laser eyes work. I'm not an alien. What would I know? Also, hello, Alex. How'd you do? Hello. It's funny. We got like one the main host guy and three of the most like typically guesting guests. What a strange intro. We are the most frequent guests, right? I think so. (laughs) I I think you three have them. We still don't know because efab.me is still down. I'm still waiting for um, contact me, person who makes that, if you still are able to. (laughs) If if they watch this show. I assume that the only reason they wouldn't have contacted me is because they don't watch this show and they haven't heard that I'm looking for them. I I can't remember what their name was and I don't know what their Twitter handle is. Uh, Somebody mentioned it in the Discord, but then I was like, oh, can you like give me the actual username? Like, oh, they're not here. I was like, uh oh. Rip. Yeah. So um, I hear, I hear that the guy's PC exploded, but I don't oh. know if that's true or not. What, like literally burst into flames, or <laughs> well, presumably, well, assume this story is true. He had a PC running, well, hosting the website, and then it went. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Oh, wait, Theo cool inform. Oh, apparently, Fab.me is back up. <gasps> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> well, <laughs> still contact me, person. I can talk to you about some stuff. Oh, it's oh, updated yeah, it to episode forty-nine as well. Ooh. Yeah, and the top three appearances of Fringy, Jay, and Smiler Al. How about that? Gay. Big gay. Das bullshit with You're not five. To say that. Ooh, Mel's got six. Mel's catching up. Wait, yeah, Mel's drawn with Smiler uh, Al. You gotta fuck up Mel, dude. Okay. Well, but, uh, <laughs> not anymore. I, I'm still, <laughs> Considering I'm the still stream. number one, right? Like, um, I'm still the winner. Yes. Oh, yes. I want I want my guest yes. appearances to count like per part if I'm on multiple parts today. Cheers. <laughs> um, I wanted to do a shout out because um, it's been it's been maintained for a while now and it got an art update recently. But there is a subreddit that's all about 
EFAP slash my content, I guess. And uh, the guy who did the art for um, the thumbnails of, of EFAP as well as the over the little like plating you can see on, on the screen right now. He's done like an art overview for um for that subreddit as well. Maybe I can just show it, that would make sense. Uh what it currently looks like, I guess. Uh, if I can show it a bit better. But yeah, the um this is it. You you could go here, there's a link in, in the description, but it's basically just like another place for discussion. Uh check it out if you like Reddit. If you don't, maybe it's not for you, but either way, it's a pretty <laughs> cool little community. A lot of people hate Reddit, and, you know, it's fair. <laughs> Reddit can be frustrating. It was good of you to tell people to not go to Reddit if they don't like Reddit. I think that's not a controversial take, IMO. I, I think that I can get away with that one. You know, like, no one's going to judge me too harshly for saying that. Um, but yeah, so I'll probably mention it maybe a few times throughout the stream, but it's at the top of the description. Check it out. Um, get it, get it, get it going a bit, a bit stronger. Maybe get a few more people in there talking about more things. Um, I check it out uh, semi regularly, and I get a couple of like, you know, I see there's another source for like memes or videos to baby cover as well as my Twitter and uh, the Discord. There's lots of things I have to cover, which also explains that the lack of memes throughout the past few episodes. I've got a huge backlog that we're more than excited to get to because this is exactly one year since the first episode of EFAP, before it was even called EFAP. How wonderful. We, um... Yeah, it's cool. It's literally 365 days. It's, it's weird that it's been that long and how far we've gotten. How how amazing. Um, I understand the irony that neither Rags or Wolf is here, but <laughs> there's nothing I can do about this. I, uh... <laughs> Like I said, Rags will be here uh, soon, and as far as I'm aware, I don't I don't think Wolf is going to be appearing. For those who are uh, intently curious on that one, um, he's still like I did cover it in the I want to say EFAB 48. That's up right now. If you want to look at the beginning of that stream, it, I just go through everything that's going on. Um, but obviously, he's going to be referenced a lot in in these memes and stuff, and uh, hopefully, he gets to see this at some point, and he'll enjoy watching them as well. Um, he he probably get to see it because I know he watched the stream uh, on Saturday. Well then, because halfway through the stream, he sent me a message saying "gay male docking." Oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> Did he approve of such action, or was he just stating it? He just stated it. That was that was the entire text of the message. Well then, um, so this is this is gonna be split into three. This stream, this whole stream, because uh, it caps out at twelve hours. So I'm gonna go with eight, 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 um, and it'll just be we go offline for at most half an hour, uh, just to recalibrate and maybe get in a few different guests or whatever. This startup should be kind of quiet. It should be the end of this part, and the and the second part is where a lot of people might flood in. I'm kind of hoping we get away with you know having people pop in at completely convenient times to spread everyone out, but. You know how it is, British evening time and American midday, that's probably going to be when the most people show up. So we will do everything we can. Uh, there's a lot of people in the thumbnail for this, and it's mainly just all of the guests. It's not a guarantee that any of them will or will not show up, so... You know, calm your excitementisms. I love the idea that it's a guarantee that they will not show up. <laughs> yeah, the whole list of people who will not be here. Um, yeah, uh, we, and so... We're gonna. I guess we were gonna start with memes, but since Rags isn't here, we're gonna have to sort of probably either talk about some stuff for a bit, or I'll probably throw on a video for us four instead. Um, 
uh, something funny. One of, the, one of the topics of the day. Oh, we got a shit ton. I'm gonna just basically just gonna I'm gonna look at my list and be like, hmm. Um. So don't worry about that. We'll be fine. Uh. The, the, the I was gonna say the 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 fandom menace. So like Jeremy and uh, uh Ethan Van Skyver and that Star Wars Guild, a bunch of others and stuff. Uh, they they ended up responding to Major Lee's video on them. Um. And uh, I want to I want to show you uh something that the people in Discord were were talking about. I thought it was really funny. Just pull it up. Because like basically, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Major Lee made a video on them. It's like a whole group, but apparently he got a whole bunch of shit wrong, including like who's even in their collective. Like he kept referencing people who aren't even remotely to do with them. And um, this is one of the comments on Major Lee's video. I thought it was funny. It was, uh, Oh shit, bro. I love your Fandom Menace video, though. It's a shame Mauler and his foolish supporters come along, came along to misunderstand it and then bring hundreds of toxic fans to attack and leave awful comments. Screw those guys. Us true fans will save Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's, interesting. it's interesting that they imply that Star Wars needs saving. Yeah, you'd yeah, think that they'd be that like, no, like it's fine. Maybe they, they're saying to save it from people like us. Oh. Nah, it's a, a Freudian slip. Freudian slip. <laughs> I just like as well that uh, when people refer to us as toxic now, we can't help but be like, the toxic brood. There's no way of not looking <laughs> at it that way, it's great. Uh, so yeah, they did, they did uh, fine. It was funny, I watched a lot of their uh, response to Major Lee and they were just laughing at him. Like, they couldn't believe a lot of his approach and his points and stuff, and I was like, ah, oh, I remember that. I was fucking EFAP, I want to say like EFAP 13 or something. A long time ago that that happened. Oh, I really wish Rags were here actually, because I could have opened with the EFAP quiz. I can't wait to do the EFAP quiz. And it'd be good to do it while, um, you know, EFAP aficionados like Fringy and Jay are here. The, they they oh, know yeah, all the answers cool. too. Like I said, I, I'm hoping Rags is only going to be like a couple more minutes or so. I, I don't know. Either way, I guess... Um, I'll judge it by how long who how long have you got, uh Al? How long have you got? Uh what time is it? Ah, oh, it's two o'clock. Well, two ish now. Um Gotta go around uh six ish, I'd say. Alright, so we got some time there. In fact then ooh, I don't know, I've got so many choices. I think because uh, again, once Rags gets here I wanna do memes, but until then I guess we should just cover a video and, and I'm thinking. I mean, we could open with the um, with with the with the Jim Sterling video, Al. What do you reckon? <laughs> what? Uh, I can't. The some of them are surprises. Um, one of them requires Rags to be here. If he was here, I would have I would have put a different one on, but he's not. So, um, yeah, we could open with that. So this is the you know what? this is a good one to start on for many reasons. Actually, I was just thinking because um, the way in which me and Alex used to spend a lot of time together back in the day, this is back when, even like years before I, I was probably streaming on Twitch, I think, or it was around the same time. Yeah, I mean. no, no, it, it was before even then, for, for watching like YouTube videos and shit, like other people's stuff. Um, so the, what we would do is watch videos in, in, we would just, I remember finding Watch Together, we were like, there's gotta be some kind of in-browser thing that can sync a YouTube video because yeah. we would just we would watch YouTube videos separately and then talk about either how how they had good points or bad points. We would like want to watch them together. It is like the most proto of proto efaps ever because um, we actually talked about how it would probably work as a show. 
like you could probably do a stream where you're, where you're pausing other people's content to, to discuss their points and use them as a vehicle to sort of explore the topics further or uh, maybe mm. even promote them. In fact, the precursor's legacy. Um, well, there's the, the funny thing is that this was one of the videos that we watched. I, I don't want to say first, but this was one where we were just like blown away. No, th th this one just sticks out because I, well, there was no audience, but I was just laughing so much that I, I would annoy everyone if uh, upon the first take because I, I, I would oh, stop really laughing, uh, like coughing my lungs up with everything. It was, it, it, I don't know. <laughs> It tickles um, me pretty well. <laughs> is anyone... We only got three in here right now. Has anyone not joined, or...? Oh, uh, yeah, okay. I haven't. Whoops. <laughs> Bad human. I, I just, like, sort of anxiety then. I, I, I did join, but I was like... I just got put on edge then. I was looking at it like, wait, have I joined? Looking at Watch Together? <laughs> is this the correct link? Uh... So yeah, the, this one is um, from our good pal Jim Sterling, who I don't think we've ever covered on EFAP. Uh, not that there That's isn't reason surprising. to. Yeah, I know, because the other one we were supposed to cover from him that we haven't done in a while is his objective review. Because it's him making <laughs> fun of how there's no such thing as... Well, he thinks there is such a thing as being objective, but he, he resorts to its only statements like, the film was created by blah blah blah. It is, you know, a game so, that blah blah blah. what about those terrible Steam games that he reviewed? You know, the ones that are without merit. Only subjectively bad. Only subjective. I don't believe that if I ask I, I don't. That, yeah, like I don't believe that he would... <laughs> honestly, I don't believe he would say that, so... Um... Yeah, like, like I said, it, it's... It, I don't... I, we'd have to watch his video on objectivity, I guess, but, um... I just realized that the... The thing... Didn't I correct this last EFAB? Why is it, like, out of thingy now as well? Give me a second to, uh... What's wrong? Well, it's it's slightly out, and I can't have that. It looks oh, it looks so it wrong. Is. You can see the you can see like the background of Watch Together. <laughs> that's that's just it's so beyond unprofessional, and I'm so <laughs> fucking sorry. <laughs> can't oh my have God. this. Oh wait, is it go up higher than that? Oh right, that's a part of his video. What the hell? What's with the bar at the top of his video? Can you see that? Uh, or unless no, that's, that's a part of his that's intro. That's not part of the top of his video. Uh, oh, is that just the? But actually, the background. No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's there's a background. There is a background on it. Well, either way. And, and, yeah. Well, that's not that's not the top of his video because the title is below that. I think you might just want to fix it Wait, once no. he's once Wait, he's in no. shot. Because <laughs> I've got a different right. frame up to you. I've got a different frame up to you. That is there on uh, <laughs> your one, but not on my one. There we go. Now I can definitely tell. What this the is, fuck is this? This is the time to have- Have you never seen a Jim Sterling video? No. Wow. What the hell, mate? I don't know who this person In, is. Al, he- he- <laughs> Al, he hasn't seen- fuck! He hasn't seen Lord of the Rings. How old are you? Three. Three. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. He's, uh... I, I don't even know, like, what does, like, like... Do a break- Oh, like, to, like, to uh, get people caught up to speed with Jim Sterling. <laughs> yeah, I go. He's a he's an advocate for consumer, uh, like ethical consumer practices in 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 the gaming industry, I guess, and simultaneously yeah. a reviewer of games. Now he's terrible when it comes to reviewing games. The only times he's typically on point is when he reviews something that's so dog shit that no one would say it's good. Um, yeah. He famously gave Ukulele a two. 
um, <laughs> what he gave Sanua's sacrifice, uh, Hellblade, a, a one, I believe. Uh, Did he? He got he so Breath much backlash for that. He gave Breath of the Wild. Didn't he give that a seven or something? Yeah, that's pretty low. Um, <laughs> and then he had, to, he had to make it a video explaining why he did because surely that would not... be the review. Yeah, you'd think so, right? <laughs> <laughs> you'd I, think I, so. I, there was there was a bit of backlash about that too. Yeah, yeah, but I I I kind of find it frustrating when like game critics get defensive when people criticize their critiques. Mm. You know, they're like, "Oh, it's just my opinion." It's like, "Oh, stop it." <laughs> Yeah, well, the one thing he's um, infamous for is that he's all for doxing as long as it's against oh, his yes, enemies. Against his enemies. Well, if you dox him or his friends, you know that you know that's a you know disgusting tactic. Blah 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 blah. But if you do, if he if it, if it's against bad people or bad characters, then it's you know it's justified. You know. Yeah. Are you are you referring to the he was on a thing with Adam Sessler yeah, and he said, "Don't yeah, give a, me yeah. that." Adam Sessler said, don't give me that free speech thing. You have free speech and I have the right to find your address and put it out there. And the audience cheered like seals. Oof. And it's just like, wow, this yeah. is horrible. <laughs> this is so horrible. Yeah, he's so he's definitely a controversial figure. Um, I got that impression. Uh, like, this is... like, don't get me wrong. He's not all bad. Like, no, people, people give him shit for saying like, oh, he keeps bringing up the same crap over and over. But he's like one of the few YouTubers or pe people with a big enough influence and, and, you know, coverage to actually bring up these issues, like, well, to for people to be aware of them. Um, but yeah, he, he's got some hot takes. And this one was always the hottest of takes for the longest <laughs> time for me and Cal Elmola. Yeah, uh, so context, this video is about uh, VR, and this was this was around the time VR was starting to really uh, sort of wind yeah, up the, with... The, vi the vibe had been out for about a year or two, I think, from this video. And um, this is going to be Along Jim's, Jim's rest, take. And this is the other element of Jim Stillin that is simultaneously endearing and annoying. So he's, he plays a character that is never wrong and is almost a soothsayer when it comes to like elements of the industry. Whenever he's right, he will show clips and be like, see, predicted it, I was right. And then the millions of times he's been wrong about anything, he'll just hopefully... Remember, that just, people forget about that. Just ignore that. Yeah, just brush, um, brush it. Sorry, throwing shit at the wall. Now, as you guys may know, VR has started and stopped several times. And so, it makes sense that you might say that this new set of VR stuff was going to fail because VR always fails. And I guess with that, I, I, we'll just play the video and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Jimquisition last featured virtual reality in the episode VR Troopers back oh, in January, where we talked about the people who were determined to see. Yeah, he's playing what, Hang on, why is the why has he got okay a red background with <laughs> a white circle and a black logo in it? Why not? Why, it, it it evokes certain historical imagery. Oh, uh, it's, oh. It's, um, I think that's on purpose. More, was, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I could actually know it's from or the origins of that. I actually don't know it's myself. Um. And he's changed I that mean, a couple times in terms of like how it's presented. It's I not mean, yeah. super close, but it's like if I saw that in a movie, I'd be like, "Oh, this this person is supposed to be like a Nazi, right?" <laughs> well, the Boglins certainly give that impression of Mysterio. <laughs> and... <laughs> um, what's the what's the thing next to him? The uh, thing on a stand. I have no idea. Hmm. What, what is that? Well, it? Oh, it actually looks like a Vive camera. <laughs> Ah, maybe it is. Oh, I don't actually know if it's that. If I don't think it is, I don't know. 
and the people who were determined to see VR succeed. I said I was taking a wait and see approach, I waited, I saw, and I'm not impressed. At all. By VR. So before we let him go on, uh, this video will be super interesting because now we've aged much further than whatever he's going to say as a prediction in this video, so we'll have information, but what's your guys is not not that you have a lot of uh, information on it, I think Alex is probably going to know the best out of the four of us on this, but VR, how is it doing right now? Um, okay, right? Yeah. Like, it's doing okay. Yeah, as far as um, I know, it's got its own market. It's, uh, it's a higher echelon of cost, but there are enough people supporting it that it's continued and well, it's I mean, still developing. There are there are VR games that still come out fairly regularly. Like, it hasn't yeah. been abandoned, you know what I mean? It's not like the Kinect, oh, no. which was so, abandoned. Yeah, so you got Vive or, well, your HTZ, and they've got the Vive and they've got the Vive Pro. And you've also got, obviously, Facebook slash Oculus now. And then you've also got Steam with their own, or Valve with their own headset now as well. Um, it is obviously still niche, like, certainly. And also, oh, you've also got, you know, VR on the, on the consoles too. Um, it is niche, but it is it is slowly growing, and it has been for the last you know couple of years now since the uh, Oculus Rift and the original Vive came out. Mm -hmm. um, so this is this is around when they did come out for about a year and a half, two years when you know when the, when Jim's video here is covering it now. However, uh, not well. Yeah, he, he, <coughs> I don't want to spoil it, but. He was something then, and he's wrong now. So. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I know a lot of like big streamers and YouTubers who are still fully involved with VR, and um, there's a lot of uh, Soviet Womble was playing VR when he talked about my videos. Someone sent me a, a clip of it, and I was just like, oh, no way. Um, there's it, um... like a whole Counter Strike Go uh, community <laughs> that play with VR only, and then there's the whole Beat Saber thing. There's like a shit ton of people love Beat Saber. Oh yeah, there's there's also just simulators like for you know flight simulators, uh, racing sims, or you know, even space. Sims, I gotta yeah. imagine uh, VR would be really fun for sort of cockpit based games. Yeah, yeah. I, I, anything where like you know the 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 enthusiasts will go into the point of like making their own chairs for it because you know I I know people who will make racing chairs for well racing sims. Um, once you get to that level, yeah, a, a headset is like you know the most complimenting uh, piece of kit you could have really. The, pot the potential yeah. is through the roof with VR, honestly. I don't, yeah, I've always, I don't, I feel like the the fact that VR has been such a pervasive sort of, well, it's probably not a, it's it's more like it's such a reoccurring thing in science fiction and stuff. It's just got such an appeal. Oh, we're I going think. there. There's no way we're not going there. Yeah. Like, that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> of course, right now, it's still in the phase where, like, we're all still waiting for that one killer app where... Yeah. You know, one thing to sell millions. If well, not that I don't even think it's even possible right now because I don't even know how many have been sold. But we still got that thing where I know I know people are saying in the comments already that yeah, there's a few good games here and there, and then some some of these games are worth playing like you know on on repeat. But then other ones, you know, like there's like Resident Evil Seven that had a VR um edition. And although, well, I don't know who likes Resident Evil Seven here, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so somebody made a video on it once upon a time. I can't remember who, but uh, yeah, like there's there's, a, there's only certain games that really benefit from it. And then, well, like we said, we're all still waiting for that one, make, uh, one game made exclusively for VR or, or intentionally. Yeah, for the VR. kind of thing that we're like, oh, you should get VR just to play X. Yeah, yeah. And until that happens, it was, it's still it's still growing in in well in popularity, but it's still really niche or. 
or gimmicky if, if you want to call it that but I, I, don't, I, don't... I would say it's inevitable for it to be mainstream it's just gonna happen one day it'll be cheap enough to be mainstream and it'll be impressive enough oh. yeah that, 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 that is generally well the the general consensus with a lot of it is that it's gonna just as soon as they keep pushing new units the older units gonna be more cheaper to pick up um also the problem that is going on is with the rift and vive and valve as well all doing their own thing there's all this there's, there's a well, they'd all battle for exclusivity of certain games, like Oculus Rift were doing, like an, and a to a lesser extent what Epic Games were doing, where they've been buying out um, indie devs for like, oh, you know, if we give you X money, you'll put your game only on our VR headset platform. Um, it's got a long, long it's, it's, it's got a long way to go still, but yeah, Jim's not going to have any <laughs> semblance of understanding that at all. I yeah. think we should get. Let's let's see where he goes. So today we're doing a follow-up where I discuss my thoughts about virtual reality and why I think it's not necessarily doomed to failure, but certainly not destined for greatness because VR is kind of snake oil at this point. Not to mention just a stealth return of motion control. So let's look at the problems. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to like explain why. It's just literally not the same as motion controls. It's just not. You can have like, motion controls with it. You can have VR without motion controls. It's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. You, obviously, you can have room scale VR where you you know you, you physically walk around. Um, obviously, you, you know well there are wireless versions of the headsets or, or, or wireless adapters, but you are tethered, you know, to like you know you know your space of your room. But then yeah, there's also you know sitting in a seat VR where you know you just, it's just folks by just uh follows your head tilt in but yeah it, uh, yeah <laughs> bring you seemed outraged were you going to say VR. something oh oh no I was what just... the fuck is this still <laughs> it's funny to me that it's just a sneaky conflation that he gets in there real quick and then talks fast enough well, just oh, 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 yeah. There's a term um, for this, but it's going to make it puts the audience already on a back burner of like it's a bad before he's yeah. even explained his points. So it's just it's not it's not a good way to to explore also, a topic with, really. With point there, I'm sure Fringy knows this too. But for those not aware, Jim once upon a time was working for the Escapist alongside uh, Yahtzee and uh, Bob Chipman, <laughs> which is why the whole. Uh, Speak really fast, and then uh, well, say something, you know, say something under undercut, and then just speak over it. It's well, kind of the thing like... is, like Yahtzee has a more comedic tone in general, which is oh why yeah, yeah, when yeah, I yeah. Say something I, I disagree with. I'm just like, eh, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I find the, him yeah. The, I was drawing parallels with uh, Movie Bob, but really than Yahtzee. Yahtzee, yeah. oh yeah. The, 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 the thing is, they like, all just worked Bob... on the Escapist, or you know, under the Escapist, or whatever. It's funny that you pair those three together because it's like you got two guys who are fairly witty and sharp, and then you got Movie Bob. It's like <laughs> it's the total opposite. And then you have Bob. Let me throw it back a bit. Not to mention just a oh. stealth return of motion. I feel like if if the Escapist was a sitcom, it would be called "And Then You Have Bob." <laughs> <laughs> control so let's look at the problems facing vr and why i think it's kind of tops everybody's got vr fever 
What the fuck At least is this that's game? what you think if you believe the creepily evangelical. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, if you show shitty VR games, it'll make everyone go, ah, oh, it's a shitty VR game. When was Share Dodge. Was Beat Saber out at this point? Oh. Resident Evil 7's VR was probably. I can't remember if that was out. I don't think that was out yeah, yet. That, that, yeah, RS7 was, was, was but I can't recall if Beat Saber was. He's not just going to. Well, he's, he's not going to just choose this game, though, so. Mm. Um. ...believers who declare it to be the future of video games. What is it with tech bloggers anyway? Everything's either dead or the future for them. Shit can't just exist. Anyway, virtual reality... You say that literally about everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, everyone treats everything that way for sensationalizing like topics and stuff. But yeah, no, it's not exactly unfair as a point. I mean, if stuff just exists, why are you mentioning it? Today. It's like, you know the thing, it's there, it continues to be there. There you well, go. you can say something is just okay, right? You can say it's okay. Yeah, but then that's- why are you writing an article to say that thing is okay? It'd be like, like saying, you know, um, controllers, they still The sun still exists. Use flash, air. Well, I mean, they certainly want to be more flashy, for sure. I just... It's okay. You know, uh, you know controllers? They're still around for games. Keyboards? Yep. Mouse? Have you heard yeah. of TVs? Yes, you have. Uh, how are they? Okay. You know, not great, not terrible. But then when flat screens came in, then like everyone was like, oh, have you seen this new kind of TV? It's the future. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. ...is the latest big thing people keep blowing like it's cock squirts liquor, and so many of its heralds seem oblivious to its main That article problems. is from the March 2016, and this video is from October. Just, oh. I just want to point that out. That article was from March, and this video is from October of the same year. Like, <laughs> you're a bit out of date with that one. <laughs> He's trying. Does he think I don't? I pay attention to dates. You know, like, <laughs> Does he think I'm not like, watching? <laughs> oh, I think you're not sharing the screen, dude. Oh well, I'm. I'm. I was trying to stealth uh, mods. People in chat. I'm missing Notion. Where is he? Notion, say something that I can. I can carry on. Don't worry, you're not missing anything. You had like a screenshot of a guy. Yeah, 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 it's not. It, it, it's interesting, though. People are desperate to see the screenshot. Okay, I get it. It's coming. Give me a sec. <laughs> I got something else on the screen right now. <laughs> so, where is... Okay, what if I add it? I don't know how to mod people without them showing up in... Uh, is underscore. Alright. It's not showing up for me. Okay, well... Well, I'll... I'll, I'll it's alright. We'll carry it. Screen up now. Yes, okay, there we go. All good. The mainstream and will, in all likelihood, join 3D TV, motion control, and Tazos in the realm of promising technology that was thrust into our faces rapidly before getting dropped and left to die quietly in the street. First. So, would you describe what happened to VR as being left to die in the street? No. 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 <laughs> like, say what you want about whether or not it's any good, it's, it's doing just fine, as far as I'm aware. Um, oh, it's great. But there are iterations that weren't, and I totally accept that. Like, back in the day, there were VRs that just stopped. Um, are we counting... Sorry, go on. Well, I was just going to say that this seems to be the first generation, this video that he's making about these ones, the first generation that stuck around, and they've now got their position in the market, and they're not... Like, I don't think they're going to lose their position now. They're only going to improve, and then they're going to take a bigger market share every year, basically. Well, since the gen that he's referring to, there's already, there has already been a new gen for most of the major uh, VR uh, creators, including 
um, Samsung are now getting on, on, on board as well, and, and, and Microsoft, you know? Mm. Like, you can buy Microsoft headsets. They're not like, um, well, they don't have as much functionality as the big dog, so to speak, but they're like considerably cheaper as well. It, it's, it, there's, there, there's a, yeah, there's, there's a lot of options, surprisingly, for it, especially if you're in America. Cause and I'm pretty sure that as days go by, more and more options are becoming available because, like I said, it's kind of, people totally see it as the next uh, tier of like video game exploration. Is it's like, oh, VR is the next step up. Once oh, they, yeah, I mean... once they nail it, once VR is as good as like you know, sci-fi shit, it's gonna bl obliterate like standard gaming. But I'm, I, you I know, I accept so. that that's gonna be a long time. Well, how how long do you think is a long time? Out of curiosity, um, like how long before they the perfect it? Um, or how long until it's ubiquitous? Yeah, until it's like commercially available, like for like you know most countries and and shit. <laughs> Reckon twenty years, maybe less. Uh, I feel like it's probably going to be less than that. Yeah, I'm sort of giving it a bit of space because I'm trying to think of like. It's certainly within twenty years. Yeah, I think that'll probably be safe to say. Um, and then before, like the amount of time it would take before people would start not wanting to game on anything else is probably going to be maybe double or triple that. Yeah. <laughs> Are we counting in this discussion the ones that don't actually have screens in them, but you just slot a phone into the the headset? Oh, because uh, those are like <laughs> really cheap so, now. Yeah, well, yeah, they'd. Well, this is this is it. That they are. That is the cheapest option. You know, you wouldn't do that for gaming necessarily, but it, it, that is like you know the cheapest of the of the cheap uh, tier. Yeah, but it, got, yeah, I've, got, I've got one made of cardboard. Yeah, yeah, you can literally have one that's, that's cardboard. You just slot it in, and then like your phone just uh, or does the rest, doesn't it? Wasn't that like the... Nintendo Labo? What? Yeah. Oh, no, what what happened with Labo? Is that still going? Uh, I'm not sure. Is that the one where you? What, is that cardboard. the one for the Switch? Oh yeah, I, I swear, yeah, yeah, I swear that's still a thing. And you can you you make like different things to put the the Switch controllers into, right? Yeah, yeah. Like a gun or um, a wheel. I don't think it'd be a gu I don't think it'd be a gun from from Nintendo, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's. No, no, you'd have like a so like a rifle, and you'd shoot things like the you know like little targets or whatever. Fair enough. But when you say gun, I just figured like I have a nine millimeter. I'm just like yeah. But it's it's cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> They wouldn't, they wouldn't tell you how to make a gun. They sell children plastic guns all the time in, in the world. It's fine. They sell fake guns. <laughs> yes. Well, cardboard isn't a real gun. <laughs> you don't know that. Unless it's, yeah, unless there's some new propulsion... Uh, Can you prove that? ...technology I'm unaware of. ...prohibitive technology with a ton of barriers to entry. Price is, of course, a huge factor. Agreed. Price right, is yeah, a yeah, huge so factor. So anything he's coming up with a price is probably true up until the point where the mass production of them and the, well, the, well, the, the uh, consumer market for it drives down the price of it all. Well, that's the thing. thing. It's going to get cheaper. They'll f figure out yeah. better and easier ways to make it. It's going to get cheaper. Yeah. It, it's, well, it's in, it's, well, every technology for the most part would be like that. Yeah. Why is it in the screen that the only object that's really poorly rendered is the nearest thing to the player? Oh, yeah. I guess <laughs> weird. <laughs> It's expensive, with the PlayStation VR costing $400, the Oculus Rift costing $600, and the HTC Vive costing fucking $800. It's almost as if the technology is new. I was going to say, uh, would it be interesting to compare the prices now? Um, what is the HTC Vive price it's at? Still very, it's still very expensive, you to be fair. You can say this about 
any cool new thing when it first came out, like you know, cars, TV. When those were I new, mean, oh, they're probably pretty expensive, right? Computers used to cost a lot more relatively compared to what they cost now. Like if you were to adjust inflation, they're well, really they used expensive. To room, right? <laughs> Dude, the Vive um, Pro yeah, I no. costs fifteen hundred dollars or pounds. Oh, yeah. I guess that's, yeah, that's, that's probably top of the line VR. Though. Yeah, yeah. So, so the Vi- yeah. the Vive Pro. I don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not defending HTC. They, they they're terrible. Like as a company. But they, so the, the, the HTC Vive is the original one, the Pro. They, they were quite underhanded with the Pro, actually, because when it came out, they basically said that if you wanted to get the Pro, he- and it was only the headset, it didn't come with the cameras. It wasn't like the full um, pack. You basically had to, you couldn't buy the Pro as a pack, though. You could only buy it as the headset alone. So if you wanted the complete package with the Pro and you didn't have the Vive already, You'd have to buy the Vive, the original one, and then the Pro on top of it to use it with the cameras. I think they've fixed that since then, but HTC are particularly a shit company for this. Well, they're, they're, they're twats for this. Well, um, looking at it, the, the one that I think he's talking about in his video... The... Yeah, the, the, Vive, the Vive he's referring to goes to like $400 or less now. Yes, five, well, 500 quid on the website, and he, he cited it as 800 so it's like, well, it looks like it's gone down. And that's, you know, that's a pretty yeah. significant drop too. Uh, bear in mind that when we're paying for it, or any, or Europeans are paying for it, they pay normally like an extra hundred, hundred fifty for this shit. The same for consoles for the most part as well. And and yeah, by the way, I'm not saying it's cheap. I'm saying that um, as time progresses, it goes down. And it's the same with like uh, really high value like PC gear in general. Like if you try yeah, and like, get the it, highest market uh, graphics card right now, it's not fucking cheap. No, no, this is it. It's like back in the day with. Um, so, if you want to talk about another technology that might have been a, a fad or a um, too expensive to be a thing, uh, Blu rays. When Blu ray and HD DVD were announced or came out around like the early 2005, 2006 mm-hmm. time, um, the cheapest in the UK at least for a Blu ray player was in fact the PlayStation 3. Yeah. And. Yeah. Literally cheaper than buying a standalone Blu-ray um, device to play it off of. Um, obviously now, I, I, well, when the PS3 came out, I, it was like what six hundred dollars or whatever in America, um, four hundred fifty quid, five hundred in um, the UK. Um, obviously now, if you wanted to buy a Blu-ray player, I, I'm pretty sure you could get it for twenty quid now, probably. And yeah, this the. Well, this period or um, transition from you know brand new, super expensive to a couple of years old and a lot cheaper, you know, it it does vary between technologies, but it's not it's 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 inevitable. It's not going to be this expensive or, or or out of price for everyone forever, and to the point that yeah, you think like you know you think like a mobile phones or smartphones now, they're way more powerful than any um, handheld consoles that you had as a child, like you know, fucking ridiculous amounts. It will come to a point. It, it might. It might take another two decades. It, it might not. But it's not. Gonna, we're not going to be bumping on about the Vive costing a, a fucking five hundred quid in like the next five years or the next ten years. So well, it's, it's just a way that um, like printers used to cost thousands of dollars. And you now say printer, the sorry. Printer is literal. Yeah, yeah, like just printers. I, 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 I thought you said princes. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> But now it's like it's cheaper to buy a new printer than it is to buy ink for the printer. Oh, <laughs> oh well, yeah, and that's unfortunately well, that's a lot to do with uh, bad practices by HP and well, and, and other printer manufacturers. Well, well, that's a, that's exactly the point, though. It's like technology; it's new, it costs a lot of money, and then when it becomes 
it a lot of it has to do with how much demand there is. If the demand is high, you know, yeah, like yeah, exactly. eventually it's just going to become cheaper and cheaper if it's available to you know consumers. Like if it, if if, it, if there's wide appeal, yeah, exactly. Which I think I think will have. And this is it. And, and the context with Jim, especially when he did this video, is that yeah, it is cutting edge technology. It is going to be expensive, and it's not going to be available to, for everyone, or it's not even intended for everyone. Like I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I don't even know what the uh, the age recommendation for using VR is, but I wouldn't put it on a child or anything, or or, or like a room scale VR on a child, you know. But um, yeah, well, obviously, price or or the or the price of entry is definitely going to be the hardest thing. Um, if we're not including the fact you've got to buy, like you know, you've got to have a PS4, you've got to have a, a good PC involved as well. But that's obviously that just comes expected with it, you know. If you want to play the best, the biggest new games, you've got to have the new consoles and the new PCs to play them on, haven't you? Yeah. But exactly. I think I think price is like the best point Jim has, or the strongest one. Yeah. And, and and it's yeah. Well, it's the thing. Uh, to this day, I'm the reason I wouldn't get VR is like I don't know if it's worth the price yet. I don't know. I'd need convincing. Um, but the thing is, I have that kind of thing with with consoles as well. I'm like, is it? For example, if the PS5 was announced tomorrow, I'd be like, hmm. I don't yeah. know. Like, uh, how many exclusives are coming out with it is my, my first question. Well, me personally, because obviously I'm like the most enthusiastic about this right now, um, my only problem is why I haven't got one myself is because my flat is not big enough, especially for the, like, you know, the room scale uh, VR that I want to use. Because I've used, I, I've, I've, I've used the Vive and the Oculus Rift at um, conventions, or, like, or even a fucking Curry's PC World had them at one point. Um, I've been on them and like they're great and I'm like yeah I would love to get them but in my 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 place I can't really use or utilize them to the full advantage and that is actually probably going to be another argument that Jim does bring up I think he does actually use well wow. but the price points or the price of entry is going to come down and well oh, yeah, yeah we'll, I, I guess we'll just fast forward this pit well not fast forward but yeah just we'll agree with him. Be... This is basic pricing too, not counting the fact you'll need other shit to go with it. The PSVR naturally needs a PS4 alongside a PlayStation camera and oh, two six-year-old move controllers <laughs> that Sony has the shitting nerve to sell in hundred buck two packs. The Oculus and Vive require high-end PCs to handle their flavor, meaning what a lot of people out and this is something so many vr troopers don't talk about. Those with physical disabilities might as well not bother oh, with did the just jump a sec? Yeah, I did I just a bit. We'll, we'll, we'll jump back. Is he back, making the sure. point that if you're disabled, with you won't be able oh, to use it? Oh, wait, we'll, wait, we'll, wait, we'll wait. have to let him carry out a bit. Pretend this you is... didn't hear that. Pretend you didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. no, skateboarding is doomed to fail. <laughs> it, gets, it gets even better. Expensive hardware on top of the expensive Chocolate hardware. Gun, Next to price, the physical barriers to entry are equally restrictive and shut a lot of people out. And this is something so many VR troopers don't talk about. Those so the framing that he's coming from with the disabled aspect, I'm assuming, is he's erroneously assumed that there's a new type of book out and it requires you to do jumping jacks while reading. And it's like, it's not, and it's like, so books are available to everyone who can read or, or could uh, cycle with braille. But, uh, you, you know, the ones with the required jumping jacks, no, fuck that, that's, that's kicking out all the people without legs. And the weird thing is that it's like, why are you judging it from the framing of, like, the medium that it's a part of rather than it being a, um... Uh, a spin-off of it, or a method or a medium in which you can do it, because oh. this has existed forever. How do it, you know, a controller also, is inherently restrictive to those without hands. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, it's it's, it's, it's like... funny you say that, right, because uh, Microsoft released an adaptive controller for Xbox One that disabled people can more easily play games 
So I don't even think it would be a barrier for all time. Eventually, they'd figure out a way to make it work. It's like watching, it's like, okay, you get, someone pitches you an exercise tape. Exercise tapes don't exist yet. Someone's like, oh, I've got this idea. It's an exercise tape. And they go, how would Stephen Hawking use this? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so he's wrong, but this is a point that gets repeated in another, uh, let's say, another point in the video. So we will come back to it. Don't worry. A more elegant way of doing it. He's not, he's not, he's not wrong that it would shut people out of using it who have disabilities, but it's like. <laughs> It, it, he's wrong. Just, just like it, everything with, else the context, does. Context, it's wrong. I mean, like, even even he's books. Not wrong to say that some people won't be able to use it because of that. Like blind people can't use books. You go, what about braille? It's like people without hands and are blind. There's got to be someone out there. Like, I'm sorry, these people exist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your audio books, and it's like, all right, they're deaf like, too. Well, like, what percentage of the gaming market is disabled? I'm pretty sure they're not going to make the, you know, the, the 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 product fail because they can't use it. I mean, as you brought up skateboarding, rock climbing, is that an industry? No, no, it's not. No, the it rock exist. climbing industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I should just say sports, like, as a whole, but, you know. Those with physical disabilities might as well not bother with a vibe, given its propensity for standing and room-scale games. As well, so I'd say that's pretty defeatist as well. Let's say you did have, like, a few fingers missing, or you had one leg. And they were like, well, you may not bother then. It was like, oh, well, I mean, I'd like to try, give it a shot. It's like, don't bother. <laughs> All right. Someone with a herniated disc, my vibe basically takes up floor space, since so many of its games require standing and twisting around. And that's... Uh uh, and this is why I don't like where he, how, how he phrases all of this, that, oh, yeah, you know, many games require you to be standing and moving. And it's like, that's the benefit. That's the fucking fun of it. Like, it's, it's, Well, that's, it's, that's it's, the hook. So... Yeah, and there's a lot of VR games that don't require you to move. No, just, no, just... there's not. Yeah, like it's I said, if sports were new, he would be making these same arguments. Sports were new. Yeah, you have to get up and move. You're required to be athletically in shape, and that is not impossible for the, the regular man. But I, I, I just, I just, uh, it just, it just irks me how he, how he just like kind of puts it on like the defensive that oh yeah, you know how dare it like you know use utilize you know the literal room how. how ugh. It's a temporary issue for me. There are many for whom it's simply never gonna happen. There's stuff that will never just get better. There are seated experiences, yeah. yes, and the oh. PSVR is more geared toward those than the excluding Vive, but for as many- Well, you yeah. know, the excluding oh, oh, Vive. Yeah, yeah, well, he's wrong about that then, and he's wrong now. So, so then, people... if you just buy the one that you can play more games sitting down <laughs> for... <laughs> just buy the one you can use, yeah. 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 Well, it's the thing, you're, you, should, you shouldn't just buy it and go, yep, this, everything on here will work for me. It's like, maybe find out about it, you know, first. Find out what things it offers and what you can do with them. Jeez. Again, especially video, if video. they are so expensive as they are, you, you, you're surely going to be looking into it to see... Like, like, one of the few things I've had to look at when I was looking at headsets was, oh, which ones can I buy or well, which ones can I wear with my glasses on? Because I, I can't see shit without my glasses. I'm like, oh... Do I wear them without uh, wearing the headset? And well, since I've done it, you know, in, well, I've, I've been to like you know uh, floor shows and all that with them. Um, good news, you don't, if you're like short sighted, you don't have to wear glasses. You just uh, you know the, the the screen is so close to your eyes, it doesn't bother me. I can I can see everything, you know, you know. But uh, everything is just like everything is it's just a, it's injustice or it, it, you know it, it's oppression. The gym with this, it, all these disabled kids or whatever who can't use. I don't know, Just Dance or anything. You know, why not pick on fucking Just Dance games or whatever then? If like, you know, you can't, 
yeah, yeah, you have to have you know opposable thumbs and limbs and you shit. You have, to have and, hands to make to play yeah. pretty much every game. You have to have I'm ears like, to hear so the well, songs. Not Actually, with video even... games. I live in a grass. I live in a mud hut. But I don't have electricity. I'm not bother with them. Claiming that room scale VR is the one true way to show off how impressive virtual reality tech is, there are plenty of folks who are automatically disqualified from being yeah. so impressed. Just as with every single thing ever. Any activity yeah. a human can commit to, there are people who can't do the same thing. Yeah, there's not an experience that suits everyone. It's it just not, it's not a thing. <laughs> Then we have to think about people with eye issues or a propensity for mind- Fucking eye issues. Yeah, yes, so, I, you're I right. think it's gonna lead to maybe motion sickness. Because there is, uh, yeah, yeah, there is a thing is... for people to adjust to, that motion sickness or uh, the, the screen door effect, as they call it. Is there shit like there that that you gotta- get... Yeah, but there are some people who get motion sickness from first-person shooters. Does that mean that we're not allowed to keep making them now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this, no, it means they're gonna this, fail. This, uh, I just, I just like the idea that he's like, blind oh. people can't see. And you're like, yeah. This thing, you know this thing that uses your eyes? If you don't have good eyes, you won't be able to use it. You know this thing called a car? If you don't have hands, it's just locked off to you. Uh, you get self-driving cars, that. Fringy, you ableist. You just hold oh, the yeah. wheel with your mouth. You know, like 1920s. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody saying that? This car is unjust. I can't use it. I have no hands. The manufacturer's like, oh no. <laughs> what, like, I don't, it's like, what do, you, what do you want them to do? Like, what are their options here? Like, if you can't see, yeah, you can't use VR. What's this? Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's such a... If you can't see, can you, surely you can't play other games either. I'm pretty sure I already no. have a quote like this in Goodell too. I think I say something <laughs> like this, like... If you can't see, you can't play. <laughs> <laughs> people say I should put a quote for it, but like, I'm pretty sure I have this one, but fuck it, we can say it again. Uh, Call them ableist video games. Oh, well, well, well that, we, we haven't got to that word yet. Well, you know, we're not, we're not even there yet, we're getting there. <laughs> does he call it el does he actually call the No, 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 it's... No, 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 no. Yeah, we'll get there. Migraines go through motion sickness. This is stuff the evangelists just don't fucking think about when they talk about... <laughs> the evangelists don't think about uh, this. Yeah, yeah, the VR, the VR fanboys is like, oh, come on, man. As if, like, you're talking to somebody who bought VR and loves it, and you're like, so what about blind people, Gary? What about blind people? And he's like, I, I guess they can't play it. The way, the way he's pitching it right now is that there's people out on the street corners going, try VR now, the new way to live. And then, like, there's people up in wheelchairs going about, what about me? And they're like, oh, what about you? Off to the gulag with you. <laughs> you're a broken person. You don't deserve VR. Yeah, just, oh, no. <laughs> You can still use it if you have no legs. I was gonna say, like, you can still do it. Um, and also, like, you know, if, if VR is gonna be in the future and we're gonna be having, like, prosthetic limbs and, you know, like, cyberpunk in the future, you might not even be a problem. Like, people who have disabilities might get prosthetic eyes and hands and stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, so yeah, well, yeah, well... It, it's more a case, like, yeah, in VR, this it'd be, like, the one place that you could see yourself walk. Like, not the, you know, talk from, like, ah. somebody about who has his legs, but you, you could yeah. walk in VR. I mean, that's... Yeah. Probably shit. pretty good for physical therapy, actually. Possibly, yeah. Might be. 
Oh, well, yeah, but I'm sure you must have seen like a GIF or something of um, these people who've gone to the extreme of VR where they have sorry, like, an did actual. Did you say GIF? A gi- yeah. Oh, no, a GIF. GIF. <laughs> sorry. We we're going to have trouble there for a second. No, 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 no. no there's, just a, there's a guy who I work with called GIF, and I just get, I get mixed up. <laughs> oh, okay. That's understandable. Um, I do that as well. I do call her a GIF. Um, yeah, I'm sure you've seen GIFs then of um, people who have got like. Uh, like 360 like treadmills or whatever where they're like they're just running on the spot they are um in vr it's really fucking weird shit but yeah <laughs> i don't know it's looking awesome i want like i want video arcades to uh, start back up so i can use one of those that, like you know for a certain amount like for every game or whatever yeah yeah because there's no way i'm getting one of those for myself <laughs> jeff the peanut butter <laughs> love it what's a jig <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> just don't fucking think anyway. about when they talk about how life-changing and revolutionary VR is. Speaking yeah. of which, let's talk space. For the Vive in particular, you're expected to have a lot of space. Again, we're told room-scale VR is the true way- So, my, my issue with this criticism is that, like, it, it's like buying, um, I don't know, man, a treadmill and being like, wait, I need the space for a treadmill to use it? You're like, well, yeah. Because this is what it is. If it doesn't do this, then why are you buying it in the first place? No, that, that doesn't count for the, the PlayStation 4 one, because the whole point uh, without majority of the games is that you're, you're sitting down. But ones that require say... room space, I mean, it, it varies, right? Like, the idea is that there has to be a reasonable amount, not, like, extreme. Yeah. But um, well, I, bought a, I bought a pet horse, how come I can't storm in my pantry? <laughs> like to a degree, oh, you right. have to expect it to actually require room space. Or so why are you buying it in the first place? That's kind of my take here. Yeah, yeah. Well, his yeah. point is that why would you buy it in the first place? Because apparently, no one has room space. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're rich enough to buy the the, the all of these different <laughs> sets, you'd think you have a house with a room big enough to store, you know, play one of them. I also can we like just can. Can we mention the fact that he's just been gently swaying for ages? <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen him move like like around the room. He's just you know why? Don't I'm not okay. Say yeah, it. okay. <laughs> we, we're, we're still getting there. We're still getting there. We're told room scale VR is the true way to see I'm how curious. impressive the tech is. Look I wouldn't know. Like, My office isn't big enough. Like he's having such a horrible I don't have time. Very yeah. few people I know do. Millions of people, in fact, won't have the space for this shit. Remember how Connect needed a ton of space to be used effectively? Yeah, a ton of space. I still think it was a reasonable amount. Like, yeah, I mean, what I'm getting at I'm is that if you want, you want to use this thing that takes advantage of floor space and creates like a, a virtual sort of uh, interaction, then do you think it'll just require no space? Like it's well, what does he want? Like it needs as much space as it needs. Things that only fortunate and wealthy people can use never take off. All you gotta do is clear clear some space in your room and then put it all back together when you and, and you might be like, Oh well that's a lot of work to play a thing. And I'll be like, Well God damn. This is, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, this is the price of using what well, using this kind of technology. That it's it's just that way. When he's on about like you know the the true VR experience, I I, I would equate it to like you know when uh you, well when uh, HD TVs came out uh, like you know early two thousands again, and you had to buy a HDMI cable to plug into your uh, your PS3 or whatever, and if you use yeah. the SCART cables, it'd be in four eighty instead of seven twenty or ten eighty, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, I, I remember I remember not being tech savvy enough back then to know about that, and I, and I was like oh what I gotta get like an expensive cable. Just to get it to make the TV work properly, Ugh. 
and it's like, yeah, this is this is the co- this is the cost of what you're doing or what what you or what you're trying to use. Suppo- yeah, these are things you're supposed to know about it ahead of it buying it. Be, by the way, it should why should I have to pay for petrol for my car? It should just run indefinitely because I will it to. And, and the car evangelists don't talk about the petrol. They don't talk about the upkeep. <laughs> no, <Nope, laughs> nope. they're all paid off by fucking shell oil companies. Fuck them. <laughs> I, I love that the petrol and like, evangelists again. So if <laughs> if heads. if let's say it required a mile of space, I'd be like that's fucking ridiculous. But I don't think like it should require just a half meter. I'd be really shocked. I'd be like, is that it? Really? Like fuck. I want to, you know. Maybe move around a bit. <laughs> that would be cool. So, you know, you, you might be like, oh, so where's the correct amount? And I'd be like, well, I guess it would be cool if um, maybe future VR tech can, like, scan the room you're in and then create um, a sort of environment that adapts to whatever room, space you're working with. But obviously it has a, a min and max. Like, I can't work with anything less than or more than X. Um, but as far <laughs> as I know, it's not unreasonable. Like, it's not a ridiculously unreasonable sort of... Um, Setup from these things. Unfortunately, uh, 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 out of the four of us, Alex, you've definitely used it, right? Yeah, yeah. So with the Vive, it will use uh, well the for, for the for the true experience. Um, you have the headset and the controllers, like as, as Jim's got there. But then you've also got, I think it's either three or four cameras, which are basically just placed in the corners of the room, and then they obviously create a virtual room or a virtual grid inside. When you put the headset on. So that when you walk towards your walls or furniture, like your sofa or something like that, mm. um, you'll get a kind of like a red grid like line showing, you know, like, you know, you're walking too close to the wall kind of thing. And then you have to um, take a step back. You know, there's, there's a lot, at least with the Vive experience, there's lots of um, precautions to stop you from walking into the wall or smashing your hand against the, the ceiling or something like that, you yeah. know? Um <laughs> With the Rift, um, that one I think is just one camera with the headset, or at least the one version that I the what the well the one variation of it I that I used. I know there's there's like three different headsets now I think, um, but yeah, that one was again that that, that that's for more scale or smaller scale again. Um, it's a lot more just to do with like um, standing on the spot, moving like going back and forth, not necessarily walking around the room. Um, but yeah, it, 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 again, there's all there's different versions of it, and you know, of course, you got the cockpit, you know, which is the you know, just well, sat in your ass in your computer chair uh, mode, just with the head tracking, just by you know, going up, down, left, right, etc. And some people in chat have been saying that apparently you can uh, change the scan settings on the Google one anyway. So like, as in, it'll it'll react to the size of your space that you have available. Which again, I think yeah, that'll yeah. be that'll be standard going forward once we go f- further enough in time, sort of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, exa- exactly. Yeah, and I. Again, and there's other headsets. I don't know how they do their things, but yeah, there's the like, there's there's so many options about it. But yeah, Jim's just focusing on just oh yeah, you need a big room for the Vive, and yeah, that's the only way to experience it. So, well, as he as he keeps <coughs> doing with his uh, Saki voice. <laughs> Remember how well connected? Yeah. You- yeah. So because Connect failed, uh, these are gonna fail for sure, apparently. Um, but like Connect is a lot more restrictive in terms of. What it was also a lot do. shittier. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bad. I still remember iToy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you guys remember Milo? Like the little kid that was supposed to come with Connect. Do you remember that? Oh god. Oh yeah, Peter really, Molyneux. Why the, the you get a child kid. with your Connect? Yeah, and it's like a kid well, you could just talk to, but then they never. I don't think they launched it. Like it just didn't go ahead. Well, I remember, like, yeah, I, I loved iToy. Like, uh, 
back in the day. That was great. <laughs> the um the window washing game was my favorite. <laughs> so I don't remember it too well. I'm just gonna have like vague nostalgia of it. Oh, uh, the window washing one was where you had, you just had to pretend you're washing windows and like your TV screen was all soapy and that, and then you just had to move your hands up and down just to like scrape away the soap. It was great. <laughs> right, I've got like, I've got like really vague recollections of it, but you know. It's it's in there somewhere. It's in it's in my brain. It's weird. It's, it's yeah. weird to look back on all because I remember when they were announcing it at an E3, like the Milo thing. It's like this is gonna be great. It's like it never happened though, right? <laughs> um, yeah, no. Peter Peter Molyneux is like, look, she instinctively he threw something at her, and she instinctively reached out to try and grab it. Oh, it's like, that wasn't oh. planned. It's like I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we we watch Peter Molyneux videos all day long. They're great. <laughs> Such a liar. He's a friend and an ability to be adopted by as many people as possible makes successful product. Restricting... Ex Wait, sorry. Did you say... Restricting excluding... Sorry, go on. I'll just rewind them. ...be used effectively? Remember how well connected? Yeah. User friendliness and an ability to be adopted by as many people as possible makes successful product. The ability to be adopted by as many people as possible makes successful product. What do you think... What, what makes you think that that's not currently the case? Like, I know. Yeah. It needs to reach X standards to be what it is, and it's therefore going to block out people naturally, like like literally every product that ever existed. Again, this we're just talking about that. You know, this it, this is all, well, as especially at the time, more more cut edge tech again. Um, shit, like I, I know he's getting at. You know, like oh, you think of like you know the original Wii. It, you know, it was the cheapest console of its generation, and it sold the most. And like you know, it's, well, it, it sold. It's the best-selling console ever, I think. Yeah, it's no, better than the PS2. Uh, PS2 it? Was, no, PS2 no, is still PS2 top was still one. Oh, and then oh, yeah. DS. And then I think the Wii comes in somewhere. Yeah. Well, well the point is, you know, like, you know, the, the cons are, or the, or the pros and cons is, you know, are cheaper to, well, cheaper per unit, sells more. Um, and then, you know, a, a VR headsets cost more, and therefore they won't sell as, as much. And it's like, yeah, that is obviously true, especially right now. But it's... Ugh. Yeah, there was probably a time when touch screens cost like fifty thousand dollars, but you know, eventually yeah, yeah. it gets cheaper. That's the whole point. Yeah, exactly. It's always it going to be niche. This is it. it, it why, why can't you have niche things in gaming? And I, and I know one thing about Jim that we have, nobody's joked about yet. Um, him advocating for uh, easy mode in Dark Souls. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and it's and it's always this whole appealing. Oh, uh, you must appeal to, or you must be, you must make it available to everyone. You know, and as we all know, Dark Souls literally. did terribly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that's one of those games that, uh, like the the video essay crowd. There was a portion of time where every single video essayist needed to make a video on Dark Souls. I had to talk about Dark Souls that's in some funny. way, shape, or form. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, hey, Dark Souls. What does it Probably teach like us about life? <laughs> I don't know, Bob. Tell me. Well, the thing I just want to stress is just—it's just Jim. Uh, go well. I picture the flag for just the everyman. Like everyone's got to be able to experience it, and if they can't, um, you know, there's something wrong with it. Because That's... there's there's never been anything that some people couldn't use that was popular and successful. <laughs> Well, that's it because he, he he never he never um, points out like you know ah oh, games that are rated M for mature or eighteen rated or whatever in your respective country. He never he never picks he never picks about them going ah oh, you know because this game's eighteen now nobody else could play it. But as soon yeah, as the game is like, like has a special requirement to it, he don't like it. 
It's, uh... I mean, he literally complains about, like, eye shit, and it's like, that applies to normal games. I'm confused. <laughs> He's gonna be really appealing to his blind YouTube viewers. Actually, no. I know, I know <laughs> there are blind people who, like, listen to YouTube, actually, so... Well, yeah, absolutely. This is the, that's kind of supports the point. It's like, yeah, the, these people have... The, these things exist. Restricting, excluding experiences? Well, I mean, at the price point they're being flogged at, they might do well as a niche product, but as a mainstream adopted product? Nah, mate. Nah. Basically, to get- Why do they need really to be a mainstream so. product anyway, right now? Like, this is the whole thing. If they're starting up, then niche would be exactly where they would be at first. Naturally. Well, like everything else. Pretty much, yeah. Like, outside of, like, the most explosive new things that come out that everyone buys and don't even realize why, like, which is rare. What was the quickest, like, thing that was like, oh, suddenly it's everywhere? I'm guess from, I'm thinking, like, smartphones? Tamagotchis. Uh... Tamagotchi. Oh, yeah. Pokemon. I don't know. What, what, it depends on what generation you grew up in, doesn't yeah. it, really? Get the sure. best out of virtual reality to truly see what people are talking about. You need a lot of money, you need to be free of many common physical ailments. Many common uh, physical I, ailments, I, I, like not being able to see. Not being able to stand up. Oh man, no, come I, on. I, you need to have functional hands and eyes. I just, I just have, <laughs> Which I just is uncommon. How, I just love how the assumption is that you're all automatically, well, you're more likely to be disabled than non-disabled. Just, alright Jim. Yep. I just love that common. It's just such a sneaky word that he thought he could get in. Yeah, well, because it makes it sound like he's actually got a point, but he doesn't. Because that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, rip. I like not being able to see and walk. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'll find the, the average human being has both of those abilities. And yeah, again, for anybody who is... Um, Unable to walk or unable to see, it's like, yeah, you, you won't be able to experience the full uh, ex benefits of, of VR, that's true. But you also, if you can't see, will be unable to experience the full benefits of a video game. Yeah. Or, or life. Or yeah. life itself, yeah. That's pretty dark. It is dark. The yeah, truth is dark. Me, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and don't get me wrong, not, not, yeah, not, not to make fun of the people who do suffer from that, but the one that the one that Jim might be leading up to, and somebody pointed out in chat, yeah, the... Uh, to be fair, it is common to be obese in America. So, uh... like, like that, it's got a. Well, this is it. This, this how how many of these uh, disabilities are self-inflicted? Um, yeah, I get. We're getting there. We're getting there. Anyway, you need to be the well-off oblivious tech bloggers no, 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 who are telling everybody how badly they need this shit. In fact, let's just go right ahead and call virtual reality headsets exactly what go. they are. They're privileged. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <Fucking> hell. <laughs> I mean, Jim, Jim, do you think that Macumbo in the middle of South Sudan is playing video games <laughs> and going on the internet and making videos about VR <laughs> 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 like now? If we get down to the brass tacks of what these words actually mean, to be privileged is to have access to something someone else doesn't literally do to no, like, effort on your own, right? You have a privilege that another person does not have. And his arguments are that if you have ailments that are natural, or you lack money, you can't get these things. And so people who are born rich and born healthy are therefore privileged to use and have them 
Therefore, they're privileged goggles. Do I... So, does not being blind, is that a privilege? <laughs> Apparently. All right, all right. He's not... Sorry, go on. Oh, no, go on, go on, go on, dude. Go on. He's not wrong in, like, you, you have to have money to have, like, this thing. You have to probably be relatively well off. But the fact that he's criticizing them by saying it, it's like... Yeah. I mean, can't we just call video games privilege games? Like, it's like, oh, you need to have a certain amount of money to get them. You need technology to get them. Probably a demand. Uh, a good, you need to not uh, be know, blind to get them. Look look at you complaining about your water tasting a little bit funny. At least it's like, <laughs> have diseases in. At least you you freaking bastards. <laughs> so, yeah, this is... Uh, I, I, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to say that... Um, I won't name names, but I remember once upon a time there was a certain YouTuber who it wasn't Jim, just for just to make sure, but he made a big rant about why he suffered through childhood obesity, and it was because he didn't have access to a swimming pool, as if that was like the only fucking reason that you, you know that why you can't be fat or can be fat in a. Oh. I think I people think are I, gonna know in chat who you're talking that. about, actually. I, I yeah. can't remember who it was though. Oh, well, I'm, not saying I'm, not, I'm not saying anything more, but yeah, it, 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 it cracks me up just that, like, that some people will compartmentalize like bullshit like that to that level that they will actually say, I don't have access to a swimming pool, that's why I'm fat. <laughs> I, I, I do love this though, like, oh, really, you think that people who could afford to spend $800 on some headsets to see some pictures in a different way are well off? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> The entire oh, really? chat is guessing the same person. Oh, I also, was. Also, no, no, no. It, it's not boogie. It's, it's not, not boogie, no. No, no. It's exactly the same. It's exactly much, the kind of thing he'd say. Smaller yeah. YouTubers. I'll just say that. Small YouTuber. Now that we've talked about the biggest barriers to entry that do a fine job of filtering out millions of potential customers, let's talk about the fact. Ah, uh, billions. Let's not get things confused, Jim. There is a world outside of America and Europe. You dumbass. Well, well he like, said it filters <laughs> out millions of customers. Right, so technically speaking, I think he would have wanted to say billions, but we actually agree with him that it would probably be millions. If you know well, what I mean. probably billions of people yeah. who can't afford it. Well, no, no, right? no, I'm going strictly from um, ailment uh, land. Oh, yeah, no. no About no, no, no. how, how no, many people it's... can afford it? Like, yeah, that's that's a different question. Well, yeah, yeah. How many people could afford it? Uh, how but, many have but access he, to it? He said it was part of the barriers of entry, which included cost. All right. So... In that case, yeah, yeah it would be... I think it would be safe to say billions then, yeah? Of yeah. course it's... Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, you know, they'd have to sacrifice a lot of shit to be able to afford it. Can you imagine, no, like... No, not, they don't just need the VR as well. They need a VR as an extension of, like, a, a good gaming PC yeah. or a, a console, so... Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying, like, if you own a shitty little farm in the middle of the desert... You're probably not going to be able to sell it and exchange it for honey, a honey. <laughs> Our savings over the past decade. I bought a VR more, headset. In case if you have even have access to it in your own country or like your neighboring country to buy it, you know, outside of you know the West, that's where you know, obviously it gets a bit more. Well, outside of Asia, obviously, but yeah, I don't think Jim did the math on this guy, so I don't think he did. It's, it's okay, we forgive. I, him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing for that though. I wouldn't bother for this bit either. Imagine like you're going through the whole world population, and your argument for a uh, for why a product can't work is that there's millions of people who can't buy it. This game costs sixty dollars in some well, yeah, places yeah, yeah. in the world. People don't have sixty dollars. That's not fair. It's like you know, if there are well, only millions of people fair. who can't buy your product, you've got a pretty good target uh, audience there yeah i mean you'd have to be selling like 
nearly, a, you know, an essential commodity like water. Very yeah. nearly something that important. <laughs> Oh, the fact that VR, VR itself is a convoluted fucking mess right now in terms of both its market the position mess is a mess. and as a physical product. At market, we have three major headsets, not to mention a whole bunch of smaller mobile contenders. There are exclusive games... At market, we have three consoles and there are a whole uh, bunch of exclusives... And a whole bunch consoles. of mobile contenders. And a whole bunch of handhelds and a whole bunch of different Steam like services on PC like Steam and... This, yeah. this is an argument for the stupidity of the consumers, basically. Oh, so Jim just assumes that people can't people can't this figure out. it out. Yeah, because this is the thing, right? Oh. When when the next generation comes out of consoles, I'll be like, okay, so let's have a look at what all of them can do, how much all of them take for like online prices, and then all the exclusives. And it's on me to figure that out. Like, I don't have to, you know, I'm not like when I purchase them from a store. I'm like, tell me why which one of the three is the best. In fact, don't do that. That's like the worst I, thing I you could do. Funny Jim would probably complain if he, you know, like in Call of Duty games where they have the big follow arrow over the player's, like, a character's head. And it's like, yeah, you know how that's bad and stupid and everybody knows what to do in a game? Yeah, let's apply that to this. Why do you yeah. assume people don't know how to figure this out? Like, wow. among them and then there are exclusives within exclusives since some games require room scale space and some don't some require uh, these are things that you're supposed to figure out you're not you're not supposed to just buy a thing and be like i deserve everything about it it's it's really funny he says that considering the wii had a lot of games where it's like you need the nunchucks you need the wii motion plus you need this many controllers and yet the wii was the most successful console of the last generation yeah. also he's, he's advocating <clears throat> for a lack of competition technically there like, uh, I don't want multiple VRs running at the same time. He's, a, he's advocating for less choice and less options. And less competition, which means the markets don't have to uh, adjust I, I to com competition, I, which means we that ends up with bad things, typically. I, I don't do. even think he thinks that like with this though. I think he's, I think he's really just pissy with it, and that's it. He's, he's... Well, we're we're gonna find the motivation becomes clear very soon. Um, I know, I know. Oh, okay. oh I'm, I'm excited. Oh. Well, well, yeah. Dude, well, all all of this is blowing smoke because you, all these arguments are really poor. Yeah, and and whilst he, and well, when he said this, it, it's even further invalidated now. So it's yeah. <laughs> controls and some don't. You can't just download and play these games like normal. You need to know if you've got the prereqs or if the game is something you're You mean like on a gaming from. PC? I bought a car and some guy was like, where are you going to park it? And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? It's <laughs> like, you got a, have you got a, have you got a oh, garage? He's like, no. Somebody needs to make the meme of uh, Homer Simpson holding the book up with the question on it, am I disabled? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't the guy have like a fucking thing through his head or whatever? Yeah, like, if he gets like a steel beam or something. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just like smashed through his head. He's like, am I disabled? <laughs> and I expect things like the recent Resident Evil 7 timed VR exclusivity on PS4 That's... to be the start of the next wave of exclusivity bidding wars as hard Oh, so you're against exclusivity bidding wars, but you're okay with Epic Games buying exclusives away from the general market. That's interesting. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny, that, huh? Funny how that works. These people... I'm, I'm honestly, man, like, I'm kind of amazed by how hypocritical people are when it comes to exclusives. Like, yeah. Jim oh, yeah, to clarify, by the way, because people obviously heard me twice advocate for how I choose consoles based on exclusives. I wouldn't... I don't want that. That's not something I, no, I want to be um, the case. I actually, I got into an argument about that earlier today where um, 
Sony, one of the guys <coughs> said, yeah, we, we might start releasing our games multi-platform. I was like, yeah, that's good. That's good. I want, I want to be able to play games on what I like. And there's this weird argument that that's entitled, like that it's entitled to say, hey, could you release a game on, you know, pay okay, for so- it? bombshell pc is better than console in like every single regard uh for running for running games this is mind-blowing stuff we would be way further in terms of development of games abilities like just every aspect of video gaming would have been improved if consoles had never held uh, pc back excluding Um, price though right um uh, no i would say it's much better prices on pc than than console Depending um, on country, what, I, I, I yeah. Well, yeah, it's contextual, um, obviously, but I think you'll find you'll get way more bang for your buck on PC in general than you will on console. I um, I I see sometimes people are like, yeah, but Netflix has their shows and Amazon has their shows. It's like, yeah, but the service is the you know, like the service is the good. The good is the service, whereas on PlayStation, the good is the game. You're buying the game. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Not- Three people in chat separately and say you can't move your PC. What? Uh, <laughs> what do you mean you can't move it? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I don't, I don't have that. Oh, my God. The amount of times... The amount of times I've taken my PC over a friend's house to game. Like, it's... Uh, wow. You can't move it unless it's the GameCube. I got called a moron for not bringing it up. Guys, you can move your PC. I'm so sorry about that. I didn't know that. Hang on. Do, what do they think happens? <laughs> you <laughs> you fucking floor. nail it to the fucking floorboards. Uh, <laughs> the PC turned, like, the PC, like, the, from the first What do they think lands are? It becomes fixed in that moment, in that, in that area. We haven't no, even talked about laptops. We haven't even talked about laptops. Oh, well, come on, gaming laptops, though. Do yeah? We need to talk about yeah? gaming laptops. Do, Are they a thing? You, can, yeah, yeah, you, can, yeah, you yeah, play yeah, Hearthstone yeah. constantly, Jay. Yeah, but... Okay, yeah, okay. I, I, no, I'll, I'll... Well, Jay, just because you don't seem enlightened on it. Um, <laughs> they, yeah, they are gaming laptops, and yes, they are a real thing. I'm not joking. I, I have... Not myself, but a friend who brought his own over, plugged it into my 4K TV, and then started playing uh, FIFA on it. So, you know, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What, what, why are we having this argument? Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up is that people were like, hey, 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 his newest video he shot on Epic. It's like, yeah, Jim did go back on what he said on Epic. My highlight here is that he went he went back on it and then back on it again. Me, me rags... Uh, was it Fringy and Das Bullshit? Was that, is that us four that we did? Yes, uh, that's right. His Screw Steam video was terrible, and he said that uh, he tried to advocate for Epic, and now he's joined the herd because being anti-Epic is fucking the obvious stance to take. Epic are pieces of shit, and I just like that he's clearly got a principle here that, that overlaps with uh, his, his position on, or conflicts with his position on Epic soon to come, but then he backs on that as well. This is what I mean about how Jim won't tell you about when he was wrong, Typically, but he'll always tell you about how he was right. Mm. Interesting fellow. ...of exclusivity bidding wars as hardware manufacturers try to undercut each other at the expense of the general public. And in terms of physical oh, systems... Wow. Isn't that perfect? The, 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 <laughs> what was going on with... The, and this is the thing that I love about Steam is they haven't fucking buckled yet. They're not going like, no, no Borderlands, we'll pay you more to be exclusive with us. Like, no, fuck you, it's a bad practice. Which is... Yeah, I mean... 
Keep not the Steamer Perfect, by the way. I'm not. I'm not advocating the no, Steamer no, no. Perfect. And, and yeah, the, this shit with the VR is just it's just annoying, just as annoying. Um, there have been mods to bypass it because, like, if you, if you look on um, Steam, uh, if you look in the VR section, you will see the games do have little icons to show whether or not they're for the Vive or the the uh, Oculus Rift or both. Um, and you'll see that shit. But there's also I know there's like um fan made third party uh program or whatever that bypasses that kind of uh, lockout so you can play it with whatever um but yeah that shit is annoying but yeah it is it is i did i didn't i didn't anticipate being a part of this video bring this into it i forgot about this at the moment so i didn't <laughs> i didn't see the parallels with uh yeah no neither did I. Lately, I i didn't i didn't remember lately. he said this either which is kind of interesting yeah, yeah. Seven timed VR exclusivity on PS4 to be the start of the next wave of exclusivity bidding wars as hardware manufacturers try to undercut each other at the expense of the general public. And in terms of physical systems, I mean, Jesus, just look at the HTC Vive. Look at this hideous thing. <laughs> what? It's not that bad. What the hell? Uh, yeah. Hideous thing. I, I, All right. Right. I will say for me, um, sweat a lot. And when I put on this or put on the uh, the Vive headset, obviously you can see it there the uh, the foam uh, mask that you put like you, you can buy replacements for them if like especially if you sweat all the time in them. And yeah, uh, well, it is heavy or what or the original one is heavy. I think the Pro is actually heavier or it might be lighter. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's not bad. <laughs> Shut up, Jim. Yeah, well, this is the thing. I'm like, what am I missing here? Like, it, it doesn't seem that bad. Jeez, it's coming from a guy who dresses up in spandex. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I don't know if anybody in chat has been uh, witness to Jim's wrestling career, but it's not. Um, uh... <laughs> this thing that requires sensors strewn about your room that's a complete fucking hassle to set up and even when it is set up gives you all sorts of fucking bullshit problems and whines about not being seen by the sensors or fails to interact with the steam vr application and has thick unyielding wires trailing everywhere and separate right you make yeah, the same point okay. twice there interluded in between that when he was complaining about like uh the problems with the software or the uh or connecting and blah on all that shit there have been a lot of problems with the vibe especially and one thing that it's notorious with uh, HTC. They got really bad customer service, which is uh, mm -hmm. what is the one of the major things that's put me off buying it. I've read way too many horror stories on uh, uh, R slash Vive um, about people buying well the Vive and then like it fail like some part of it failing within like this um, the alleged like one year warranty or whatever it was, and then uh, HTC just being point blank shit and terrible at re uh, replacing it or. Or even like losing stuff in the mail, kind of uh, horror stories as well. So generally, in like I, I, it's really put me off. And then like, yeah, the the, the Oculus Rift uh, is owned by Facebook, so it's, you know, there's, there, there is a contention between a lot of the the headsets. But the the room setup or the cables that has already been fixed with a very expensive uh, wireless uh, receiver. But also, yeah, it's like again, sorry, I guess we, you know. We're in that we're in that shitty phase where it's not a it's not like a tiny lightweight helmet that you just put on and like instantly. Turns yeah, we're into, not there uh, yet. <laughs> we haven't gone to the space age where you just like like you know like, well you know like the headsets in Demolition Man where you you know you put it on and you're gonna have sex with someone or whatever. We're, we're not at that point yet, Jim. I'm sorry, but <laughs> give it another couple of years, maybe. <laughs> to know. You need more than a headset to have sex with someone. Nope. Not in Demolition Man. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
controls with separate firmware updates. The vibes are pain in the ass, and it looks like shit. <laughs> I'm being a little bit All right, pedantic then. with oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad hey, we got there, Jim. You covered it. You covered it. ...of the HTC Vive. A little bit needly, a little bit facetious, I get it. But, but I mean, seriously, look at the thing. Like, this that doesn't oh, look does unreasonable. Just mean about its appearance. That doesn't yeah, look yeah, unreasonable yeah. at all. Like, I don't oh, know. Yeah, 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 he's picking on the actual headset. What would you expect VR to be? I'd be like, okay, so it's probably going to be something that slots onto my eyes. It's probably going to be a strap system that allows me to stay on my head without me holding it. And then there'll probably be wires that connect from the thing that go maybe across my head to the back of me because I don't understand what would be a better way to do that. And that's exactly what it is. Why VR is doomed to fail? <laughs> this company's product is ugly. <laughs> uh. This is like the kind of thing you expect to see on the set of a mid-budget 80s sci-fi movie. This is what the 80s thought the future looked like, except... I guess they were right. <laughs> they were right. Oh, it looks like someone's vision of the hey, future. How honestly, awful. Honestly, it looks more like <laughs> something like from The Matrix than anything. Mm. Yeah, with the, with the way that the front looks, it reminds me of the Sentinels. And then the... The wires, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. The uh, like, kind of like uh, bruised, well, not bruised, but bumped effect on the front. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It does now because this is real. All Balkan wires, like this, would be hanging off of like a bad robot costume in the 1980s. What do you think? An argument. He's not impressed. Shit's uncomfortable. I can sit and play any given regular game for hours. I can manage Honestly, VR for 20 yeah, minutes. Like, you know, he, no, it's not you know he's just doing this bit for, um, well, for uh, recording, because there's no way you play VR in that fucking code. Yeah, it's like stock footage, I guess. <laughs> like, he looks, he looks I, I, like I, I, he'd be the worst extra ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> extra, <laughs> so like a sci-fi movie. That guy in the background of, like, uh, what is it? Spectre, who's not sweeping the floor. Yeah. That will be him. <laughs> Jim's head look is unimpressive. <laughs> He's not impressed. Shit's uncomfortable. I can sit and play any given regular game for hours. I can manage VR for 20 minutes, maybe. And no, it's not just because I'm fat, haha, -ha, great joke, 10 out. I'm sorry, you can only handle VR for 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. I guess that's representative. Because he's- why would that be because he's fat? Because uh, he has to move? <laughs> That's the meme, I guess. Well, yeah, my, my genuine question is, how long can you- how much physical activity can you do in one burst anyway, Jim? Like... Man, the way he said that, the way he said that is not how you get people to stop making fun also, of you for something. What if I said something like, you know, I could drive a car for hours and hours, walking, about 20 minutes at most. Fuck walking. <laughs> Like okay, <laughs> I don't know. This is a weird comparison. Like yeah, you mm -hmm. can only play VR for X amount of time. Typically, most people can't play it forever. Did you know they're different things? I was, I was going to say like, why are we judging them as if they're the same standard? And why does it matter if you feel that way specifically? You like, should we what ask any it? other one person? <laughs> like, you can make almost the same argument playing uh, like just dance games or whatever. You know, like in the arcades or whatever, it, 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 just the physical activity. I, I, was like, I don't think you'd be playing that game for more than 20 minutes, you know? Mm. I can't stop laughing. This is why, after many years, this is like one video of gyms I still remember because most of them I just watch them go, oh yeah, yeah, cool, makes sense. And like, I, I, I agree with most of his videos, like on most of the. 
Yeah, typically. You know, the, 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 the stuff like the general news in gaming or whatever. But mm. holy shit. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like sometimes he misses the mark and he misses yes. it hard. And we, you know what? We all do. Uh, I don't think he would stab by this video, really, today, at all. Um, well, not for more than 20 minutes. Oh! <laughs> He's not impressed. Shit's uncomfortable. Again. I can sit and play any given regular game for hours. I can manage VR for 20 minutes, maybe, and no, it's not just because I'm fat, haha, great joke, 10 out of 10. Even sat down, I don't like Man, having a that's bulky sweatbox. such a bad way to get people to get off your case for something, though. <laughs> Like, yes, it does offend me. Stop. Aha, uh -huh. <laughs> ten out of ten joke. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So you say that even when sitting down, it's a bulky sweat box, which supports what Alex said earlier. There you go. There, oh, there just you because go. I'm fat. Ha ha. Great joke. Ten out of ten. Even sat down, I don't like having a bulky sweat box strapped to my face. And you know me, I love having things strapped to my face. Normally, the PSVR is the most comfortable headset. Man, that's I'm so gonna... glad he had the accompanying footage when he said that. <laughs> he's, he's, he's done a lot of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he does dress up like a... The cornflakes like, homunculus is probably one of the favourites. I'm just uh, I, I'm just thinking, like, what would I have assumed if he didn't have that footage there? Like, where would my mind have gone? I like strapping things to my face. You're like, okay. <laughs> opinion, and even then, as comfy as it is, it isn't something I want clamped around my skull for extended periods of time. Okay. It's a strain on the eyes, it's disorienting, and if you find a game that uses a traditional controller rather than some gimmicky on-rails shit, there's a good chance you'll want to puke as your body tries and fails. Yeah, and then there's a lot of people who don't feel that way. There's a lot of people who play it for hours on end. A lot of people who find it to be more immersive than anything they've ever played. Is this his his motivation that we're getting into now for making this video? I think so. I was going to say, I can't remember if it's explicit or not, but we've still got a decent chunk left, so I'm assuming that we're going to... Because the privilege goggles thing was the big payoff that me and Alex are waiting. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, let's see what else he says. ...to handle the dissonance. And that brings us to my biggest problem with VR right now, a problem that I had with both motion control and 3D before it. Simply put, VR is not yet proving that it can make games better. It can make them more immersive. What? How is that not better? Um, so yeah. <laughs> you can make a game more immersive, that doesn't make it better. That's interesting. It doesn't make games better, it makes them more immersive. <clears throat> Considering better just means an improved standard, and he said more immersive, it's like, oh. Well, there you go. By the standard of immersion, it's better. Um, I don't think we need to make arguments for why VR can improve a video game experience. Do we? Is everyone aware of what VR can do? For the future of gaming, like it can be incredible. I, mean, I suppose, like the end game for VR is being able to plug like directly into a digital sort of uh, interface you in, know, in like, your brain. And like, yeah, uh, like I mean, like, is it the hollow deck stuff you can? Yeah. Or, well, like or the danger first. room in X Men, right? The two. I feel like it would directly integrate with your brain before we reach like holodeck levels of. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's the end game. To literally just go, okay, I'm gonna go play with my thing for a bit, and you. Open door, close the door, press a switch, touch a bunch of buttons, and then you can just be Iron Man. You know? Oh, like, what I mean is like you know where you just sort of uh, lay down on a bed or something, and then you put like your thing yeah that in, too, where you plug it into your head, and then you're just in the virtual world. Like in you know that Futurama episode where they go to the internet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be even more. I was thinking a little bit more grounded. Like you're in, let's say, like a harness, and everything is detected. And so you can... It's like uh, Ready Player One. 
Then. Yeah, and then it's I like, think yeah. moving on from there, you get the sort of brain thing. At the level you could plug something into your brain, I'd be genuinely concerned that like society would collapse because people weren't doing enough of stuff they yeah, had. I'll tell you what, the Matrix will be it's much not... more relevant at that point. <laughs> like... Yeah, no, I, I think I think it'll be interesting once that happens because it's inevitable. Like the 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 digital like the cloud where people upload their mind to the cloud is probably like inevitable. I mean, hopefully at that point, point, we'd have, like, enough automation in society that people could get away with not doing shit, but... <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Because as soon as that happens, people are just, like, stopping working and, like, oh, what, yeah. what do I need? Yeah, I need food so I can be, have my brain wherever I want it to be, and I need my brain plug. We'll just and evolve into blobs of energy. Anything. Guess I'll just fucking yeah. die. <laughs> oh no, there's no death in this world anymore. Simply get recycled into a new baby. Oh, sounds interesting. <laughs> End my existence. Right now we're just seeing a repeat of motion control, thanks in part to the fact that VR has itself heralded the surreptitious return. Well, motion control is not a bad thing, um, depending on its execution, right? And this is the thing that's been in its infancy for ages. It's trying to uh, figure out how and why people use or enjoy motion controls, and. Um, mm. I imagine that top-tier motion controls are just going to be you don't hold anything. It's just your hands commanding everything, like, fluidly. We're getting there. Yeah. Give us time. <laughs> We're going to have to go through all the stages first. And, uh, yeah, I was playing um, Mario Party on this, uh, the Switch uh, with my sister and a couple of family members, and um, there's a couple of motion control games in that, and they were pretty fun. Like, motion control's not... I don't, I don't really have anything against it as a whole. Um, I have stuff against, like, the bad ones, where you, you know, try and you point for ages, and the thing is like, please, you know, point your thing at the screen, gets lost for ages, or, like, ones that are just badly calibrated, obviously, but when it's all working, you know. What do you guys think of motion controls? Uh, not a fan at the moment. Maybe that'll change. I just think that it's contextual. I'm okay with it when it's good. <laughs> right. My extensive review. I just like the bad games. I like the good games. There we go. Yeah, that's my hot take. Yeah. Alex Friedrich said, you mean privilege party. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be. Immersive, sure, but mechanically better. Right now, we're just seeing a repeat of motion control. Thanks in part to I mean, it's definitely improved. I mean, fucking hell, if you look back at, like, older motion control shit, um, I'm thinking, like, do you, do you guys ever play with the, like, plug-and-play motion control stuff from, like, uh, early 2000s? No. The, the, it, it was, it was, like, another... Yeah, I thought it was horrible. Uh, that and other ones like it. Like, if you compare that to just any motion controls that are released with new technology today, we've absolutely advanced. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And this is the thing. It's... I'd, I'd agree that it's slow, but we're getting there. <laughs> so the fact that VR has itself heralded the surreptitious return of motion controllers to begin with, which, outside of the Wii, all fucking failed. Probably because they were all desperately copying the Wii. As a result- Oh, so outside of the really, really successful thing that did it, it all failed because they were all trying to copy the really, really successful thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if there was a successful one, then, you know. iToy was pretty bad, yeah. I, I didn't play with the eye toy. Any of you guys? Yeah, yeah, me, yeah, and, Jay I take the, um, me and Jay were laughing about it earlier. When I was was it really bad? 
That was when good. I, I, I well, it, it was but, good for me yeah. when I was the age that it came out. Super so. casual. Like, like, like I said, the, the window washing game is oh, where right. you wave your hands across in front of you, basically, and you just see it on your TV as you're like cleaning up your TV screen. That's about it. I remember the boxing one. There was like a one where you punched a robot. That was fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it's all casual casual shit. It was no like, you know, immersive like sci-fi game or something like that. At least that's from my memory. Are we gonna say something, Frankie? Oh no, I wasn't. History is repeating itself with a game library that so far consists primarily of gimmicky tech demos and interactions that are needlessly complex compared to just pushing- hey, Why wouldn't there be gimmicky tech demos though? It's like brand new technology exploring all different <laughs> ways to do a thing. So each tech demo is probably going to focus on one element. Tech demo. You know, Pong is just a <laughs> tech demo. <laughs> I'm okay with it as long as, yeah, because the, there were some full-fledged releases. He was playing one of them. It was the um, Until Dawn, like, spin-off game. Like, you get completed shit, but you also get a bunch of stuff where they're like, hey, does this aspect work? And then some of them take off and become full games. Yeah. Isn't that how Left 4 Dead got started? It was like a, a test, and then it became a full thing? Or was that Portal? I can't remember. It sounds like something Portal would be. Uh, well, Left 4 Dead... Did you say Left 4 Dead now? Or? It was it was one or the other or both. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, and I know Portal was done by a small studio, and then Valve picked them up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I was I just basically like saying that like a lot of things start out as ideas, and then uh, yeah, 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 concepts, and then something becomes of it. Yeah, surely everything, pretty much. Well, I was going to say if you bought VR. And you were like, I've played a few full releases, let's check out some of these gimmicky tech demos. Why not? Look at the top rated ones. Does anyone do that on their phone for games? They're like, uh, I'll check out this. Then you like have a game where you have to draw, I don't know, like lines and then have a ball reach a cup. It's like the most basic idea. Be like, I don't know, it's kind of fun while waiting for the dentist or something. Yeah. This is all natural, is what I'm, I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, I, there are games like VR doesn't just have to play games that were made for VR though. Like I desperately want to play Subnautica and Superhot in VR. I'd like to play Resident Evil Seven in VR. Happen. That could be fun. So like, loads of games that people already play have got VR, and they will be more immersive in VR. So, yeah. I mean, shit. This one game I was playing was um, you like defend a, a castle that's randomly generated or has levels or whatever. And then you just gotta, with a bow and arrow, just shoot at uh, a random attacking guys or soldiers, and like you get, you gotta, uh, well, it like slowly scales up with the enemies, and like you know they start wearing like, armor, and then you gotta get two like headshots to the head to kill them, kind of thing. But it's like super fun with the Vive controllers to shoot a bow and arrow, and like judge the well, and like you know get it like adapt to the uh, like the weight of, or the uh, like the feel of like the arrow drop and everything. Because once you get it working, you're proper like fucking like Legolas, mate. You're like, it's awesome <laughs> as shit. And that's just like, a and that game is just, there's like no story or anything like that. It's literally just that. And then like, I think it's progressively got stages or, or it might be randomly generated. I didn't play it long enough to know, but there's loads of good shit. A fucking button. Like, sure, it's cute to have a game where you physically reload a gun by grabbing a clip with one controller and ramming it near the other controller to put it in the gun. But in normal games, you just press a button. Well, this isn't a normal game, according to you. It's a tech demo idea thing. And it'll probably be that they combine a whole bunch of ideas into full-fledged VR games. That's the goal, yeah. anyways, from what I can tell. Just press the reload button. 
You know, if you want to reload the gun, just find the, the button. I don't know about that. Did you guys find the idea of reloading a physical, like, magazine into a gun pretty awesome? You get better at it. You can get fat, you can... Yeah. You're actually doing it, you know, you don't just have to wait for an animation. You can get really quick at it and your skill, you know, you're, you can win or lose based on how well you can reload instead of just pressing a button. That's, that sounds really cool. Alex Fringy, do you like the idea of reloading guns or just be like, oh fuck it, it's a button, get over it, what we need? Um, I mean, I feel like it'd be cool in some games to be able to actually do a lot I of I should look up the game, I forget the game's name, but it's basically Counter-Strike, but in VR. And oh, that'd be, that'd be cool. It, it's a, uh, well... Right, VR think, is bad. I like, think imagine, it's like their most popular one, or one of the more popular ones. Imagine like throwing a grenade and having to pull the pin, you know? That's what I mean. There's so many like this. There's little things where you're like, "Ooh, that's oh, yeah, so Pavlov. cool." That's it. And then some people, when they play enough of that, they go back to normie games, and they're like, "You know what? Can't be doing that. I can't play non-privileged games." Well, it's funny he says this because you think of like uh, Far Cry Two, where you had weapon, to, you know, weapons started to break down, and then you had to heal yourself, and you had to, you know, it's like people like that sort of micromanagement. Yeah. Like, imagine how cool it would be if you had to do it for real. What do you mean? He's well, just casually advocating, like, oh, just, just do a button. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I like... I mean, I'm, I'm on board for an option, sure, but I probably would yeah. be picking the physical reload, because I think that's really cool. Yeah. Well, if it's a competitive thing, you should have the... Uh, you should have it be, be the same for everyone, but... Um, it depends, because it uh, could become the competitive thing. I, like, again, I'd say just option, because this is the thing. Um, there might be some people out there who are like, it's faster to, to do the physical reload, and you'd be like, what? And then you watch them do it, and you're like, whoa. Okay, yeah. You know, like, they could be really skilled at it instead of just pressing the button and doing, like, the animation. But what about those people who physically can't play the games? Well, they can watch it. Oh. What if they're blind? They can hear it. <laughs> what if What if they don't like hearing They can rub their cheek against the screen and absorb the information that way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I have nothing to say to and that. Just press it, and then you reload the gun because that's convenient. You know, it puts you back into the actual gameplay rather than you're picking up a clip and putting it. Well, in, in this case, reloading the gun physically would be a part of the gameplay. Yes, yeah. retention yeah, filled to do I'll, that. I'll just be infinite ammo because yeah. Yeah, let's just fuck it. No reloads. Boring. Reloading is boring. You just press a button. Like Right, just, just press the Why reload button. Just press the oh, fucking button. Just like before, we're looking at a glut of <laughs> tech demos for tech that's already been yeah. demonstrated. Vapid experiences that draw out in. But that's just not true for so many people that I can't agree with them. Like, the idea is like, well, it's all vapid. It's like, but there's loads of people who fucking adore this shit. Tell me that. I don't know if it's that vapid. He needs to qualify it if you want to. Argue against it. Get some polls. Get some. Get some like first-hand accounts of playing the games from people who are more cynical about it. We could do a poll. Interactions and make them we less convenient to perform than using regular controls and just pressing the buttons that make the shit work. We're already staring across at on-rails experiences with restricted interactivity because for all the. Well, he's so he's right that there have existed uh, games on rails with maybe motion controls and stuff, but like. The idea that if he's referring to something in like the early thousands or even late nineties, these are going to be so much better. And once they get to a certain degree of better, it'll start to actually interest a larger amount of people. He'd be like, "Oh shit!" So 
it's kind of on rails, but you can still maybe move left and right, or you can look anywhere you want, and then eventually you have full freedom, and the on rails part is essentially dropped, because it's just like, they've improved enough of the mechanics that uh, those things aren't required. And I just see it all as steps. And people have had interest in all these things uh, along the way, it's just that they've never been able to sustain their own market, I suppose, up until now. Yeah. And I think he wanted it to be that this was just another stepping stone that was going to fail in the markets, but it didn't really, because they're still going strong now, right? There's still competition between all three. Well, yeah, like I said, they, they are releasing the day, well, the next level, or the next, uh, it's not like the full sequel. Steam's doing one, yeah. right? Or have they already done yeah, one? Yeah, 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 Valve's making a, a uh, one as well. I wonder if that'll uh, kickstart more interest. making games too, but yeah, this is Valve we're talking about, so pinch of salt. <laughs> mm -hmm. Praise these privileged goggles get. They offer more problems than opportunities. There's so much for a developer to actually figure out before the game's being made. How are we going to let the player move around without them barfing everywhere? How are we going to improve? <laughs> are they gonna move without barfing everywhere? Um, I don't know. I think most people can get away with it. Uh, what if they want to move and barf? Yeah, yeah, you gotta have the option. People wanna do that. It's like extreme so CrossFit. Motion control since they're back now. How are we going to justify this game being in VR and not just a regular fucking video game? Why I mean, most uh, most are, are available for both. Typically, right? A lot of games are like, oh, you can play it in VR. But then there are some VR-specific games and so. Is he referring to the idea that, like, maybe a Borderlands 4 is VR only? How are they going to react to that? It's like, I don't think they'd, they'd do that, at least not now. But they not might do. It's more common. Yeah, they might do one day to try and use it as a selling point. It's like, hey, you want to play the new fucking Deus Ex? Probably... Get it on VR. Yeah, they'll probably do a spin-off or something. Why are we doing Man, any be of cool this? to see a new technology spinning, like, actually creating loads of new franchises. Because that's what will happen, right? Hopefully, yeah. Like, there's an IP that was made specifically for VR, and it turns out to be really good, and then people are like, oh, I can't wait for the next, you know... Uh... And then, it, like, you get spin-offs in other media, and... Yeah. It could happen. Good time. I mean, whenever new, something new is developed, you get big new IPs, right? That's how it works. 100% of the time. In VR, yes. and not just a regular fucking video game. Why are we doing any of this again? When you have to hobble your game to fit the experience rather than create an experience from your game. Uh, so, by being in VR, you're automatically hobbled. I find that interesting. Because couldn't I just say, like, a, a book is hobbled compared to a movie or vice versa? Yeah. Uh, certain aspects VR can't do, I guess, that normal games can, but there's a lot of things normal games can't do that VR can as well, so. Yeah, I was going to say, you could make this exact same argument the other way around for games that aren't in VR. It's a different medium. I think, that, I think that's a common theme th throughout this video, is he's judging VR as if it's like, you know, you can pop in Gears of War, Call of Duty, and VR blah blah blah. And it's like, well, that's you're switching over to a whole different thing. And it's like, nope, they're all the same, really. You're doing shit the wrong way round. And that's always been my biggest issue whenever some new wave of the future tech rolls around. They put demoing the tech first and making the game second. The result Don't they need to demo the tech first? No. I think he I think he's trying to isn't he trying to like say like, you know, they the gate using like, the game motion controls or whatever comes oh, like at the expense of the game of the game itself. Like they're focusing gimmicks instead of making a game that's Yeah. 
I mean, in this stage, especially when you made this video, I don't know, that seemed like the right thing to do. You gotta figure everything out and see what about it is the stuff that people want. Um, and I'm pretty sure they were. You know, I, I guess if, if they have a full-fledged game like the, uh, the Until Dawn one, but its gimmick is that it's an on-rail shooter, would that count then as a, ten de a tech demo? A tech demo? Or would that be full-fledged? I don't know. I was just using tech demo as words for bad bad thing. Yeah, that's, that's the, the key underlining. For and, it. and as I said earlier, some tech demos can evolve into, like, you know, amazing shit, just because the, the one gimmick they had was so good. I have a feeling that Superhot probably started that way. Oh, my. Yeah, Wasn't it browser-based Superhot at first? I played it when it was still a startup. I can't remember much. It was cool. It was like, it was a Kickstarter, I think. Yeah. It was like three levels of... It was better then. It got, it got way up its own ass when it released fully. Wait, uh, Dust Bullshit said, I can't yank the mag out of other people's guns and put them in my own gun in PC Counter-Strike, but I can in VR. That yeah, sounds yeah, amazing. I it, 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 yeah, I think you can in Pavlov. That... <laughs> oh, fuck it, wait. Can awesome. you do that to, like, opponents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume so. Cool as fuck. That would be really annoying cool. if you're doing it to your allies. Well, I was gonna say, <laughs> if you do it to your allies, this situations where that might be handy, like, you're a better shot, but, you know. <laughs> Just imagine your buddy's about to shoot somebody, you pull the ammo out. <laughs> <laughs> Go get him, buddy. Results are less intuitive, less convenient, less fun experiences. Very few games I've played are actually able to demonstrate that they're better as a result of the VR. Examples. And they wouldn't be superior if they just built as traditional Whoa. experiences instead. That. And even the VR games I like, and sure, yeah, I, I like a couple, I really like a couple. I like how you had to acknowledge that because this has essentially been a complete takedown video he's like oh yeah by the way actually yeah. some fun in there <laughs> you're like oh I'm, I'm just watching pavlov highlights right now i'm just like yeah this is, looks it looks fun <laughs> no vr gay i can only turn my head around and be amazed that the world exists behind me so many times before i properly get over it and what happens when i get over doesn't that sound more like it's just not for him at this point i mean yeah, yeah. yes I mean, well, yeah, I say that knowing full well that that's the case, but, you know. ...that sense of wonder, all this shit will likely end up in the corner with my Kinect and my fucking gamepad. As an elevator pitch, virtual reality sounds like a fertile flatbed for unlimited possibilities, but when and you look is. at the games built primarily for VR, you start to realise just how limited it actually is. And it right well, looking at the first um, wave of games is not indicative of the technology's limits. If you say that about literally any fucking console or PC gear that came out, you'd be wrong. Yeah. If you said that about video games as a medium, you know, like, oh, it's just a bunch, it's just like 10 pixels on a screen moving up and down, pong, wow, so impressive. <laughs> How is this going to be better than TV? If you look at video it's... games as a whole, they seem to be a flatbed for creativity, but then you look at pong and you realize that it's very limited. You're like, no. <laughs> How is this better than playing table tennis? Yeah, that's true. And table tennis has, you know, good graphics, good FPS compared, uh, you have multiple players. Uh, table tennis um, is, it excludes the disabled. Oh, fuck. Well, and Pong it is. <laughs> 
amounts to more or less the same bullshit we saw six years ago when Sony and Microsoft were desperately trying to convince us the Move and Connect were worth a shit. It's so very fitting, in fact, that PSVR uses the resurrected corpses of Move controllers, an apt reminder of VR's roots and probable future. Or a sign of progression. Trying to uh, figure out oh, what well, works and what doesn't. Well, it's, it's, it's more of a... It lets you use Sony's uh, less... Well, uh, Sony's earlier attack and you can use it for the new stuff. It's, yeah, you don't have nice to rebuy. Build. That'd be neat. A, you'll always find a way to spit it as a bad thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, rip. <laughs> Ultimately, for all the hype and drooling over the big VR machines, the most consistently convenient and accessible VR experience has come from mobile offerings like cardboard, gear, and... Is that true? Uh, you just said it's true, so is it true? <laughs> like, I don't know. What, what, what exactly is true? The, 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 well, I'll just play it again. When Sony and Microsoft were desperately trying to convince us the Move and Connect were worth a shit. It's so very fitting, in fact, that PSVR uses the resurrected corpses of Move controllers, an apt reminder of VR's roots and probable future. Ultimately, for all the hype and drooling over the big VR machines, the most consistently convenient and accessible VR experience has come from. Consistently convenient and accessible. Of course it's the most accessible, it's the cheapest it's and you get like of, fucking cardboard a, or a headset It's a thing. piece of cardboard! Of course it's convenient and accessible. That's, yeah, I had misinterpreted that as him trying to say like it was better, but it's like I guess it is better yeah, in those it, regards. Yeah, yeah, those are the pros of it. It's cheap, like really cheap. Assuming you already have a smartphone, super cheap. <laughs> yeah, at that point, you just, like I said, some of them already need that cardboard fucking thing. Like, come on. For mobile. You could probably build like, one yourself. I think, I think people they, have. <laughs> sure, you do, yeah. Cardboard gear and presumably daydream. Simpler, yes, but cheaper, easier to use, less of a mess. S simpler, easier to use, less of a mess. Like, all three of those things are, can mean the same thing. Yeah, and. and one of the pieces of the footage that he had highlighted in that, um, I've seen it, Jess has got it, or my girlfriend's got it on her uh, her phone. Um, literally, you just point it at the star or in the sky, and based off of your uh, GPS and like you know uh, whatever stars are in the well in your point of view, it like shows up like a little highlight of a of the, well the star sign, you know. And literally, if you you don't even have to be in VR mode to use that, you just kind of like like kind of just look up at the sky and just go, oh look. There's the such and such over there, and there's such and such over there. It, that's not. <laughs> I like to... how he says that the consistently more reliable and enjoyable thing is yeah, like it, yeah, yeah. apparently wearing your phone to look at the stars <laughs> instead of just looking at them. Like, yeah, it's not even. Like, that's not even in a game. It, that's that's not even like <laughs> an immersive experience. It's literally just to go. Oh, look at the nice sky. Look at all the stars. That's literally it. You know, it's it's. Cool. <laughs> I want to highlight as well, by the way, the whole because this is a throwback to fucking episode like eight or whatever. But uh, when when TRO said narrative tripling in whatever bullshit he said in in the in the Quinton video, that, when you're writing uh, videos, like I'm, I'm sure all of you are already aware of this. I mean, yeah, Alex and Frankie. But when when you're like trying to describe why something is better or worse than another thing, having three reasons is great because it makes it sound like there's a lot of it. It's a pattern. It's it's just that's it's What's the, the case. Of three? Yeah, right. It applies to a shit ton of things. And so if all you've got to say is that, well, I mean, it's easier to use. It's like, okay, what else can you say? Uh, it's easier to, like, uh, put together. You're like, okay, that's two. It's like, uh, it's easier sort of approach. 
And then you're like, aren't all three of those the same thing? Nope. <laughs> Just say all three of them. Yeah. It makes it sound like it's so much better. You'll have casual listens, they'll be like, shit, man, yeah, the mobile one is way better. And that's embarrassing, because yeah, mobile uh, bad. Yeah, and the experience... Yeah, the, 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 it's a complete experience. I've 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 used the, I've used one of the Samsung headsets as well, and yeah, it, it's literally tech demos as as you might as Jim said, and just oh like this horror one where you're just sat in a bed and like you're just in the bedroom and you're just watching like a doll just kind of like poke his head out of like the cupboard and then like under the bed kind of shit. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's really it's really meh. I I. I don't see the point of it on on phones for the most part. I, but I don't know. I'm not aware of any software or games that are like you know could use it. But then you know, gaming on mobile phones is a mm, thing in anyway. I'm I'm at the comment section of the video now, and I'm just seeing two equally bad takes clash with each other. And oh yeah, what like, are they? one person saying, "Oh, you're exactly right. They are privileged goggles." And then someone else is coming back with, no, basically anyone who can't afford them just needs to work harder and then they'll be fine. It's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, one person is like, yeah, fuck these, fuck this gimmicky shit. It's just uh, a state symbol for privileged people. And then someone else going, uh, exact quote, hang on. Um, anyone who wants to get it can. If they cannot, it's because they. It's not because of privilege. It's just because they don't work hard enough. Jeez. I'm glad that we've got the the best takes on the video. There you oh, go. Jesus, yeah. Consistently convenient and accessible VR experiences come from mobile offerings like cardboard gear and presumably daydream. Simpler, yes, but cheaper, easier to use, less of a mess, and the phones they attach to already trade in smaller, less intricate games, so you don't feel like anything was sacrificed in the process of making them. Plus, it's way easier to get pawned for that shit, and that's an incredibly crucial point. After spending okay. the last few minutes shitting all over virtual reality, you may think I hate it. I don't. Well, yes. I despise the HTC Vive, but I don't hate VR as a concept. I have had fun with games like Until Dawn Rush of Blood and a couple of other PSVR games I can't yet talk about. But a common thread running through the games I've enjoyed most is that they'd mechanically work just as well if the VR wasn't part of them. Rush of Blood works as a silly arcade light gun shooter. Yeah, but that's a part of the experience of VR is to have the world attached to your face as opposed to you can look around your room and suddenly not be in the game. Yeah. So, so, like, the idea that it's like, it can function as a normal game, it's like, yeah... But it would lose something. Yeah. It would lose and, something that it had. And then the motion control aspect of you aim at targets to shoot them, as opposed to uh, using a mouse. You know, th there's it's something like, there too. Well, 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 the thing to think about is the position and use of the camera, uh, from, like, you know, obviously in first-person games, that's the closest that you'll get to what a VR experience is anyway. But then you've also got it... Uh, you also got to add in uh, shit like uh, you know, like head tilted, like you know, in fact, you actually like you can turn your head upside down and look at whatever you're looking at, you know. Yeah. It, um, whilst in the FPS, you know, you you know, you can't normally unless like unless it's like a flight sim or something like that, you can't really pitch uh, uh, the X and Y axes. Oh well, whichever is the tilt axes, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> this is literally like watching a movie and then go and then like walking out and going, okay, so why wasn't that a book? So you don't really <laughs> lose all that down. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I know. I, I try my best not to be a twat when I'm like watching something or or, or reading something, and I always thinking, oh, it would have been better as a book. Oh, it would have been better as a manga. It would have been better as a film. 
just like stop. There's you remove the aspects that, that make it VR. Like it could have been. Yeah. So therefore, it should have been. Yeah. The VR wasn't part of them. Rush of Blood works as a silly arcade-like gun shooter. I, I also like that when he says that he absolutely shows a game that would be worse if it wasn't in VR, like the one with yeah. the the ball bouncing. Oh, that yeah. totally wouldn't work with like a controller or whatever. I mean, it can. It's just well, the, yeah, the, the perspective. Worse. Yeah, the perspective would be different and it wouldn't be as fun. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know what we could say about it, because this is the thing, if you have even WASD, you can just control the fucking thing that way, but you could clearly tell it, it was being done with motion, like, it almost looked like his eyes, like, wherever he looked, uh, the target went, which is, yeah. can't really do that without VR, so. This is a multiplayer cock game, and again, this is the same situation we had over the cock? I don't know. I th I don't know if that was to do with the fact that he said he played games that he can't talk about yet. Maybe like early access stuff, I don't know. A decade ago, with motion control that the game industry refuses to learn its lesson over. Make the good game first. Worry about the gimmicky accoutrement afterwards. And if Well, if they're trying to show off what the point of VR is over another thing, and they just release a game that plays like a normal game, that's it. Like, they're not really uh, showing off why you should get VR instead of just why you should get that game. So I totally get why there's going to be a focus on the mechanics that relate to VR in the games that release on VR. Because even I would be, like, let's just say that, I don't know, a really good game comes out on VR and you play it and you're like, I didn't really need VR for this. Like, there was nothing in it that had much at all to do with VR outside of, I guess you'd still have the, you can look inside the world, you can have the thing attached to you. I don't know, it's it's strange, because I, I we're going to want VR aspects, right? We, we actually do want the gimmicks, it's the whole reason we pick up VR in the first place. As opposed to just playing on PCs? That was my assumption. Yeah. I don't know. I know he's saying because it's at the cost of the game being good, and I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know that that's true. Like, pretty sure we could have good games add VR gimmicks in them as well. And hopefully well, watching... they become full-fledged enough to not be gimmicks, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, like, I'm watching Pavlov right now, and it's clearly cloning, like, Counter-Strike uh, Go or source in terms of like you know aesthetic and the design but then it, it's purely from a vr point and it's like yeah it, it could be done in traditional game style but the whole point of this one is that is vr and it looks it actually looks really fun actually <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have been mentioning it if it turns out your game works better without the gimmicks, don't fucking use them! There is fun to be had with virtual reality. I fully, happily, cheerily admit it. But with so many barriers to entry and so many problems getting in the way of the experience, so many hindrances put between the player and the game, its long-term worth is something I feel has been vastly overestimated by the zealous cult that's grown up around the technology. That might be true. I don't know what the zealous cult have been saying about VR, to be honest with you. I'm just liking that he's saying there's no predicting the future, but like you could have done it a lot better than this. <laughs> he still he does this whole thing. He constantly does it. There's no predicting the future, but despite what the old saying says, past events can be a pretty good indicator of future performance. Well, yeah. If past experience has taught me anything about these cult breeding innovations in tech. It's like Earth has never been burnt to a crisp, so that's never going to happen, right? Isn't yeah. everything like a like a uh, have like a, a little a, a niche piece of technology first and then it grows? Like surely smartphones when they first you know you could have made the first oh, month that smartphones be, were around. Like PDAs, they used to be PDAs. 
mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And they when blackberries were cool. displays of affection. No, the PDA personal like it's personal. <laughs> He's fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> Got the zealous cult of VR versus the toxic brood. Oh, to be fair, I didn't. I don't know what PDA stands for in that context, but I know what it is. Personal data anus. Yeah. Oh. Just gonna let that sit there. All right. <laughs> Taught me that the more people scream about something being the future, the more likely it is to become ancient. Everything history. becomes ancient history eventually. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That's how time works. What is that mask of, by the way? Does anyone know? Uh. Uh. Is that the? Is Free, that, is the that your skull? No. It's, uh, <laughs> Is that, is that like the, I don't know what it's called, Jersey something, I um, don't know. Uh, 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 uh. Folks, we have a lot of fun I, on the yeah. position, don't I think you could just pause the rest of it, I don't think he's gonna... I'm curious oh, like his what outro. the rest of it is. Yeah, yeah, it's just gonna be outros and, skit and shit now, probably. <laughs> I, well, I, I've just been watching this guy sh- uh, shoot people in uh, Pavlov with a, uh, a car night, yeah, it looks really fun. <laughs> people are just saying it's just a bird skull. I thought it was like a reference to... Bring his skull. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you got it. Don't we? Um, funnily enough, after I edited the main. Oh, what direction did the thrust video, go in? I went to go and play some Downward. more the VR stuff because I'm reviewing VR games for thegymquisition.com. Don't know if you. Yeah, right. I guess we are pretty much done. But yeah. Um, VR's doing fine, from what I understand, and it's probably going to get better uh, and cheaper. And then. It'll be interesting to see what effect Steam's uh, vision will have, and um, it'll only it'll happen one day. It'll start to sell really well. People, more people will hear about it, and we'll check out videos people using it and be like, "Oh fuck, maybe there's maybe we should check this out instead of buying, um, you know, whatever else." And it, and I think the it's traced back it traced back to uh, this generation that came out when you made this video, and as much as they failed previously. Uh, Think that we would to expect them to do pretty well, uh, the ones that are out now, and they have been surviving. They haven't like uh, crashed or anything. Mm. Ta-da! We did it. First video of the 24-hour stream completed. We're already double the length of a normal podcast. Um, that, you know, normal people do. We're nearly <laughs> up to an average length of an EFAP in like an hour or so. God, we're so pathetic. I where's, know. Where's Rags? I don't know. Send your messages. Um, He's just forgotten. <laughs> He's like, it's tomorrow, right? And I'm like, oh god. Um, so I guess that knocks that one out of the running. And this was going to be one that I was going to have rags for, but I mean, all all of us have seen this film, and um, they it, it it's this this is this oh, should right. be a good one. Uh, right. So this was this was cool. This is this is actually a contentious topic. But I, I think that uh, we'll be able to discuss it at length here, because me and Fringy know this film back to front. Uh, Alex likes it, for sure. I know that, and so does Jay. Uh, I, Jay probably knows it pretty well, too. This video is called, Why Captain America Civil War Sucks. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh that, is, is this the video by that guy? Which guy? The, the guy that we mentioned earlier. No. Oh. Recognize this? No, I don't, I don't think so, no. The guy who I... made the video about why Spider Verse is bad. Oh no, that's David Stewart. No, I don't. I don't have his video. Do you mind a sec? I gotta go to the toilet. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go for it. it. We'll have a chat while we. <laughs> that's not allowed. 
out. Racist. Jeez. The what? Use a oh. catheter. He's not evolved. He's an evolved critic. But use a what? Catheter. Yeah. Why do you not know what things yeah. are, Jake? Oh, I do know what that is. Why do you know what that yeah, is? I, I, I thought it was in re I thought I, I assumed for some reason that that was in reference to the video, and I'm like, hang on, what? I must have misheard that. Um, and yeah, <laughs> memes are gonna have to be delayed until Rags gets here. Like, I don't know oh, what else to really say. Keen. I know. Really I might be asleep by then. Two hours and 19 minutes. Someone send I a carrier pigeon to Rags. Desperately await the memes. And the quiz. Yeah, that's the oh, other yeah, thing yeah. I really want to do. Too. Um, you know what, while, while we're waiting for Alex, I need to find... This, this video has like a plot summary that's weird, and then it goes into criticisms, so we're gonna have to find that... Interpreted for all the uh. fluff and padding this film tries to deceive you with, um. this film is not about the Avengers 4 oh. teams. It is Maybe, maybe oh. we're there already. Let me go back a bit. Actually, Civil War oh. was advertised I've seen this. as... Alright, we'll stay here. Oh yeah? What did you think of it, Shay? I don't remember. I just I recognize the style. Maybe I've seen another of this guy's videos. Well then, I'll start to it. I had to start, otherwise I'll never be able to make it for the twenty-four hours. Are you kidding me? I'm a I'm a specialist. Yeah, I have seen this. I have seen this video. Are you excited? I, I don't I'm remember not. it very well. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. We'll start here. Like I said, I'm pretty sure it's a plot summary up to this. Is a film about heroes clashing, about a penultimate decision that would ripple down through every character. But this was false advertising at its finest. A penultimate finest. decision. The only Why do you say that? See, should I be going from the What's beginning or should I? Well, actually, no reason not to go from the beginning, right? Unless it's All just right, like fine, boring we're doing stuff it. to cut out. Hopefully, we can long ago listen to most of the one man bit. stood against the masses and told a great truth. The man oh. was cast out by the masses because of this, but promised to return should the need arise to speak his mind once Video more. Video starts with him jacking himself up. <laughs> and the masses rejoiced. They hated him because he told the truth. <laughs> I love that. Voice <laughs> the thought of never seeing him again. But alas, the man returns once more to fulfill his greatest promise. Why couldn't you just use music from Civil War? Why are you using the Avengers theme? Maybe that's a subtle jab at how it's like an Avengers film, I don't know. Uh, um, Alright. Yeah, again, to clarify, this is called Why Captain America Civil War Sucks. So, it's, he's taking uh, a stand, like, if he had said why it's, you know, it's okay or something, I'd be like, yeah, it's probably gonna be like, but sucks, it's like, oof. It's to be, yeah. Does he mean it gives us the suck? Yes. Ooh. Isn't this copyrighted? Yeah, maybe. Calm down with the music. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Like an abused spouse, I return again to brace against the crowd of Marvel fanboys. And no, I couldn't just be that the uh, movie's actually good. I, no, I get Marvel called a Marvel fanboy, and as much as that may be accurate in terms of how I might define a fanboy, like, to the fact that I've ripped into Marvel films a lot count for nothing? <laughs> like, well, it's like, I mean... Generally, like, my view is that there are only about seven or eight of them that I consider to be really good. And then there's, like, you know, seven or eight that are okay. And then there's about six or seven that are complete garbage, if I've got my numbers right. Yeah, because well, yeah, we did have a look at it all, didn't we? Like, we were yeah. curious where the line is like, drawn. And funnily enough, the ones that are the worst are the ones that made the most money, with the exception of Civil War. 
like Black Panther, Captain Marvel, um, Iron Man three, Iron Man three. Yeah. yeah, they're the most successful standalone ones. How did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Claim to the heavens why I feel Captain America so oh, why I feel is the worst Marvel film. Well, it's his opinion, guys. You can't criticize it. I'm not saying that's what he's saying. I'm kidding. Yeah. As of this video's upload. I know a handful of you have been eagerly awaiting this video, so I'd like to explain why it's taken me longer than usual to get it out there. I've spent the last few weeks with my personal team of lawyers trying to work out these larger companies and prevent them from blocking my videos immediately when I upload them. Well, uh, use clips of under 10 seconds. There you go. I say under 8 seconds just to be careful. That's the fucking Game of Thrones video has been a nightmare. I kind of want to put that in the top comment uh, pinned. Or be like, there is no portion of this video that is a constant source of Game of Thrones that goes beyond like 7.5 seconds. And you might not think that watching it, but that's true. It's a nightmare to get it done. <laughs> After much consulting, I believe I have finally come up with the solution. I introduce to you all the Fair Use Screen, TM. Everything I place in this screen is off limits to the legal teams of these larger companies. Not only that, but I've also managed to squeeze into the design some well. Anyway, back to the intro. Right. I Is that supposed to be annotations or...? I don't know. Maybe. Chanting of those I keyboard warriors preparing to go... Man, this video starts off defensive, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. What is he if me? not a keyboard warrior? I don't know. We're all keyboard warriors. We fight with our keyboards, right? Slash microphones. Stop acting like you are warriors. Okay, what's, <laughs> I got the quote right. Oh yeah, holy, he, he just went and described me and uh, Rags as like holy warriors fighting for a crusade. Uh, wow, that's a bit of an overreaction. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. Over I my love that he again. thinks it's so like make EFAP this... is like the third crusades busting into Jerusalem. In hopes of calming yeah, all you fanboys down and encouraging oh, yeah, Jesus Christ, before you Civil War is on a technical level damn near perfect. I uh, what do you mean by that? Technical I level. Gonna, I know he's gonna breeze through it, but I would like it to well, explain he's, what he, he means. He just said the pacing. It's well paced. Well, pacing isn't technical. Pacing is. I'm sick of pacing. <laughs> oh, it's paced well. Dude, I hope I hope my ukulele video put you onto a, that even more. Yeah. The amount of fucking people who say the pacing's bad without qualifying it. It's like <laughs> the thing is, like, here's an example. Uncharted Four has poor pacing in the first half. Why is that? Well, if you were to replay it again, you'd have to deal with like two hours of non-gameplay stuff, walking, talking, picking up items. It's boring. I was like, and even that's not a very good argument. Like, it's a pretty it's better. Shallow. It's better than nothing for you. I would say the pace, better, pacing's bad. Pacing technical means like visual and sound, right? As in, like, I can see what's happening. The sound is well balanced. Not pacing. Pacing is like the writing. I think so, he means like <laughs> things that you can things that you can uh, place a standard on. Let's see what he says. Let's let's give him an opportunity. The pacing, the cinematography, the choreography, the acting, everything was above and it's beyond that an average Marvel film. So I do have to give props to the film for that. My issues with the film extend far deeper than the visuals, however. So I'm going to start off with a quick plot recap, followed by an in-depth analysis to the core themes in uh, Civil War. Okay. Of course, if you want to skip the quick recap, 
you can always click the time code. Can you put the numbers so I could have done that? <laughs> nah, but, you know. He probably does have annotations. They got booped out of videos, so. Yeah. Oh, that was a really fun no, okay. thing that YouTube did. Did you see, like, their excuse for removing annotations was that no one used them anymore? What? They oh, stopped yeah. people from using them for, like, a year. But, wow. Yeah, like, but I was, was going to say, but that, that wouldn't be an argument to get rid of all of them, though, would it? It would be an argument to... Yeah, I know. So they, <sighs> people stopped using them for, like, I don't know. They, they stopped you from being able to put them into new videos for like a year. And then after that, they went, it looks like people have stopped using annotations. We're going to remove the <laughs> videos. Oh, How incompetent. Let's get to the plot synopsis. Opens in 1991, Winter Soldier's program by Hydra sent on an extraction mission to obtain Super Soldier formula. Intro, Lagos. Captain it's... America and squad deal with Crossbones. Marvel shows maturity by bringing outside. a villain from a previous film. Crossbone dies. What the fuck? Tony is sad. Then gets I, why did he for the... gloss over like the catalyst hey. for the plot? Honestly, I kind of want to just skip this bit because I want to get to his points because all of yeah. the problem with summarizing like this is that we go, well, what about this? He's like, guys, he's like he's doing a bit. Like, uh, okay, uh, so we'll just yeah. have to wait until he's serious, I guess. The death of her son. Avengers HQ. Wanda grieves over her mistake. Secretary of Defense yells at everyone. Uh, Kobe Accords. Yeah. Cleveland. Zemo finds a book and wants information on December 16, 1991. Hail Hydra. Avengers HQ. Sokovia Accords. Deep gets a text. Peggy died. London. Peggy's funeral. Also Peggy's niece. Vienna. UN meeting. The thing is, Black this Panther. is completely useless as an actual plot summary, so yeah, the only uh, reason this is here is for comedy. Because I was going to say, the people who haven't seen the movie will be confused as fuck, and the people who have are kind of just like, okay. Yeah. I'm in the, the okay explosion. cap right now. Yeah, same. <laughs> Bucky did it. Everyone wants Bucky. Zemo can read. Bukharst. Steve stalks Bucky. Please find Bucky. The Raid Redemption 3. Black Panther. Fight. Car chase. Jail. Vision wants to fuck Wanda. Also, she's confined to Avengers HQ. Berlin. Bucky is locked up. Steve, Sam, and Panther are slapped on the wrist. Tony and Steve in room. Civil War. Zemo. Somehow. Interrogates Bucky. EMP. Bucky's reprogrammed. Everyone fights Bucky. Steve kidnaps Bucky. Zemo goes to Moscow. Bucky reveals to Steve and Sam that there are more winter soldiers in Moscow. Sam knows a guy. Oh, no. <laughs> Tony is given 36 hours to bring in Steve, Bucky, and Sam. Oh, Tony needs backup. Queens! Spider-Man! Avengers HQ. Hawkeye! Wait, no one cares about you. Wanda uh, betrays Vision because the script needs her to. Airport fight! Paul Rudd is national treasure. Zemo lets people find out about his retarded uh, plan. Wasn't that a joke that CinemaSins did? I don't... I don't... This is the thing about this section. The only reason I'm playing this section out instead of skipping uh, it is because I don't know when it ends, so... Which joke, sorry? Which this, one for you? It must be nearly over. It must be nearly over. Oh, the joke, um... Paul Rudd's a national treasure. I specifically you know, I remember think that. I think they did do that one. They did. They said he's a national treasure and they took off a sin. So that, that seems less like a reference and more like just, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's that. I'm just waiting for when he gets to. He's going to make points. Imagine stealing he's a joke it. from Cinema Sins. Revealed, and everyone's a moron for oh, not realizing not, the face swap tech is a thing it. and that Bucharest is like 11 hours away from Vienna. So there's no fucking way Bucky could have done it. Tony goes. Wait, that's actually a criticism. Let's go back. Fight! Paul Rudd Ow. is a national treasure. Zemo lets people find out about his retarded plan. Steve and Bucky fly to Moscow. Part of Zemo's plan is revealed and everyone's a moron for not realizing the face swap tech is a thing and that Bucharest is like 11 hours away from Vienna, so there's no fucking way Bucky could have done it. It doesn't matter if he did it or not. Iron Man actually said this. It's the, the optics. The whole thing. As far as the world is aware, Bucky did it. It doesn't matter if he actually did it or not. That's a good point. Hang on, just... The face swap thing should be so much of a bigger thing in the MCU than it is now. It's um, gonna be like it's like the time travel. It was in Winter Army. Soldier as well. Well, yeah, but in Civil War they said prosthesis. They didn't say it was the same holographic tech. Why would he have that? I don't know. Why would anyone it's gonna, have it's it? It's gonna be like it's gonna be like the uh, the time travel thing. 
I mean, it probably is. There, there are so many situations, I'm sure, where it would have been immensely useful, but they just didn't um, use it. Because in, Avengers movies, in Avengers movies, also, where... People are questioning Bucharest being 11 hours from Vienna. I, I don't know how far away I it is. I don't know that either. My geography is, uh, is worse than my biology, let's put it that way. I'm not European, so... Bucharest, Vienna flights, 1 hour and 40 minutes. I guess he means 11 hours by car. But why would we assume that Bucky can't travel by many different manners? Nah, no. He just has a joke. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, that seems like a weird point thinking about it. Like, we don't know how, how Bucky can travel, unless what I just well, searched was inaccurate, I don't know. No way are they 11 hours apart. Whether it's 11 hours is, doesn't really matter. 12 hour drive, map says. Yeah, so why couldn't okay. he have gone on a plane? Does he have a passport? Mm. Airport security. <laughs> Why couldn't he fake it? He's the Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, but what about his metal arm? Wouldn't yeah. that, like, go where, off? Where are... Oh, that's... Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> you surely... But there are people with prosthetics in real life that have to just be like, oh, yeah, I've got a metal arm, or, yeah, I've got a metal <laughs> arm. But like, <laughs> most people's prosthetic, uh, prosthetic arms can't crush No, not if, it's the, not if it's the bone. Like, if you have a bone replaced... I guess they would see it, though. Yeah, the metal detectors would present a problem. That's interesting. I, mean, I, I want to see that play out now. I want them to be like, I wonder if they would be like, oh, that's your prosthetic arm, or they would be like, you know, hey, it's... No, you can't, you can't have a metal arm. Stop it. Well, I was like, if, I don't know, if, if he had like... <coughs> I don't know, I don't think there's a way to do it. Um, the thing is, though, if he's working with... You know, whoever we think he may, be, may or may not be working with. He's obviously doing terrorist attacks. Then we could assume he's funded. He could have some kind of private helicopter. There's a lot of different things that could happen to get him to travel to that distance. Why do we assume he's limited to a car? Could he actually just take the arm off and put it in the tray? Oh shit, yeah. We don't know if that's possible. <laughs> we don't know. Well, I'm, I'm suggesting we don't even know that he had to have the metal arm. Could he oh, not I'm have not. a. <laughs> I mean, fuck, this is the thing. Put, if, it, if, put his arm in the hold luggage. If, someone, if someone's criticism assumes limitations, then we have to actually explore if these limitations are valid. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's, just, it's just whether Bucky could get through airport security debate. It's just like, come on. <laughs> I feel like that would be a really good comedy gag. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that in Russo's well, They uh, can movie. still do it. Parted plan. Stephen Bucky fly to Moscow. Part of Zemo's plan is revealed, and everyone's a moron for not realizing the face swap tech is a thing, and that Bucharest is like 11 hours away from- And besides, uh, even if you're fully aware of face swap tech being a thing, that does not, not now mean that you never assume anyone's committed any crimes. You don't go like, well, just, just because we've got him on video doesn't mean shit, because it could have been a face swap. It's like, well, we still have to fucking bring him in, which is all they wanted to do yeah. with Winter Soldier. They didn't want to kill him. Until... Well, how many variations are of like super serum that makes you stronger exist in the MCU? It's like there's there's always new shit, or there's always different tech being used that does that, that does the similar thing or whatever. From Vienna, so there's no fucking way Bucky could have done it. Tony goes to Moscow. Steve, Bucky, and Tony agree to take Zemo down. Zemo's full retarded plan is revealed. Tony is sad. Tony is mad. Fight, kiss, and make up. Captain America: Civil War is a mixed bag. The unanimous decision is the Why film was that amazing. Sucks. It's well, because that's the truth, Fringy. A lot of people have fucked up and thought it was good. 
and oh, there is some truth to that. I do not deny this film is a spectacle and is a well put together film in general, but my opinion of it is undoubtedly in the minority. I find it humorous, fitting, and rather ironic that this film and Batman v Superman released in the same year. Why you might ask? Because these two films suffered from the same fundamental flaw. They both completely failed to dial in and focus on what their films were actually about. Um, uh, no, Batman I just Fail to focus yeah. in on what they're actually about. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the word actually. <laughs> the more and more I watch videos. What was I Batman just... and Superman? What was, what was that actually about? Batman vs. <laughs> Superman, obviously. I just want to hear what? him qualify that with like, you know, actually they're about uh, dealing with uh, losing Conflict. a console. <laughs> They're about. They're about. They're about. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to astrology. We're gonna have to listen to what he's got for flesh on that one. Civil War was advertised as a film about heroes clashing, about a penultimate decision that would ripple down through every character. Why is it penultimate? Penultimate, penultimate decision that would ripple down every character. Why penultimate? Yeah. Penultimate means second last. Yeah, Why second to last. Second last decision. Well, even if he said ultimate decision, I'd be like. The last decision? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I think he might just be trying to throw words at you there. Oh, um, yeah, that's. I feel like that's what's happening. Actually. Actually. <laughs> but this was false advertising. No, okay, so it's not. The film is about heroes clashing. They literally have a fucking fight where they split half and half over their ideals as to what should be done next in terms of their approach as protectors of Earth. They butt heads constantly. There's several arguments between the characters about what they should do. I'm curious if, if it's just that it wasn't explored enough, quote-unquote, or something. Uh, okay. At its finest. The only difference between this film and any number of others that falsely advertise their films is that this film actually believes in its false advertisement. Explain the itself. hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> the film tries so hard to make these characters drift apart, and tries so hard to give the illusion that the plot of this film revolves around this premise, and a lot of people bought into this. Uh, it does. It's- but there's other stuff going on too. Yeah, it's not the only th thread. I'm, uh, I don't really know how to approach breaking this down, I'm confused. You were deceived, but you were deceived into believing the thing they wanted to believe in. Which they believed as well. You're like, oh. <laughs> They the tricked themselves. Said, she said that the movie tries to do the things that are what it's about. And it's like, so it is what it's about then. Yeah. No, it, it fails. Well, you kept saying like, it tries hard as well. It's like, okay. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Is, are, are you giving it, are you giving this shit for fucking attempting to, <laughs> I don't know. Why did you say that name? film oh, revolves God. around this premise, and a lot of people bought into this. At its core, <laughs> they buried it. under layers of fluff, Civil War has two major themes that propel the core plot. Okay. Those two themes being bonds and betrayal. Bonds and betrayal. Those aren't themes. So, uh, I guess you could argue it's a, um, a consistent motif of, of a system yeah, element it would be a it would be a motif theme theme is very uh you can use theme to mean a lot of things i've been criticized for this in my past people like you use theme wrong so like, i don't think you're aware of how many ways you can use the word theme you can use i could say there's a theme of red throughout a film and that if everything is shot in red places i would be accurate a theme means a lot of things like but uh if you were to tell me what the biggest 
like consistent element of of civil war is i'd probably say standing your ground like the film is about everybody sort of uh sticking with their principles their core principles and it leads to all kinds of conflict because everybody has what you would may call moral or uh, respectable principles but they can't coexist um yeah bonds and betrayal mm. i don't know about yeah, betrayal I mean, the only betrayal would be of the I don't know Captain Tell Tony that he knew. I guess, but yeah, but that's I don't know if that's a betrayal, but rather just a failing. Yeah, uh, it does seem like to, to, it's definitely a backstab to Tony, but <clears throat> Cap admits like it was in the in the goal of preventing more pain, really. Mm-hmm. Like not not just for everybody, but for himself. He didn't want to have to deal with that too. Yeah, because. So Surely betrayal means purposely screwing someone over for gain. So, oh yeah, and uh, some people well, are saying... Well, well, it'd be betrayal of trust, wouldn't it? Uh, Olivier said uh, revenge as well. It's like, yeah, vengeance is huge in the movie as well, with Black Panther's yeah. story, Iron Man's ending, and Vimo is the villain of revenge. I'm surprised he didn't say that revenge was a through line. Like, well, I, this I is the problem with themes. Rags had a big rant about this on one of the recent EFAPs. Just like themes are so everywhere, and it's not to say that they're invalid. It's just you need some good references for us to take it seriously, instead of just going Bond's betrayal and I don't know carnivals. We'd be like, uh, I need, I need references. I don't know that. See Bonds. I'm like, what are we doing with Bonds? Like, like yeah, the Avengers are a team. Yes. I'm sorry, we're we gonna say Frank. I, I just feel like it's, he's already sort of got it wrong. Like, it's he's kind of like looking yeah. in the wrong place. And if this is going to be the through... If this is what, like, the review is about, then it's not going to be good. Because he's kind of missed big things. You know, it's well, like, like... Like... Oh, God. I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, it's just like... This is not what the film is really about, I don't think. I mean, I guess I we'll have to like see how he qualifies it, but I, I don't think there's enough in the film that qualifies these more so than revenge or standing your ground. Yeah. These themes can easily be confused with what I said before and be misinterpreted for all the fluff and padding this film tries to deceive you with. This film is not about the Avengers forming teams. It is not about a civil war. This is a film about Steve Rogers and Tony Stark, about their bond, their uh, different- How is it not simultaneously about, about those things? <laughs> Yeah, and like, why would you say it's about them they, alone? There's they are literally the heads of, of each side. Yeah. The hell. It's about them, <laughs> and it's about the rest of them. As if it could like, only be about one or the other. Like, it could only be about those two fighting or the teams fighting. It's like, but no, it's got both. It's like, it seems like when he watched the scene where Black Widow's like, it's more important that we stay together than how we stay together. He's like, oh, that's fluff. That's fluff. They're trying to trick you. It's like <laughs> They're trying to trick uh, you. <laughs> I also like the idea that he tells, like, the Russo brothers, like, this is what your film was about. They're like, huh? <laughs> you bought into your own lies. <laughs> Bring mindsets and beliefs, a betrayal on both sides, and their inevitable divorce. Wait, betrayal on both sides? Um, how did Tony betray Cap? <laughs> What is he? What do you think he's referring to there? Like the fact that I think he's Captain. He's referring to him trying to kill Bucky. But that, as that's, that's betrayal. not betrayal. <laughs> <laughs>
universe. Every other plot thread and character arc is thrown in for various reasons, but I will get into those specifics. Various reasons? I mean, I would argue that they all line up with uh, supporting why each of the heroes fall on each side. Mm-hmm. A little later on. Right now, I want to go back well, I mean, and if analyze. At, if we look at this picture here, right? So we'll start from the like back. Uh, okay, so Hawkeye has a personal investment in Wanda, which is his motivation, but he also just says he disagrees with it. Yeah, I think his would probably be the weakest. Agree. That's why I wanted to start at the back. Yeah, um, and Black Panther's is obvious. He wants to kill Bucky. One he of the strongest on motivations. The <laughs> he doesn't actually care yeah. about the Accords. He just wants to be on the side that can kill Bucky. Um, and Bucky is on Cap's side because Cap's the one defending him and the other guys are coming after him. So and he's, he and he's been falsely him. accused as well. Yeah. Vision has his doctrine of the Avengers create threats. Maybe there's a link. Maybe we do need to be put in check. And also, also he wants everybody to like Wanda because he likes Wanda and he kind of feels like the best way to do that is to be on the Accord side. Yeah, and he said he wants Wanda to avoid catastrophe above all else. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wanda is, she's kind of like, she needs to define herself, she needs to like... Take responsibility for her own actions instead of having someone yeah, exactly. take them for her and tell her where to go. Um, Rhodey is a military man, he just believes... He was already on their side before their side was the thing, basically. Um, Falcon is kind of just on Cap's side because they stick together. I'm not sure if his motive... I think he it would be safe... To, yeah, I think it would be safe to assume that Falcon's uh, principles line up entirely with Cap's. Yeah. Um, Black Widow, we know why. She thinks the team needs to stay together no matter what. Yeah. and she. Uh, I, I think the biggest say... line would be the t uh, one hand on the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And before you do talk about, uh, obviously... Cap and uh, Tony. Obviously, you got Spider Man and Ant Man that are not included in the poster. Right. Um, um, Ant Man's a criminal. Think, yeah, and both of them, I think, are like uh, personal connection or ties. To, well, no, well, no. Uh, well, for Spider Man, his, his connections is to, uh, Tony, isn't it? Than anything else. Yeah, and Ant Man's uh, yeah. He looks up to uh, Steve. Captain America. Yeah. 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 Well, they well they both do that. Yeah. So it's basically personal ties. And there. this is the thing I want to highlight. We just went through. 12 characters? This is a two-hour-and-a-half movie. Like, that's tough. And so, yeah, as much just... as some people might say a couple of those were thin, I'd be like, absolutely. They're not going to be able to fully flesh all of them out, but I'd say you've got more than enough material to work with for essentially all of them except maybe Hawkeye. I, I would like it if yeah. Hawkeye got to tell us something about his motivation that has something to do with what we've seen of him in the past. Um, outside of the Wanda thing, because I think that's fair. Um, I just would. I think I'd like a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, Story arcs but I mean, over the course. Of they've the all got a reason. Really oh, uh, I, I was going to say we don't really need to cover Iron Man and Caprax. They're blaringly no, obvious. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> really highlight why this film revolves around them and only them. These three characters. It doesn't revolve around being Steve Rogers. Them. Bucky Barnes and Tony. Well, it depends on what. I don't even know if that's a criticism. Like, I'd just be like, okay, so the plot is pushed by Cap. Uh, yeah. You could argue Tony's the antagonist, not a villain. He's someone who's responding to all of Cap's actions, and Winter Soldier is someone that Cap is looking after. So, does the plot revolve around them specifically? Technically, yes, I suppose. But we also well, yeah, got well, the wild card of Zemo and then the fucking Accords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Z yeah, Zemo drives the plot more than anyone, I think, but. Yeah, it does. It does revolve around them again. 
two and a half hour film. We can't have a plot revolving around everyone on an individual level to to so, you know. They are the main characters, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, that's just the way it is. <laughs> and then there's a supporting cast of characters that the film is also about, but isn't not as much. Yeah, and they and they get less screen time and less development, but they 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 still get well for the most part. I would say enough just to. Well, to flesh it out anyway, but yeah, this is... Fu- oh, okay. <laughs> Stark. Let's start with Steve Rogers, as he is the centerpiece to all of this. Springboarding off of the previous Captain America film, The Winter Soldier, we find Steve Rogers in a state of mental instability over his long-lost friend-turned-foe, Bucky Barnes, when Crossbones is able to shake Steve with ease at just the mention of Bucky's name. Because he was unable to keep a level head, Steve feels personally responsible for the public outcry when Wanda has to prevent Crossbones from blowing everyone up. Then we're introduced to the Sokovia Accords, which serves to poke Steve and make him question his own beliefs. However... Man, I'm glad you um, did that recap at the start. That prevents him from having to do bits like this. <laughs> Cap Why the fuck was he? His beliefs. He has. He has beliefs. Um. He if anything, it it like beliefs. galvanizes them. Like he was. He was going with X, and then this makes it X turn into like this concrete thing. It's just like yeah. yeah. When Peggy dies, Steve drops everything to fly out to her funeral. Now this is a crucial moment for Steve as a character because Peggy was the last tie Steve had to his old self with the exception of Bucky. If anyone's curious, there's nothing to pause here because I don't disagree with any of this. I don't think anyone would. It's like, yeah, this is pretty straightforward. He's right about it. Losing Peggy not only made Steve feel more distant from everyone else, but also made him feel more distant with himself. It's here that Peggy's niece reestablishes Steve's resolve to stand his ground and fight for what he believes in. It's also around this time that the whole incident with Bucky and the UN meeting occurs. And while this is never directly stated, this is a really tightly structured film. Unapologetic. Right huge yeah. fan of this film. So. <laughs> Nor is it hinted, we can one. safely assume that the reason Steve decides to side with Bucky against all logic is because Bucky is now the against last all logic. Against all logic? Hmm. Hmm. So, so mm. Bucky saved Cap at the end of Winter Soldier and then left. And so Cap was like, that's what he talks about here. He's like, why did you save me? He knows that Bucky's in there. I mean, I think Captain America's view is of redemption. He believes in Bucky. He believes that he can be redeemed. He believes Absolutely, that yeah. he's still Bucky. You know, like, he's with him till the end of the line. It's not, you know, their best nah. friends. He even nah. says that in the movie. <laughs> I'm just hear it again in case... So around this time that the whole incident with Bucky and the UN meeting occurs, and while this is never directly stated, nor is it hinted, we can safely assume that the reason Steve decides to side with Bucky against all logic is because Bucky is now the last tie Steve has to his old self. A tie that was and is much stronger than Peggy could ever be to Steve as a character because Bucky was his best friend. Now let's take a look at Tony Stark and his role. <laughs> nah, that didn't age well when he left Bucky to go spend his life with Peggy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, Peggy was his best female friend, his lover. <laughs> he got the boobies. Bucky don't have the boobies. In the film, the first time we see Tony Stark in the film is within a simulation of the last time he saw his parents alive. For obvious reasons, this plays a major role into the final confrontation at the end of the film. But going beyond that, this introduction also paints a much more vulnerable Tony. Than we're used to seeing in previous. It also sets up Mysterio. Mm, technically, yes. 
previous Iron Man films, Tony has been extremely reluctant to admit any feelings beyond hostility and disbelief toward his father. Any time we got close to seeing a more emotional side of him, he would quickly retreat behind a thick layer of armor, both literally- What about the scene where he's like, 20 years later, you're still taking me to school? That was pretty open. I mean, what well, was in front of people, but- I'm willing to accept that he's reserved emotionally. I think that's all he's trying to say oh, here. Sure. I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him have yeah. that. Really and figuratively. Now, however, we get to see a more genuine moment with Tony and a public moment at that. Tony is wounded and feels great remorse, shame, and regret. On top of this, it is revealed that Tony and Pepper have either split up for good or have gotten into no. a fight of concerning proportions. This too leaves Tony wounded and alone. And then as if it couldn't get any worse, we are then introduced to the final nail in the coffin for Tony, personal blame from a grieving mother over the death of her son. By the time the accords are brought up, Tony has already made up his mind on the subject and every action he makes throughout the film is in direct response to this to try and ease his internal pain by preventing another mistake. The fact that they chose to have Pepper leave Tony means that he's lost his only real emotional anchor. If you recall back in the first Iron Man film, Tony started off as a wildly different character than the Tony we had even back in the first Avengers film. A large cause of that change was his dependency on Pepper. So remove her from the equation, and we are left with a Tony Stark that is struggling to latch on to any anchor, but has nothing- Again, I don't disagree with any of this, just- FYI, I'm just like, we're we getting there, we're getting there. I'm just like no watching way. this thinking about how much I need to rewatch the first Iron Man. Rewatch anything with Iron Man in it, even even three to make Civil War even better. Nah. Oh. <laughs> I, Civil War won't I, I work without three. I just, there. it's just three. They took the good parts of three, the good concepts of three. Does it, mm -hmm. Do you think it's possible to edit a good three? No. Hmm. You've got so many bad elements. Yeah. Just a like three. That is, of course, <laughs> until he latches onto Steve. Tony and Steve never had a formal friendship, perhaps mutual respect for one another, but their relationship has always been more of a rivalry. And it's this unhealthy rivalry that Tony clings to and thrives on, which only serves to bring him more pain when his resolve aims him directly in the way of Steve and his resolve. Now, let's take a look at Bucky Barnes, as this is the character that largely serves as the narrative glue, but also serves as the instigator for the downfall of Steve and Tony's relationship. The film opens intentionally with Bucky and his secret mission. The film opens intentionally with Bucky. Well, like, it, it could have been an accident, but nope. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. Fuck. It's Bucky. Yeah. I imagine directors direct take their first shots extremely seriously. It's funny. The Russos were watching, like, the film at the premiere, and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Look at each other. <laughs> oh, His mission, we later discover, involved the murder of Tony's mother and father. This was a smart plot device, but unfortunately is also the film's greatest downfall. Oh. More on that a bit later. Bucky oh. represents the theme of betrayal, oh. and every action his character takes in the film only strengthens that theme of betrayal and comes... Bucky represents betrayal, and every action he takes Ow. strengthens the theme of betrayal. Well, surely he's about to justify that. But to like, a dramatic Bucky close during the choice. film's final How fight. Bucky's role in the film is easy enough to follow along in regards to Tony's arc by the end. I don't think he justified it. No, he didn't. Um, how is betrayal? Bucky <sighs> didn't want to do those things. And every action his character takes in the film only strengthens that theme of betrayal and comes to a dramatic close. Every action. 
do we want to run through the list of everything that Bucky does in the movie? Every action? Like... Do do we include Bo Bucky, the one that Zemo was, you know? Or do we only include... But how is that a betrayal? Well, that's that's, that's kind of where I was going to go with that. It's like, if yeah. we count fake Bucky, then how is that Bucky? And if we don't, then we have... He defends himself from the police, which is a betrayal, I guess, of something. Then he, um, the law. Then he gets brainwashed and breaks out of facility. <laughs> then really he, fault. he fights for the chance to be able to stop an army of soldiers from doing extreme amounts of damage. And then he defends himself. <clears throat> All he really does throughout the film is defend himself. Yeah. I don't understand how that's a theme of betrayal. I really would like a qualifier for that. ...during the film's final fight. Bucky's role in the film is easy enough to follow along in regards to Tony's arc by the end. However, it's only when you understand both Steve and Tony's emotional arc that you can understand how both Steve and Tony were betrayed by one another. Tony was betrayed in two ways. The obvious betrayal came from the fact that Bucky, the man Steve has been endlessly fighting to protect, also happens to be the man that caused Tony so much pain. The second... But how is that a betrayal? How is his action a betrayal? They don't know each other. You can't be betrayed by someone you don't know. Is he saying that Iron Man interprets it as a betrayal? How so? He's got no relationship with him. It's not a betrayal, it's just a bad no. thing that he did. He interprets <laughs> it as a betrayal on behalf of Steve for not telling him, but... Yeah, but that, even then, I don't know if, know if I'd call that a betrayal more so than a uh, failing or an omission. You know, like... I mean, let's. What is betrayal? Let's look up the definition of betrayal. I think I could settle for Tony feeling betrayed, but oh, my yeah. contention is probably that um, where else is this in the film? Because uh, I don't think Iron Man interprets any actions that Cap does in defense of Winter Soldier as betrayal. He sees it as you're following your fucking principles. But I get it. I get it. But uh, you know, the whole I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. Because yeah. it's causing problems, but he gets why he's doing it. But like, outside, because he's saying the theme of betrayal, and I'm just like, there's one instance I will hand you, but what else? betrayal came to Tony in the form of his emotional anchor. As I stated, Tony latched on to his rivalry with Steve, and when Steve revealed that he had in fact known about Tony's parents, Tony was once again betrayed <coughs> and lost all ties he had. Steve was betrayed in a much subtler way, but betrayed nonetheless. Steve's betrayal stemmed from the fact that, as I mentioned, Bucky is Steve's last remaining tie to himself. He likely knows what he's doing is wrong, or at least could have been handled much better, but he could not risk losing Bucky his best friend any... in the process. What, what part of that what, is what betrayal? What, what do you... If but it's... what did Bucky do wrong? He was innocent. He didn't do it. Square holes. You know, square peg, circle hole. Like, he's, he's, he's like, this, he's describing events and then going, betrayal. It's like, that's not betrayal. What are you doing? Oh, man. This is so bizarre. This is what happens when you try and shove a theme. Like, so, like, the scene in which he is trying to reason with Bucky that he needs to, um, come in with Cap to the Avengers to, to sort all this shit out, and, and Winter Soldier is like, I don't want to be captured. Is this, is this Winter Soldier betraying Cap? No, what, it, to, to not betray him, he should just do exactly what he this, says. This is what I mean, it's like, you're reaching. This isn't betrayal. He's doing is wrong, or at least could have been handled much better. People are referencing, betrayal! 
I know. Betrayed me. <laughs> Good shit, old me. But he could not risk losing his best friend in the process. Because Tony is consistently attempting to wedge himself between this bond, Steve is forced against a wall and ultimately resolves to take a stand for Bucky and for himself, even if that means severing his bond with Tony. These three threads are the core of the film, narratively and emotionally, and if the film had simply left it at that, I would be praising this film to high heaven. Um, the film's more okay. complicated than just that, I'm sorry. Yeah, like... It's got a lot of things going on at once. As much as yeah, as much so as well. their conflict as a trio is is great, we've got a whole wider thing going on. This is why the well, world building is fucking fantastic, along with the plot and the characters. He said that this is the main focus of the film and that it's great, but the film sucks. And now he only has half of his video to explain why it sucks. Actually, even though the core of the film is great. Well, you can yeah. you can you can machine gun criticism. So let's see what he does. I'm curious now. For cultivating years of character building into such a strong story. Unfortunately, what I just outlined is pushed to the sidelines in the end. For you need what? to dig deep. To sidelines. What? It's so not seeing the climax, climax of the of film. The film. <laughs> what are you talking about? find these story threads as they these are not things you have to fucking like dig deep to find this is the blatant dialogue that reference it's, all it's of this what the film is about it's the finale like, it's the plot yeah the hell <laughs> okay let's see what betrayed me <laughs> They are hidden well underneath a false story. And They're hidden a well story. underneath a false story? What the fuck is a false story? Um, fiction. <laughs> you know what? This is fiction, you're right. Intertwining oh. character arcs. So now, let's rewind and take a look at this film once more, but it, as it is actually presented to us. What? Stop saying actually. Whoa, he's, he's disproven like the narrative or the, the, the propaganda that we... <laughs> we believe the fake lies as did the film. Now let's hear the real <laughs> truth. The actual real truth. The legitimate actual real truth. Now I'm going to break it down to you. The real truth. <laughs> The opening sequence sets up what we think will ultimately serve as the plot of the film, with the Winter Soldier being sent out to obtain some type of super soldier formula, but by the end of this plot- well, it's not like it's not a part of the film, though. The subversion, <laughs> as they talk about in the commentary track, uh, that's really awesome, is that uh, they show you parts of the Winter- there's a Winter Soldier plotline going. We find out more about the serum, who stole it, and then what it led to, and how that's going to be a problem which is that there's a bunch of Winter Soldiers on ice, and we, you see that scene where they're extremely threatening to the point where they defeat Winter Soldier. So we're like, oh. Like, these, these people are... And then, and then Bucky says, like, they can topple governments overnight or whatever. Like, they're so extremely talented and uh, able to slip in anywhere, whatever they want. And so if anyone was to control them, it would be a nightmare for the world if they wanted to deal some real damage. So we think we're going to be getting uh, Bucky and Iron Man and Cap versus the Winter Soldiers. That's the climax we're led to believe we're going to get, but they're all dead. It's like, whoa, how? Like, yeah, because Zemo, Zemo's motivation does not involve having an army of Winter Soldiers take over the Earth. That's the last thing he fucking wants. Zemo hates these guys, yeah. So the, it, it's, a, it's actually, I've never, I don't think I've ever referenced it as a great subversion, but it totally is. Because you're like, wait, what? Oh, okay. Line. It's rendered pointless. It's not Zemo rendered pointless. Rendered pointless. It, point. it brought them there. It brought <laughs> them right oh, to him. It, it progresses further onwards. 
rendered like, how pointless. Is it pointless. It literally brought them where he wanted them to get them to kill each other. Yeah, like, like it's a this didn't lead nowhere. For clarification, it led to the fucking finale of the film, which which led to the breakup of the Avengers. I swear to fucking god, if he says which led to the ending event Infinity War, if he's one of the people who says that the Avengers just got back together anyway, oh, oh. When did this video come out though? Probably before Infinity War. Um. Yeah, dude. Well, at least it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it ages then. What he says plot line, it's rendered pointless when Zemo ends up killing the soldiers in their sleep. Now the immediate next sequence is that of Captain America dealing with crossbones, which, as I mentioned, it's also the catalyst for the, like, the plot. Oh, I love this movie so much. <laughs> it's so good. Serves to shake Steve at the mention of Bucky. However, in regards to the plot, this only serves as confirmation that the opening sequence is indeed where the film intends to take us, with some type of uh, confrontation between Steve and Bucky down the line. I'm sorry, can we untangle that? What What is his criticism there? We need to go back. I want to... We need to go back. <laughs> Wait, let's yeah. go back even further. It's rendered pointless when Zemo ends up killing the soldiers in their sleep. Now the immediate next sequence is that of Captain America dealing with crossbones, which, as I mentioned, serves to shake Steve at the mention of Bucky. However, in regards yes, to the plot, and... this only serves as confirmation that the opening Okay, so uh, we might listen to him again, but I just want to go over this ourselves because I really get confused with the way he structured the statement and the criticism. So. What is the purpose of the crossbone scenes as a whole? It's like, well, for one, on your, your producer perspective, it gives you an action scene in the opening, which is really important for movies that are superhero movies. So get that one out of the way. It's not really that important, it's superficial. But uh, secondly, we've got what happened to crossbones at the end of Winter Soldier, because he was clearly rescued. It's like, here he is. And um, this this is also the Avengers getting along with their dailies. This is like showing us that there's a lot of things that happen between movies. They're just getting on with how they do everything. Um, the result of this scene, being that a whole bunch of innocent people are killed, is extremely important to the whole point of this movie, as well as setting, uh, pushing... A lot of people say that it's this that, that makes the Accords happen. It looks to be that the Accords no. are happening regardless, and that uh, Lagos was the... Was it Lagos? Sokovia was the main reason. They called the it Sokovia was... Accords. Yeah, yeah. So Lagos is just another uh, hugely horrible incident. This one's much more cut and dry. The other ones need to be explained to people for them to understand. Like... No offense to YMS, but he's one of the people who said, like, you've got images of them saving the world. Like, why Why is that bad? Like, alright? And then, of course, it's like the footage of Hulk jumping onto that building and all the debris falls on those people. It's like, Cap yeah, that wasn't necessary. Cap choosing yeah, to down the helicarriers when they had control over them, and it killed a whole bunch of people and with rubble and course. destroyed buildings. Yeah, just, the whole, just the whole act of dropping the island or whatever. That too. Yeah, and Ultron yeah. was obviously the Avengers' fault, or YMS. Yeah, well, yeah, Iron Man's and, and, and Bruce's, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, well, Bruce, Iron Man and yeah. Bruce put together, technically, so. Yeah, and yeah. Then they are, and then even Ross makes the point of, like, do you know where, like, Thor and Banner are? Because, you know, if I lost a nuke, like, I'm getting shit for that. Yeah, and and Ross makes sure to say, we owe you a debt. You've saved the world countless times, but, I mean, could you maybe do well, it in a way that doesn't kill innocent people regularly? Well, that, that's the idea, right? You can't just go, like... Like it would be like saying, "I killed, I killed that bad guy and saved a whole bunch of people." It's like, did you have to shoot through the old lady's face to get him? <laughs> like, you know, did you have to do that? Yeah, the, the, there's easy analogies to make, and once you explore this, there's loads of real world precedent for how police officers operate. Well, 
police can't do whatever they want and no. just say, well, I got the bad guy, so collateral damage is okay. The Avengers, you know, they don't have oversight. They you know, don't the, have... Even Sam Jackson, or Fury, is against Cap's decision. He's like, uh, he's like, whoa, destroy, like, all of it. The fuck? He's like, uh, we're doing that. We're doing it. You, you got corrupted from the inside out without even realizing it. And then he's just like, Jesus, like, okay. And th they don't seem happy about it at all. And then the repercussions come. And, um... It's not even including everything. There's a couple of other instances that don't even get mentioned. Uh, like the like, fucking uh, Hulk versus Iron Man fight. And you might be like, well, that was Wanda's fault. It's like, Wanda's an Avenger. <laughs> like, you yeah. guys, like... Well, that's, I mean, like, there's a logic to the, it was an, it, like, the reason why the, the, the thesis, I guess, works so well is because if superheroes existed in the real world, it would only be a matter of time until something like this happened. Yeah. You know, like, people would just and if anything, settle for it. I felt they were late with the MCU, but I was so glad they did it in general. I was like, thank Christ they've still done it. Well, yeah, I mean, it probably should have happened, like, right after New York. Like, it probably should have happened right then and there. Um, but, um... So, yeah, point being, this sets up a lot. And then, you know, there's the Bucky stuff as well, reminding us Bucky exists, Cap still really cares about him, and that he's alive, he's well, and that Crossbones apparently crossed paths with him, or at least he's he's faking that. Um, yeah. So what I'm trying to say is this scene achieves a lot. And it's part of why... I, that's why I said I love it when it showed up, because it's like, oh, such a good way to start this film, considering what it's about. I don't think there's a single unnecessary scene in this movie. I think every single scene has something that it does. Yeah, I'd like, agree. I think every single scene, I can't think of one where I'm like, yeah, you could have cut that. When Zemo ends up killing the soldiers in their sleep. Now the immediate next sequence is that of Captain America dealing with crossbones, which, as I mentioned, serves to shake Steve at the mention of Bucky. However, in regards to the plot, this only serves as confirmation that the opening sequence is indeed where the film intends to take us, with some type of confrontation between Steve and Bucky down the line. Then we get Tony's scene, which serves to build up the Sokovia Accords, and it is as early as this point that the film attempts to distract you from the story as this I, setup it the film I, tries to distract you from the film it's like what are you talking about it's such weird language I like it i don't i don't understand why he thinks it's a distraction it's all moving towards the end yeah it's all setting things up it's laying down like the reason why the confrontation works so well at the end is because they had a lot of things that made them against each other up until that point and it was like the tipping point it's just like that's one thing too far because maybe tony wouldn't have like immediately lashed out if things had been better over the pre like he he had a several bad days yeah. tony had several bad days he had this he had pepper he had the falling out with um with cap and then he had issues with the government the screw up in uh the screw up at the airport there was a lot of stuff working against him. And then when that comes out, it's like... Yeah, he's whittled down throughout this film. And he's already whittled down in general because of Ultron and Iron Man 3's PTSD stuff. Like, there's... Tony's... Going through a rough, rough time. He's fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> ...is presented in a manner that attempts to justify Tony's decision on the Accords, as well as said... Attempts to, to justify... One of the no, it's... It yeah, what? No. Out. His position is 110% <laughs> justified. So is Caps. Yeah. I, I hate that yeah, like, people automatically assume one of them is absolutely wrong. <laughs> it's like, or <laughs> you can have two people who are right 
at least within their framing, that conflict. Pragmatism versus altruism always conflict. My favorite mm. thing about when people try to criticize this film by saying, oh, it's obvious that X person was right, <laughs> is that they can never agree on which one. Yeah, you have so many content creators that have decided that one of them is definitively stupid. I mean, if anything, it's fun to watch from a, a wider view. Absolutely, yeah. You from the core story, as this setup is presented in a manner that attempts to justify Tony's decision on the Accords, as well as set him up to be one of the opposing force to Steve later on. One of the, at the opposing airport. force. Yeah, that's a weird <laughs> sentence there. I think it, it sounds like he was going to say forces and he stopped himself and then just oh, didn't no, no. re-record. Like, one member of the opposing force. Ah. Figured it out. The puzzle. That attempts to justify Tony's decision on the Accords, as well as set him up to be one of the opposing force to Steve later no, on it, it at the airport. Sense. One of the it opposing force. So, like, he is one, like, so that you've got the opposing force and he is one of them. Yeah, I think it's unconventional, but I actually force. think it. I think okay. that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that can work. I think. Chords, as well as set him up to be one of the opposing force to Steve later on at the airport. Yeah. Then we get I, Wanda's yeah. little arc, Zemo's retarded plan, the UN meeting. It'd be really great if you could explain why it's retarded instead of yeah. being the fifth time you've said it's retarded. It's like, come on, man. Meeting, etc., leading up to the airport fight, and it's all filler. It's soulless. <laughs> it's oh, like I, I have sorry. literally the opposite take. It's all uh, it's all worthless, it's completely all... pointless. I mean, this is all really important for like the future of the MCU because half of the heroes are locked up and like on the run, and that's the reason why the Avengers lost in yeah. Endgame. Ah, uh, not in Endgame, in Infinity War. Like cause effect, cause effect. That's what this whole movie is. Wanda's little arc, Zemo's retarded plan, the UN meeting, etc., leading up to the airport fight. And it's all filler. It's soulless, action-driven filler that is used to advertise the Civil War storyline to the- You- okay, so let's just do it his way. Uh, The Dark Knight is fucking all only about Gordon's family and um, Two-Face. That's all it's about. The stuff with the Joker is just filler. It's soulless. Filler. It's got nothing to do with the film itself. It, 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 I don't have to qualify uh, it. <laughs> That's just true. Oh, this is boring. <laughs> Make a point. Public. Look, I'm not going to sit here and argue that the airport fight wasn't fun, because it was. It was a great fight sequence. How the fuck do you argue something isn't fun? Imagine, imagine thinking, imagine like thinking, right? Oh, the film has got a, the core of it is great. Uh, there's some filler there, which is kind of a distraction from what it's all about, but that's all fun and fine. The film sucks. <laughs> Don't forget, yeah. every other aspect is apparently through the roof good. Except the story, which is good, but distracts you from its good with its because bad. Because the, the film misunderstands its own, like, it tricks itself into believing that its non-story is its story. It's fake story. His biggest criticism... His biggest criticism of it so far is there's a B story that doesn't really need to be there. It's fun. It's fun, but it doesn't really need to be there. It sucks. It's awful. Fuck the, this film. The Dark Knight was about Joker versus Batman. All the stuff with Two-Face and Harvey Dent was filler. <laughs> you just swap it around. Fuck it. <laughs>
that had absolutely no point at all. Really think about it now. There were no stakes. There was no death. Uh. <laughs> Brody was paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the, okay, so I guess we have to have like a whole fucking conversation what stakes are, what is at stake, uh, and how important these things are. So let's go all the way to the lowest. If I go to reach for a drink, I am putting my balance at stake. Like, I don't know, that's probably the lowest possible stakes you could ever have. And then highest possible stakes is like the whole universe is gonna get burned to a cinder. I think that's the stakes in Endgame. Is what Thanos wants to do with flicking his thing where he says he wants to reduce everything to atoms and restart. So that's, I don't know that there's any other higher stakes than that. That's pretty well, much the highest. Like how you define stakes, like stakes of, um... Of, of things that you've actually built up the audience to be invested in. Because if there's nothing in that universe that cares about, Oh, well, caring about these things is another thing, right? So you could just yeah. have a terrible film where some guy goes, I will destroy the world, and we're like, okay, good for you, man. But could you argue that there's the, the stakes are higher in something where it's actually built up, it's, uh, a film has put the work to build up? Depends what higher means, like a matter of yeah. investment or actual, like, uh, logistical amounts in, of things. It's not just investment. <laughs> you can qualify that, like, objectively with... Um, you know, what the film has actually built up to be at stake, rather than just saying, oh, this thing is at stake, there's a lot of stuff at stake. Well, It's essentially the, the difference way, between showing you the stuff that's at stake and going, oh, there's a lot of stuff at stake, by the way. I'm trying to preemptively counter the idea that the stakes, if the stakes are uh, Spider-Man might lose his girlfriend, being able to go out with her, for example, it's like, Oof, who cares about that? And I'm like, oh, well, if the stakes are low enough that everything is relative to that, then yeah, if you're invested in the character, you might care about the fact that he won't be able to... I like that. Who cares? Well, Peter would. Yeah, that's kind of my point. And then it's like, uh, you're fighting Thanos, and then Peter's on the phone, and he's like, wait, I want to go on a date with you, please don't let me... We're like, who the fuck cares about the girlfriend? Thanos is right there! You know what I mean? Like, it's all relative, so... What are the stakes of Civil War? Well, what's at stake is not only the, the freedom of the Avengers and how they're going to operate going forward, but all of the friendships between the two sides, as well as... Um, there's potential for death. We don't know how it's going to play out. A lot of the post-talk arguments for, for Civil War are nobody died, therefore there were no stakes. Yeah, skippable. <laughs> you can't argue that because you didn't know that at the time. And if someone says we did know that at the time, I'd be like, what is your evidence? Oh, contracts. Like, oh, well, uh, that's fair. <laughs> like, we can basically make that assumption about every movie ever. For example, fucking, oh, Endgame had no stakes because I knew that Iron Man and Cap were leaving. Like, well, that's not fair. How do you know that? It's like, oh, this is the contracts. <laughs> it's like, that's, you can't do it that way. That's not fair. Um, so, was there anybody in the theater who thought, oh my god, there's no way they'll kill Rhodey. Rhodey's way too important to the story. <laughs> I mean, at that point, like, that you're, you're talking about contracts, so you may as well go, there were no stakes. I read script leaks and I knew what happened. Well, nobody died well, in Avengers, yeah, like, right? Except for Coulson. You know, people know that Rhodey didn't die because it's like, why did they show it in the trailer? But if you hadn't seen the trailer, you'd be like, oh, oh, you know. You'd yeah, that's another argument that's flimsy because there's, di every, there's different companies that make different trailers that spoil different things. So how are we supposed to judge from knowing what's in a trailer, like, objectively, exactly? Um, everyone keeps spelling steaks the food way. I'm offended. <laughs> I did that up until very recently. So um, I was heavily invested in the stakes of Civil War because I understood what was at stake very clearly and how much this will have a ripple effect nah, going forward. Nah, you're deceived. If deceived. Someone, 
This is the thing, though. It's like, it's, we're almost getting into the territory of immersion, and so that's why I'm like, I guess it's different for everyone. But to say definitively there are no stakes, I just, I don't know what your take on what stakes are is. And how they work. Uh, like I said, if you're gonna tell me, Oh no, the Avengers might break up. Nobody's dying. I'd be like, um, okay. So the Avengers breaking up is still a big deal. Um, someone going to jail is a big deal. The fact that they're fighting each other alone has major implications going forward, but okay. But he said there's no stakes, so we're done. This is, by the way, I spent like fucking five or ten minutes talking about my ideas about stakes. I'm not even through it yet, in entirely, and I'm not supported enough entirely. He said there are no stakes, just like that. And so someone out there is going to be like, see how much more concise that guy is? More just rambles. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> That's not how it should work, guys. Great fight sequence, but it had. Oh, movie circles are going to have fun with this stream, aren't they? I hope they do. Oh yeah, yeah. I hope they do. <laughs> really think about Actually, it. Actually, there might already there be posts. There were no stakes. There was no depth to the fight. What was the purpose of it, Tony? There's no depth to the fight. What does it mean to have depth to a fight? <laughs> it's how deep you your punches penetrate your opponent. <laughs> how much each slap so means. Yeah, I know, right? Is he talking about the the sort of the action? Because I'd say there's a lot of use of abilities and stuff of that complexity. It, like, I don't I don't understand what that means. We can't even work with it because there's so many things it could mean. Yeah. Like if we go with every interpretation, we'll be here for ten years. So no, I reject your hypothesis. Oh, no. Great fight sequence, but it had absolutely no point at all. Really? <laughs> yeah, now, there were no stakes. There was no... No point. Uh, no point? There were stakes because they got given an opportunity to win, and they they didn't really win, and then it means that Ross isn't going to help him later on, which means that then when he has to go on his own, which means that the fight happens in the finale. No, uh, no mm, point. Mm. I'm, I'm outraged. I love that, like, no point and no consequences, I'm guessing. It's Fucking like half the heroes get put arrested. in jail. Yeah, that's my immediate thought. No point. It's Iron Man trying to save face crippled. for the Avengers with the government while uh, Cap and Bucky are trying to save the world. No point. Fuck off. Had absolutely Jeez. no point at all. Really think about it now. There were no stakes. <laughs> really there was no. It. Yeah, I would challenge him to do the same thing in reverse. This is the, the thing about like trying to be objective about a piece of content. It always comes down to someone's side has a lack of information every time, and it could be us. But when it comes to a movie like Civil War, where how many times have you seen it, Fringy? Um, probably like five or six times. I'd say collectively here is a good chance that it's been seen twenty times. <laughs> like, so yeah, about yeah. four, I think depth to the fight. What was the purpose of it? Tony was given a short amount of time to bring in Steve, Sam, and Bucky right. to answer for their actions. Meanwhile, Steve, Sam, and Bucky needed to stop Zemo. But why didn't Steve just go to Tony in the first place when he found out about Zemo? They try and- How the fuck could he? Why the- That's So, Tony is literally trying to capture them. They even- They have a line for this. Because yeah. he even says, like, the, the doctor, the psychiatrist, he's behind all of this, and then Bucky- and then, you know, Black Panther jumps out. I'm gonna fucking then, get the script up. Like, well, it's- because then Tony's like, anyway, you know, um, Ross gave me, like, 48 hours to bring you in, it was 24 hours ago, can you help your brother out? And then he says, you're after the wrong guy, and then Tony says, your judgment is a- 
yeah, your judgment is askew. You're all war bunny killed innocent people. Yeah, and, and uh, so this is this is happens in the film. With these guys, he could do it. They speak 30 languages, they can hide in plain sight, infiltrate, assassinate, destabilize. They can take a whole country down in one night, you'd never see them coming. And then, uh, Sam says, man, this would have been a lot easier one week ago. And then Steve says, if we called Tony, Sam goes, no, he won't believe us. Steve said, even if he did, who knows if the Accords would let him help us. I, I love how, like, if you actually pay attention to the film, and you can, like, listen to what characters say, I was going to say, so we spend a lot of our time ripping into films that don't explain things, that have contradictions, and so when films do do it, we're like, hey, hey, they did it, okay? Give them a trophy or something, but a lot of people just, just like, there's no. Well, it's like, um, what was it, in Homecoming, um, where people said, like, oh, why didn't, what was it, why didn't he call the cops or something, or what was it to do with the ferry? Like, I can't remember, but there was somewhere it's like, in the film, they literally say, Oh, what's this? Our movie Circle Jerk, a 24-hour EFAP. <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> I, ho I hope they enjoy the show. Everybody knows the longer you talk about something, the more valid the take. More, uh, more like those kids. More like those kids in high school slash college that wrote ten pages for uh, five page limit assignments and thought they were thought themselves superior because of it. That's what you do, right? Yeah, that's what I do. I mean, we've only really covered one topic so far, so you know we 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 need to be more concise and better equipped to deal with things because. It's not like you can talk about a whole huge amount of things, even just with like one line of dialogue from one character. Even though we've covered our second video that covers a, a shit ton of topics at once, but you know. What what do Mauler and his co-hosts do for work? I'm morbidly curious since it may, they uh, make such long podcasts that it makes me think they um, either use up all their downtime on them or don't have um, that sort of obligation in the first so, place. So this I, is I my job for one. <laughs> I, I find it fascinating when people say, like, oh, how do you have time for that? It's like, dude, the day is, like, pretty long. It, you were awake for 16 hours. Well, I, you spend eight hours working, then that's, like, an eight hours each day that you have free. I was going to say, maybe wait, a bit wait, less, wait, you, yeah. so, Fringy, you and Alex have uh, jobs, IRL jobs, um, correct? Or you're in university, I right? To, today I went to uni. Yeah, so... You know, like, um, <laughs> I I run the podcast weekly at most, um, and I'm a YouTuber, so my the rest of my time is spent either editing or just living a a life where you can you know do things like eat and poop and sleep and hang out with people you know and you know life that thing. And then Jay, you're uh, you're full time now, are you or are you? I am. Yeah. So um, there we go. Hopefully that answered the question. Oh, I, I like uh, what what was, was it? Um, I, I f there are so many funny comments here. Like this is this is funny. Not surprising. Not only are they a bunch of narcissists, but their fan base is downright cultish. Seriously, <laughs> they eat up every meme <laughs> or joke those guys make as if it's a work of genius. Um, I mean, how could you unironically say that? <laughs> we just we fuck around with memes. They're like, look, they take themselves so seriously. Look, they like the memes. I mean, but in all seriousness, the AIDS bus is a work of genius, so is the Cosmic Chicken. Like, I, I do like how they can look at, you know, full-fledged animations and stuff and be like, oh man, this is just shit. It's like, I, I don't think they see those. I think they probably just see people going like, 
her uh, milk. <laughs> Why That's is that I mean, a like, problem? <laughs> it's narcissistic and cultish. When you criticize his shitty takes, his fans morph into Jordan Peterson fans and hit you with their <laughs> the entire uh, okay. five parts. The entire five parts. It says, um, like Jordan Peterson fans. <laughs> when you criticize his shitty takes, his fans morph into Jordan Peterson fans and hit you with the, <laughs> did you watch the entire five part series of three hour videos where he goes into more detail explaining his opinion? Uh, if not, then you're taking it out of context. Well, the thing is, like, they don't watch any of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, thing, I was responding to this take, and it's fucking infuriating to see. Oh, so what a great response. You didn't watch the full four hours. Clearly nothing you say has value. When the thing I'm responding to them is that, to is them saying, oh, how can you get angry about this? And we're going, we didn't get angry. Did you watch the stream? And they're going, wow, you're saying I should watch the full four hours to criticize it? No, you should get it right. And if you don't get what's in the stream right, I'm going to ask you if you watched it. Well, yeah, it's just been like, you know, Lord of the Rings sucked. It was, I hated all of it. It was set in space. You'd be like, did you watch Lord of the if, Rings? Like, oh, I have to watch if, the whole thing to criticize it. If all of like, their criticisms were accurate, it wouldn't matter if they only watched three minutes of it. I, I do love how it's like, when you criticize this shitty text, it's like, that sounds like objective, or is that just your opinion that they're shit? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> no, they think, <laughs> they think it's objective that you can't be objective. Yeah, the so they, they'd probably like, be like, yeah, it's just my opinion that you're shit. The thing is, I don't, like, I say it all the time, I don't think anybody deep down believes that 100% of things are subjective. I think even people who say it will agree that there are some things that are obviously better than other things. <laughs> like, like, for real. I, well, I the thing is, probably... if they don't, they'll end up saying things that even the audience will be like, uh, I don't know about that. They're like, you know, the Dark Knight is no better than the room. You're like, okay. Yeah. It's like... Surely we could agree that that's stupid. I think they believe that there are degrees. Well, I, I, they believe there are degrees of subjectivity between you know hard provable facts and like by any measure that you don't have to like even define for it to be a fact. Yeah, but but the but, thing is, like, um, one that gets me is art is subjective. It's like that sounds objective to me. <laughs> but all right, <laughs> like yeah, as Theo said, you can get most people to agree that facts exist. It's like, yeah, most people will go that far. Beauty is subjective, but if you put a standard on beauty that can be measured, then that is objective. How dare you, Frey? Frey? I've combined Jay and Fringy. You're both wrong, <laughs> maybe. Frey. Someone's probably gonna make a meme of that now. <laughs> like some hideous, homunculus robot things. <laughs> you can play it off like they won't hang, believe hang them. On. Why, but... we combine, why do we combine into a homunculus well, be I don't know. because everyone knows that beneath the mask and the and the whole the outfit, there's a robot under there with Fringy. No one cared who and I I'm, was. Hang on, hang on. I'm just mask. gonna. I'm a homunculus then. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean that complimentarily. Meanwhile, Steve, Sam, and Bucky needed to stop Zemo. But why didn't Steve just go to Tony in the first place when he found out it about could've, Zemo? They could've. try and play it off like they won't believe them, but come on. They try and play it off like you wouldn't believe them, but come on. What? <laughs> you can't just. It's funny because he literally tells him and he doesn't believe him. What the fuck? Yeah, I was gonna. That's, that's, that's why I'm in disbelief. It's like, it happens. The fuck, dude? Yeah, he tried to spit it out during the fight, but by then it was too late. But... What? Was it though? By then it was too late. <laughs> I'm blown away by this. So Iron Man wants them to be taken in and then they'll sort out Winter Soldier. It did not matter when they told him. 
<sighs> but even then, there was no reason at all for Steve to recruit the people he did, considering his objective was extremely time-sensitive. He could have easily used the time that he spent recruiting people to just fly to Moscow. Yeah, when you've got Iron Man, Vision, and War Machine trying to stop you, you might need firepower beyond a shield. So the idea that he should have just gone to Moscow, or instead of trying to get people that can help him, I, I, I disagree. I think that he made a pretty rational decision. Yeah, well before Tony and the others arrived at the airport to block their path. As for Tony, there was no need at all to recruit Peter. How do you know that Tony hadn't already had that place under surveillance and he was waiting for them to get there? I thought the whole point with Peter was the whole take them take down. They under. Like, without, they uh, to balance the teams. Well, uh, we haven't, I, don't, I don't know if that's what he was criticizing. The, the, the fact that Tony only just arrived there, and he's saying if, if Cap had done everything faster, he would have gotten away with it, while I, I would counter, I'm pretty sure the reason Tony showed up is because they did. Like, he was waiting for them. Yeah. We don't know that Tony had literally just arrived. Like, is this, since when was that a thing? The fact that well, they're they all there doesn't make me think that they had just arrived. Yeah, they anticipated it. <laughs> Who knew? Peter Parker. Yeah, it was an abundantly fun intro to our new Spider-Man, but Vision alone could have gotten- Oh wait, sorry, so he says it was dumb for Spider-Man, because we can go over that. For Spider-Man um, to be there? Let me just check that again. The time that he spent recruiting people to just fly to Moscow, well before Tony and the others arrived at the airport to block their path. Uh, why would he As go to Tony, Moscow? There was no need at all to recruit Peter Parker. Yeah. Right. How, how yeah, they, get, they can't get to Moscow. They don't have any means of getting there. That's well, why they go to I the guess he's saying that they could have. Go well, this, this, that's what I counted. He, he was implying that they could have gotten yeah. to this area faster, but it implies that Tony wasn't already there or had sensors yeah. to imply that. This is what I mean. The whole place was evacuated. Tony did that. It was Tony's team that did that. They knew mm -hmm. they were coming there. Um, and the, that's explained by Black Widow's saying that she had a tail on the girl who was interested in because this film is well written um we, we also got he, he said like there's no reason for for peter to be there um do i need to cite the dialogue that says yeah. string him up that, that, uh, would, that would be yeah, the, I mean, the he's the whole reason right. he wants peter is because which of the selection of heroes can disarm and control heroes in a non-violent way well, I mean, I guess you could define it as violence, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, because the thing is, because he brings up like, oh, well, Vision can end the fight. It's like not without potentially killing someone. He's yeah, too strong. Vision's a fucking cannon. Like, this is why Spider-Man was perfect for this scenario. The idea that he's like arbitrarily yeah. brought in. Uh, no. If 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 you've got a Spider-Man that's being watched by Iron Man, this would be the time that you would need him. That's why he's brought in. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to send this into the chat, into the into the Discord chat. It's a meme, but it's about what happened since we started, so <laughs> I, I think you can show it. Oh, well, I've got a couple saved up already. Yeah, yeah, I've got that one ready. <laughs> um, I've got to say, I've got to bounce for now, guys. Oh, I've wow. got to go carry on with the IRL things, I know. Um, this will that be going for some time. You are welcome to jump really? back in at, at certain intervals, as they say. Yeah, um, well, that's, that's actually fine, man. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. Uh, you, you, it's funny how, like, it, it, people would treat it as, oh, you've been here for very long, it's like three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, I know, I know. But yeah, um, 
Well, I will message you when I can and count and shit. And uh, yeah, I will. It's been fun. And yeah, see you guys soon. See you around. Yeah. Uh, Toodles. Um, Awesome. But yeah, by the way, uh, if you watch them clash in Civil War, the first time the heroes clash in that like cinematic view, uh, Vision immediately gets covered in the in the red shit from Wanda. Um, no, no, sorry, he gets electrocuted by um, Hawkeye, and then we already know uh, that Wanda can literally fucking like delete him from the fight. So the idea that oh, it's over when Vision's there, it's like not necessarily at all. Like, no, um, I mean, they they had to try and balance the teams. You remember the scene where like. Tony says, oh, she says, like, we're short-staffed, and then Tony's like, oh, you know, if, can you find, like, Hulk? He's like, well, he wouldn't be on our side. And yeah. And they're like, oh, I've got an idea. Where's yours? Downstairs? Where's yours? And then they cut to Queens. It's like, they need people. They're, they are the smaller team. Um, yeah, we, we, we could, we, we, we've got Theo restocking on behalf of Alex jumping out. Uh, luckily, right now we haven't had. This is the thing I was worried about: is that everyone's going to turn up around American night time. If you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. probably going to happen. Then I'll get a clash with like a bazillion people. Um, bazillion people. Good evening, oh, yeah. Tisms. Is five thirty-five the evening? I don't know. What time is your time? The same as your time. Wait, you're from you're from America? Yes. Can't you tell from my accent? Mm-hmm. So, Theo, do you hate Civil War? Yeah, it's a terrible film. Because it's not real to itself and its stuff, you know. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we've established. Oh, Batman v Superman is better. Mm. Oh, wait. Yeah, you got the link, right, Theo? Uh, let me check. Oh, it's better. Yeah, there we go. Excellent. Abundantly fun intro to our new Moscow, well before Tony and the others arrived at the airport to block their path. As for Tony, there was no need at all to recruit Peter Parker. Yeah, it was an abundantly fun intro to our new Spider-Man, but literally the most valuable one on their team for the fight. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to... Okay. He took down Ant-Man. If he wasn't there, they wouldn't have taken Ant-Man down. He also didn't perform as well as he, like, him at peak, he literally could have ended the fight within about five minutes if he had just mm-hmm. been able to web the shit out of everyone there. That was the goal. Wasn't able to pull it off because he gets outsmarted by both Cap and Falcon. Because they're more experienced. Yeah, it turns yeah. out that when you're like a fucking 15-year-old, you're not that great at strategy, or you're not as good as you may end up being. They're right. really. That's what I really liked about his portrayal in Civil War, is he's kind of just this... He's just a big bundle of strength and powers, and he's not particularly, like, great at it at that no. point. He does a lot of uh, impressive shit. It's just the... Mm. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't peek out like a certain captain. <laughs> Vision alone could have gotten the job done, but this film completely- I like how he says Vision alone could got the job done. We play that scene out, just Vision is there. Wanda fucking shoves him into the core of the Earth, they escape. Well, <laughs> that was good. We did it. 
simply nerfs vision in terms of power for the sake of balance. Because let's be real here, compare vision in Civil War to the vision we got in Avengers Age of Ultron, and he's a completely different character. You could pit um, just about every character. Different character? I, I think, think he just means that he's different. Well, yeah. we, we never saw what Wanda could do to him in Age of, uh, Age of Ultron. No, we didn't. And if you remember, he got knocked out in Age of Ultron at one point, so he's not all-powerful. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, character in this film against the vision we got in Age of Ultron, and I would put my money on Vision still coming out. Yeah, okay, that's fine that you think that, but we didn't know about Vision's weakness to the stone, being that you've got a, a girl who's powered entirely by the Reality Stone, I think it was, right? Was it? No, which, which stone is she powered by? Mind Stone? Uh, it was the Mind Stone. Stone. Which is what he's made of, essentially. So it makes sense that she would be able to access him and fuck with him. That's like the biggest uh, flip of the of the understanding of how these heroes work in, in conjunction with each other. As a writer, you could absolutely make it so that she can't do anything to him. He's immune because he has the Mind Stone, but that's not what they went with. From a video-making perspective, can I have a few references, like, please, as to why Vision's, you know, unbeatable? What did we see in Ultron that makes um, it such that he can't be beaten in this film? His laser's pretty OP. The fact that he can make himself like denser than titanium, sort of thing. Well, mm. he's made out of um, he's made out of um, vibranium, isn't he? He can like walk through, face through walls and stuff. It's like, yeah, he's good, good. He's super strong, yeah. Super but, strong, um, he can fly. Like Superman. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure he doesn't invite that comparison. As the victor, the guy is a walking, talking infinity stone and is way too- Yeah, turns out he's uh, at risk to someone else who is also a walking, talking infinity stone. Just not in the same way. I don't know, look, why is he ignoring this? There's, there's a whole scene where she does this in the film, she fucking shoves him through the earth, I don't know. My money on There's vision a lot of still things he's ignoring. Yeah. Coming out as the victor. The guy is a walking, talking infinity stone and is way too broken power wise. And to help illustrate that fact, I simply ask the question where was vision during the crossbone scuffle? Now, Wanda's. Where was. Um, where was. Where was. Only yeah, where are all the people who, who weren't there? Where was Iron Man? You know, to account for everybody's. Like, this is Cap leading his Avengers team. Not even it, it wasn't even a confirmed threat. They would, didn't even know it was just a wasn't it like a lead? Uh I, I can't so. remember, but the I thing is like why it's he's not all purpose, you know what I mean? It's like saying, Well, why don't you just bring an M1 Abrams into every fight? It's like, well, sometimes it's not gonna help you that much. Sometimes it's <laughs> like, gonna cause you more trouble than it's Spider-Man's stopping a mugging and vision's like, <laughs> like stop, 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 stop. <laughs> is it wrong to assume idea. the Avengers can delegate to yeah, that's, I think that was that's the yeah, point. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what was going on there. And how do we like, know the vision being there would prevent the baptisms from happening? Well, what could he have done differently? Imagine he sh like literally one of the he biggest repercussions for the team in this around. film was caused by Vision. Fucking nearly killed yes. Rhodey. Like you're advocating that oh well, if Vision was there, no one would be hurt. It's like um. Uh... <laughs> I'm sure if Vision showed up and ripped a building in half, everything would be fine. <laughs> yeah, just now I'm just thinking of the boys. It'd be like, you yeah. know, Homelander got brought for everything, and then he just, like, destroys everything. 
match for him, but even in the scene that she overpowers him, I feel that was written a little unfairly. Anyway, what? you feel what? it was okay. written unfairly. That's a great argument. Don't hit anyway right there, goddammit. <laughs> I feel it was unfair. Moving on, you're like, whoa, 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 that's like your this whole is, argument. This is really important. So, Moving yeah, on is... beyond the plot itself, another the distraction the film uses are the various little character arcs that ultimately serve no purpose. The various character arcs that serve no purpose. Alright, you guys ready for this? The entire plot. Okay. Surely a character arc has a purpose on its own. Nope. Nowhere at all, because again, the film is about Tony and Steve and Bucky. Character arcs that I'm referring to are Wanda's. Where Let's take this one at a time. So. Wanda deciding to take responsibility for her own actions and choosing that she's in charge of herself versus allowing the Accords to decide where and when she will go and if she kills somebody that she's not responsible for it, the Accords, you know, specifications would be. How is that not relevant to the overall point of the story, the overall theming? Standing ground. Shut up. Because to the overall point of the film to this guy is just... Cap versus uh, bonds and betrayal. <laughs> Iron Man. It's just Cap versus Iron Man to him, isn't it? Pretty much, yes. Yeah. So he, he thinks that anything give... that's not in favor of that is a trick. <laughs> it's a trick. Well, he fucking advocates that they tricked themselves. He thinks that the Russos like believe their own lies. <laughs> it's like, what are the fuck are you talking about? The thing We're is, into... like, does character development have to be in service of the main characters, or can it be for its own sake? Like, why, why well, does this is, anything can as, be anything? Like, as Jay just highlighted earlier, if a character goes on an arc that doesn't actually follow the theme or the overall point of the film, does that make it worthless or anything? It's like, no. No, because they've changed and it's going like, to carry over into the next movie. Subplot within a plot. Especially in a universe have, like the MCU. You could literally have yeah. just like a completely unrelated story just interlaced in, like, as a B story. Just cut, uh, just cut into this movie, and it wouldn't be make it. It wouldn't be bad, I don't think, for any uh, object on obje any objective scale. No, I don't think so either. Hmm. Reduced to Wanda's arc through her remorse. Oh wait, let's throw him back a bit. Go nowhere at all, because again, the film is about Tony and Steve and Bucky. Character arcs that I'm referring to are Wanda's. We're introduced to Wanda's arc through her remorse over her actions during the beginning action sequence mm -hmm. and the consequent public outcry. This arc, however, is almost immediately discredited by the simple fact that what she did was the best possible solution and not a single person admits that. Uh, no. No. No, 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 no. What if she moved the explosion somewhere else? What she had, what she should have done, and this, again, I say this knowing full well that this is very difficult, is throw them directly up and behind her. If she'd thrown crossbones yeah. up and behind her, it still would have caused problems, like, you know, debris. But that would have had the least amount of deaths. That's what she could have done. Do I think that it's bad she didn't do that? No, she was rushing to make a decision. This is what happens. This is how people are punished in real life. They're judged on their decisions in the moment. And what if there was people with better suited power sets there, exactly. for example, in the hypothetical? She absolutely could have done something better. It's why she feels so guilty. Any hero would. The fact that you can't save it- that's like Spider-Verse. Isn't, isn't the thing Spider-Verse they tell Miles that uh, the hardest thing about it is you can't save everybody? I remember yeah. that. Wrong. 
simple fact that what she did was the best possible solution, and not a single person admits that. Anyway, this arc eventually leads her to be submissive <laughs> to Tony's will, and stays put at Avengers HQ. However, no, when she the, didn't know that she was. She even, yeah, she didn't know she was until she was told, and then she only stays the for like the night. because Vision, Vision says, you know, I, I want people to like you, basically. She's not staying for Tony. <laughs> yeah, she stays because she likes Vision. That's like the beginning of the relationship sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Preparation for the airport sequence rolls around, she immediately abandons her own character arc. No! Uh, yeah, no, th this is her character arc. God damn it. The scene in the kitchen is her already being against Tony's ideas. And this is this is her being forced to choose. It's like make a decision. And this is this supports what Cap told her in the beginning. So be responsible for your own actions. That's what Cap wants the Avengers to do. He doesn't want a, a conglomerate connection of people thing. Be like, Avengers, go here. If you kill a whole bunch of people, it's fine, we'll take care of it. It's like, no. No, we'll go where we think we should go, and we'll take responsibility for those that we hurt in the interim, which is not something they've been great at up to this point. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And <laughs> scrolls around, she immediately abandons her own character arc because the plot needed her to. Because as I mentioned, Vision is just too damn overpowered and the airport sequence needed a balance to Vision. You already had Hawkeye was a counter to him, so you're wrong still. Even without Wanda, we could counter Vision. And as for the first thing Fringy said was that he's so fucking powerful. It's like, okay, let's start the fight. Vision's like, um... I'll just grab, um, Cap. Just <laughs> pick him up, stop it, Cap. Fly everyone away and put them in place. And just do it on the top of a really tall building. Can't get down. It's just, it's just like, imagine you, you're a cop and you get called to, I don't know, a domestic disturbance and then you pull your RPG-7 out of the trunk. And you're like, alright, let's do this. You, know, it's like, you shoot the house. Like, well, the guy was in the house. He's not so now. I got him. <laughs> I got him. So, that was the best thing I could have done. He's not, he's not hurting her anymore. Today, when doing my surgery, instead of using my scalpel, I think I'll use the hammer. <laughs> I will use my chainsaw. <laughs> I'll use my nukes. I get, I'm picturing like a dentist, not a dentist, fucking surgeon with a chainsaw, but doing it really carefully to make the perfect cuts where he needs to. Like, dude, there are better, there are better things for this. He's like, no. <laughs> How I do it. The chainsaw's better, contradicts itself. Another character arc that arose simply because it had to was Clint's sudden change of heart to come out of retirement, only as opposed to Wanda's character- Uh, him coming out of retirement makes sense if he wants to help Wanda. Yeah. Your brother died for him. I don't know if you're aware of this. He even arc. says you're... this point blank. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say, I... him falling on one or the other sides, I feel like that is something that needs a little bit of work for the film, but him coming out of retirement is totally justified. Keep seeing people say things like uh, "X character does Y thing" because they had to, with little to no regard for whether or not what they did actually makes sense. Like the idea that it's in service of the plot, it makes it instantly a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's really weird. It's odd. Given no explanation at all for Clint suddenly joining in on the action, he just arrives because we needed a fight sequence and needed another character. Also, he manages to briefly overpower Vision. Again, no. A similar. What? Um, but what? What? What do you mean no? What do you Vision mean no? Is so strong, never be touched. 
for anything. Except what he is, which is stupid. <laughs> this is terrible. Does this guy write vision for... fan fiction? Like, I think I think it's a good scene because it shows like when he gets the jump on him, he's fine. But once that ends, there's no contest. He can't be. Yeah. Clinton. I love the bit where he, he beats him with the baton until it breaks because he's hardening. So cool. Yeah. Joining <laughs> in on awesome. the action. He just arrives because we needed a fight sequence and needed another character. Also, he manages to briefly overpower Vision. Again, no. A similar. He just says no. No. It's like, well, the film says yes. And this this guy this is the same guy who opens with saying like oh if they disagree with me they're Marvel fanboys I have to take the slings and arrows to be right it's like you literally just say no such incredible <laughs> analysis just no remember no. at the beginning of the video when he described this as an in depth <laughs> remember how he That's plot funny. recapped for no fucking reason at all <laughs> I too turn on my mic for twenty minutes and just say things and then Ives, because it's true. Because we needed a fight sequence and needed another character. Also, he manages to briefly overpower Vision. Again, no. A similar pointless character threads can be found all over the film with characters just thrown in because we needed that airport fight. He's showing Spider-Man when saying pointless. Um, we get to establish Spider-Man's motivation and only trying to prevent the cataclysm that is the Avengers splitting apart or being forced into uh, jail. Which prevents them from helping the little guy saving the earth in general. Uh, Scar, you know, like, Scar only wanted to get rid of Mufasa because the film needed there to be a plot. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker really only existed so that we could have a movie about the Joker. Think well, about no, it. It wasn't really about him, he was just a distraction from what the movie was about. Yeah, but the, the movie itself tricked itself into believing itself. He didn't realize what it's actually about. The only reason why Andy Dufresne wanted to get out of prison was because the plot wanted a happy ending <laughs> on a beach in Zawatanejo. This is great argumentation, if anybody was wondering. <laughs> That's why we're repeating it over and over again. <laughs> Even Black Panther's story arc, to a degree, is just kind of pointless filler. If you what? <laughs> Fuck, dude. What do you mean pointless? <laughs> pointless filler is what he said. What the hell? It culminates what? with the finale. What the fuck are you talking about? This hurts my brain. Stop it. Uh, really look just... at it, his character arc is about him wanting revenge against Bucky, but at the end, he just kind of grows tired of that. When what he... the He sees Zemo and he sees himself. And he's like, you know, vengeance has consumed you. You know, it's consuming. Even people who hate this movie would never agree with that. That's bullshit. Oh, that's yeah. great. I just decide not to. <laughs> like, Where do I reason. subscribe? <laughs> I gotta write a Gadalb thing. You guys entertain yourselves. And it's it's also a really good scene because it's like it explains Zemo's like what he what his goal was, his motivation in a very clear way. Hmm. Like, Mola. It's, so, it's so good. How dare you address me? What? What's up? I'm looking at the thumbnail for the stream, and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on on the right. Exactly, the right that's the, the point. You have no idea what we're covering. It's all a mystery, except for movie Bob's can... eyes staring at you. <laughs> and Spider-Man and the Wisecrack logo. <laughs> oh god, what is that? It's a, it, The idea is that it's a smoky mess of all different things, because I have no idea what we're covering, to be honest with you. I've got it a selection. Like it was me. It it's an abstract painting. Learning. 
Yes. No, what it, what it actually looks like is is that you've put loads of transparent layers on it and then used the smudge tool a bunch. Am I on the right track? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, dude, I'm shit with Photoshop. <laughs> it looks like... I don't know, it looks... I don't know, it looks like Afterbirth. <laughs> <laughs> it, looks like it looks like something eldritch, especially because of the movie belt being there. Alright, is everybody okay with this for, for Goodell? The Dark Knight is actually about Harvey Dent and Batman. The Joker is just filler. This is made obvious by the Joker <laughs> pursuing Batman until the end, until he just gets bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Nailed it. <laughs> and they Fantastic hated me because analysis. I told the truth. Those fucking DC fab boys. Oh my god, you have to, you have to start Goodell by boys. saying they hate me because I'm telling them the truth. <laughs> that has to go in there. <coughs> I don't hear typing. Add it to the list. What was the other thing? Uh, well, I'm going to have to say the X fanboys. Like, I don't know what I'll be referring to. Everyone who disagrees with me is, is sheep. <laughs> well, when you're arguing like this, they must be. How do you stand against points like this? Like, such as <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> How do you deal with such... You just have to put no in there now. I can't do it, because out of context, that'll literally just... <laughs> Someone tells you anything, and you just say no. I'm going to have to say, make win. a very <laughs> disagreeable point, and then just say no. There you go. That's, 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 I have to write myself like directions as well as actual quotes. Black Panther's story arc to a degree is just kind of pointless filler. If you really look at it, his character arc is about him wanting revenge against Bucky, but at the end, he just kind of grows tired of that. When I can't believe that's how he's described it. He grows tired. If you really look at it, <laughs> gives the most basic summary I've ever seen. Well, and it's then just a summary kinda, of somebody yeah, who wasn't even watching. They, like, they yeah. only look at it visually. They're like, oh, he put his helmet down. I guess he's bored. They read the Wikipedia or something. And he sees that Zemo's the mastermind, and then he just kind of settles with proper justice by just arresting Zemo. Now, speaking because of Zemo, he doesn't want to him. Oh, wait, so we're finally into the Zemo criticism. Everybody always seems to go with Zemo as the weakest part of the film, so maybe this will be more uh, chewable versus the rest we've had so far. And I kind of quickly address That's him. Optimistic. I would love to dedicate a whole section to this ridiculous character. So do it and then. His e no, 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 no. I could explain why Season 8, Episode 5 of Game of Thrones is bad over like three hours, but instead I'll just say it's bad. Just say no. No. Okay. Say I, no to Game of Thrones. I have a clip of them being like, and here it is, Season 8, Episode 5 of Game of Thrones, it just cuts to black. No. <laughs> Video ends. Video even more ridiculous motives, but I believe... Ridiculous, ridiculous motives? Motive. His motivation is extremely streamlined. It's like... His family were murdered as a result of the Avengers. He wants to get some form of payback for this. To exact justice upon them because they always escape it. What what is I mean, my favorite my favorite line I think in the movie is the Avengers like they went home. It's like ooh that hits hard. Yeah, because his home was destroyed by them. Both the love yeah. and the actual structures. He doesn't get to, you know. I love the part where he says, um, I'm going to try and kill you 
better men have tried. Like, yeah. smart motherfucker. Smartman. Yeah. Dedicate a whole section to this ridiculous character and his even more ridiculous motives. But I believe the majority acknowledge this to be the weaker link in, of the oh, film, so I'll just kind of leave it at that. No, Fucking no, flub that take. The weird. I love that. Everybody acknowledges him as the weak, the weak link, so I'm not going to talk about it. Right. Like, oh, cool. Thanks for making the analysis video then. <laughs> hey man, this is an in depth analysis, not an in in depth analysis. Like, what if this is the first one I've seen? The first review of this film? It's like, well, I don't know anything about Zemo. All you said is he's the weak one. The reason why Civil War is such a mixed if bag... If you're gonna do that, at least link to someone who does it. <laughs> at least... Can you just throw a whole bunch of bullet points on screen quick, just so you can be like, oh, it's this. Anyway, moving on. I'm trying to get into the mindset of someone who makes an analysis video and then at one point goes, I could go into why all of this character is really bad and why none of it makes any sense. But I will not. Well, that why would be too boring. Why would you just say no to Zemo? We would lose interest, <laughs> similarly to Black Panther losing interest in killing Bucky. See, it's thematically relevant. Yeah, wouldn't that be on scene? Oh. But I guess oh, it wouldn't the be films? the point, so... Down. So I'll just kind of leave it at that. The reason why Civil War is such a mixed bag is because the plot as a whole is not a very confusing one. In fact, it's rather easy to follow along. Apparently not. <laughs> you didn't follow fuck all. Did you watch it has the enough film? action to distract you from its flaws. However, it is a plot that as soon as you begin to think about the details, it falls apart on right. nearly every no, level doesn't. outside it of the main better. story. Well, no, he said it now, so we just need the justification. <laughs> Story threads. To those who've seen my video, Why the MCU Sucks, you'll probably hate my opinion of this film anyway. Did you need that? Did you, did you okay. need that? <laughs> oh man, like the, the just, you're alright, just go for it. You don't, imagine I start every video of mine with that shit. Like, I'm talking every single one. I'm like, Game of Thrones lovers will hate my video. I don't care, <laughs> you're fat boys. You're <laughs> shit. talking about. You're talking about the most universally reviled thing ever, like, Game of Thrones <laughs> Season 8 lovers are gonna hate me for this one. Uh, as show, as shows <laughs> dislike Bar Game of Thrones Season 8 lovers probably hate a lot of things, to be fair. Yeah, true. Oh, but what just does about... that say in the, in the description? It's just my personal opinion. Are you alright there, Friggy? Oh no. I keep having hiccups. I've dropped <laughs> two bottles of water and it's not helping. And, uh, actually, I probably need to go to sleep. Proof that water is bad for you, by the way. Don't you want to see this like through to the end, Fringy? It's just three more minutes. Probably less yeah, than that, considering right. he's probably got an outro. It's gonna take like 20 hours. <laughs> we'll, 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 we Everything I said regarding to the MCU <laughs> as a whole can also be applied to this film, and that is equally as insulting to me. Civil War is the 13th film by Marvel, and we're still toying around with the same concepts as the first Avengers film. A villain pits the Avengers against each other. This also- What? <laughs> what? Okay, whoa! Bullshit video. Whoa! There's a difference between literally mind controlling somebody and then presenting them a, a, a perspective that they differ on ideologically. Those are very different. The idea: Hulk punch Iron Man, Iron Man <laughs> punch Cap. Same thing. <laughs> wow. This is a game. Were you there yesterday for? Uh... Right, Fringy. I know. I know you were for the for the Brooks show. No bullshit video. Ah, um... uh, yes. Which was essentially him going, 
Say, saying that Age of Ultron and Avengers have got exactly the same plot because two characters get mind controlled. Oh. It's so bad. It's, it's my soul. I'm getting, I'm getting serious vibes of that here. So happened for the second time in Age of Ultron, and I swear to God, if they pull this shit again in Infinity War, I'm gonna lose my shit. What really grinds oh, my ears the most <laughs> is that this film had well, a great Guardians at it. Oh yeah, like Iron Man and stuff. But again, you can't say that's the same. They don't it know is each the other. Same. No, it's the same. No, literally it's the two same. characters having any kind of disagreement, even down to just what flavor of ice cream they prefer. That's that's it. Which happens, quiet, by the way. Quiet sheep. These movies are the same. There's two two scenes where the characters speak. These movies are the same. They're, they're filmed digitally. <laughs> so many of these films have Cap talking to Iron Man. I've noticed that. I've noticed that. I have noticed that. It happened in Avengers, Age of Ultron, Civil War. They just War. keep doing it. It's yeah. so shameless. But can you maybe Not come Infinity up with something War, new? Though. Infinity War is good. Well, Infinity War was yeah. the only one that they finally broke out of this stupid oh. formula. I don't know. They talk about each other. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Rep J. Quiet shit. <laughs> <laughs> Second time in Age of Ultron, and I swear to God, if they pull this shit again in Infinity War, I'm gonna lose my shit. What Infinity War? What really <laughs> grinds my gears the most is that this film had a great premise at its core and had the potential to break the formula for the typical Marvel. You've not proved that it didn't. You've simply said it didn't. Film. Yet they decided to shove that wonderful premise to the sideline by jumping the gun and attempting the Civil War storyline when it was just way too soon to attempt it for a number what? of reasons. What this film should have done was focused primarily on the core plot lines between Tony, Steve, and Bucky. Like it did? Reasons. Like, yeah. I mean, that was easily the core. The It's the part of the... It's, I find this weird, because the word core is going to throw me for a loop, because I'm like, what exactly do you mean by that? The thing that happens the most? It's the part you don't eat. <laughs> mm. it, uh, if, Meaning if... it's the least valuable bit, you throw it away at the end, so why is it the core? Volcanoes no, it grows into, into, it grows into from... a new marvel tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the seeds in it. Honestly, I, I feel like his answer would be like, well, I, I'd be just mostly about that. Okay. So, about, like the film about is. the wider theming, you know, that applies to everything in the film, not you know, a narrow character conflict. Someone's what about the very, rest? Very kindly putting like super chats of hour four of twenty four. So that at the end, going through the super chats, you'll know how far, how many more super chats you've got to go. Wait, sorry. Say that again. I missed what you said. Someone's very kindly leaving super chats that just say like hour four of twenty-four, so that when you're going through the super <laughs> chats at the end, you'll be you'll be going, oh, hour three of twenty-four, oh, and you'll you'll have, you'll have read you'll have been reading them at that point for like two hours, and you oh we're uh, more than a tenth of the way through. Um, oh, for the sake of bringing, I'll, I'll keep pushing up the video. Captain America Civil War attempts to be two different movies at the same time. It attempts oh, to be a sequel. How many times have you guys heard that? That's almost a buzzword now. Far it's like, from home. It doesn't know what it wants yeah. to be. It's two things at the same time. It's three things at the same time. It's annoying because you've <laughs> got to be more specific and why they don't match. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to think of cool. an example. To the Winter Soldier, focusing on character relations and friendships, while at the same time, it attempts to be the grandiose Civil War film we were promised.
and it did both of those things wonderfully, and it yeah. combined them like they're both relevant to each other consistently uh, throughout. Video hasn't changed that at all. Another nope. aspect about this film that's just downright insulting to me is that we were flat out lied to. No, you the weren't. directors of the film. Okay, let's read these. The consequences of Civil War will have an even more significant impact than Winter Soldier in. Oh, just in general, I guess. In Civil War, we're going to change the Marvel Cinematic Universe's psychology, and it's an extreme shift. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's making this, the heroes responsible for their actions and actually having a real world for them to deal with. Part of this shift is ending to Civil War, which Russo promised will have an extreme impact on the fans of the Marvel franchise. Russo promised a very dramatic ending that will be controversial for a lot of people. Yeah, yep. split the Avengers into two sides. This is, an in, this is in line with previous statements from Russo, talking about the upcoming shift in the overarching Marvel Cinematic Universe. Speaking to Guardian in January, Russo said, It's cyclical. Some new Avengers in future movies are going to become prominent, and then some may not be around anymore. Yep, that's oh, wow. definitely so what happens. Hmm? So, so we were lied to with these statements, apparently? How was it false advertising? Like, I don't... I got what I expected. And then... So like, right insulting to me is that we were flat out lied to. The directors of the film have gone on record to state that by the end of the film, nothing will be the same. But that's, that's not what they said. That's not even in these quotes. Yeah. <laughs> they said they're going to change the universe's psychology. It doesn't actually. But, but, irrelevant of that, that is the case. Things aren't the same. I'm curious to see his justification for that shit. Why is this video so bad? film have gone oh, on record to state that by the end of the film, <laughs> nothing will be the same. But that's complete bullshit. This film ties up everything in a nice little bow with Steve sending a letter <laughs> What? <laughs> There's literally eight Avengers of Vigilantes now, but everything is back to normal. I love that we've got Infinity War to basically stamp the confirmation box of, yeah, Civil War had some severe consequences. Bullshit. <laughs> how it... I'm confused as to how he reached this conclusion. Don't don't you, he's explaining it. You're just interrupting him. That's what you do on EFAB. Take him out of context. Bullshit. This film ties up everything in a nice little bow with Steve <laughs> sending a letter to Tony saying that if he ever needs their help, they will return just as they always Because it would be out of character for him to say, Hey Tony, even if the world is destroyed, fuck you. <laughs> Thanos' army just lands and Cap's just and sulking. And even he gives him the phone, he doesn't use it. Remember, he's not actually... He's not pissed at Tony. He's sad that all of this has happened. At, at the fact that he's maintaining his principles and his faith in his friend. He understands what Tony did and why. He knows now that they can't be a team, though, because they've now split into Government Avengers and Vigilante Avengers. I know this. We did the. Uh, we had. We responded to basically the exact same criticism from CinemaSins on Infinity War, where he said uh, when, when Tony was preparing to call Cap, um, yeah, I can't. I've forgotten. <sighs> have nothing has changed. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, there will be an element of distrust amongst <laughs> an element of distrust. <laughs> They're not the team. The team doesn't exist and they lose. Characters Remember how they, like, that actually comes to a, an actual scene in Endgame? Do you trust yeah. me? Yeah. Tony blew up at him. Yeah. No, 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 no. 
aged really well. Going forward, uh, but I can guarantee no. you that at the end no. of the day, nothing's changed. Or likely, nothing. How the fuck do you argue nothing's was? changed? How do you argue that? By just saying it over and over again. The argument Sheep. makes more sense for Avengers and Age of Ultron, in that you'd be like, the team are together, like the most brain-dead take you could have, but still. <laughs> I miss the Black Panther from Civil War. Oh, I know, man, he's so yeah, badass. Will have changed as a result of this film, which would have been fine if this was Avengers 2, but this is the 13th film by Marvel. We're well past that point. We need to start seeing progress. Ha oh, this, this film is that, you dingleberry. <laughs> Aiden. Oh, no. Had this film stripped away all characters and plot lines outside of its core themes, this film could have been a phenomenal springboard into a true Civil War story, because by the end of this film, Steve and Tony would have been bitterly on opposite story. sides of a line. Okay, I guess it's, it's invalid, because if it was his film, they would have been bitter enemies, and they're not that, therefore bad. Well, why would they be their friends? Why would they be bitter enemies? Stupid. What is like? Uh, I was gonna be like, how else can I respond to it? But it's like there's, there's nothing for me to work with. There's no flesh to that argument. I'm just like, okay, no. And what's more, by the end of that Civil War story, we could have gotten an instant transition into Infinity War, which would further develop the characters and bonds because, like it already does. You fucking wet blanket of stupid. Yeah, I got him. Oh, I'm a turn up again they would be forced to work together once more after almost like, in like, game. like they are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything he's talking about show. happened. Feels bad, man. Being torn apart. In closing, there's so much to enjoy about Captain America's Civil War that I completely understand if you find this movie to be the best Marvel movie to date. I, however, cannot yeah. overlook the film lost within the film and the fact that <laughs> I cannot overlook. I cannot That's overlook my confusion. The film lost within the film. That's <laughs> a war crime of a statement. <laughs> I guess it's I a good it. statement for sure. <laughs> the the game lost. within the game. The film within the film. This is too good. This is the 13th painful. movie and does so little to shake up the basic formula by the end, it doesn't help. Now, if you're still watching to this point in the video, I'd like to thank you all. I'm sure oh, this is will be over? a 20 minute it's video, exactly 20 maybe minutes. even longer, uh, for just talking about one Did movie. Did you just say that's so a long time to talk first. about one movie? He hasn't met us, okay? <laughs> I was planning on making a series of videos next on the Transformer movies, okay. but I will be happy to take requests into consideration. Uh, redo Civil War after paying yeah. attention to it. <laughs> Instead of watching the film. Instead of watching it. For future videos, if you'd rather see something else, hopefully I can get these out uh, quicker next time. I do have a little bit more free time now. Hope you enjoyed, and I will see you guys next time. Why has he not made them? He's not made any more videos. Oh, man. Maybe this one wasn't well received. None of them were well received. <laughs> That's your opinion, sir. No, it's not. I'm looking painful. at the like to dislike. Wait, really? actually, was this video not well received? I can't remember what the. No, it was. It was like half and half. Oh, it's exactly it's not, half and half. That's actually better than I thought it would be. Then what's so? Why the MCU sucks is that, like. Remember, just just. Oh, it's less thing. than half. Be nice, people who may be tempted to leave a comment on this video. You know, we're welcome to disagree with them, but be nice. We always have to. I haven't reminded people of that in a while.
Oh. You're gonna leave any comments. But yes, uh, that was something. Oh. That makes me upset because it's such a good movie. Rags is here. People. Oh. No, Rags is online though. Rags yeah. is online. Rags, Rags said he's going to the store to pick something up and he's gonna ping me when he's back. Ah. Uh, well, I mean, I won't be seeing him because I got, I got to sleep. It's okay, you, sleep, you, but... you did your rotation, Fringy. You're a good man. Oh, Hi, Fringy. Yes. Hey, hey, how you doing? Doing all right. About time I, I finally uh, got to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's just like, oh, hey, good to meet you. Hey, see ya. Yeah, yeah <laughs> see ya. <laughs> um, no, this From was, Folding this... Door, we've had guests. That's what the idea was supposed to be. We had me, Alex, uh, Jay, and Friggy for like a good near four hours, but yeah. Yeah. Now it's time to rotate. It was great. Yeah, it's good All stuff, right, man. We'll, we'll maybe catch you at the end as well. Yes, potentially. I got I got another twenty right. hours of this shit. This disgusting, depraved shit. I, I mean, good yeah. Luck. All right, catch you. Doodles. Later. On. Later. Alright, um, so Rags is gonna be popping in soonish. Oh, sweet. Uh, the video that's up next is actually one that. Uh, up next? Up Yeah, um, I believe. It's, it's the one you'd wanna do, right, Southpaw? The, uh, <clears throat> the brown table one? Yes, the defending a very great movie called The Dark Knight Rises, which is not Ooh. rifled with plot holes and character inconsistencies and retarded contrivances and a whole ton of bullshit that I spotted for the first time yesterday because this movie literally gets worse every single fucking time that I watch it. I well, have then. seen many an anger from you on the server about this film. About well, this video or guys, the film? You guys... The film. I haven't seen. I, I watched one second of the video before rage quitting because I knew that I would have to just respond to it live. But I, I need to sort of set the tone here. I hate this film more than The Last Jedi. I'm not going to say that The Last Jedi is a worse film than The Dark Knight Rises. I think The Dark Knight Rises just hurts a lot more because. Um, so I, I already was kind of uh, feeling meh about The Force Awakens, and I wasn't too invested in the sequel trilogy. So my brother, who loved The Force Awakens, uh, I think he was like more disappointed with The Last Jedi than I was. Um, and The Last Jedi is a fucking terrible film. But the first two Nolan Batman movies are so goddamn good. And I was really looking forward to seeing The Dark Knight Rises. Like my anticipation was through the roof. I was way more excited for The Dark Knight Rises than I've ever been for any Star Wars film. And uh, it, it fucking sucked. And, I don't know, it, I'm, I'm heartbroken. It, it actually breaks my heart. Well, what's cool about this is Brown Table is fast becoming one of the, like, he's like, he's, he's a tier above total. Like, he makes really bad videos, so it'll be great. Uh, there's a link in the, uh, in the group we're in to the watch together. Uh, South Pole, really if you grab that up. Just a heads up, I've seen this video and it's really something special. Oh. <laughs> And like I said, uh, uh, I think this will be one Rags can jump into whenever he, he pings me as well, so that'll happen. Then we'll be up to five, and I think we said... Uh, I don't know if I should cap it at five or six. I don't know. Wait, Metal's you asking me something. six to me before. I, th I, th I feel like we, we, we can do it, right, guys? We, we can pull it up, right, guys? We had seven yeah, sure. on the stream on Saturday. Yeah, but your streams are unruly and have no rules. They are unruly. That's, oh, yeah. And I, I just wanted to say, hi, Jay. It's nice to finally meet you. Hey, man. Guess appreciate I could say you, the uh, same. <laughs> appreciate you finally. Uh, I, I, I appreciate you following me on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I 
I didn't realize I'd done that, but I'm I'm sure I have. Oh. I <laughs> I I hadn't realized I'd done that. I hadn't remembered I'd done that. That's the word to use. I follow I follow people on Twitter. Nice. Well, it's appreciated anyways. <laughs> I'm quite tired. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. Well, how um, long how long do you reckon you've got left, Jay? Before you'll have to. Uh, maybe maybe an hour. Hmm. All good. I figure that more people will start wanting to show up now. I actually uh Shad sent me a message. He wants to turn up early Australian wake-up time, which is like, I think, six hours from now-ish, so um, I've got a video that pertains to objectivity in some way, so you'll probably jump in for that. Theo, how much time do you have? Uh, more or less infinite time. I can be here until I get bored and need to go to sleep, I guess. Goodness. I'll have to think if just, an, just kick me out at some point. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, I might kick out people depending on who shows up. People saying get ER. I... He, he told me that he, he may be able to show up, he may not, like, it's... The way that I, I assume I'll make this work is that you guys in chat, if anyone shows up who you know has been a past guest, just at me, I'll figure out and get them on, or if they PM me. I don't know how else to do this, because... Like, if I, if I go ahead and send a message to everybody who could potentially come on, they might all be like, yeah, I'm here now, and I'll just be like, oh, fuck it, uh, what the... Can we can we get Remarkable Republican as a guest on EFAP? <laughs> can we can we get him, please? I've, I really want to hear his his takes. I mean, probably post fifty. Like, if we're gonna have him on, it'll probably be after fifty. But um, yeah, I'm willing to hear him argue for Tywin's homosexuality. I hate to mention the stream again, but we covered him on it. Um, and he wants to build a Christian society on the moon, on not on the moon, on Mars. Sorry, um. be ridiculous. It's like, a, um, it, that was like the best video we covered on that one. It's amazing. He thinks you can go outside on Mars wearing a scuba suit and heavy winter coat. Of course. Look, some people have different ideas. Why are you trying to say that like it's a bad thing, Jay? <sighs> See? You didn't even say no. Oh, I know you don't have an argument. No. No, no is my argument. Ooh, cynical reviews this year and veto. Hmm. Rags has come in plus cynical plus. Una, uh, how do I, guys? You gotta tell me how to balance this. I mean, Thanos. Theo, you'd probably be interested in doing the objectivity one, right? Uh, probably. You wanna, if depending on, let's see if if Vito and CJ want to come in. You both want to come in. Let me know. Smudboy's here as well, and Lo Jay Longbone. Oh fuck! Oh Jesus! <laughs> Everyone's coming. <laughs> It the, the, the portals have opened up. <laughs> oh, so C, CJ's a bit busy. Alright. That's one. Vito said, oh lord. Oh, I just realized Vito was Southpaw. <laughs> oh, no, we're cool now. Oh, okay, cool. good, good, good. There you go. Yeah, um, we, 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 we settled our differences in the DMs. It's all good. He embraced the duck meme. Good. Can we, can we do the memes, by the way? Uh, once Rags comes on, I guess? We'll do the brown table video and then memes, hopefully, and fucking hell. I got an eight hour cap, hopefully I can do some super chats after that then as well. Well, it's not- no, it's not an eight hour cap, actually. I can go over eight hours. I can go up to twelve, from what I understand. Uh, who else is around? Has to finish a script so I don't feel guilty. Someone said Jay Longbone was there, is she? Pick Jane Longbone or else you're racist and sexist. I already know that. Well, hi Vito, how you doing? Alright then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hello. Hello. 
Hello, oh, hey there. I figured it out. Hey! Excellent. Um, you guys can hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, once Rags pops in, that'll make six. And then, if... If, say for example, Jay Longbone, if she is actually in chat, I haven't seen her name yet. Any of you guys? Uh, I saw her pop up. Oh. Alright, I'll, I'll invite her to the Discord. If she joins it, that's when I'd ask if you can pop out with Theo. If that... Sure. <gasps> My God, Happy fiftieth! I know I'm so old. You're you're an old beautiful bastard. I wonder how many people would believe it if I said I was fifty years old. I mean, no one really gets knows what people. you look like, so. I mean, why would you lie about that? I just got to start talking a bit more like this. I get no, fifty year olds aren't that bad. <laughs> They're not like half dead. <laughs> um. Yeah, Jay well, Longbone, if you can hear this, then you you can still get in whether or not you're available right now. You've got you you got access now if you go on Discord. Um do Epic Store. Smaller is an what? old man for a seventy two. Yep oh, I thought someone said get brown table on. Could you imagine? <laughs> People oh have different opinions. That is how we'd open, isn't it? I'm sure you'd be more than uh, fantastic in that. Um, I'm kind of... up and say sexual harassment? <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd ask him to say, we'd like to say the thing, and he's like, what thing? Say the thing! <laughs> I just saw someone in chat say, Theo can come on whenever there's too few people. <laughs> I'm just filler, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the most B-list. It's my favourite. Um, well, I guess... Jackson. I guess we can kick <laughs> on, because... Uh... I don't think there's anyone else. Like I said, we're still waiting for... I was going to say it would make more sense for Rags to get here and then we start, but I figure we should just start anyway. It's not like he's going to be missing out on a brown table video. So, uh, link to watch together is in the group you're in, If Vito, if you haven't done that already. I don't know if the five I'm seeing uh, in the thing are the five of us. No, I didn't click it. I'll click... Wait, who, wait, oh, yeah, right. I was like, who else would it be? And then I remembered we had people leave. Mm -hmm. Some people don't you... leave when they should. Did you just post it in the group, or did you post it earlier? It's, earlier. it's early, you just scroll up. Yeah, alright, I found it. Yeah, well. Are you- oh, yeah, you're in. Alright, so yeah, context. If you don't know this, everyone fucking knows this, the Nolan Batman films are typically looked at as Batman Begins is, is, is decent, uh, Dark Knight is amazing, Dark Knight Rises is terrible. That's the general consensus as far as I'm aware. A lot of people have different takes, like uh, Batman Begins is the best one, or The Dark Knight is terrible, or The Dark Knight Rises is actually a very well-made film. And um, the video we're looking at right now is called Defending The Dark Knight Rises Better Than You Remember, which is something he probably got from Cosmonaut Variety Hour, actually. I feel like he's the one that uh, not so much popularized, but definitely gave fame to the idea of Thing, something that you remember because he did it with the Raimi films, didn't he? That's just like a fairly standard title, though. Sure. Well, for, in the video essay crowd, I've not seen anyone do it before Cosmonaut. Even I'm probably wrong on that. I'm just saying from my perspective. And then to see him do it not long after, I'm like, hmm. Are there any? Uh, are there any Cosmonaut videos lined up? There is one actually. Hmm. Uh, let's see what my notes on it were. Do I might have put a name next to it, and that's why I'm trying to do this. Trying to get. Videos that are more suitable to the guests at the time. No, it's got no name next to it, so they'll just be covered randomly. It's about Steer Wars. 
Um, so anyway. Oh, is it, so is it about the three? <laughs> people have strong opinions about that movie. Star Wars? No. Yeah. No, it's, but it's about That's one of the like ones a... that people don't have particular. Yeah, it's just like a space wizard movie for kids, right? Yeah, yeah. If you like, yeah. honestly, if you want to talk about it, then admit first that you're a fucking no. baby. He has a video about Dishonored too. Why do I not know this? What brown table? Talking about space child no, cosmonaut. I have to watch this, and I have to okay take the take into my mind. I have a question. Go for it. So Joker is coming out. Mm -hmm. Joker, and we're still talking about the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> Saying it's not this relevant. It's a it's a running meme. It's um basically when we covered Brown Table on Captain Marvel. I don't know if you know that everyone freaked out about the I say freaked out. I, I talked about fuck it. The the scene the deleted scene where she like electrocuted that guy. Um, yeah, yeah. So Brown Table made the argument, why is everyone talking about this when Spider Man is coming out? Wow. And we found it very <laughs> yeah. amusing, and it's been... Every time a new movie comes out, all the old movies go away. Nobody well, talks now... about Citizen Kane. <laughs> well, now, Brown... Brown Table is now going to tell us what makes good bat. But first, he must <laughs> tell us about Skillshare. Yes. Skillshare. Entered by Skillshare. Go to the link in the description to get started on a two-month free trial. <laughs> That's it. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay. But, but, Why is the word trilogy something? <laughs> Wait a minute. Guys, so, guys, so. guys. Trilogies. So, it's so um, Shrek. <laughs> okay, so the, uh, the when I tried watching this video, I made it to as far as him saying trilogies with the word on screen, and that's when I knew I had to quit because it was like, okay. Okay, I, I just, I have to let my reaction be natural when I watch this on EFAP. So I have, like, literally everything past this I have not seen. I am going in completely blind. Uh, I just, just like, um... Cord. <laughs> also, <laughs> wasn't there, like, a really shitty ad? Let's just do that one again. Because, like, if you didn't, for a second, pretend you haven't, you've never heard of Skillshare, oh, no, then... no, they, they get you to put, they get you, they get you to say this video is sponsored by at the beginning, and then they do you, the ad at the end. Yeah, but, like, what I'm suggesting is that, um, you're like, what even is it? You, you could be like, you, what they typically do is, yeah, this is so sponsored like, by Skillshare, a a web service that teaches blah blah blah. Like, I can't remember what Skillshare does specifically, but... I'm pretty sure it's just for the brand recognition at the beginning, and then the actual... Oh, okay. So it's like... I just thought it was funny. Uncommon sense content. An interesting way yeah. to... Uh, uh, brand yourself. Uncommon sense content. All right. By Skillshare. Am I supposed to know Go what to the brown table is? is brown table is just a creator, um, yeah. a video essayist. He's a, he's a video a essayist okay. in like the same click as like just right. He's um, a fucking beam factory. Nano <laughs> B movies. Yeah, he's one of the not good ones. Got it. Well, one of the most tismy uh, ones. Uh, I'm sure it's subjective as to whether or not a video essayist is good or bad. Like right. Tonal Loke, he's one of the best, I'd say. You know, other people might not. To the link in the description to get started on a two-month free trial. Trilogies. We all love them. There's something special about them. <laughs> I'm already like, why? I'm already thrown off. Like trilogies. We all love them. What? There's something special about them. Most trilogies, like most trilogies, like flounder at least at one point, especially like near the end, like Spider-Man Three. Um, uh, fucking. I'm trying to think of other. 
movies that fucked up at, in the in the third act. Um, I mean, The Dark Knight Rises, of course, which we're about to go into. Shrek. Um, for Shrek, yes. Yeah. Hang on, why was he showing Shrek when he was saying trilogies? There's four Shrek films. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a trilogy lot. if you don't include the fact that there's four. Okay, Jay. While Brown Table kind of forgot that Shrek has four movies, JXE definitely did not. <laughs> I think a lot of people want to forget. But you, people want to forget about the third uh, Shrek as well. Like, oh yeah, Matrix, uh, Godfather. I'm I'm looking at the oh, Matrix, chat right now. Did Matrix stumble on the second one though? Yeah, like well, just the Matrix trilogy in general fucking sucks. People are saying only... Star Wars. No. Well, like, Return of the Jedi is good. This is where we start wondering uh, what it all be. This is the problem. It's like we all love trilogies. Like, let me stop you there. <laughs> we need to. Special. What do you mean? He said there's something love trilogy. Oh, somebody says like, Blade. All those Blade movies are good. Oh. Trinity? Uh, come on. No. As if there's like so, there's two um, movies, that's not enough movies. I believe oh, there, are, there are more trilogies. The right number of movies. Yeah, there are more yeah, trilogies that future. don't have consistent quality than do. I'm pretty sure that's the world we live in, right? Yeah, like the only good trilogies that I can really think of off, off the top of my head would be like Lord of the Rings and the Bourne movies. Star Wars. Like, 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 well, okay, Star Wars as well. I'm talking like all three are like consistently really, really fucking good. Whereas with Star Wars, Return of the Jedi is kind of like, eh, it's okay, but it's still, you know, it, it, it's, it's worse than the others by, uh, by a wide margin. But Back to the still... Future holds up, I think. The third one is. Third one well, drops off a bit. But yeah, I, I was gonna say when we look at stuff like the Matrix or Pirates of the Caribbean or fucking all these other things like Back to the Future trilogy. Yeah, that's solid compared. Uh, oh yeah, a guy yeah. mentioned that Die Hard two kind of sucked, Jones. but one and three were good. Yeah, a lot of people hate Temple of Doom when it comes to Indiana Jones. Uh, how does everyone here? Feel? Yeah, I was having this discussion last I'm night. Not, I'm not a fan of Temple now. of Doom. I hate Temple of Doom personally. <laughs> Really? I'm, I'm I'm willing to hear out why it's a good film, and I'm willing to rewatch it. But when I watched, it, I was like, Ugh, didn't I didn't care for it. I think I actually think Last silly. Crusade. I actually think Last Crusade is the weakest of the three. Oh, that's my favorite one of the three. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. my favorite. I know that's kind of. I love Last Crusade. No, I, I love Last Crusade. I think that you're in good company here. No, he said no, that saying, it's his I, least I'm saying favorite. that's my least favorite one. Oh, it's your least favorite. Oh, well, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, point being, we love trilogies, right? Yeah, they're the best. <laughs> they're the all best. Trilogies are good. Sure, Three yeah, is the correct number of films. I'm willing well, to say yes, I do love trilogies. I was about to say to get super pedantic. If he was like, no, I just mean that we like it when there's you know a lot of something that we enjoy. And I'm like, so wouldn't we like quadrilogies more than trilogies and pentology yeah, cinematic universes <laughs> yes. more than that? Yeah, like I was just like, what a weird. Th do you think this was just a stand-in for an intro? He was just like, I don't know, I'm trilogies. Gonna, we all love them. He needed some way to segue into his point. Go out on a limb and say he didn't really think about what he was saying. Here. <laughs> yeah, he made one pass on the on the script. He's like, I'll I'll revisit that line later. That doesn't make sense, and then just never did. Picture We all like... love trilogies. I actually think uh, Brown Table would lose his mind if he saw us doing this. He'd be like, all I said was I like we like trilogies. Why are they still on this? <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ! I've got to reach the Dark Knight Rises somehow. How do I? How do I trilogy. get to the film? Uh, <laughs> trilogy. We could have said this with Batman. Love them. Wait, does it? I find it interesting to refer to the Cap trilogy as a trilogy as well. It's it, like I think it's valid. It's just strange because the MCU mm -hmm. is like this one big thing. Someone's mentioning the, the the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. I don't know if that's meant to be a good example or a bad example. I love the Kung Fu Panda movies. I've seen the first two and liked them both. The third one's I good too. I saw the first one. 
Uh, yeah. Third one's not as good as the first two. Have they only, only made three? Three. Okay. The third I'm one's surprised. not as it's not as good as the first two, but it's still good. So, the only thing um, I remember about Kung Fu Panda is uh, Dan Harmon wrote on it for a little bit. Oh, did he? Oh, really? Yeah, but he got kicked out because he was too cantankerous, and he said that the villain was basically Jesus. <laughs> And he's like, you can't prophesize that the villain dies because then the villain is Jesus. I don't know. It's this whole thing. <laughs> okay. It's a big long rant about getting fired from working on Kung Fu Panda. It's very <laughs> interesting. There's something special about them. And it's always kind of fun to see if all three movies are going to end up great. If the series starts great and ends poorly, or if it starts poorly and ends great. Those well, are all possibilities. Well, but why is Wait that specific to trilogies rather than just movies? <laughs> So didn't confused. didn't didn't he uh, make a whole video about why Spider-Man Three is better than you remember? Like, why is he well, that using? Was... was that him? No, he did do that. That yeah, was him. That. It was him. It was, uh, wow. Episode thirty-one. We covered it in the the dregs of clickbait. I want to say what episode is called. Oh, was you're it? right. I rewatched oh, like... that recently. God, so... EFAP's been going for like a year or something. Yeah, it has. yeah. God damn it, Brown Table! Can't you just be consistent for once? <laughs> no, he is. He's consistently no. awful. He's <laughs> consistent, <laughs> so I his reason for back. why we like trilogies is that we get to see if they're good or not. Yeah, I don't. Again, how is that not applicable to literally everything we consume? <laughs> we get yeah. to see if it was good or not. Because sometimes they're bad, which is what's so exciting about them. Well, he also and... said like they'll start good and end bad, or vice versa. And it's like you could have yeah. that with a movie, not just trilogies. Yeah, yeah. That's what I love about trilogies. Fuck, man. <laughs> That's such a bizarre point. Great. If the series starts great and ends poorly, or if it starts poorly and ends great. I wanted to go back to the late 2000s, early 2010s, and revisit a trilogy I hold very dear to my heart. Oh. Jay Longbone just did a super chat. You can join if you want to, by the way. I sent you an invite with Discord. If you sign into Discord, you'll have access to a channel that's titled, right now, FringyJX, Smileral. So if you see that, you can hit join call and you'll be here, and then you'll boot Theo out. That's Jay Longbone. Please come in. Goodbye. <laughs> Not yet, Theo. She hasn't killed you yet. The and and, and she throat, said, uh, "We all love trilogies. My third suicide attempt rounded out the first two really well." <laughs> Isn't that an active tripling? <laughs> that yeah, that's suicidal tripling. <laughs> and that's the Dark Knight trilogy. The third film in the trilogy is The Dark Knight Rises, and not enough people talk about this movie in my opinion. There's so much the movie does right, but internet discourse talks about it as if it's a mediocre mess. But it's not. <laughs> Isn't it all subjective, Mr. Brown Table? He said he can prove it. Wait. And I can prove it. Oh god, you're right, I was just behind that. <sighs> Isn't, he, his, isn't he the subjective man? Like, I'm confused, I thought he was one he of those. he can prove it in his opinion. That's a shit work. If we're out of sync, we should, we should scrolly, scrolly, scroll. scroll. I'm confused as to where he's... The timeline. Oh, okay. But go ahead. I'm, I'm confused as to what he's talking about when he's saying internet discourse tends to hate on this movie. It has a 90% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, 87% from the critics. Wow. And it's... Yeah. Uh, it's I very hear a lot of positive actually, stuff about it's, Dark Knight Rises. It's very Dark hard to find a YouTube video that criticizes it. Like, the only... Uh, the, there's only two that I could find. One of them is Doug Walker's review, and the other one is some guy who did, like, a top 10 list, like, I think two weeks after the film came out and uh, his like 10th, his, his first reason for why he hated the film 
was how the Batcave was designed, and then I just clicked away like, okay, you're <laughs> not going to bring up legitimate points against this film. Um, but yeah, it's like every other review that you go on, like if you look up Jeremy Johns, uh, my doppelganger, Chris Stuckman, um, fucking anyone, uh, YMS, they all I praised actually, this movie. Yeah, I recently rewatched Red Letter Media's review of it, and they were hugely positive. Oh yeah, even even yeah. Red Letter Media was positive towards this. And I remember pretty really skeptical. I remember yeah. absolutely being in the minority when I said this was garbage when I first came out of the cinema with my group of friends. Like I remember. Uh, a couple of them oh, yeah. were like middling. Alex was in favor of it. He's not now. I, I'll make sure to clarify that. Uh, many people aren't now. But I remember hating it because I loved The Dark Knight and I thought this was a fucking disaster as a sequel. I, yeah, I was the same way as soon as I came out. I was like, that was not good. And the thing is that like the first 20 minutes or so I thought were overall fine, but the writing was kind of like questionable to begin with. The uh, opening scene in the, um, in the plane makes no goddamn sense. And we can go over that later if you like. Um, but like the, the overall setup was like, okay, this is starting out. Okay. But yeah, the writing gets really fucking bad when the second act begins. And then it gets even worse in the third act. Hi rags. Hello. How do you do? Hey rags. I'm all right. Excited for uh, another 20 hours of fun times. Is it is it twenty? We yeah. we are currently at four thirty eight, so at least all right, twenty. All right. Um. Yeah. When I, because when I I set my alarm and I woke up and then I checked Discord, and you had started like four or so hours ago, and I was trying to figure out how have you started? You're not supposed to start for like another two or so hours. So I went through my Discord messages because I was trying to figure out what had happened. So I went through our messages and because I know you said like 13 and a half hours from, you know, when I asked mm -hmm. and this says that I asked that at 630 p.m. I was like, no, I asked that at like 11 p.m. the previous day, you know, it, which is why I thought it was a certain time. So I had spaced it out. So I have no idea why, but I would I don't know. It's weird. Well, it's all good. I, I, we've we've been stacked on, on guests regardless. So it's uh nice to have you here and uh, we, we've we've covered you missed out on someone saying uh, uh, Captain America Civil War is bad so that was that was a bad video and you missed us covering Jim Sterling referring to VR goggles as privilege goggles because blind people people without legs and fat people can't use them very well <laughs> that's so stupid <laughs> i do enjoy people using the disabled as a shield to cover their arguments it's great memes but um yeah uh we're currently just started up a brown table video would you like to join us ranks yeah sure um, Does this mean Rags kills me now, or...? Uh, I mean, six... I think we said six was our cap, so if anyone now joins, you, I guess, you... Sure. Wait, Jay Longbone's still in chat. Did she answer, and I've missed it? She said she'll join after this video. Ah, okay. Yeah, in that case, I guess we can stay as the six, and uh, we will begin the whole... People get replaced uh, in order of in which they came on? Is that what we'll do? I don't know. As long as they've spent at least a decent amount of time here in some way, shape, or form. That should work out. Uh, sure. Yeah, the, the link is in um, the, the, the top of the uh, the chat, Rags. If you scroll up, you'll find the watch together. 
Oh wait, is Movie Circle Jerk upset that we're having a twenty-four hour ethos? <laughs> well, They're that was very like upset a about a month that. or two ago. Oh my goodness! Yeah, they can't. Ha- do they don't know what fun is, do they? Well, they've probably experienced it no, at some point. It was fine, terrifying, but you can't have it for long periods of time. Do these guys not? Fun has happens in short bursts. Muller shitty nitpick podcast. <laughs> 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 what do they do for work? They don't do jobs. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. These poor people. I feel so so. Every, anyone who's here, I'm who's who's on Movie Circle Jerk. I'm so sorry. No one here is on Movie Circle Jerk. I mean, there's probably some people who remember. We knew people who hate watch some of our content. Oh, so yeah. there's gonna be there's gonna be people. How can anyone hate watch your content? It's long. It takes too long to hate yeah. watch me, but they That's still pathetic. find a way. <laughs> Just sit there for hours, just like this sucks. Hate it. I like I like the the irony of people saying that Mahler has nothing better to do with his time than make long videos and whatnot, but they have nothing better to do with their time but complain about Mahler making long videos and doing long streams. <laughs> well, they probably argue it takes them minutes to take a picture and upload, while it takes me years to make videos. I mean, I'm there's some people where it. I like. I'll quickly browse through their post history, and you're like living in their head rent free, dude. Well, you, you, well don't you know? Me and Rags, and by extension, Wolf, I think has been referred to this way as well. We've destroyed conversations about movies now. <laughs> We're like the oh, reason oh, yeah, that's what I heard. the discussion is dead. We're a blight on the fucking the 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 race of humans. <laughs> We're just like, oh, what's nice. the quote? What's the quote? The um, oh. I, don't, I think these men are beyond redemption or something. These oh, twisted yeah. shells of men. Twisted shells. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> I was on. It was on forty-seven. I think there, where we we covered the guys who said humanity. that objectivity destroys discussion, and then we invited him on for a discussion that went on for Lord knows how long. <laughs> how about that? Man, people take this stuff too. I just got hate mail yesterday. Like the first time someone actually found my email address to tell me I'm ruining the Star Wars community. Oh, you personally. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, it's a pretty shitty community if one fat dude makes stupid internet. (laughs) Well, we have that's the thing. Me and Rags like shit, man. We have a lot of power. We destroyed conversation. (laughs) I found it. it. What what, what more can you destroy? I found the quote. Fuck it. I really think these twisted shells of men cannot be saved or redeemed in any fashion. There is oh no God. way they'll stop acting the way they do, no matter how many times they're re- no matter how many times reality fucks them in the ass. They're oh an insult goodness. to film criticism. They're an insult to the Star Wars <laughs> fandom. They're an insult to the objectivity versus subjectivity debate. They're an insult to YouTube. Hell, they're an insult to the human race. <laughs> can we? Jeez, man. Can we turn that? Can we turn that into like a copy pasta for the toxic brood? My favorite part about that is that um, I tweet. I did a tweet saying uh, movie circle joke seems pretty stupid, right? Um, and loads of people on movie Cir- circle jerk uh, responded to that by saying, "How can you get offended by what we do? It's just dumb jokes and memes." <sighs> like, oh, <laughs> they, it just goes to show how much they don't understand. Oh, the irony. Yeah, and that's what we do. A couple of, of all the videos that they like aggressively. Criticized it was the fucking cosmic the chicken Goliath, Goliath one. Like <laughs> you couldn't have chosen a more inappropriate video to say they're nitpicking. They're nitpicking. The it's most, like oh, the most casual alcohol infused, <laughs> uh, back alley, uh, survival scenario, 
meme podcast of ours we've ever done. And it wasn't even on our channel. It wasn't even here. It was on uh, and then the, Jay's channel. Yeah, right? It was on Jay's uh, channel, yeah. Yeah. And then well, they go on even and like, they, they keep saying things like, how can you spend that long responding to something? And like, how can you get angry <laughs> about a Watch Mojo video? And then when I say, oh, they haven't even watched the fucking stream. Because they, if they had, they'd know that's not even what we're doing. We, that, go, you expect we, us to watch really four want. hours of something to complain about it? I expect us to watch fucking some of it. It doesn't matter if you've not watched the whole thing if the things you're saying are true. It was basically a meme in the podcast that we weren't even covering the video. And the memes were so good, I had to re-upload the memes. These like, poor, poor people. This is your brain on Reddit. It just bothers them so much that this podcast exists. They don't, they don't want this podcast to exist to entertain people. They think that you're a bad person if you're entertained by EFAP and Mahler. I mean, you are kind of. like, well, uh, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I will own up to that. Um, but yeah, uh, the link is further up from there, Rags, if you jump in. We'll... We're on our, our buddy Brown Table, who's well known for making extremely good arguments. Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll throw it back to, like... Gee, I hold is that working for you? Is that... Defending the Dark Knight. I haven't seen The Dark Knight Rises, so. Oh, you'll be fine. We all have. <laughs> you can just check out his argument. The the thing you should uh, you've missed out is he said trilogies. We all love them. What, what do you think of that <laughs> as a point? <laughs> trilogies. We all love them. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna be all trilogies. Like saying, it's like saying things, events. We all love them. I mean, if you if you can't think of an intro, you know, you just throw that one in. It'll. Anyway. Uh very dear to my heart, and that's the Dark Knight trilogy. I wish we had hearts. The third film in the trilogy is The Dark Knight Rises, and not enough people talk about this movie in my opinion. There's in so much opinion. the movie does right, but internet discourse- What would be enough people talking about it? Three. <laughs> Seven. Talks about it as if it's a mediocre mess, but it's not, and I can prove it. The most important elements of the movie- I can prove it, I hope. Well, the nature of proving something- is such well, that <laughs> if you would if you were to prove something, Rags, would that not then be an objective truth? And he doesn't believe in yeah, all that it's, shit. It's so. not your it's not your opinion if you can prove it. He subjectively believe or he subjectively hopes that he can objectively prove it. It's like the basis of like even the scientific method and everything. In my opinion, he says, like, "No, you can prove it." I I can prove it. I hope in the <laughs> video he's released. He's like, so, so did you or didn't you? <laughs> you put the video out, so... I get, maybe he would say he... proving something is subjective. At that point, I'd be like, oh... Maybe so why do you it. hope to prove it? <laughs> why, that, that would be getting... But I was like, oh, I hope to fucking time travel like, by closing my eyes. Saying too, I hope actually. to prove it is something that you say before you start the video. And then at the end, you'll know the answer. Have I proven it? Maybe oh, that's what'll happen. At the end, you'll go, and so, I proved it. You don't know. Or so, you don't or know. so I didn't. With its writing, its themes. Then before Dave. we get started on the video, I wanted to let you all know that if you are interested in becoming a writer or filmmaker, don't. there's one place that you Skillshare. have to check out. He put it on screen, that means it's more meaningful. Skillshare. Check Venezuela. Out. And that's Skillshare. Skillshare? Oh. That's right. Skillshare is an oh. online oh learning community. I don't Wait, understand. Didn't this whole video begin with him saying that this is sponsored by was... Skillshare? Like, why yeah. is he... Why is he cutting into a commercial, like, a minute later? I don't understand what the point of the first bit was, if he's just gonna do it this early anyway. 
Wait, you're not like Lindy Beige. You will start off by saying this video was sponsored by, you know, Ray Courses Plus, but more on them later. And then he goes like through half the whole video and then 20 minutes later. And then he does the little thingy and then he just carries on. He's like, now that I've got you, you know, mm. you know, I, I wonder if that's something they force you to do, though. I wonder if there's like some Maybe. legal. Well, they well, well it's no, so to either way. So there's a guy named Nando V Movies. I'm not a huge fan of him. He makes some good videos, but he at least does his Skillshare shilling like at the end of his stuff. But I'm saying you like probably have this good. Do you have to start the video with a title card that says "sponsored by Skillshare"? Oh yeah, that's like part of their terms. Oh, it is. It is part of the terms. Yeah. Well, and then he, got, he agrees to get it out of the way. Them, but similar people. I'm well, guessing. I'm personally, and... I'm personally more butthurt by the fact that he's doing this thing right here more than the thing at the beginning. Yeah, I don't know how people time this. I don't know what. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I'm, stick around. I'm guessing you get to choose where to put this portion. Like you could put it right. in the middle or whatever, and yeah. I guess he wants it to be that he puts it at the beginning so we can have one continuous sort of oh. video. With thousands of classes covering yeah. dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. Are you someone that wants to learn how to color grade your footage or write? <laughs> okay. oh. There's a YouTube tutorial for that that will teach you everything you need to know. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah, and probably teach you much better than Skillshare will. Yeah, 80% of what I learned was some shitty nobody's YouTube video on, uh, um, on how to do something that 30,000 people have made. On YouTube, there's 12 bajillion videos on everything on YouTube that you'll ever need to learn about how to color grade your videos. Yeah, Ufuf YouTube mentions that. College. Yeah, so I'm I'm sorry, Rags. Um, Ufuf mentioned you have to announce it at the beginning that you have a sponsor, but you don't have to go in depth with it at the beginning. Hmm. Right. It, well, it depends on the term. They'll send you lots of different terms, and they'll probably give you like better rates if you do the full out at the beginning. Yeah, because I'm sure like hmm. Mahler and I know. Um, when you get emails from people, they'll often ask what your rates are, and then they'll say it needs to be this long at around this time point in the video. And so it's kind of different, like with um, with the Tay Rock. When they came to me, they're like, "Oh yeah, just like 15 seconds or so within the somewhere at the beginning of your video." I'm like, "Oh, that's rare." Mm. And some will be like, "Oh, it's got to be at the beginning, and it has to be X time long. It needs to be like a minute long, and you have to use the footage from the mobile game or whatever it is." Some are better than others. Yeah. Who that? Write screenplays. That's me. Well, you're in luck because oh. Skillshare offers all of that. Oh, and maybe you should take some of those classes. Getting a premium membership gives you unlimited access, <sighs> so you can join the classes and communities that benefit you, like illustration, graphic design, photography, creative writing, animation, can fine art, this? music. No, we have to learn about <laughs> design. Look, know, Jay, you're one of those people that skips over videos and then ignores the context of the argument, aren't you? Fine art. Hey, he's kind of selling me on this. Might have to get some skills here. He's it's really probably a good selling the sad, you know. I mean, it, yeah, there's a good chance the skills sure can provide <laughs> some value, but yeah, I don't know. You can get all this stuff anyway. If, if Brown Table never went to Skillshare, then he wouldn't have created his Zootopia fan movie. <laughs> Wait, was that? As him? you can see, animation <laughs> and fine art are right on top of each other. Mm. You mean fine rat? Fine, fine rat. rat. <laughs> Film and video, yeah. you name it. This class, for example, by Ryan Booth will help you learn how to make your footage look more professional by giving you tips on when to film, certain lighting conditions you have to take into consideration when filming, and more. Wow. You want to make your movies listen, look like Christopher listen. Nolan movies? So make your movie look like a Christopher will, Nolan movie, eh? This, this will definitely... Ryan Booth. 
this will definitely help you with your advertisers, but this is not going to help your video like look better at all. We we're suffering through this for like an entire minute now. I wonder um what the yeah. drop off rate for this yeah. is. How much oh, of an audience do you like, think you'll yeah, lose for this? Huge, huge. I mean the yeah. the the rate's got to climb back up after the ad finishes though, because people will just instinctively skip it. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Like at I least mean, I would I would just I just ahead, click on the time bar and I don't care if I overshot it by a bit. Yeah. Yeah. At least Nando V movies, he will do his whole thing and then he'll like do some transition into talking about Skillshare. It's, it's, a, it's a big ongoing conversation about you know the the right way or the better ways to do ads and stuff in videos that with accepting at the same time that everyone uh, needs to do them to a degree. So it's it's interesting to see how how people in, in, uh, uh, integrate them. The differences between everybody. This one hasn't been fun. Not that ads are supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. Movies. Have you guys seen those ads recently that start with a hook immediately? So they're like, if you wear glasses, don't click off this. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what? I've not seen that. <laughs> oh, he's talking to me. I've, no. uh, well, I've uh, pulled up videos on my phone. Uh, I, I've gotten that one. I've gotten one where it's like, um, if you create uh, YouTube content, do not uh, skip this ad. And I remember being like, I'll skip the fucking ad. You can't tell what to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's I almost get... specific enough that it would tempt me. Aren't all glasses privileged glasses? Yes. In fact, you could refer to them as privileged goggles. Skillshare is the place to go. Lastly, Skillshare insanely is insanely affordable. affordable with an annual subscription being insanely affordable. It's less than $10 a month. Man, that's so almost it's free. <laughs> Less than ten dollars. Let me check. Let me go to Skillshare and take a look. Is sponsoring this video, and they're providing you chads with. Do you two pay months. for like certain courses? Did you just say providing you chads? I think he just <laughs> said that. Good lord. That made me recoil inside. Oh month. god. Skillshare is sponsoring this video. I don't get it. Start for free today. Um, two free months of Skillshare Premium. Just sign up to continue. Um. It's not telling me how much it is afterwards, so uh, let me just time out. You say ten dollars a month, or was that Jay? <laughs> he uh, said it was almost ten dollars a month. I think. He said less than ten dollars a month, so it's probably nine ninety nine. You, you know um, what really chaps my ass about how he's doing this is he. It honestly, it honest to God, sounded like he was going to start talking about the Dark Knight Rises, and then he just cuts himself off with the shit. How I gotta Google how much does Skillshare cost? Because if you go to Skillshare, they just want to try to rope you in with the two free months, and then they'll you'll put in your details so it'll catch you with that recurring payment. How much does Skillshare cost? Um, let's see. Skillshare is available for free for premium subscription and for teams. There are three premium and team packages available with a one-month free trial. The monthly package costs 15 per month, while the annual plan is $8.25 per month. Or ninety nine per year, billed annually. So it's ten bucks a month, basically. Mm. And a lot of things do that. They like get the free one. You're like, how much does it cost past that? And their only response is, get the free one. All right. Movies look like Christopher Nolan movies. I just gotta make sure I got the Chad quote. I. I I'm almost in disbelief. Skillshare is the place to go. Lastly, Skillshare is insanely affordable with an annual subscription being less than $10 a month. Skillshare is sponsoring this video and they're providing you chads with two months of Skillshare. Oh, no. I don't get it. I don't chads. get what he meant by that. We're, we're oh, the, no, wait. wait we're the chads. Hang on. Oh, I thought he said it's like providing you chads. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> he said every, 
Every this skill of Chad. Chad, <laughs> Chad delivery service. Versus the virgin skill share. Round table oh, is down like, with the kids, I, don't you know? I want to know, like, right, if there were two He wrote that out. People, he said it. Why? If, there, if, there, like, if the only two types of people were Chads and virgins, right, I wonder what, like, percentage demographics round table videos would get. <laughs> why, why? You can't say that, Jay, that's me. For free. That's genuinely a really awesome deal. He laughs. That means he's genuine. That's genuinely a really. He sounds awesome so fucking deal. fake doing this. He sounds so, this. This is why I said, Tarok, listen. If you're gonna make me do overwatches, you're gonna have to send me one because my heart's got to be in it. And they send me one. And it's really great. And it's right here. I, I still have it. I still wear it. Like, so couldn't I, he? Okay. Couldn't he have just done this like right after saying this video is sponsored by Skillshare? Couldn't he have just started with this and then just smoothly? He might give himself the illusion that it's... I think it makes it makes sense though to give people a hook on the topic. I think if I immediately get an ad when I start a video, I'm going to click off for sure. Oh well, this is kind of the tightrope. It's like the honesty versus because some people will be like, if you integrate it fully, some audience members will be like, wow, that was really well put together, and some audiences will be like, wow, way to slip in the ad like that. You know, like it's so hard to figure out exactly how to do it. I, I'm not to too concerned with where he placed it. It's like, here's what the topic. Here's my sponsor. Now let's actually I just find it do funny. It. The Chad oh, comment. The I just yeah. <laughs> Come on, you Chads. Let's let's do it. <laughs> it's free. I'm signing up right now. That's right. Go to the yeah. link in the description to get two months right. of Skillshare. But how long is he gonna check Skillshare? It's genuinely an awesome deal. He said genuinely <laughs> twice. It must be true. He is he's subverting our expectations. He made a video saying he's defending the Dark Knight Rises and it's actually just an ad for Skillshare. That's the other thing, when you make shorter videos, this, is, this isn't what I call a shorter video, like 17 minutes is pretty strong, but uh, this much percent of it being an ad, it's like... Awesome deal, guys. I used my own code. Okay. Finally. Finally. Batman flew into movie theaters across this nation and made box office history. The Batman saga took in 75.6 This is what videos do. They do montages of news clips talking about the Dark Knight movie. And my TFA series opens with this, sort of. Yeah, and that was shit too. I'm being consistent. <laughs> Theaters. The performance of a fallen star reached an all-out crescendo. An all-out crescendo. We can't talk about the Dark Knight. An all-out crescendo. An all-out gradual sounds, increase in volume. Sounds uh. Well, isn't a crescendo the end of the piece or whatever? No, that would be like a denouement. Is it? I've I've been using crescendo. No, wrong. like there's a crescendo and then there's day crescendo, which is the opposite. So a crescendo is like it gets louder and louder and louder. And oh yeah, right. Like okay. Softer and softer. So like a crescendo is identified by being reached as well, like the journey as well as the peak. Interesting. So the crescendo was the friends we made along the way. It was. Rises without talking about The Dark Knight First, which is a quintessential superhero film that strives to be more than just that, a superhero film. It's the difference between an Ant-Man 2 and a Spider-Man 2. One strives to be more than what it's usually labeled. The Dark Knight showcases okay. an interpretation of the Batman and Joker in a riveting crime drama that is one of my favorite films of all time. And you can personally dislike the film, but you can't refute that the movie had major cultural impact. And also the movie's great and you're That was a joke. That was hilarious. I don't understand. How about instead? I think people. This is. I guess this is just a recurring thing. But people confuse delivery for humor. I guess. Like, well, if I yell it really loud with a close up, it must be funny. If I make the screen turn black and I whisper, 
it must be funny. Like you have to say something funny. People people aren't like, oh, he's whispering. Whispering's funny. The, I laugh the at writing whispers. is probably more relevant to the to the to the joke than the method in which it was delivered. Maybe I don't, I don't know. There's probably times where I've thought it was pretty funny, but um, it's tough with Brown Table because he like he's really bad at writing. Sounds or, really man. manufactured. Well, this is the thing. He doesn't come across as real most of the time. This is what I mean about him being a tier above Tonald. He's very he's like a developed Tonald, like one that was taught more things about human society. <laughs> <laughs> they reached I, him earlier. I personally, I'm personally a huge fan of the theory that he is a high functioning psychopath after his Captain Marvel video. I mean, it, it well, would he, it would follow. He wants to kill the gays, as we've discovered. Mm -hmm. Yes, so he is kind of a ticking time bomb of homophobia. So don't don't. I hope that no guy asks him out, or else he he might kill you. Yeah. Sexual harassment. Being such a massive success in changing the landscape of superhero films for a while, The Dark Knight Rises had to compete with that. Oh, Batman I know what argument to... he's going to make. I, I've already seen this video, but I've, I've just remembered, based on what he says here, what the argument he's going to make is that people only don't like it because of they were comparing it to The Dark Knight. We, no, could, have just, we could have heard him uh, say that if you just let the yeah, play. Yeah, you okay. racist. But like... I mean, I, good I that know, you've seen it before. I, Not I everyone know, of us have seen the video before. I know, I know that seeing it. But we're the first very time proud of you. We're getting, very. <laughs> shut up. Not everyone's a precog, Jay. <laughs> no, I. Um, I realized that on the first way through. This is where I realized he was making that point. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, at two minutes and fifty-seven seconds, no this is the point record, on yeah. on Jay's first watch through. Or he discovered what the point of this video would be because I still haven't figured it out yet. So well, I never had the chance. The point. I never had the chance like you did to find it out, to discover it. I this is my first time watching on. through. Spoiler alert! How about you put on? in your privilege earplugs? Well, I've got oh. headphones on. That's privilege nice. phones. That's not the same. Privilege phones. You gotta go out and get some dirt and cram it in your ears. Like the you yeah. with Pakistanian like privilege. I know, that's the that's the people's um, earplugs. Headphones. Yeah. Dark Knight. So, well, so when I when I when I went to see this film, I had lowered my expectations because I knew that it wasn't going to be as like groundbreaking as The Dark Knight, and I was also kind of figuring, okay, it's probably also not going to be as good as Batman Begins because I really like Batman Begins. I think it's a it's a really good movie. And but I what I was expecting was it's going to be decent. It'll be passable. Surely it'll be of a quality that I will find acceptable, like just the bare minimum level of quality. And I will be happy. I wasn't expecting a trash fire like this. It's bad. Um, it's a really bad film. I also resent the idea that like because there was a good one, the sequel, therefore, is like overshadowed and cannot achieve as much. It's like we have so many examples that don't fall prey to this. Alien. Civil War and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Yeah, that too. Winter Soldier is considered the best in the MCU by loads of people, and yet Civil War fucking knocks it out of the park. Terminator yep. would be another one. Um, isn't shadowed by its predecessor. In fact, it, it typically... I think most people consider Terminator 2 to be um, a, a, an increase of quality, but some people don't. Oh, I think it's a huge increase of quality. I, I recently rewatched T1 and T2, and I, I think T2 is better by a, a long shot. T1's still really good, but that just yeah, goes to show how, how great T2 um, is. 
And then, you know, look at, like, Lord of the Rings. It's like, my my favorite is uh, Fellowship of the Ring. But um, the other two are still fucking great. So, I don't I know. Mean, you know, when I, when I see the next Mission Impossible films, I'm not expecting them to be as good as Mission Impossible Fallout. I'm just expecting them to be, like, as good as the first one or maybe the fourth one. You know, I'm, also, yeah, I'm Spider-Man too. Yeah, quality. Yeah, wasn't overshadowed by the first one, despite everyone loving it. And yeah, this this freeze frame, by the way, that's this is the Joker's perspective on Brown Table's channel. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Changing the landscape of superhero films for a while, The Dark Knight Rises had to compete with that. Batman had to compete with Batman, and to do that is near impossible, as one movie had one of the greatest performances in a superhero film ever. And so, of course, almost unsurprisingly, the reception to The Dark Knight Rises no. was not as good as the reception to- As if that's the reason? Like, alone? No. I wasn't I expecting a performance on the same level as Heath Ledger's. That's like a once-in-a-lifetime type performance. It's, it's so unrealistic to expect every movie to have, like, one of the best things ever. Just, ex just go in expecting some level of quality. Like, just, you know, low enough that- it can pass if it's good enough, you know? I, it, it's kind of hard for me to describe exactly, but I don't go in expecting the next, like every movie that I see to be Citizen Kane levels of quality. This is an yeah, absolute I'm just, I'm just kind of confused here. So his point is that because one of the movies was so good that everybody is going to hate the next one or be disappointed. So yeah, that it will be able to live any, up to and therefore be criticized. Anytime yeah. there have been two good movies in a this proves this disproves that point. Right. Like there's been plenty of movies that have been fantastic and the sequel comes out and I I don't, I don't I'm not following this at all. I guess I kind of get it, but Oh, to help you understand, he's desperately grasping at straws to defend this horrible movie. <laughs> he's I think he's low key poisoning the well, but he doesn't think he is, but that's what he's doing. He's trying to set up the reason why by saying, right. "Oh, people People expected it. It wasn't like the first one. It's like, that's what... No, he hadn't even talked oh, about Oh, is he it. saying my expectations were subverted? Before you can well, even approach I, the conversation of... <laughs> before you can even approach the pros and cons, he's saying the whole conversation is tilted by the fact that the Dark Knight exists, which is false. But if and also, everybody, it, everybody had processed that. It's like, everybody went into that movie. We knew that. Was anybody really expecting, like, another Joker-caliber villain or this I don't would know. be even better than he i wasn't i was just hoping for a good movie yeah i was like i don't know man just get over the finish line but it doesn't apply to me that's the thing it like i came in with lowered expectations i gave the movie a chance i was biased in favor of like wanting to love this movie because i loved batman begins and the dark knight so fucking much and i wish i wish that i could either be stupid enough to like the movie that we got or if we got a better movie than this but we didn't and i have to just accept that and mm, I, well yeah. i have accepted that but Victory defeated you. That. <laughs> it off if the dark knight rises did not come after the dark knight i feel like viewers would treat the film differently but yeah maybe maybe if it was released today I, it would have been treated differently I think they'd like it Maybe less. Maybe it was being released in two years. I think really, people, I think people look at this with the goodwill that the Dark Knight built up. And yeah, that's. I think I, th I feel like we do, we discussed that at one point. But the idea that I can throw the reverse argument at this film, I can say that people didn't hate it enough because they were they were the rose colored tinted glasses over thanks to the Dark Knight. Right. So, <laughs> so like, oh, so it we should go, probably it get does into go details. Both ways, yeah. You could say that whatever 
you know, this film was elevated by people who liked the trilogy or the franchise or whatever else. So it's really weird to like try and definitively prove the opposite. Waller, we're going to have to find like a good time for us to stop the video and just start talking about why this film is bad rather than uh, speaking abstracts about it. Well, do we have to? Well, we're only responding to his video, so he's going to make assertions we can counter. Um... That's true. I like how you don't even call them arguments, just assertions. <laughs> just because the film isn't as good as The Dark Knight doesn't mean we should brush it aside as an inferior sequel. What does that mean to you, Brown Why? No, no, no yes, that's yes, such no. a weirdly worded thing. Because if it's said... inferior, then if it wasn't as good, then it will be inferior. Just by because definition. it's inferior doesn't mean it's inferior. <laughs> Rag, stop brushing it aside. Didn't you hear? What does he even mean by that? It's such pretty I language. <laughs> I think that he's uh, he's trying to set I up the idea that, that if you think it's worse, then you're just ignoring it or brushing it aside or giving it disdain. Just because it isn't as good as the previous movie doesn't mean that it's an inferior sequel. <laughs> what? No. Is that really no, what no. he said? I think, I think what he's trying to say is viewers. Okay, let them say it again. ...would treat the film differently. But just because the film isn't as good as The Dark Knight doesn't mean we should brush it aside as an inferior sequel. But <laughs> Wait, what? that's what it is by definition. <laughs> okay. It literally he is literally just sequel. contradicted himself in the <laughs> same <laughs> half a second. Just because it's an inferior sequel does not mean it's an inferior sequel. I wasn't listening <laughs> yes, properly and I interpreted because the charity. He literally it just said really it. Cool. He admitted that it's an inferior sequel. <laughs> How do you write that in a script? How did you write movie? that sentence? Oh my he God. wrote that. He looked at it. <laughs> Trilogy. He, he, he was typing. Like, <laughs> Guys, just because it's worse than the previous movie doesn't mean it's an inferior sequel. I mean, like, okay, so if I were to try to steel man him a bit, I would say just because it's not as good as The Dark Knight doesn't mean that it's a bad movie. Now, that's not that's, me. Speaking. Yeah, that's, that's not what he said. I hope he would say. That's not what he said. That's what I thought he said until I listened properly. I like how you said steel man. You just recreate his argument. <laughs> From the ground up. It's like, yeah, if you... He didn't even make an argument. He just... He said, if X is X, then X is Y. You're like, okay. <laughs> While The Dark follows. Knight was a crime drama, The Dark Knight Rises is essentially a war movie with some post-apocalyptic undertones. Batman is also not in the movie as much as one would expect as most of the time he is struggling to return to the hero he once was. The movie's okay. in year three- Yeah, it repeats that, uh, like it does that stupid shit where he's not Batman and then he has to become Batman again twice and it drags down the pacing significantly. It's so horrible. Doing this eight-year-long time uh, time jump where you reveal that he stopped being Batman uh, as soon as The Dark Knight ended, and then he has to uh, get this leg brace to fix the uh, lack of cartilage in his legs and shit, and then he's Batman for like 10 minutes, and then he gets his back broken, and then he's uh, spending an entire third of the film in this prison in the middle of Uzbekistan, which makes no sense. It has like no guards. It has yeah. been like watching <laughs> watching the people above Where like the food whole... from. Yeah, exactly. There's no guards. There's no the rules of that like... prison made no sense to me. It's been a while since <laughs> I've seen it, but I was like prisons operate I don't understand. 
system. Yeah, I was like, you guys just you guys just live in a hole? Like, is it a commune? <laughs> There's a Who's... gigantic goddamn rope at the very top that he can just yeah. throw down. Does somebody just throw, throw my hot dogs down the hole every once in a while <laughs> to keep you alive? Like, what's going on? And and they they try going like there is no such thing as uh, as true despair without hope. I'm like, no, despair literally means there is no hope. There is no way that you can. Oh my god, this movie is so fucking. There's no despair it's so without terrible. hope. He's like, no, there's literally only despair. Without hope. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, that's, that's the opposite that's, of what that means. No, it's, yeah. no it, it, it's such a bullshit excuse to have Bane act like a James Bond villain who acts in such a way that he allows the the hero to escape. He gives the hero a way to escape instead of just fucking killing him on the spot. I hate this movie. Um, I want to highlight as well these arbitrary fucking uh, differences that he's highlighting as if... So, so if someone was like, ooh, I, I preferred Infinity War to Endgame, and I go, you can't compare Infinity War to Endgame like that. One is about a villain winning, the other one is about the villain losing. One is about a team that's fragmented, trying to defeat and failing. The other one is a team that's united. And you're like, what are you yeah, the, these are things that happen in the film. Different. But, One's yeah. a time travel thriller. The other one didn't even have time travel. Infinity like War is a post-apocalyptic crime drama with romantic yeah. overtones. The only also, travel actually, they were really undertones. Slowly. Also, how does Bane get in and out? <laughs> they were just tones. Doesn't matter how he does it. As is his plan. I just like the idea that, you know, they're all eaten, let's just say potatoes, so Batman's like, where'd you get those from? There's literally just a door that leads to an outside farm. And it's like, it's like, how do you think we survive here? But you can only go out through the top bit, otherwise it's cheating. He's like, there's a boba tea place right over here, man. Like Rags, there's a fucking honor system, and you go to walk out of the farm, they go, hey, hey, don't. You're not supposed to do that. Like a little You're piece of string that keeps the, the fence together and he un, un, unstrings it. They're like, no! I love the... They, they uh, go, did you learn a lesson about despair yet? <laughs> you know, no. And they go, get back in there! How did you fix your back by okay. doing push-ups? No, no, you, you fix the back by punching the back. I'm the back man. The <laughs> hour-long epic, which takes its time, it builds up momentum little by little, showing glimpses of what the antagonist and his cohorts are planning by separating these stories until they all eventually coincide when Gotham falls under terrorist attack. But at its core, it's a character study. It's about a broken man who welcomes death because he has nothing left Thames. to lose. And all of this is in aid of saying that you can't compare them because they're very different films, or oh it's unfair God. to you, I don't really know. Okay, so Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice has this theme about how uh, becoming a, a murderous vigilante is bad. And the way that it executes that is have Batman realize that Superman's mother has the same name as his, as his own. That makes sense. It's that, fucking... that is one hell of a theme, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's, a oh, that's fucking, it, it's a fucking horrible execution, but hey, the theme is there. And therefore... Batman v Superman is good now. The theme of being a murderous vigilante is bad. Do you, would you, dis, you disagree, Theo? Disagree. Uh, this yes, one's for all you murderous vigilantes out there. Bad, Hope this message sinks in. Stop being a murderous vigilante. <laughs> all you people out there who are murderous vigilantes who watch this movie. I have a question. Why are there like... Uh, Hinting for why has no one found that that prison in the middle of Uzbekistan and done like a news story about it? Wouldn't that be a thing at some point? Because it's been around for a while. Anymore. Like like National Geographic or Discovery, like anyone, wouldn't anyone want to cover that weird, weird ass prison? 
Bane that depends. What them. color are the people in the prison? Or what about what about like any activists that are in that city that's close to the like it's it's in some proximity to the prison. Like you see it when Bruce gets out of the pit. Like wouldn't they? Like, th- there's no one in that city that would want to throw the rope down because they would find that to be a massive injustice. Like it's or your dad's in there. They yeah. set out to do so. Then when it, wherever <laughs> Bane maybe he just says no, and then they stop. Does um yeah. does the Dark Knight not count as a character study as well? I hate all of. Again, it's back to the buzzwords. He just littered off a spiel yeah. of things about this the little film. part. Wow, incredible! Yeah, so many words. Doesn't really. Here mean he's anything. just kind of saying stuff. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything at all. She's like, it's also a character study. Okay. I love words. Crime thriller drama theme. It's a crime thriller war movie where the characters <laughs> learn to love each other. Okay. Have- Sp- Spider Man Three is is character study about how revenge is bad. But it well, is though. It's good. The film blends everything Nolan's good at, from characters to grand set what, 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 Why did he Wait, use it, an Inception clip there when he's talking was about that an Inception clip? That was an Inception clip. The fucking hallway scene. Yeah. What I mean, it looked, it looked because like the hall, it, but because it the hallway was twisting. Why is he talking about? Like why Batman is he using an Inception psyche. clip when he's talking about Batman? Because well, he, he said it combines everything twisting. that Nolan is good at, and then he. Oh, okay. The thing is. Uh, me and Alex's consistent criticism about Nolan is he's really bad with characters. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm very critical of Nolan in general. Um, I don't think he can't do any characters, but you'll find a through line with a lot of his films is his characters are very fucking bland. Okay. I'd go to Dunkirk for that one. There's a lot of examples. Um, but there is some, some shine. Lose. The film blends everything Nolan's good at, from characters to grand set pieces <laughs> to a plot with a bit of a twist. And whether or not a plot with a bit of a twist. That's how he describes prestige. Cool. It's like something you'd get at a bar. <laughs> Nolan is good That's at like a, a plot, plot with a bit of a bit twist. Of a twist. <laughs> On the rocks. Man, alright. He executed this smoothly as up to plot. you. I'm just here to inform you that the movie is a lot better than what everyone. Hang on, whether he executed this smoothly is up to you, but the movie is good. So what? <laughs> <laughs> you can't on. deny that the movie is good, even if it's so, up hang, to you to decide. So all of the stuff that he's say, he's he's arguing is that it did things. Well, I'll I'll play that again for anybody who missed it. Uh, it is kind of funny. Not he executed this smoothly is up to you. I'm just here to inform you that the movie is a lot better than what everyone's been saying. So. Whether or not it smooths up to you, but it's better than everyone's been saying. So, like, he, he's just spent ages saying what it did, and then whether it executed it well or not, eh, who cares? You know, my good. intros are long. They're not a fourth of my video. Can I have some analysis in my video? It's coming. It's coming. Here we go. Guys, you excited? Here I we don't go. believe you. I'm coming. You don't owe these Jay people no. anymore. <laughs> You've given them everything. Not everything. I'm Daisy Ridley. Look at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you think he couldn't? Do you think he could breathe out of his nose in that oh. suit? <laughs> That's the thing about Bale's Batman. I've always found him amusing in certain ways. Not everything. Nice. So <laughs> I, I tolerated the Bale voice right up until. Where is the trigger? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is the trigger? I was done with it before that. <laughs> well, that was actually the point where I like legit just doubled over in my seat in the theater. I'm like, I, I give the fuck up. This is a horrible movie already. And then we get to this. I point will. And... I'll concede the best example of his tismy voice is what he says. Uh, 
Yo, what a give it to an ordinary citizen. Oh, God, that was awful. He constantly looks like he needs to sneeze. Look at him. He looks so almost dazed. Like, is, is this after he's been stabbed? I can't remember. This is a bit you weird. You could just stab me. I'm bad. Oh, yeah. In the film, Bruce Wayne hasn't been Batman for eight years, but not just that, he hasn't even left his house. Which, is, yeah, which is something that I never even understood. I was like, he he became a recluse for eight years? Why? So, <laughs> like, yeah. Rest, I guess. I I make the pain go away. So I watched the movie last night, and um, they established that Harvey Dent Day is the day that Harvey Dent died, which is odd, but whatever. Um, and that Batman disappeared, like the very last time that Batman was seen was on that night eight years ago, which means that he wasn't around fighting the mob in any of the time that it must have taken to form and pass the Harvey Dent Act, which they never elaborate on. They never explain what is in the bill that helps them basically get rid of the mob. It's just this magic thing that they don't have to explain that gets rid of all the organized crime because that's how the real world works that's how a real it makes the crime go away neat that's how it's it's how a grounded like the nolan movie the nolan movies work um and so yeah like doing this weird eight-year time jump has never sat right with me just because you're having to then spend all of this time setting up like how things are right now like um Things have changed so radically that it's going to take more time than if it were just like a year or two since the previous film. And uh, then the whole like motivation that they use to explain why he's doing this because he lost Rachel, it doesn't make any sense. He became Batman because he lost his parents. Why, why is he giving up because of losing Rachel? It, it, does, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know, man. The fucking legs thing, too. <laughs> Your legs yeah, have lost legs their break. cartilage. Now, have these things that just undo that. Yes. Well, we are going to decartilage your legs, Batman. Yeah, and, and they're also going to... They'll also allow him to keep his, his leg braces in the prison. They're not going to take those away. Yeah, no, and, dude, there's something so much coming. about... It's just... It, it's glaring, horrible writing to me. I'm like, what do you mean? Imagine being in the fucking room. You're like, oh, well, because he's a recluse, he obviously would have bad legs. And you're like, why? Can't we just say that he was working out in the place? It's like, no, he has bad legs. He's like, okay, fine, he has bad legs. Next scene, like, he gets them fixed. Why, why yeah, don't we like, just... Why, <laughs> why don't we just not have, uh, have him have bad legs? Exactly. It's like, I don't know. Why, it's why a metaphor! <laughs> it's a theme! It's Maybe a, a theme. lot of writers don't actually think He had think to learn that they to walk control. again. In the movie, I don't know, man. Yeah, this movie was a mess. Yeah, that he's disfigured. Allegedly, a shut-in me to Bruce Wayne has isolated himself from the. Thanks world, for showing us the, the script, that... by the way. What was the What was the point of that? Sorry, because this is totally he's totally ripping off. Every... Yeah, why Wait, is are he... we gonna? He's ripping off the screenplay, that? dude. Um, let every lessons from the screenplay. Scre lessons from the screenplay. That's the channel. He's ripping him off because that's the way that he does it. He lifts up the screen, then he puts the script below it. But um, he's not really referencing the screen. Well, 
he's just putting it on screen for no reason. Like, well, I was, I was about to say, if we can, did what the script says, if we can yeah, watch it again, I, I what guess. was the point of him putting it up? I want to see if he just did that just to be he like, hey, look what I can do. This scene wasn't ad libbed, Mahler. It's important that you know that. <laughs> the maid's talking about his In fucked film, up legs. Bruce Wayne hasn't been Batman for <laughs> eight years, but not just that, he hasn't even left his house. In eight years, I heard he, never leaves he did it twice. No, I heard he had an act. So he said he hasn't left, and then he has the script uh, playing at the same time as the scene saying he never leaves the East Wing. Thank you for that. Why? That was so unnecessary. If yes, that was the point. So. Yeah, that he's disfigured. Hell, yeah. A shut in meat, Bruce Wayne has isolated himself from the world, a world that has forgotten him and has demonized the hero he once was, due to a lie to aid the city in its fight against crime. Yeah, so just to confirm, there was no fucking point in doing that. Oh, oh, by the way, share a move. By the way, I have, <laughs> I have a guy, I have a guy called uh, Real Barack Obama 61, and he mentions that Batman, uh, sorry, that Bruce jumps out a window right after being told he has no cartilage in his knees. The natural thing to do. Why even yeah. bother? That's the point. Why bother? Just have it so that he still has his cartilage, you idiots. Like, you just created a problem for yourselves. You can't just give shape. people cartilage. You can have it one way or the other. Don't just engineer a solution to a problem you created. Imagine they had like they took the like oh, braces off him, and then in the hole, the day that he gets like the courage or hope or whatever to do whatever he needs, he finds them like other ones. He's like cartilage leg things. Yes. <laughs> it's like, why did you have these in the movie at all? A special machine, it rebuilds the cartilage in your With knees. Harvey Dent becoming a martyr. And surprisingly, it's working. But a lie can only stay hidden for so long, and Bruce knows this. Gordon no. knows this. A lie can only stay hidden for so long? How, how do you know if you don't... If you don't, how how do you tell the difference between a lie that never existed and one that you haven't discovered yet? I was about to say, how would... How is it provable? There's probably a whole bunch of lies that are running right now that no one knows the truth about. Don't I trust also, the government. I also love that they've still got the uh, the smashed in bat signal on the rooftop of Gotham PD after they eight they years. They didn't move it out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that last time, like, wait, what? <laughs> Why? It's like, you know how hard it was signal. getting this thing up here? I'm not <laughs> 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 Fucking Gordon's like, I'm sentimental, please don't take it. <laughs> no, 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 Mahler, it's about the theme of how Gordon can't move on. Uh, that, yeah. That's a theme. <laughs> Eventually, the lie catches it. up to both of them in the form of Bane, fully knowing exactly what's been going on in Gotham. We pick fully knowing exactly what's I going on. So redundant. <laughs> <laughs> fully knowing. Big words. Big words. More really words. actually know. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Eight years after the events of the Dark Knight, and the reason for that that passage of time is, we wanted to really look at the consequences of the actions that he and, and Commissioner Gordon took at the end of the Dark Knight, and for their their sacrifice to have meaning, uh, it has to have been successful. And so, at least superficially, we're dealing with a Gotham that doesn't need Batman anymore. On the surface of things, looks much better. And so, you've got a Bruce Wayne who has locked himself away in self-imposed isolation in a wing of Wayne Manor. Much in the manner of Wing Hammer of Hughes Wayne in this Manor. Las Vegas period, and uh, really our story picks up with the idea of this is a guy who's, as Alfred said, hung up his cape and his cowl, but he hasn't moved on. He's sort of stuck. I don't understand why you needed this. Yeah, okay. it's pretty, pretty yeah. clear. on the screen. This is what happens. In the oh, film. I was gonna say he's so proud of this waveform effect. I know. Oh, definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just find this amusing because like jerking off right now. Like, oh my god, <laughs> everything so I learned from good. Skillshare. It's my video Skillshare, Skillshare, give me these tools. 
I mean, I like I watched the movie. Yeah, it begins with like the amount of time has passed and the city is essentially saved. It's clean and and well operating, and he's re rec recused himself from society. He's locked himself in his mind. It's like, yep, that's probably the first ten minutes or whatever. It's like I don't know why you're getting the the director to confirm this. Like, yeah. He's repeating what he just said, but he's like, but now the director's saying it. Yeah, <laughs> this I get is it, definitely man. true. We did, in fact, watch the film. <laughs> the director had some kind of input in the film. <laughs> the director was involved in some way, I'm not sure how. When we start the movie. Uh, phase of his life. Bruce is told by Alfred from oh, the very beginning that? of the film. So, um, Batman Begins has this very simple Batcave, right? And then in The Dark Knight, they're using this temporary underground little bunker... Uh, mm -hmm. as his base of operations while Wayne Manor is being rebuilt. Then The Dark Knight ends and Bruce Wayne stops being Batman that night. And then The Dark Knight, Dark, Dark Knight Rises begins and then we've got this upgraded Batcave that's been like redesigned and renovated sometime um, between The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises when he stopped being Batman. Dude, he's been a recluse for eight years. He needs a place to play. I was gonna say games. most old rich people need a bat cave. You know, yeah. it's irrelevant of <laughs> being bat bad. You need your caves, bad. Come on. No, I'm gonna keep my bats. This, this fucking bothered me in the theater. I was like, wait, wh why did they improve on the bat cave while he stopped being Batman? This makes no sense. <laughs> it's Jim, all Jim, be okay. Jim yeah, Jones just to pass the time, I guess. He hung up his cartilage. Like, <laughs> like he hung up his cartilage. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be needing this anymore. A uh, phase uh, of his life. Bruce is told by Alfred from the very beginning of the film that he's essentially suicidal, even though Bruce opposes that fact. Having lost Rachel, the woman he loved, someone he wanted to spend the rest of his life with in the last film, he acts like someone who has no reason to live. And... And yeah, so then Alfred's uh, way of fixing that is to tell him that he burned this letter that Rachel had written for him, saying that she was going to choose Harvey instead of him anyways. Yeah, which, which isn't helping. Which, yeah, also is like, okay, so first of all, this is out of character for Alfred. Second of all, this is kind of the same thing, like, same problem as Yoda in The Last Jedi, where it's like, why the fuck didn't you tell him this earlier? You, you've seen that Bruce Wayne can't move on from Rachel. Why aren't you telling him about this earlier? No, it took like, eight years for him to be sure. If this is your method of, of getting him to move on from Rachel, tell him earlier than eight years. Like, I, 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 fucking hell. Look, I kind of want to, I just want to listen to that part again, because I, I had an issue, but I think I may have hit something wrong. Okay. Bruce is told by Alfred from the very beginning of the film that he's essentially suicidal, even though Bruce opposes that fact. Having lost Rachel, the woman he loved, someone he wanted to spend the rest of his life with in the last film, he acts like someone who has no reason to live. In the film, we're told that crime is at an all-time low, and that means Batman isn't even needed. Bruce only because- why, why, why is there a blurry square? Why is he blurry This is the Skillshare blurry square technique. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is that doing it's there? It's Lecture 4, Part 6. But why, bro? Is that, is that honestly because he said Batman is no longer needed? I think that's Wait, it. Jesus really? Christ. This is what we call visual I'm super, I'm super confused. Yeah, Look, videos are a visual medium. He's oh trying to add God. visual metaphors to someone. This is stupid. Don't do that. Brown this. Table is like the, the peak. <laughs> metaphors got metaphors. Brown yeah, Table is, a, is the peak yeah. film student. He's like, he's the, the film student. He's like... I, like, I get the point you're making. Like, Batman's <laughs> looking sad thinking about being Batman. You don't have to literally cover up his face with, like, he's not even Batman. Look, you can't even see his face, so he's definitely not Batman now. Just use a clip of, uh, like, the bat suit, like, 
coming out of the the, the ground or oh. something and reverse that. <laughs> like he's putting. The oh, you have you ever been to Skillshare? Have you <laughs> ever been to film school? If you use Skillshare, you'd you understand why you did this. Is it, Skillshareers know about this technique. You can't just not. The You're right. I'm the Skillshare. <laughs> Yeah, that'll we'll see that in Goodell. That's happening. I can't believe that, man. Dude, why get yeah. Skillshare when you can just pick up techniques here? This <laughs> is a little just read yeah. it. In the film, we're told Please. that crime is at an all time low, and that means Batman isn't even needed. Bruce only becomes Batman again when a new threat <laughs> Why did he do that? Emerges, doing so out of duty, out of responsibility. <laughs> he said duty. He yeah. essentially leaves his house because John. Oh no, there's no he square. eventually oh. leaves his house. He, he, <laughs> he becomes Batman again because a cop tells him, Hey, I know what it's like to be an angry orphan who has to hide his anger. Orphan. And so I I read I read your face and I read your oh, mind. God, yeah. and, Did he really and, remove so just... the square after he talks to Robin? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, dude. Dude, you're beating me over the head right now. <laughs> See, now he knows he's Batman again. So he's, he's Batman. Not to mention, by the way, it's just like um, the fact that he decided eight years of his life he spent this out. One random dude tells him, like, yeah, I know, man, it sucks. Don't do it. He's like, you know what? I got a new lease on life. So fuck off. Thanks, Yoda. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm always going to call bullshit on this uh, John Blake character just knowing that he's batman because he visited he visited his little orphanage one day and he looked at his face and was like oh yeah he he's hiding his anger that means that he's batman yep fuck it was just one plus one is two oh, or in brown table's case one plus one is five that sort of thing it's doing so, so out bullshit. of duty out of responsibility he essentially leaves his house because john blake tells him that funds are not being sent over to a boy's home he leaves not necessarily because he wants to, and when he is Batman for the first half of the film, he is on a mission to defeat Bane, fully understanding that doing so without proper preparation will cost him his life. Being Batman is all Bruce has left. I did find someone. Well that's not- I'd say that's the fucking writer's fault that Bruce is a worthless fucking character because he's got nothing other than Batman we don't know anything about him outside of he likes the, the girl who's dead. He also likes Alfred. Like, what else is there to Bruce? This is part of my problem with the Nolan trilogy of Batman films, is that Bruce Wayne isn't much of a character. Uh, you, get, you, get, you get a bunch of things here and there, but most people attribute the best parts of whatever he does to Batman, rather than Bruce Wayne. I'm just like, okay. Like, the idea that it's like, you see, all he has left is Batman. It's like, so what was there that was, uh, was Bruce and not Batman in the first place? Like, is it Batman Begins is all we have to cite for that? I don't know. Yeah, we never see Bruce Wayne really. Well, when we do, he's an asshole because it's like a it's like a, a facade, right? And it's like okay, right, so well, he's not really a character then. So it is only Batman? Question mark. Yeah, what are the moments where he's the real Bruce Wayne? It's like when he's in like the very beginning of Batman Begins. I, I mean, uh, is the film trying to not have that separation in some manner? I guess. But they, uh, I don't know. So I mean, you, what is it? When Rachel dies, is that supposed to be? There's definitely no more Bruce Wayne. Was that the theme? <laughs> it's just Batman now. I'd have to rewatch all three to really know for sure. But I just remember being feeling like Bruce isn't, especially in the third one. It feels like they don't even know what Bruce's character really is beyond Batman. And maybe that's the point. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's it it's, it does feel like Bruce Wayne is defined by yeah, he really likes this chick, and now she's dead. <laughs> like that's all Bruce Wayne was. Look at an old butler. 
yeah. like that. Yeah. A butler and a girlfriend. Movie begins. He's like, "No, nah, I'm not going to be Batman anymore." Then he goes to, "Yeah, I'm going to be Batman again." And then he gets uh, his back broken. Oh no, I'm not Batman anymore. And then he's trained. Like, I must become Batman again. I am Batman again. And then he faces his death. Like, I don't, I don't want to be Batman anymore. <laughs> like, what the fuck? No, no. Sometimes it's hard to make that decision. Okay. Have you ever well, decided whether or not to be Batman? Yeah. I mean, I've been told that you should always be yourself unless you can be Batman. In which case, you you just be Batman. You know. What about Man Bat? Can you be Batman? But you're a bad adaptation of Man Bat. It's pronounced Batman. No, Man Bat is an actual character in the DCU. I know that. I've seen the Batman 2004 animated TV show in which he appears. <laughs> I thought it was such a joke when I first heard of it. It was like, Mad Bat? What? It's, it's such a joke character. It's like, some, it's like fucking... Who else would be the perfect foil for Batman? Two guys working at DC were like, you know what would be funny? <laughs> and well, like, someone printed it, it wrong one day and they were like fuck it's already printed the words we gotta get some letters like images in now like, just create some kind of fucking person who's a bat I don't know I'm just sad they haven't taken it farther and been like here's woman cat you know <laughs> I'd, I'd watch all them some guy's like oh with Joker we could be kid go <laughs> like, someone someone in, the, someone in the chat just said long man bat <laughs> long man bat what makes a good bat though what makes me bad? You lost them, but that's all part of living, sir. Your eyes you're not are living. You're just waiting, hoping that things to go bad again. It's all about Bruce's journey towards discovering the value. Don't show the fight scenes. The fight choreography is really bad in this movie. Yeah, if you like, if you go back there, you'll notice that Catwoman lightly kicks some dude in the face, and he does this like super show-off, like cartwheel, to fucking. Show, oh yeah, I totally got kicked super hard here. Are any of the fights in these movies good? I don't remember Nolan filming a good like fight scene. Um, I would say I, that... I, I tried rewatching The Dark Knight again, and the scene where like Batman's in the uh, car park or whatever is just like abysmal. Uh, yeah, again, I'd have to watch them all again. You're just waiting, hoping for things to go bad again. It's all about Bruce's journey towards. Sorry about the action. Um, so I would say that like the fights in Batman Begins and the Dark Knight are definitely worse shot, but I think that there's like, for me at least, there was enough that I could sort of make out what was going on, and it didn't have any obvious choreography fails like uh, what we have in the Dark Knight Rises, where the action is shot much more clearly, but it's choreographed very poorly. I just remember and... like a lot of really like flat angles and being like, it just looked visually. Not oh, it's. Good. It's not it's not great, but I wouldn't say it's horrible. Fair enough. It's mm. discovering the value of life by fearing death. That's what the movie is all about, and it's incredibly intimate. Character building moments are usually quiet and thought provoking. There aren't <laughs> quiet and thought provoking, as opposed to loud and thought oppressing. References. Like... <laughs> no. Think all my favorite character building moments are really loud. <laughs> I don't know, it's just, a, it's just a strange way to frame it for me. And, and yeah, the, uh, I don't know, describing, it's an intimate theme of, of discovering the value of life through fearing death, I think is what he said. It's like, can yeah. you stop with the, with the it's meaningful such... stuff? Describe in, like, actual terms of strong writing, setup, and payoff, and all these things that happen in the film, instead of just going, the film means this. Okay, done. It's so pretty. So so pretty. He has quiet character moments. Okay. He has to find death to love life. He has to defeat death to to kiss life on the lips. Cool. Thanks. Now show me where this happened, please. 
aren't really comedic punchlines in the film, everything is delivered with nuance and maximum impact so the viewer confronts the emotional struggle the characters are dealing with Maximum on. impact. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was a lot of words. Like, was. take that sentence in as, it's, as what it was there. It's incredibly intimate. Character building moments are usually quiet and thought-provoking. There aren't really comedic punchlines in the film, everything is delivered with nuance and maximum impact so the viewer confronts the emotional struggle the characters are dealing with head-on. Oh, so, fucking hell, man. So it's a long sentence, and I guess he's just saying that everything is done really well. To the max, delivery. Dude. Yeah, it's nailed to, to the to, max. I just wish we had some examples instead of you just telling me this is how it is. Batman is a simple. Okay, that was one example. So I deep. Think, I, I hope guess. he puts the script back on the screen. I think that would help. It's <laughs> an example. Does of he, why is that the character good? saying? Like, I can't hear it. Does the aspect ratio change in this film, font. or is it just in this video? Cause... Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay. Simple, but what about Bruce Wayne? Will he die because of Batman? <laughs> if he chose to accept death, he would become a self-sacrificing character like Bane and would die for his cause. That's why Bane and his League of Shadows are technically Talia and- Don't tell me Bane died for his cause, he was shot by a bike shotgun. God. Poor well, okay, Bane. Bullshit. No, no, no. I think what he's referring to is that Bane was willing to get nuked along with Gotham. Fine, but like, the... it's just humiliating to actually think about how Bane actually dies. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree how, how did he die? I don't remember it. Fucking, he's so... nearly, like, defeated by Batman because he's knocked out all the painkillers in his face. And then Talia puts them all back in, and then he's doing a little bit of a monologue before he's about to execute Batman. The fucking Catwoman bursts in with the bat bike and shoots him with it. And he falls into, oh. like, he just gets shot into the distance and he's gone forever. He... Oh. And, and, and it's, like, very humiliating. Like, he slides across the floor comically, and then she's like... This thing about you not liking guns, I don't, I don't agree with it or something. Like it's like there's a fucking one-liner that's corny as shit that's said right after Bane is killed. Like, I don't think it's anybody was Bane, happy with I it. It's such a fucking I lame wasn't. death. I, yeah, people keep on saying that Bane saved the movie. He really didn't. They they fucked Bane up so hard. Well, in the, I uh, liked him in the movie. Act. I fucking hated the way they killed him. I liked him well, way more yeah. than Talia. Yeah, having having a whole movie that's like building up how he's this this mastermind and everyone of his men like respect him and everything like like the first scene sets up that these men are still loyal to him that like one of them is willing to die in that plane crash to help with the little retarded cover-up that they want to do with uh kidnapping dr popple right and then you reveal five minutes before the movie ends no 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 talia was was behind the whole time lol and then she dies like immediately afterwards mm. and phones it in with her death oh it's so bad the most it's charismatic so villains like this like this this um movie really does not hold up on repeat viewings especially with bane didn't hold up on a first viewing <laughs> I, well i mean like after you reveal that bane wasn't the real mastermind the whole time though it really fucking just ugh, it's a slog yeah and her League of Shadows are the slug. perfect antagonist to Batman in this film. Perfect. While Joker in the Dark Knight was the opposite of Batman, Bane is almost the same as Batman, completely blinded by a belief. A crusade that they believe to be morally righteous. One... Yeah, and it makes no sense because the whole fucking point of Ra's al Ghul's team is to, like, cleanse a city by example, and Gotham is, like, clean. 
It's like we got we got to carry on with Liam Neeson's goal. It's like why Gotham is like the cleanest city in the entire world. Choose a different one, you fucking idiots. That frustrates me to no end. They're like, oh, we got to take the yeah. cause to its limits. It's like that doesn't. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Oh Batman my god! And, and betrayed them. Oh, uh, but yeah, that like, that it, means you kill <laughs> Batman. That doesn't mean you nuke the city. They're supposed to be altruistic. They're supposed to be trying to get to a point where they've erased bad from the world, or at least, you know, stymied it. Why go after Gotham? That's like the stupidest place to target in this universe. Yeah, Ra's al Ghul's plan in, in Batman Begins at least makes sense, or, or his motive, rather. It makes sense because Gotham is, you know, obviously corrupt and shit, and you see Dark Knight Rises and it's, it's clean now. It's free of organized crime, and crime is at an all-time low, and yet they want to still nuke the city. I hate it. They're willing to die for. Oh god. No! They expect one of us in the wreckage, brother. Okay. Have we started the fire? Yes. The fire rises. And that's what separates Batman from Bane, ultimately. Will Bruce Wayne die for a city as well? Not just Batman. When it is done. Oh, thank fuck that script is there. <laughs> Why do you yeah. need the script? This is very helpful to understanding the teams. Then you have my No, he showed the words die. on screen. They're we don't talk right. about Bane. What was the point of that? No, but I didn't know that in the script, the word then is bold. Oh, shit. So that adds a lot. Because it's also it, in italics. Oh, because shit. When he, when he said it, it, I wouldn't have gotten that impression. Well, do, do we know that's the original script? Or maybe just Roundtable wrote that to make the yeah. video look better? Yeah, I don't know, showed... but he had like scene headings. I'm really hoping he didn't like write his own Batman script. I kind of think <laughs> that would be really, let's, really pathetic. Let's see if it's available. Let's see if uh... I'm sure it's oh, available. you can definitely get the scripts. Well, yeah. I don't know if you can get the original screenplays. That's probably tougher to find. You definitely get scripts for movies, though. People make them. Enough. If there's a villain that should get talked about more, it's this guy. Incredibly imposing, with a creepy mask and a weird ass voice that you can't even understand unless oh, you so have subtitles. Great. Why the I fuck would you? I can't. I can't understand the villain unless I have subtitles on. Oh, um, use that as a positive. That rises. I'm defending that that's that's rises, but I'm going to bash the voice. Let's like, just yeah. say it was a joke. That's one of the things I love about <laughs> trilogies is finding out if you'll be able to understand the villain's voice. Yeah, I love that. I, I, love, I love that, that period of understand. discovery. It's I love that I could understand what Bane was saying when I saw this film in the theater. I love it. I find Bane so entertaining in this film, I have to say. Yeah, I love Bane. Uh, I love he is... He's a mean the master. The fire rises. should get talked about more, it's this guy. Incredibly imposing, with a creepy mask and a weird-ass voice that you can't even understand unless you have subtitles on, Bane hey. feels like a force of nature. A malevolent <laughs> entity. What? I stopped you feel like a force of nature because you can't understand him. What? <laughs> Yeah. I I have a question. Why doesn't Bane actually try to do anything about that uh, prison in Uzbekistan with the the hole, you know, that 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 pit? Like the you would think hole. that he would, yeah. Like people get thrown down there because they crossed a warlord. That was the explanation for what happened to to Raish Al Ghul's wife. And I'm saying Raish because that's the actual pronunciation. Raz Al Ghul is the wrong pronunciation. <laughs> I don't care. Maybe how the Nolan movies pronounce it, but whatever. Well, I was gonna um, say I go by the movies. 
Okay, fine. I'll, I'll go with Raz. No, but yeah, like they they explain that Raz Al Ghul caved on that one pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say Raz. Well, I'm just gonna do it. I say Raz. Okay, I'll say Raz. Very well. I'm, we shall do things. I'm going good. to. I'm doing yeah, it just yeah. for the sake of consistency here, nah, just, just so people aren't fucking confused. Fucking no, no, that's, that's a lot of time. So you know. Well, yeah. Well, how how much time have we wasted talking about that? So wasted. Yeah, you're the one who's brought it up. Well, you got a super Mister Specialman. No, someone in the chat uh, pointed that out and was confused. And They're was wrong. To... People who point this out are wrong. It's Ray Shalgul in possibly the comics and like game interpretations. But How when you have the characters, well, this is this is the thing. Shut up. The, <laughs> in the movies, all the characters refer to him as Raz, so it would be wrong to call him Raish in the movies because he okay, fucking fine. doesn't call himself that. Pronunciation is subjective. Okay, fine. I'll go. with Pronunciation Raz is subjective. Ah, uh, wait. So. Just call so him Raz Tim. Tim. So Raz Al Ghul basically. <laughs> Tim Al Ghul. Tim. Racial Ghul. And my Ghul. cousin Tim Al Ghul. So so we shorten it to two. This, he impregnates this warlord's daughter, and he gets sentenced to the pit. So this is obviously like not an official prison system in this country. Why is Bane okay with this? If he's supposed to be all about you know cleansing corruption. Oh. Why is he okay with the pit still being like, a thing? Is there some kind of weird shit where he's like, the pit proves men to be better, blah blah blah, I don't know. Does he say anything like that? Like he respects the pit because it creates tests <laughs> he men. No, no. Pits. no he, 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 he's okay with the pit because because it, like it. it represents true despair. He I was going to say, probably like... he just had fun there. Like, I don't know. Just like, I got out of the pit. So... We still haven't established everything about the pit. It could be cool, and just like Bruce Wayne doesn't know about all the cool parts. Yeah, he just didn't visit any of like the actual like opening. There's a little like sliding yeah. doors and a, a receptionist. Dude, there's a video arcade on like floor 2F. But he's like, what? <laughs> also, I just want to highlight It's more of a metaphorical pit. Dan in <laughs> chat said, I too cannot understand nature without subtitles. <laughs> yeah, he's a force of nature. <laughs> Isn't Joker supposed to, to be the force Steve. of nature? No, maybe. Because oh. every single scene he's in, he doesn't even have to do anything. He just has to stand there. What do you mean he doesn't have to do anything? He fucking does a lot of shit in his scenes. This is DC where he beats the shit out of Batman. Oh, okay. I like this game more. Yeah, I was gonna say. This is what the people wanted. It's good because it beat this incredibly low bar. Yes. Well, I think one of the most oh, interesting no. things about Batman, Bruce Wayne and Batman, is you're looking at a guy who, particularly as Christian Bale has portrayed it, I find it a very moving struggle. It's a guy who has suffered this terrible trauma as a child. and he's Do you think this might with... be a biased opinion? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think the wave bombs are here because there's nothing else to. Yeah, no, this. I honestly feel like this is kind of fillery. Uh, the last one was almost a minute, wasn't it? Think of all of the things that exist and all the things that you could see or put up on the screen or a picture or all kinds of stuff. This looks sexy, Rags. Look at the lines, they match the way he speaks. I look at this and I'm like, literally in like five years, we're going to be like, remember that trend where everybody's putting stupid audio waveforms on the screen and thought it looked cool? I do kind of think it looks good, though. Yeah, it looks good, but it's just like... I'd it's, call it it's cruise control for like looking good, which is not to say it doesn't look good. It does look. Like, it, I think it does, point, yeah. I want to make fun of it, and the second point, I'm like, 
but I could. I, I, no, I, I want to put one in Goodell that just doesn't match what the person's saying. <laughs> put put yeah. this one in Goodell. Or just have two or three or something just splatter all over the screen at random. <laughs> like a second one comes in from the right and goes to the left. He's <laughs> like, yes. why? It just floats around. I think it's just funny in this context because we know that Brown Table is a pretentious prick. Yeah, that's probably to do with it too. Like, it, this is coming that, from someone we that, trust. That makes it funnier. I think filler is the most accurate accusation because where's the analysis, bro? Where is it? He's being concise. You don't have analysis where when you're concise. Where is the analysis, brother? Is he going to like spend any of the next eight minutes defending why all of our little issues with the film's writing are well, not even little issues? They're humongous issues. What like why they don't matter? Like, is he going to? No. Is, why would is he do that? Anal- is the analysis is in the wreckage, my- brother? Trilogies. Trilogies. A guy who has suffered this terrible trauma as a child, and he's filled with negative things. He's filled with anger and rage, a desire for revenge. But he has hang this... On. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Anger and rage and a desire for revenge. Uh, is he arguing a revenge of his, for people who killed so his parents? Just, are those all the same thing, kind of? Anger, rage, and a desire for revenge. I suppose uh, it's redundant to say anger and rage. Rage kind of outclasses anger. Yeah. So, but... so the point of this video is he wants us to like the. He's supposed to be giving us reasons why we should like the movie, right? Yes. But all he's given us is like, here's what the movie's about, and here are the th- themes well, exist within the movie. The issue is that he's not telling us why or what is on the screen is good. Yeah, uh, right. it. so what happens is we well, criticize him it. for saying all these, he's just blurting themes, he's not giving us any references, and what happens is people think we hate themes, we don't like themes, it's like, no, 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 we just like substance, like just saying this is what the film is about yeah. is not enough. Well, like, he hasn't told me, like, here's why this theme is so expertly conveyed, it's just yeah. like, yeah, but this theme <laughs> is in here. He literally I'm said like, the opposite, what? he said whether or not it's well executed, that's up to you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Like, tell me, like, oh, this shot is, like, you know, really conveys this theme, or, like, I'm getting none of that. As far as I can tell, is any, has he made any points at all yet? I think he thinks he has. Okay. I think <laughs> he's just, controversial I think he's just stating themes, but he hasn't, like, pointed to anything in particular, anything specific. I don't know. Moving struggle to try and do something positive with that, to try and make something good from that. So any time you can put him up against a threat, I think it's so much more interesting if the threat is not just to the safety and prosperity of the people of Gotham, but also a threat to his own philosophy, his own way of life. Something that gets under his skin and in some way represents a path he could have taken. At a certain point in the- I guess that's supporting the idea that Bane is Batman taken to the nth degree, like following an ideology to its, to its end point. I guess that's what the point of that was, to support that. Okay. Yeah. I don't I know, I'm lost. the point he was making in that time. Yeah, I feel like he's made that point already, but sure, you could have spent, you know, the film, you looked at pieces of dialogue that support or the events of the film that kind of support instead of just being like, Christopher Nolan said what I said too. Alright. Sounds like that's where you got it from, to be honest. 
movie. John Daggett, played by Ben Mendelsohn, has no control over the plot, and it's Bane that's been using sure, Daggett. There's no, it was me all along, moment. But yes, there is. It's with the fucking <laughs> Talia Ghoul person. <laughs> like, it's her that's controlling Bane this whole time. What is, why did he say that? I wonder if he's gonna get to that. Has no know. control over the plot, and it's Bane that's been using Daggett. There's no It was me all along moment. All Bane does is essentially invade Daggett's space and caress his face almost as if consoling a child, while at the same time preparing him for the inevitable outcome. And that makes the movie good. I, I guess? Okay. I don't get it. It's good because he's a force of nature. I don't get the how this counterbalances counterbalances against anything that people are talking about when they're criticizing this film. It just yeah, feels I mean, like he's explaining the plot of the movie. Like he I, is. That's what his Spider-Man Three video was. He's like, it's actually about revenge. There's a clip like, of characters talking about revenge. It's like it's so very good because of that. I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching this. Hints. <laughs> I've already covered this with the whole thing with BVS. BVS has a theme about. Batman becoming like like you know more murderous and shit and how that's bad because you know someone might have a mom named Martha, and it, it's just it just illustrates the point that themes don't matter that much. Like it, it's really about the execution of the themes. Every, and, everything is a theme, or like yes. hopefully. So like just being like, oh, but here's a theme. Okay, but you're just explaining what the plot of the movie is at this point, like. I mean, here's Tell what me, they were what trying is so, to do, guys. Yeah, what is so brilliant about uh, him stroking? You're telling me they stroking <laughs> the guy's cheek. Okay, why is that brilliant? Why? Why is there's the no big I wanted to, moment? Yeah. Why to, would it be good or bad if there was? I like, wanted to highlight as well. Have you noticed that I thought this was going to stop, but it didn't? He's like applied a grain filter to all clips. Yeah. It's annoying oh, me. Oh, really? That's art. I just put the text yeah, over it. That. Like, yeah, like it's but just. <laughs> He's just made it less, like, the, the image has less clarity, and I know that he did it, because it's like, well, every relative should just film people do it. You put a filter on. This is that. Brown Table, you're like... like oh, that makes it good. Brown Table's the exact result of what I don't want to happen with film analysis, where you just have a bunch of fucking superficial nonsense in terms of technical design for your video, and then you just talk about themes. You never explain why the theme is good. Why it was well executed, how it connects to anything else, you're just like, it's there. Like, is it? Yes. Okay. But he's concise. Yes, and he's, he's got that concise. Skillshare tactics to really draw you in, man. Do you think, think he that... learned to do the grain on Skillshare? I believe he did obtain the skill from Skillshare. <laughs> well, he did say that. He said, make, what if you make your video look like it was filmed by Christopher Nolan or whatever. Maybe this is a Christopher yeah. Nolan thing. This, this footage was filmed by Christopher <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> so the film Grapers and Nessie's double Christopher Nolan now. The Dark Knight Rises has a theme of being horribly written. Yes. Sure you can draw that out of it. To truly understand how absolutely terrifying this character is, the film starts by introducing him and his resources, similar to the Joker in The Dark Knight. Okay, Most tell me why about... any of this is good. Just tell me already. He keeps, like, so having chapter headings and shit, and I'm like, we've gone through, like, what, three or four chapters? I'm like, he's, he's can you wrap bangs... each of those up with a point? Yeah, I know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel that way at all, but, uh, like, like he's just rambling. Um, so the Bane's intimidating because we get to know his resources from the get-go. Or, like, that he's terrifying. I was like, uh, you can have someone like the First Order who have insane resources and they're pitiful. 
<laughs> like I said, I'm sure it's about execution, right? Because I think the Bane is intimidating in this movie, to a degree, but I wouldn't explain it the way he's doing it. But he's already said, the execution, was it good, was it bad? Ah. Also, have you guys got the same frame, frame as me right now with, uh, like, how fucking terrible this looks because of his stupid... Green. I've got a Wait, guy what? in a purple tie and a blue shirt. Well, if, you, if you've got my stream up in any way, uh, the shot that, I, I saw right plane now. window. Yeah, yeah, that's the plane window one is one. There's nothing. I don't think there'd be anything clearer in that shot anyway, would there? That's just like a. Well, just it just looks. I'm not even talking about the the clarity of the original image. Like if you look at the colors and the the blotchiness, the artifacts. Hmm. Well done, Brown Table. You made it so artistic. So There's is he saying Bane's a great way. villain because Bane's prepared? Is that what he's saying? Uh, he so, said because we understand. Well, let's just play it again. Go on, Brown Table. Teach us. And how absolutely terrifying this character is, the film starts by introducing him and his resources. Similar to the Joker. So to introduce him and his resources makes him terrifying. Yeah, when I think of great villains, it's all about those resources. So I mean, man, like, can anyone name off the top of their head a villain who had possibly the most limited resources ever and was still intimidating? The Joker. A guy. Just a guy. That's kind of what I'm Just getting at here. Like, how do you make a guy intimidating when he has no resources? It's I, like there I are got billions one. of ways. Michael I got Myers. One. I got one. There you Anton go. Sugar. Anton Sugar. Anton Sugar. Uh, well, he no has a gun. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> Michael Myers is a crazy guy with a Halloween mask. Fucking Hannibal is where I was going with that. He's like one of the most intimidating, terrifying villains ever, and he's in a fucking prison. Right. Kylo Ren. He's stripped of all fucking ability. <laughs> Kylo, Kylo Ren. <laughs> Dude, he's got that crossguard lightsaber. Oh my god, he's so scary. <laughs> I, I can't figure out if he has all of the resources or none of them. It's a very, I don't know. very <laughs> good luck finding out from your <laughs> They don't want you to know. He's so intimidating, oh, he has like an everything and uses not. nothing. Zemo. Yeah, Zemo. Zemo yeah. Zemo I mean, he has a lot of resources, actually. <laughs> but re yeah. Relatively speaking, I think you Compared can say... to your average guy. I, honestly, yeah. I just think Hannibal kind of destroys this whole... Framing this is weird argument. Like you need resources. But like you can still no. But he didn't say you need resources because you see his resources. Well, that's I, mean, I still can, don't I think can, it's true. But yeah, I, I can see how true. he might conflate the like physical resources with the uh, the efficacy of the villain himself. Though you could have a villain who's very efficient and is actually a real threat, even if he doesn't have any resources because yeah. he himself is so imposing or talented. The point I was making is that we, we you have all four results. Person who's intimidating with loads of resources, person who's not intimidating with loads of resources, person who's not intimidating with no resources, person who is with, with... And so, like, Bane is a person with a lot of resources. So it's about execution, then. Did they did they nail it? And all we've got so far from Brown Table is they did it. You know okay. what my problem with this scene is? is? It shows that everyone's stupid. The CIA doesn't like lift the bags off these guys' heads to verify their identities or check for explosives or anything before putting them on the same plane as the guy that they were going after. That's retarded. You have the whole thing where they, um, they do this blood transfusion of Dr. Pavel with some random corpse, and that somehow, I guess, convinces people that like that guy was Dr. Pavel because he had Dr. Pavel's blood in him. I guess that that's how you regrow your cartilage. Yeah, that's that's well, no, it's actually how you change your DNA. I know if that's you, not uh, how you regrow your cartilage. If you do, if you do a blood fucking around with you, no, well, you I'm can't get a blood transfusion that. and regrow your cartilage. Yeah, you totally can. Wait, I saw it on science. What? No, you, have to, you have to get a reverse. No, I was saying. No, I was saying that the uh, the. Um, 
fuck, I've, I've lost my train of thought there. Um, you can change just, your I, DNA, is what yeah, you're you, saying. Yeah, I, I, well, I was, I was joking about how this is totally how you change your DNA. You get, you get a little blood transfusion, and now you have different DNA. Oh, okay. That, yeah. was, that was funny. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying um, this character is, the film starts by introducing him and his resources. Similar these to are the my Joker resources. In the Dark Knight. <laughs> Most interesting about Bane is that Tim he seems Carl? to have a messiah Hang on, hang on. We, surely we don't get introduced to the... No, we do get in the enemy. I was going to say his resources at the start of Dark Knight, but we literally see him obtaining his money, so shut up. You idiot. To the Joker in the Dark Knight. Most interesting about Bane is that he seems to have a messiah complex to me, believing himself to be the one who can truly cause the destruction of Gotham, further honoring Ra's al Ghul's destiny. I am the League of Shadows. I am here to fulfill Ra's al Ghul's destiny. Hey, he said Ra's, not Ra's. Sounded <laughs> mm. like he said yeah. Ra's al Ghul. Oh, the delivery. I love I it. Do, I do have a question, though. So the animated Lord of the Rings movie pronounces Saruman's name as Aruman. What? Yes. Excuse me? Who yes. Does? The animated Lord of the Rings movie that came out before the live-action movies had Saruman named as Aruman. I mean, if and you, um, I think else. that there was, a, there was some other um, thing. I think they did it in order to distinguish between Saruman and Sauron because they felt like people would confuse the two. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It's still a misconception. That's a good explanation. Not if it's spelt that way in their vision. Okay, well then, how about the last Airbender movie where they pronounce Aang as Ong? Again, if they're all consistent in that universe, calling him Ong, what's the problem? Poor adaptation in terms of faithfulness? Sure. Yeah. I think they should have called him Raish, especially if that was how it's supposed to be pronounced. But who decided that? Is the guy who wrote Batman? Who or? invented? Did Bob Kane invent Raj Al Ghul? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame them for just simply mis uh, misreading the name because I would have like without hearing uh, the name from like watching the show oh, or wait, the stream like, down. playing a video game. I would. I don't know. Uh, Raj Al Ghul. Yeah, it's down for me. Oh, it's uh -oh. down for me too. Yeah. What if you refresh? Oh, it's back. We did it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, that we're nowhere near a cap, seconds. so I don't know what's going on. Oh, All right, no, guys, it's back, it's back for me. Hit F5, yeah. <laughs> Are we good? Yeah. Looks like we're up, yeah. That's uh, Razal Ghoul's creator is Dennis J. O'Neill, who is 80 years old and lives in St. Louis, Missouri, so. Did he say it was race? Well, we got to find out. I mean, <laughs> call him. Call him. Call him right now. Bring him on email. We need Denny to get this guy I'll give right him a call. What, where any, is, what's his name? Any EFAP followers in Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, somebody must know where he's at. Well, who? what's his name? His name is, uh, according to Wikipedia, Dennis J. O'Neill, but he goes by Denny. So, oh, they know keep that. Keep an eye out for Denny O'Neill. Dennis J. O'Neill? Dennis J. Um, O'Neill. He also is, is that, the person yeah. who put Speedy on heroin. Oh, all right. All right. And he's still alive, yeah? Green, uh, yeah, he's still alive, still kicking. He's 80. 80 years old. I still think it's okay to insist on using the original pronunciation to refer to the character, even if the adaptation that you're referring to uh, uses a different pronunciation. Uh, I don't know if I have a... To. I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but I would take issue if someone said, I'm saying it wrong. I'd be like, I'm going from this Okay, source. sure. That's that's fair. That's fair. I wasn't trying yeah, to... And it would really kind of... It kind of depends on the situation. 
But go ahead, if you're going to make another point. No, I, I, I just, uh, there was a guy that was DMing me who wanted to bring up that point, and I felt that was worth bringing up when All we right. paused talking about Ration Raz. Well, so, fuck it. As our goal's destiny. I'm the League of Shadow. <laughs> I'm here to fulfill Razagul's destiny. He wants to Razagul. see Gotham burn, and he also wants Batman to be torn down and burn along with it. Knowing full well that Bruce Wayne is Batman and he's someone that does not fear dying, he decides to torture him by making him watch the one thing he cares about crumble to pieces, his city. Why does he... So altruistic. Why okay. does Bane not tell all of Gotham who Batman was? Because if you you think about it, he's trying to rally people to his cause using this, you know, talk about how the 1% are bad, um, doing the regular Bernie Sanders spiel. And then, but he leaves out the part where, yeah, a billionaire went around punching low-income criminals to a pulp at night and then also partook in the cover-up of the DA's crimes. Wouldn't that have helped his cause? Uh, Yeah. So that why doesn't be a he just, very good plan? Why why doesn't he just say that do, like in his little Blackgate speech there? He has different plans. Jesus God, fuck. He's busy. If he had if he had done what so you suggested, horrible. would they still have been able to maintain the wonderful themes? No. Look, the plot demanded that he say what he say. Yeah. It's pronounced themes. If the people weren't stupid, we wouldn't have a story. Yeah, there's actually there's actually a part in the movie where, like, after Bruce Wayne teleports to Gotham, this is this is the timestamp by the way. It's like about two hours and three minutes in, so they're like they got they got this bag over Bruce's head and they take him to this uh, camp or whatever where they've got like a bunch of uh, political prisoners like Lucius Fox and and they've got Miranda Tate, aka Talia, in there as well, and. Then the, the the goons that deliver Bruce to them are like, yeah, it's not every day that you deliver uh, that, that, that you bag Bruce Wayne. And I'm thinking like, wait, shouldn't you guys know that he's Batman and that he should be he should be in Uzbekistan in that pit? <laughs> why why have you forgotten that this is Batman <laughs> who's now in Gotham instead of Uzbekistan? <laughs> hey, real quick, so they didn't expect him to be able to get back so quick. This is unrelated. Well, this is a little bit related to a previous topic. Uh, I am currently messaging Alex Jaffe, who writes the question DC trivia for DC Daily, uh, the official trivia of DC Comics. And he says there is a canonical pronunciation of Ra's al Ghul that was. You're a still question fucking talking about this? That was answered at San Diego <laughs> Comic Con. It's coming straight from DC Comics. He's getting me the pronunciation right now. This is exciting. Okay. You need, All right. Guys, we need to so, crack the case. He's gonna have that to me, hopefully, I mean, in the I, next few minutes. I'm pretty sure it's Raish, because that's all, all I ever hear. I is believe that it's Raish. is Raish is the canon canonical pronunciation. Why is it always about Raish? What if we get told so, it's something completely different? Like I to, would be. We'll see. Raish. So the first Raish. time, I, the first time I was ever exposed to this character was through Batman Begins. But then, as I learned that everywhere else calls it calls him Raish, I just adapted to calling him Raish. Your but voice I, is I'm, a bad adaptation of your voice. Yeah, I know. It's a horrible voice. Yeah, I just, oh. I call him, when I was playing the Arkham games, I was like, that's Raish. But then when I refer to him in the films, I'm like, oh yeah, Raz, because that's what they all call him. So I'm just, I guess I'm confused on the rules. <laughs> I'm, so I mean, it's totally fine to use the, the, um, the, the wrong pronunciation. <laughs> Rags al Ghul. <laughs> it's it's fine to use the the film's pronunciation for the sake of like not confusing people, but I think it's also fine to just use the original pronunciation. 
Okay, so, so at San Diego Comic-Con, the question was answered. Uh, if you are a part of the League of the Asa of Assassins, you would say Raish as a sign of respect. If you're outside of the League or in a rogue as a sign of disrespect, you say Raz. What? <laughs> Thanks for making so, it even more confusing. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so if you are we in the League? I was going to say, we're not in the League. <laughs> it depends <laughs> on your interpretation. It depends on your interpretation of the character. If you are favorable towards his actions, <laughs> you should say Raish. If you want to disrespect him, you should say Raz. Can, can I? Is there anything I can call him if I just want to be like, yeah, he's a... What the look, hell? You gotta, you gotta choose one or the other, man, and then we'll know your <laughs> so, opinion on so Raj al Ghul based on. on how you say his name. Vito, are you telling Raj. me that... Are you telling me that Raz is like the N word to Raish? Raz is, yeah, it's the N word for Raishal. <laughs> the Raz word. But like, it's growing up, for growing up, kids Raish. would call him Raz, and he just hated it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> is, it was his name. I'm going to be in charge of the League Assassins someday. <laughs> yeah, sure you will, Raz. You literally it's can't be Raz. wrong about pronunciation then, because you could just justify as being like, yeah, I don't yeah. believe it is. Yeah, but I don't actually you like can him. Be wrong. Exactly. This is this is canon according to DC. Like this no, is, this is a legitimate thing. Anytime Batman says his name, fuck. he's saying it wrong on purpose uh, to spite him. It was apparent. All right, good stuff. It's here where Bane is wrong because he believes that Bruce Wayne is Batman, but doesn't understand that Batman is an idea. It's meant to represent oh, the the Shut up. Christ's sake, man. He's hitting all of the video essay buzzword points. Batman is an he idea. Said it no, it's unironically. A student, student a costume. Batman <laughs> is an idea. Real, oh, uh, yeah, the idea that. beat up criminals. I was going to say, like, <laughs> you know, doing good. It's like, oh, yeah, you can't kill that if you uh, kill Batman. Uh, it's like, well, I don't think that was Bane's intention. <laughs> Killing. I was robbing this bank, and then, and then this fucking idea came out of nowhere and beat the <laughs> shit out of me. Yeah, no, but he, he's actually, you know, like some 80 years ago or whatever, he would have been correct, because at one point, Batman was an idea in Bob Kane and Bill Finger's heads, and then they actually, like, wrote it down and, you know, drew it and well, colored it. It's still an idea, even then. I just love, because, like, I feel like he's fucking evoking, like, V for Vendetta right now, which the point of that is, like, you can kill V, but it won't matter because the idea of rising up against a fascist regime is already in the people. So, so it doesn't matter if you kill him or not. Well, with this, it's like, okay, so Bane wanted to punish Batman, but he did realize Batman goes beyond Bruce Wayne. The idea of wanting to stop crime goes beyond Bruce <laughs> Wayne. Like, yeah. Yes. He... He probably knew that. I don't know. People are saying kill V as in uh, uh, Sargon's friend. <laughs> kill V? Pick v, Which not kill v. Like, v. Kill V. <laughs> who's V? Who's the V of this group? The no, yeah. Vendetta, Vendetta. Oh, fuck. I thought, I thought we were actually referring to somebody here. Justice and doing what's right. A symbol of what heroes should be. At the start of the film, while Batman hasn't been seen for Is years, it? people in the streets believe Batman to be a guardian angel gone missing. That's him. That's him. No, that's actually... no. They believe that he murdered. They believe that he murdered Harvey Dent. Yeah, I was gonna say that's at odds with. That's actual bullshit. Is it? I'd have to watch the film again. Is there an idea that's like I don't think he really killed Harvey Dent? Is that like a thing or? I don't no. recall anything well, like that. I think that I think that um uh that's what Robin says. 
but not this kid. He's like, do you think he'll ever come back? Like, Wait, so he's just well, sketching him because he's like, oh, I kind of like him. He's neat. Yeah, even though yeah, like fine. everyone else believes that the official story is that he murdered Harvey Dent. This is another problem. This this movie wants to do these really nice little visuals here with like a little kid drawing Batman symbol, but in context, it doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. Suppose than everyone getting a tattoo of Batman symbol. Oh God! While the police demonize him. Oh, no. It's through the events of the movie that people, and especially the police, begin to realize that Batman is a hero. Again, a symbol <laughs> of justice, and decide to take back their city. Yes, 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 obviously. But it's not like Batman is dead for that, he's actually leading them. We need to take back the city, send all the police into the sewer. Oh god, that fucking- god. Oh no, we- oh. No. <laughs> let's, no, 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 let's go on. Let's, let's talk about how retarded it is to send all 3,000 cops, except like maybe a dozen who are oh. off-duty, and then you've got Robin, into the sewers. This is such a great idea. They had to get the job done. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> all of them. You know, all of them. All of it and is so funny. I feel bad because them. Rags doesn't even know what we're talking about, so you might want to like explain it to him narratively how it. This happens. would be great for me because if I like don't know yeah. anything about the movie, and then I was like, oh, I guess people don't really so, like it, but I haven't seen it yet. So the concept if is... I watch this and then I watch the film, it should help me appreciate it more. I have no idea what he's yeah, trying to say. Irrelevant of like you watching the film, I just want to explain this as an idea to you. And Southpaw, just correct me if I fuck up any of the like details. I'm trying, I'm trying to remain uh -huh. broad, but like you won't fuck them wrong. up any more than the film um, did. I know. Yeah. So Bane wants to take over the city. Now, one aspect of that is that there's a lot of police in Gotham. So what do you do, Rags? What do you do with the police? Got any ideas? And my goal is to what? Get rid of the police. You want to take over the city? Um, if I'm trying to get rid of the police. Um, then what I would probably do is I would try to create a series of scandals that get people to hate the police. That would be my first step. I would I would destroy the trust that the public has in the in the police. That sounds rational though. Amateur hour. All right, Wait, South Pole, explain uh, what well, actually happened. Okay, so um, Gordon ends up in the sewers at some point. Don't ask; uh, it, it'll take too long to explain. Um, Bane's men basically knock him out, bring him to Bane. Gordon escapes, and so then he ends up in the hospital because Robin has some clairvoyant ability where he knows where he is. And then while in the hospital, Gordon is like, we need to send every cop that we have down into the sewers to stop Bane and his army. I saw, I saw an army and a masked man in the sewers. And so they do that, and Bane and his men have been creating several bombs all throughout the city, uh, which, like, a lot of them actually cave in the the entries to the um, to sewer. the underground of Gotham. Yeah, to, into the sewer. So it's like, okay, so they were actually counting on Gordon being so stupid that he sends every cop into the sewer. All every the cops, cop in Gotham cop. into the every sewer. Every cop in Gotham. Except for Robin. Oh, Robin oh. is like... So there are no manholes. Yes. Yeah, well, actually, there's one that they lower food down into, but Fuck we want you. to ignore that one. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, it's like, so Bane prepared for them to send every cop into the sewers because he was making bombs. He predicted that Jim Gordon, who was promoted to commissioner because he came up with a very brilliant plan to, to catch the Joker in the previous movie. And so he's a very smart man, right? No, he, he, he's counting on Gordon 
being so stupid that he sends all 3,000 cops. That's that's the, the exact number that we were given. We were given 3,000 into the sewer at the same time. And then that's when Bane's going to... Imagine getting bombs. that call on the radio. It's like, all right, everyone... All uh, cops in the sewer. Everything that you're doing, we have to go into the sewer to flush out the evil army. Uh, they're like, wait, what? Joe, listen, I'm in the middle of writing a traffic ticket here, okay? <laughs> this just, is more important. Down the manhole, Jim. I just like this, the idea, a load of someone who's never seen this film before, and you're like, all of the cops get trapped in the sewers. You'd be like, how? How? And yeah, how is how? this possibly a scenario that actually occurs? There's Everyone so many details that just would, and I can't believe they went with that. It's so stupid. Joe, I'm taking cops care. Are like, we're, we're over here giving CPR. You should just stop. <laughs> just get in the sewers now. Joe, right. I am I am at the scene of a 10-car pileup. I am literally putting infants' body parts in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> get in the motherfucking sewer! There are body parts in the sewer. <laughs> There's blood in the sewer. <laughs> and yeah, the, they block all the entrances the with these explosions. And the film basically tells us, yep, there's just other... How long do they live in the sewers, by the way? Is it months? Five months. Five months, the, the, Rags. What? The bomb, the bomb has a timer for five months. That's what we're told right after the, the cops are buried. And Wait, then, are the cops uh, the in the sewer the whole five months? Yep, they have a yes, fucking society they, down there. Okay, this movie is officially they, retarded. Literally have, sewer people. No, 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 no. So, so actually, if you go back a few seconds in this video, you'll notice there's a bit where they're like lowering uh, stuff in, like into a manhole. That's Bane's mm -hmm. men lowering food and supplies to the cops that are stuck in the sewers through that manhole. And by the way, those supplies include shaving cream and razors because when they come <laughs> out nice. they oh, don't have nice. any beards nice. they don't have any facial hair <laughs> they don't decide well we're kind well, of you don't want to come out looking like grow out of yeah beard. yeah <laughs> oh it's so bad why does he even yeah. keep the cops alive if they're gonna nuke everything like what are they because, like hostages to an extent? No, no because there's no such thing as hope without despair or, or despair oh, without oh hope. okay right <laughs> Because that's why this movie is good. Right? Themes, themes, themes. So if you destroy the cops like that, then they'll just get replaced by like the National Guard or right. martial law or something. No, so so they blow up all the bridges leading yeah. into Gotham except for one, and they tell everyone like on the news, we will, we have a nuke. Yeah, they they they, they turn some clean energy fusion cell. Like like they say it's clean energy, and then when it's being taken out to this football field where Bane's doing his big speech, they uh, they mention they've got like some military people watching it and they're scanning for radiation. It's like, oh, there's a huge radiation spike here. So anyone who says that there wouldn't be any fallout from the bomb going off, fuck you, there would be. Um, uh, and then uh, they say, if any, if we see anyone trying to, to escape and if you try to send any military or anything to try to uh, free the city, we will detonate the bomb. And then they actually do send a few uh, spec ops guys in, and they immediately get, get killed. And then they don't actually nuke the city. Really good film. It's Fantastic. an amazing film. I feel like it's, I'm going to rewatch this again now, because I, I can't imagine it's that stupid. It <laughs> no, it is. It is. I watched so it last complete. night. I watched I it tried, last night. When I watched it, I just turned it off, and I, was, I don't know. I was just kind of tuning it out. I'm like, all right, Batman's punching guys. All 3,000 cops had Dollar Shave Club courtesy of Bane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and Dr. Pavel uh, reverse engineers the, the fusion cell thing to become a bomb within like a couple of minutes. Right. Yeah, you can also cross the a couple only wires. They also tell us specifically that he is the only person who can do that. And then Bane snaps his neck on the field. No one else can do it. 
Ah, so he can't undo good. it. <laughs> Police begin to realize that Batman is a hero. Again, a symbol Batman of justice and decide to take back their city. They even use his bat symbol during their reconnaissance missions and eventually when Bruce Wayne returns to Gotham, the physical embodiment of the Batman symbol. The physical he had to explain. He had to connect Bruce Wayne to Batman thematically. That was very difficult. The Batman. The Batman. The Batman symbol. He is the physical Batman symbol. Oh fuck, man! Why? The desperation. Evan Monroe. Evan Monroe points out that Lucius could probably reverse engineer the the fusion cell because I think that he was the one who made it. Who cares? I can't, I can't believe he actually made because like, to, to, ex to probably explain if anyone's missing on this, right, so when you're trying to defend the idea of a theme being within a movie, you, you try and connect every little piece that, uh, that can sort of support it. And so when Brown Tables are trying to collect, uh, let's just say, exhibits for, for this theme, one of them was Bruce Wayne himself walking back into Gotham is, is much like Batman being alive and well because he is the man who is Batman. You're like, holy shit, dude. Like, unironically, listen to what he says. That is so bullshit and desperate. You didn't know what to write this. Movie ...that people, and especially the police, begin to realize oh, that, that Batman shot, is way. a hero. Mm. Again, a symbol of justice, and decide to take back their city. They even use his bat symbol during their reconnaissance missions, and eventually when Bruce Wayne returns to Gotham, the physical embodiment of the Batman symbol, he lights up his logo on the bridge. Oh, the fucking logo! Wait, Go wait, wait. Gotham? <laughs> Gotham? is the physical embodiment of the Batman symbol? Well, uh, so that's poor wording on Batman his part. The Batman symbol is the physical okay. embodiment of Gotham. The, the so, Batman is the physical the embodiment Bat of the Batman oh, symbol. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Rags, please put that in good help. So, Rags, that, the Bat symbol, I mean, the, a symbol is represents something. So Okay, so, so Rags, someone... I have to explain this to you. So, Batman returns to Gotham, right? He, he climbs okay. out of this pit and okay. there's no explanation as to how he gets back to Gotham, despite the film establishing that he doesn't have any of his money anymore. And we can explain that later if you like. That That's also retarded. Um, he doesn't have any money, no resources, nothing. He uh, just shows up to Gotham and there's no explanation. There's no throwaway line, no montage, nothing. And then he saves Gordon and these men from basically having to walk across this frozen um, river. And when he that's saves nice. them... He gives them this flare and 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 tells them to light it up. And they they throw the flare on the ground. They they somehow know where to throw it. And it lights up this huge flaming bat signal that Batman apparently painted in gasoline on a bridge, which it, granted, in this time in the movie, they have like less than 24 hours before the nuke goes off. So Bruce Wayne comes back to Gotham. <laughs> The clock is ticking before the nuke goes off. What does he decide to do? He spends his time on a little art project painting a bat symbol, a giant bat symbol in gasoline on a bridge. I shit you not. I'm hoping he shows it in this just so Braggs can see how fucking big it is. And immediately, if you it's have massive. a job, yep. a duty, you know duty. what's required of you. Batman is telling you it's time to fight. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, how much time... Wait. How the yeah. fuck did he do that? <laughs> how do you how do you actually do this? 
Yes, and and apparently he had like a bungee cord or like some scaffolding. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine? You know, like with, with window washers, Batman's on one of those little platforms and he's like spraying it. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's just strolling he, by the previous day. Like, how no, would it not have all dribbled down? By the way, if it's... no, he took he took his flying he took his flying hovercopter thingy and then he like got on on the the outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> while it was just hovering also, by the side of the bridge. How fucking awkward is it for the people who see the other side of that bridge? Like, you know, you see from the houses. Oh my god, like, that's a fire! They're, well, well, they're just on like, fire. Most people might not even see that as a bat symbol. They might be like, oh god, the bridge is on fire. What the fuck's yeah, Bane doing that? Yeah, from this angle, now? I'm like, oh, okay, what is that, like a bird? It gets, <laughs> it gets dumber. It gets dumber. That so, bat symbol is oddly fire-shaped. So, so first of all, first of all, you've got... That uh, that guy that we just saw there, he's the deputy commissioner, and he doesn't want to fight. And so then he um, he sees this bat symbol, and this motivates him to join the fight to liberate Gotham because I guess that somehow he knows that this is the actual uh, Batman that did this, as opposed to just the like real a literal actual street. Batman. The real literal actual Batman. Oh wow! And then and then uh, Bane looks at it, and he's like impossible but we know that bane is with talia um who they don't realize is talia she she's tate to them to, to batman and his you know allies but talia knows that bruce is batman and that uh, and she sees bruce back in gotham just before the scene and she's with bane so you would think if she is the mastermind and she has just seen Bruce and Gotham, she would tell him, hey, Batman is back. And then you cut to Bane seeing this, and he's like, impossible. And, oh my god, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's time to go to war. This blocks are... What the fuck does that tell you? It's time to go to war. <laughs> uh, there's a flaming thing, and I don't know. No detonator signal to the bomb. Get it onto it before sunrise. They might hit the button when it starts. When what starts? War. Batman symbolizing the fight for justice affects mostly two characters in the film, one being Peter Foley and the other being Selina Kyle, Catwoman. Not that Catwoman. This Catwoman. Let's focus oh, on Selina. That's a joke. Fluff. Yeah, I was gonna say, in terms of construction, he cut the soundtrack and then oh. referenced a bad movie. He referenced a bad uh, film. He mentioned the film that was bad. Movie. You guys, that not, wasn't the right you guys have no souls? What the fuck? God, it's funny. That Catwoman. This Catwoman. Let's focus on Selina Kyle here. Her goal in the film is that she wants to escape her life. Oh, of he did the joke oh, twice. If he makes that joke again, it's be funny. Wait, wait, wait. Can we, can we rewind that? Just a little bit. Let's experience both jokes again. Yay! And the other being Selina Kyle, Catwoman. Not that Catwoman. This Catwoman. Let's focus. Wait. I'm at 1227. Yes, yeah, so oh, is it still? So, um, I think if one of you guys drag it back to twelve oh five, so it'll resync us. Because yeah. me dragging it's not doing anything right now. <laughs> All right. Focus on Selena Kyle here. Her goal in the film is that she wants to escape her life of. Her Whoops, goal wrong in the film. film. Oh my god. <laughs> it was really <laughs> comic sans it's too. Okay. That makes it was it more funnier. So if, funny the first time. If he makes a joke so a third hard, time, it'll complete the trilogy. Oh yeah, narrative tripling. I love You'll trilogies. Love trilogies. You never know <laughs> where they're gonna go. If he, More if like he, narrative if crippling. He just, if he repeats this another time, it'll be a third time, and we won't even be bored. Wow. Oh, come. You guys excited for where this is gonna go? 
attempts to escape her life of crime and start anew by using this device called the Clean Slate Which to wipe away really her dumb. criminal past. She also starts the movie. Like, a device that called the Clean Slate? Yes, like it's okay. An oh, slate that you rub on your so, face or something? All right, rags, rags. <laughs> so, uh, Muller, is it okay if I, if I explain this or do you want to Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. All so, right. Catwoman. Catwoman starts in the film. She okay. is a maid working at Bruce Wayne's uh, manor. I guess she's like going undercover because she has okay. to steal his fingerprints and we'll keep that in mind. We're not done with it yet. And so then when she's done with that, um, she gives these fingerprints to a guy who we see later is, is working for Bane, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, well, working for the guy that played Krennic in one, but he's working for Bane. Um, and so... Um, we find out that the reason why Catwoman is doing this is because Krennic basically promised her this thing called the clean slate. And there's this really clunky bit of exposition where Krennic then says the clean slate, the thing that completely erases your criminal history and, and everything. And then reveals that it's not even, it's not even real, which means that Catwoman basically accepted this job a clean slate program that is not real. She didn't verify that it's real before she taking checked. the job. She didn't Google it. She yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that's... You, um. Yeah, I, I remember thinking it was utterly fucking ridiculous, but hey, that's how it works. It's called the clean slate to wipe away her criminal past. She also starts the movie believing that what Bane is doing is justice, but eventually begins to realize that the somewhat totalitarian state that Gotham has become ruled. Oh, another thing. <laughs> I another, think it was worse thing. than that. I Actually, think we were about well, to get a great quote there, but yeah, go on. Talk, talk, somewhat talk, totalitarian. Hang on, talking about the clean slate. I have to go back to the clean slate. Someone just mentioned that. Uh, actually, yeah, later in the film, Bruce then tells Catwoman that it is real and it's actually his his program. <laughs> so, wow. like, like. Basically, Krennic thinks that it's not real, but it is real because Batman made it. But it's like the, it wouldn't be able to exist either. It's like it goes through every computer and deletes records of you or some shit. Oh, fuck would yeah. it know which ones to delete and how and where and oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, the clean slate was real. Bruce had it the whole time. It's apparently a magic wand that you delete people's to... memories. Yes, you can. <laughs> Memorious deletus and then just fucking. <laughs> Memory, we, memory is subjective. It's a theme. Can we mention the fact that he described um, Gotham under Bane as somewhat totalitarian? I was going to say, we have to listen to this again <laughs> because this is funny. Ace called the clean slate to wipe away her criminal past. She also starts the movie believing that what Bane is doing is justice, but eventually begins to realize that the somewhat totalitarian state that Gotham has become... The somewhat... I can't believe he actually said that. It That's wasn't amazing. that bad. I wish to put you under a somewhat totalitarian state. <laughs> You're very kind, can I, Mr. Bane. Can I leave? Well, then I'll detonate the nuke. Could have made it an anarcho-syndicalist uh, commune. For anyone That's to leave or join, Bane. yeah, and the fucking police probably felt it was a tad totalitarian. <laughs> it was a bit totalitarian. Those people made to go and walk across the ice. Yeah. I, th- I feel like I could just take that one for one and use it in Goodell again. Yeah. He's doing a lot of that for me. The society that has a system run by Scarecrow, of all people. Yeah, that's a thing, Rags. That's somewhat totalitarian. Wait, in this movie? Yep. Yeah, so there's a, there's a scene where this, um, like, there's, there's sentencing. I, I think Gordon and his men um, to walk across the ice, right? Well, 
how Bane and his men get sentenced to that is they put them in a kangaroo court that's run by Scarecrow. It's just like a small little scene, but yeah, that's that's him. Isn't totalitarian an extreme? As in, it's like saying it's a, a piece of infinity. Like, you can't... Can you have half of a totalitarian state? Is that even possible? Yeah, I mean, you could have an encroaching sort of, yeah. totalitarianism. Trending have, like, towards... You have to have, like, elements and aspects of it rather than the full thing. This definitely isn't an encroaching totalitarianism that we <laughs> no. see in film, I'm a little it's lost. Has he given us I... one reason why this movie is good yet? No, At this point, I don't even know what's happening. Like, he's just telling us things about it. Yeah, um, he's just telling me the whole plot of the movie. Away her it. criminal past. She also starts the movie believing that what Bane is doing is justice, but eventually begins to realize that the somewhat totalitarian state that Gotham has become, ruled by the insane, is not what justice truly is. Ruled by the insane is not what justice is. <laughs> what the fuck kind it's of like lesson is that? To a, a She's got this child. crazy inkling. <laughs> oh like God. something might ruled be a little by off the insane. Here. How do you write that? That's a good theme, right? Learning that putting uh, all of your government in the hands of crazy people is not justice. That's profound. Really makes you think. Thanks, Brown it, Table. We truly live in a society. It's just, oh, yeah. Wow. Good stuff. I'm glad Catwoman went on this incredible arc. <laughs> she believes Gotham to be under this aristocratic rule at the start of the film and steals from the rich, but eventually comes to realize that Bane's goal is not the same as her goal, and for the rest of the movie, she just wants to leave. Yeah, she's pretty retarded to think that Bane is on, on his side. The second that she locks up Batman to fight him, uh, I remember she has like those those looks of like, oh no, maybe I wasn't a good man in this scenario. And it's like, yeah, not, not really, and then everything just gets further and further out of hand. I don't Great. believe there was a part of the film where she was like, Bane is running a good society. Yep. No, she really is. This is what I wanted. Oh, I mean, I, I don't think it would be reasonable, sorry, for her to say that, but it, I, I can't remember if she actually does, because I haven't seen this movie in so long. It's, no, that's not her arc. <laughs> cool. And for the rest of the movie, she just wants to leave. She also sees a bit of herself in Bruce and also wishes him to leave Gotham. And in the end, it's a decision Selina Kyle has to face. Whether she's gonna stand up for the helpless of Gotham again, but fight for true justice this time. True justice. <laughs> Not that false literal justice. Not that justice where you let insane people rule your state for some reason. That's a form of justice. And her desire to live a normal life also has some influence on Bruce, as at the end of the film, he leaves to Italy with her, knowing that Batman is truly. I thought the end was supposed to be interpretable, like it could go to one of two ways that this is actually all in Alfred's head or not. Because there's no fucking way that Batman could have escaped the explosion, so there's a good chance he's actually dead. Yeah, Rags, they, they actually show a shot of, of Batman in the cockpit of that uh, Batwing thing flying the bomb over the ocean. And um, right after they show that shot, they then cut to uh, a shot of uh, the timer on the bomb, and it's like five seconds left, so he's fucked. But then they show us here that, oh no, he's actually alive. Uh, and, and they, they established that the autopilot for the bat was fixed, so there's like some evidence there that oh, it was just deceptive editing, but it's still bullshit. Yeah, I, I remember people talking about how this this ending was supposed to be something you interpret as Alfred 
what Alfred wanted. And I remember being like, okay. Because Bruce was obviously dead. And I was like, okay. Oh, I don't hate, not, I don't hate to, that interpretation. Not to mention, I don't know. Not, not to mention that by the time that um, Batman actually lifts off with the bomb in tow, he has a minute left on the timer and the blast radius is six miles. His, oh. his helicopter has Jeez. to go faster than the fastest that a helicopter has ever gone in order to... Is it the Batcopter? Uh. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's fine. He's Batman. Shut up. I love the argument that clearly you're supposed to think that this isn't literal because it doesn't make any sense. That <laughs> exactly. So it's like, of it's course not it's not Because this. it couldn't <laughs> possibly happen, the no, scenes like, in the I, film. I'm serious. On the football field speech, um, Bane uh, and Dr. Pavel established that the blast radius is six miles. Yeah, well. As if this film yeah. needed more force. Batcopter, motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> That thing can war. solidified itself as a it. symbol, and that it will live on, inspiring Gotham citizens to do some good. But how does that happen? How does Bruce get to this point? I don't care. Is this like a puzzle <laughs> video? Like, <laughs> feels weird that we're at this part already. of the video we just got asked, how does Bruce get to the point of being a symbol that people... I was like, I mean... Why do, I, why do we need the answer? I thought you were telling me why this film is better than I remember yeah. it. Yeah. Come on. Bruce must climb out. <laughs> the pit. Out of the pit. Yes. The pit of death. Oh shit, the pit Bruce of death. death. Oh, what? damn, son. Um, uh, Thundercats HD said, Batman fixed the autopilot. It's a scene at the end of the film. What's, what's the response to that, Southpaw? You watched it last night. Or... No, I, that, that, that's what I mentioned, is that Lucius... Sorry, it's, it's mentioned to Lucius that Batman... Mentioned what? To Lucius it's... that Batman... Yeah, that Batman fixed that Batman fixed the autopilot. Uh, in which case, he could have just. Got a, he's still got a minute to make it six. I was, miles, I was about to say, but saying. there are shots of him in the cockpit. So. Exactly, there's a shot of him in the cockpit, and not unless it's a robot right, Batman. Is, yeah, he's also like looking. <laughs> he's he's like looking over to his right after he like passes the um the the bridge where uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is standing. So it's like okay, so. It's not the bullshit explanation where, oh no, he jumped out after he like created an explosion or something, and there's some sleight of hand shit going on there. No, he's like the film shows him in the cockpit. I guess maybe he had like a lead lined refrigerator somewhere in the uh, back to climb into. Unless he's like Aya, Doc, where he has like nine lives or whatever. And lost a few from the to legs. the bat bridge. Beard um, of the bat. Everyone knows that bats have nine lives, right? He warped. The shot of Batman in the cockpit is an editing trick to make us think he's still on board. That's still bullshit. I mean, what? But at that Showing point, that he's there is an editing <laughs> trick. To make us Eddie, any conflicting <laughs> visuals are just editing tricks. Like what? It's one of those classic editing tricks where you show a character in a situation that isn't actually. All those scenes it's in also... Civil War, they were editing tricks to distract. I, I go and I go. The, the, the knife they Civil. showed in the guy's hand when he was attacking Gray was just an editing trick. As an editing trick, it's, it's a lie. It's classic it's Hollywood, you guys. Come on. You can learn <laughs> these tips and many more on Skillshare.com. Skillshare will teach you all this <laughs> Skillshare trickery. Reminds, Do they it, teach you how to put words on the screen? Because he's doing that a fucking lot in this pit. video. It, it, it reminds you guys me know of this that. was the pit? No, I always it, thought it was the I'm hole. I'm just mad. What oh. is this, like the 20th gap yeah. fucking no, video? It, it reminds me of the, um, the Arrested Development. 
Um, I was like, I lied to you, my the trick implies that it's a playful thing. <laughs> oh, God. Climb out of the, got pit, you. the pit of death. Right, tell me about for the, the entire movie has been falling and can't get up. I've fallen and I can't get up. Now the How can you do that when you're trying to be serious for a second? You're like, the pit of death. He's trying to get out of the pit. I've fallen and I can't get- it's like, dude, even- even on, video man. essays have a tone to maintain, okay? This is like Ryan Johnson level tone maintenance. <laughs> the pit is hell on Earth, a place where no one can escape to stay. <laughs> what okay, do you mean? What do we think those bars mean on the screen, those blurs that he's added? Why do you think he's done it's that? It's like a prison, like, get it? Oh, no. God. Like a prison, that's why. Also, he said no one could escape. It's like, have we, we watched someone escape it, and Bane had escaped it. No, no, what Bane, I, Talia. I need to cover that still it delivery really quick. It's, it is hell on Earth. Fucking. <laughs> oh, he did that? Let's have a, we have a tonal pause? ...and can't get up. I've fallen and I can't get up! Now, the pit is hell on Earth, a place where no one can <laughs> escape. To stay is to accept okay. death, but Bruce wants to escape, and to do so... What the fuck are these bars doing here, actually? You're right, why yeah, are they I'm... here? Wait, that's not part of the movie? No. No, it's not. <laughs> part no. of his Tizzy video editing. This, this fucking Skillshare God damn it, Skillshare, what have you done? If, if you put random bars on the video, videos. it's mysterious. I'm sure he's trying to tell us something. I think that he basically just wants us to stop looking at the movie and just the words that he puts on screen. <laughs> he's gradually blocking right. out everything. <laughs> we figured out why he censored Batman's face. Surely we're, this means something. Like I said, we will bars. eventually get prison bars. We will eventually get to a we will eventually get to a brown table video where there's like no visuals, it's just words. <laughs> it's just random blurry <laughs> images. But, uh, to decode it. See, okay, my theory, he was gonna do jail bars, and he knew that no. he wouldn't be able to make them look like uh, evenly spaced because of the word the pit without either breaking them in the middle or um, <sighs> doing lots of them and then drawing a space out for the pit, which would have been much cooler. Instead, he could just do two quick fat ones that go across the center. Done. Why does he need visual metaphors? You have actual scenes of Batman in a prison. What's it? It's a fucking analysis. A Why? fucking graphic design prison. It's not an analysis. Well, I was gonna say, video, he thinks this, this is an analysis. Is <laughs> this video is a pit of despair from which <laughs> nothing. This video's fallen and it can't get out. Sponsored by Skillshare. That's my analysis. Thanks, Still Skillshare. Thanks, Skillshare. So he has to climb out of the pit what are we without looking a at? rope what and find this? the fear he's Christ's been sake. lacking. You're covering find up the top of the pit. Get this shit off <laughs> the showing, screen! I don't you're know. You're showing what the a pit. picture <laughs> from the bottom of the pit looking up, but the this blur is... covers the top of the pit, so you, you're just looking at a wall now. And ironically, this is so, the equivalent of this is a movie in the theater. Everyone's throwing popcorn at the screen. <laughs> like, stop! I want to see that movie. I'm, I'm just so confused. I see like half a staircase. I paid ten dollars. All for you that. need to know is that it's the pit. It's the pit. It's, That's all that matters. This is this is a visual. This no, is a notice also that the pit isn't even centered between the two blurs. So it's slightly down in the. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is actually a visual metaphor. For how hard Brown Table has to squint his eyes to make this movie look good. I hope the rest of the video is like this. I love it. No. Sorry. <laughs> I'm wondering if he's gonna sink the... up. If you'll then if you... look at all of the uh, the shitty editing that Seth Zinch uh, uses in his video, and it's hilarious, and you're always laughing. This is the opposite. <laughs> it's complicated and so much 
thought went into it, and it's terrible. Thank you, Skillshare. <laughs> I'm getting a drink. I'm out of the pit without a rope and find the fear he's been lacking. Find his will to survive and overcome this obstacle completely. Not out of his duty to fight for his city, but out of personal desire. I'm to gonna fight kill myself if these fucking bars. Did <laughs> <laughs> he? I'm gonna more. buy a gun. He's about to exit line. the pit. I like that line. Vito, man. Vito, I don't want you to kill yourself. Okay, I did not take I'm... it seriously on the okay. last Ethap I appeared on, but seriously, don't, don't fucking joke about that shit. It's too okay. soon. Okay, I'll just kill everyone around me. Is that fine? That's good they one. don't stay for too long. Totally fine by me. I've just checked. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. I'm gonna scream. Too fear death. What? They what? just disappear randomly. What a weird part to put in. What the fuck? <laughs> Can you get the pit no, off the fucking is screen? No, it is the pit. Climbing out of the pit. He's climbing out of the pit, which is why the cars disappear. I feel like uh, <laughs> he's actually peak video essayist that is pissing us off actively. These like stupid little artificial, uh, superficial choices. Artificial bars. I have no blurge. idea why he did that. What <laughs> artificial barriers of blockage to my ability to see the film. It's all, all the footage is already dark and like obfuscated. You don't need to add on. Ah! <laughs> Just accept it. What the? Oh, now it's like hard Not to see. Like it would be in a pit. A city, He's in a fucking pit. To fight for You're a city add once to more. It. I do fear death. Oh, bye bye, boss. It snaps off. It snaps off because he said it would look it would look better if it had faded into oh, yeah, clarity as well. Does, yeah, it, it does actually. It does come off because he he said I I fear death. It was like I fear like, death. So he, him, what, he oh right freeing him. Yeah, he accepts. Yeah, the it, fear of death, freedom from things. Fade it off. Scroll it off. Don't just snap it off. That yeah, means the, we're right. It literally does represent the bars of the prison. That's why. It's so stupid. <laughs> you guys just hate art. Also. Uh, again, like I said, it would actually look pretty damn cool if it had faded into a clear image instead of faded out to a clear image. It would have at least not looked like complete garbage. Yeah. Yeah. The city climb. It also just feels like the hackiest shit. Like, well, Christopher Nolan had, you know, like a theoretical pit, but I'm going to add on top of it to make it even more like a fucking metaphor. Someone, someone in chat said it might be a copyright thing. He's like, no, 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 no. He's, he's definitely no, going for the autistic merit not. with that one. He sat back and he thought really hard about putting two fucking big old bars on the screen <laughs> so I can't see what's going on. I rip, said, yeah, that'll make it better. Rip the bars really gone like, too soon. <laughs> I really like that uh, the way to get out of the pit is to remove the rope. As if uh, you're going right. to, to take more risks if you remove the rope. So the issue here is Bruce takes uh he, he does oh wait is rags here he's, he's he didn't mute his microphone but he's not here <laughs> okay so he's doing something you're like uh, what, what we... do you think he's doing he's like shoveling ice or something <laughs> <laughs> we should we should like uh explain this to rags and hear his reaction to how bruce gets out of the pit i want to hear his reaction in fit it's so dumb but like yeah the what he's saying isn't entirely inaccurate the idea is like to let go of fucking safety nets and pursue your goal honestly or some shit i can't remember but it is dumb that he just takes the fucking rope off you would think that the fact that he needs to get back to gotham should serve as enough motivation for him to like make that jump in that knowing that he has a safety net in case he fucks up he can like he'll still survive so why not like you know jump that much further or whatever hmm. but ugh. 
so stupid. Without the rope. And thus, the Dark Knight rises. Yeah, I got that part. Oh, that was a movie! Shut up! Did you know that this movie has a title? <laughs> and the title is relevant to the events that transpire within the film. When he's fucking insane, Gotham, he has to stop Bane's nuclear bomb from going off, and we get what I keep talking about time and time again: a timer. A count. <laughs> what? You, when did what, you? Talk when have you talked about a timer? <laughs> I don't remember it, but I'll, I'll trust that he's done it. I remember this. Lying to me. I bet he keeps using the words like just pushing them in, like where they don't fit. There's two and a half minutes left. He's still just describing the plot of the movie. <laughs> Next, we get a timer. Gotham, he has to stop Bane's nuclear bomb from going off, and we get what I keep talking about time and time again a timer, a countdown, a ticking clock. Why <laughs> did you say three different three. What? We get it. A timer, a countdown, a ticking clock. What the fuck is wrong with you? Trilogy is, is all the opportunities <laughs> for timers. <laughs> he would unironically argue that, by the way. He'd be like, you see, I use a lot of trilogy language in my... Because um... you count down from three, don't you? Right. Hate it. It's a theme. Something used in media to create tension. Oh, God. No! Alright, tell Rags about the pit. Tell me about the pit. Is this the blurry pit? Why does it wear the mask? So where the man? <laughs> so Bruce makes Bruce oh, makes uh, three attempts to get out of the pit. So okay. the oh, first two, like a trilogy. The first no. two fail. The first two fail because he has this rope wrapped around his uh, his waist, right? And when he tries you're to at, make you, this... you asked me right, like I can confirm this with you. Sorry. <laughs> so he's got oh, this. That's rope. not how it happened. He has this rope wrapped around his his waist. And oh, there's this giant jump that he has to make. And he fails to make that jump twice. And then he falls down and then somehow like doesn't have his body snap in half from the whiplash when when he like hits the bottom of, of where the rope reaches. So then then um he is told that the child that escaped from uh however many years ago did it without the rope. And so basically Bruce has to let go of any um safety that he has and like embrace his fear or some shit and then jump like he has to make that jump without the rope okay so, the rope so like the rope won't let you fly farther uh no it, it like it doesn't seem like it would it would yeah, be I was gonna say, you'd it's think just, it's not gonna it's not gonna help or hurt it's a metaphorical uh barrier of blockage it's a metaphorical it's a psychological, barrier. Okay. <laughs> psychological barrier blockage yeah so then he he takes the rope off and then that that motivates him to jump further as opposed to oh my god I need to get back to my city like that should have been enough He needed the fear the fear of death Yeah but you would think that if actually, here. if you'd actually got a safety harness on though you would be willing to take extra risks like that because you know that you won't die it's it, it it's backwards. It's completely backwards. again. It, it's actually an example of like thematically suitable. In 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 the without the the thing, he's going to be concerned that he's going to die. Of course, because he's got no safety net. Of course, and the the film's trying to say without the fear of death, you cannot have an interest in being alive or some shit. So it's like oh, I guess that kind of lines up. But it's like but that doesn't make any sense logistically. 
it's a rope that prevents your death if you miss the fucking stone, and it doesn't prevent you from getting to the stone, so it's just stupid to take it off. What are you talking about? It's a super simple fix as well, like, make it so that it inhibits him in some way. It's really... It's yeah, really that would also only, work, too. Yeah. It's really only there so that they can have more tension when he does that final attempt, because you know, alright, if he doesn't make this jump, he dies. I mean, just turn it from a rope into a, a heavy chain. Yeah. 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 Cool. I mean, you should see the falls he takes from it. You'd be like, didn't he? Did, has he yeah, not, can I, no, I can imagine that a rope that doesn't have any, you know, give to it would, ugh. Like, you know, that's it's not like a bungee. People, right? <laughs> Honestly, they, yeah. They, they with, use that exact method to kill people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he he falls and then uh, he stops because of the but it it's looks like the whiplash. The, the whiplash <laughs> honestly looks like it, it, it would like break his hips or something. Yeah, it looks bad. But but this is the thing, it's part of the film to make us go, Oh, he failed, he's gotta keep training. But at the same time you're like, is he not dead yet? Did breaking yeah, his it, back not give him permanent no, okay. He also spends an entire hour in this prison and they could have just had this done with like one attempt and it would have been fine. How embarrassing, no, by the way, that like if you just like the it seems to be just go up there without a rope, you'll be fine. You can do it. Like oh, yeah. And then at the very end, you know what he does uh, after he climbs out of the pit? He throws down a that's next to the pit down to the prisoners so that they can all climb out now. And there's no guards up there Wait, to like what? shoot him or stop them from doing. Are none thing. of them in the prison for like a reason? Like they committed crimes? I don't know. We don't know anything about <laughs> no. this stupid prison. It's oh, it's hey, beyond. Criminals don't go to prison. Who needs? Fucking logic or skill or craftsmanship when you have feels. It's a metaphor. Time again, a timer, a countdown, a ticking clock. Something used <laughs> in media to create tension. Thanks well, I think for one of the that. Great uses of time. Thanks for explaining what a timer is. I swear is. to God, if this clip from Christopher Nolan is going to explain that having a ticking <laughs> clock gives us tension, I'm going to fucking shit <laughs> on is, this video. Is. is he going to end on this clip? And then, like, to create tension. Well, I think one of the great uses of time in film noir and crime is always great tension. It really speaks to the use of time in these kind of films. You really want to try and ratchet things up. And in The Dark Knight Rises, we try and tell a very, try and really compress it and accelerate it towards the end. So, time is very, very elastic in the film. Time is elastic in the film. Time sure. is elastic uh, in the film. Isn't that the opposite of time, elastic? Like, uh, time is very was... stative and definitive? No, I mean, in a physical... I mean, for us, yes. In a physics sense, not so much. But for a human being, yeah, we move forwards very slowly through time, constant. I think he means, like, pacing. I mean, in a movie world, you can definitely speed up and slow down at will. For example, yeah. like, a whole bunch of scenes go past. It's like, we've lost one second on the timer. It's like, what? All these references to Nolan really haven't actually <laughs> Honestly, expanded dude, on anything you were saying. Uh, a channel I would Nothing. recommend for, like, I enjoy a decent chunk of his videos, Lessons from the Screenplay. He does both the um, the commentary tracks or interviews in the form of waveforms, and he does the whole uh, lifts the screen up and does the screenplay. It looks like Brown Table is a fan, and he just doesn't know the substantive reasoning for why Lessons from the Screenplay does that. Like, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't get it. Like, there's information you can get from a screenplay that's not available from the movie. That's the whole point of Lessons from the Screenplay's video uh, channel. 
you'll mm. look at notes or uh, the ways in which something's conveyed in, a, in, in the writing that wasn't necessarily in the film, or it was and we didn't notice it. Like, that's the idea. But this seems to be, Brown Table makes a point, like, the sun is bright, and then he has the fucking interviewer say, relatively speaking, the sun can be bright to certain human beings. I found that, uh, use the light so that the saying, audience can <laughs> it, man. And this is the thing, he keeps using them on points that no one's really gonna disagree with. It's like, yeah, yeah there is a literal timer at the end of the film. The tension rises as soon as it gets closer, closer to the end. Congrats. You see, the film has a ticking clock. That makes it pretty good. Because Nolan talked about ticking clocks at one point clocks in this interview thingy. Man must make the ultimate sacrifice. The physical embodiment of Batman must be removed for Batman to truly become the representation whoa, whoa, of... Whoa, whoa, what? Fuck. Now, what <laughs> that sentence is oh, worth. Fuck. I'm sorry, I missed it. What was it? Rewind. <laughs> I was gonna say the reaction. Uh, I want to know what he said. Ah, uh, it's rewind. The physical uh, embodiment of Batman must be removed for no, Batman. No, no, rewind to... further. We're going it's back. Go, go down Batman to like must make the ultimate sacrifice. The physical embodiment of Batman must be removed for Batman to truly become the representation of heroism. The physical embodiment of Batman <laughs> must be removed for him to become. Wait, what? The representation. The heroism. He means uh, that heroism. he's gonna have to become a martyr and that he inspire people while he's still alive, which is like, no, Batman true. has to become the symbol, and you can't do that when you're dead. <laughs> no, you can only do that when you're dead. Okay. No, because it's it's a theming reference back to the Dark Knight. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain, you see. I, I think I think that's what he's trying to say, the idea that the public wouldn't have accepted him as quite the lesson on heroism if he was still alive. Like, the mm. fact that he died to save the city, quote-unquote, is, is enough for them to be like, ah, he is the symbol of heroism, but... Physical embodiment of Batman must be removed in order to become the symbol. Like, I just... Using the phrase physical embodiment Wait, is really confusing. Since he's saying physical embodiment, is he referring to the bat symbol? Why didn't you say no? He's referring to the Batman. Yeah, Batman he's himself dying. The physical embodiment of like, the bat symbol. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, like according to there. the parts of his video before, that's definitely something you could say, yeah. Batman is the bat symbol of the bat heroism, don't you see? Christ, Brown Table. You hurt, you hurt everyone. Representation of heroism. Now, with the figure of Batman being celebrated as a hero, Bruce can go and live on for himself as the Dark Knight has risen again. Um, <laughs> this is so serious. Roll your eyes out. This is the, like I said, man, this is the most video essay, video essay we've watched in a long it time. It really is. is what Rex, I love about does, He's does not any, even trying. Does anything that this guy has has said does it does any of it actually make up for the absolutely retarded idea of sending those three thousand cops into the sewers? Obviously he hasn't not. Said anything yeah, he's, about the he's pretended that didn't even happen to be honest with you. Not, not to mention, himself. not to mention that um, Gotham is supposed to be the size of New York City, and in the seventies, the New York City police force was. Uh, I think thirty thousand. So Gotham is twenty-seven thousand. Yeah, but it's so short. great that I guess they don't need it. Need that many cops? Thanks to the yeah. Den Act. <laughs> Which, yeah, we don't know exactly, like what what um what policies are in the Den Act that resulted in. They just did, okay. They just did. Yeah. As the Dark Knight has risen again in a whole nother way. And the truth is, 
I think the film's theme of rising after being beaten is incredibly impactful. It's a message that's told. The truth is, I think it's impactful. Uh, <laughs> Did he read that? Oh, to that's himself? why. That's why it's good. Okay. It has a theme a message... of rising after being beaten, like you know, half Every of cinema does. Movie ever. I was about to say that's essentially superhero movies follow that structure typically every single movie. Still, the second a, act low point. Not new. Don't the plot makes no sense. It is run on idiocy. It relies on characters being so stupid at physics, or they're they're capable of making these insane inferences. Like, okay, Gordon is definitely going to send cops into like every cop into the sewers. So we're going to plan accordingly to that. And then another character telling, uh, figuring out that Bruce Wayne is Batman from a look on his face. It's like that's the scale. You either have super unrealistically brilliant characters or super retarded characters who should not be in the positions of authority that they're in that they are in in the film fucking Look, hell. can i just put a public service announcement out there to anyone writing essays or video essays or anything like that please read your scripts after you finish them, read them I, don't just read them read Brown them out loud out, read them and be like did i like adequately explain anything or did i just you know, explain the plot of the movie at length. Read what you said out loud. Like, they say no that about commentary. me, though. That's what people say about me who don't like my content. They're like, oh, you just read the plot out. And I'm always like, well, kind of. I usually There's read no that. More elaboration. You, you point out when something is good or bad, and you say why it's good or bad. He, did, I don't think he did that once. You go under the hood, as it were, like, figuring out that sounds sexual. what things are doing within... The film also no. What I've come away with is this movie had timers and it's a trilogy <laughs> and it's about someone who gets knocked down and then comes back up. It's about and rising makes, in and a that different makes it, sense, metaphor. Which makes it all yeah. It's, yeah, it's it makes a it whole better than you remember. Experience. Come on, guys. No we we, we, we're probably they nearly, broke new ground. We're probably nearing another Skillshare ad. We could do this. Theme of no, that's not what it is. No, is incredibly impactful. Damn it! Shut the fuck up Told time and time again to rise up after falling down. A message about not giving up, and the film displays what a true hero can be. In the film displays what a true hero can be. Like what a fucking platitude, dude. Yeah, again, <laughs> he's describing every superhero movie. You were supposed to tell me why Dark Knight Rises is good. Iron Man shows us what a true hero can be. Captain America shows us what a true hero can be. Thor shows us what a true hero. Captain Marvel <sighs> shows us what a true hero oh, no. can be. A true hero. No one of them false heroes. Not a hero, but a hero. Aspiring. The dawn There's night There's also the theme of death and rebirth. <laughs> what? Theme of death, death and rebirth? And rebirth. Hang on, that show that ha ha happens like twice? Death and rebirth? That's, oh, no, that makes it a motif. References, brown table, references. Well, no, he, the, the video before would be his reference, but we've seen it. Since when? I'm waiting for him to just <laughs> fucking throw them all out. Be like, there's a theme of birth, death, resurrection, betrayal, bonds. <laughs> I was waiting for like a like a the moment force. where he was gonna like analyze a scene and like how it was shot. Uh, nothing. But see, those are the kinds of videos that we all very much enjoy. Typically, if they're done well, but these ones are just a fucking waste of time. Dark Knight Rises yeah. is a movie about uh, the Dark Knight Rose. He was sad. He, he but like this, this honestly really scares me as like content because like a bunch of people sat through this and watched it. And like think that they sat through film criticism. <laughs> so like, not... Yeah, I'm really, I'm really into like film criticism views on you know on YouTube. I watch a lot of those videos. I know a lot about film, bro. And it's like you didn't. What did anyone learn from this at all? 
then the dark knight is about falling down and getting back up like i said you you know uh, what i learned go ahead sorry i learned that christopher nolan is not infallible with this movie that's what i learned yes uh i hated interstellar but yeah It wasn't after this, though. True. Wait, is that true? Yes, it was. It, oh, there you go. There you go. I didn't. I don't think I hated Nolan at this point. I think I was okay. Yeah, with I liked. I liked Batman Begins. I liked The Prestige. I liked The Dark Knight. I liked. I love The Prestige. Exception. Uh, I hadn't seen Memento, but he had like an all hits record, right? He was he was great all the way through, and then this came along, and then Interstellar came after that, and then Dunkirk came after that. I'm like, God, what the fuck happened to you no yeah i mean this this definitely was like a showing the god bleeding sort of scenario with people because they were like no dark knight rises is still really good it's like it really wasn't no i remember that being the case for ridley scott and prometheus people were like but but really but but really scott oh my god dude how could anyone defend that movie people do people did Some when people are like, well, hey, giant spaceship. Sometimes you don't know that you got to go to the left. Some people like, argue you, like, uh, well, hey, it's no, out. it's no Alien Covenant. It's like he made that too. <laughs> <laughs> the League of Shadows is reborn with Talia and Bane. What do you mean is reborn? They were part of it uh, since the beginning. Did I just react to the part that you guys aren't in sync with? He just said the um, League of Shadows. The League of Shadows is reborn. It's like no, it wasn't. These guys have been a part of. She left when she was a kid. The of the pit. Um, Bane had been with the League of Shadows the whole time. In fact, is there a line to explain where they were this whole time? The League of Shadows. No, no. I mean, uh, I guess this is addressed to Southpaw, but like, where have they been? Where has Bane and Talia been? We don't know because they. I think that Nolan just pulled them out of his ass because <laughs> they've been in like, Nolan's ass. <laughs> no, it's like, I'm, I'm serious. Well, like, wasn't wasn't they, they Bane no... an established criminal, or at the beginning of the movie, or no? Well, so they they mention uh, a masked man, which they refer to as as Bane, like the um, little finger CIA agent guy. Uh, you know, here's oh yeah, they they work for the masked man, and and he's like Bane. So Bane is is clearly a presence in this world. Um, by the time that the film starts, but we don't know exactly like what they've been doing since Batman Begins. Which took I mean, place I like nine Talia's years ago. just watching after. He's waiting for the time to go. strike, being when Gotham is cleanest. Yeah. But good job. Strike when the iron is stone cold. Inspiring. <laughs> there's also the theme of death and rebirth. The what League of Shadows is, is reborn with Talia and Bane. Gotham dies to only be reborn better and brighter. <laughs> what do you mean Gotham dies? What does that mean? I guess it it becomes somewhat totalitarian. <laughs> That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> Only to be reborn. Batman dies, and yet John Blake finds the Batcave, and Batman will live on. Um. The film, like a lot of films, is layered with impossibilities. Like, how did Bruce heal his back so quickly? How did he get back to Gotham? Yeah. Oh, now like that exists, it. but having no relevance to the plot in any way. Fuck you! What? Fuck you! Fuck you! This doesn't make any sense. They're totally Bob relevant to the story. Fuck if it doesn't you! have relevance to the plot, it's not Guys, a plot. It's not important. 
Oh my god. It's, it's not, not important that they send the important thing. It, it's not. Oh my god. It's, 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 not it's, it's the ticking clock, guys. The plot. It's amazing that the important thing is the timer. The as plot holes. He says they are plot holes, but they don't have to do with the plot. The like, how can you think both of those happen, things? The things that make the plot happen don't function in any way, but that doesn't have to do with the plot. Oh my god. It's can, not... we put, can we play that one more so, time? Yeah, just the. This is like, uh, I have to cover my ears. I did this it. so many times. Man will live on. The film, like a lot of films, is layered with impossibilities. Like, how did Bruce heal his back no, so no, quickly? No, 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 how did he get no, no, no. Not, not, not a lot of films. Not layered a lot of with films. impossibilities. Not, not yeah, it's bad a writing. Of, a lot of films <laughs> are this bad. Yeah, I was gonna say no, there are not, a lot of films with like bad writing. Of, <laughs> bad films. I mean. Not, Okay, 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 fine. Yeah, a lot of films. Not every film, though. Not just like fucking hell. There's there's so many films that aren't layered with these issues. Why do we have to have these issues? Lots of movies have plot holes. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> Lots of movies are badly written. I don't see how you could say this he is badly fell written. Down, he got back up. It's about death. I mean, think about it. Though. There's a lot. This is like on. the death and rebirth of plot holes. His he his died, back broke. Back. It healed. Death rebirth. <laughs> That's the death of rebirth right there, you gotta think about it. Back to Gotham, plot holes like that exist, but having no relevance to the plot in any way, they shouldn't really be considered- How the fuck are they plot holes if they have no relevance to the plot? We just said they shouldn't be considered plot holes. okay. have no relevance Wait, 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 okay, okay, rewind a few more seconds, rewind. Hang on, hang on. Batman not having his back, like, curing his broken back, Allows the plot to happen. Well, let's, let's listen no. to it one more time. I want to make sure of what he says. Like a lot of films, is layered with impossibilities. Like, how did Bruce heal his back so quickly? How do you get back to Gotham? Plot holes like that exist, but having no relevance to the plot in any way, they shouldn't really be considered plot holes. But so they have. <laughs> wait, wait, that's not the end of that's, the sentence. Well, I, I mean, he's a, shouldn't have any relevance so to the nitpicking. plot. Is what he's so he's saying also, they nitpicking. Also nitpicking. Everyone always uses buzzwords. Okay, okay so, sorry. Well, all right, let's this be quiet. Denial. We will be quiet. We will, be quiet uh, and we will hear this in its entirety. Let's no, we, we did. We did. We did. He said. He just right, said that uh, people consider them plot holes. They're not. They're nitpicks, essentially. And oh they're not plot. They're no, not no, plot no, 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 no. Okay. Plot to okay. okay. I am so fucking tired of people using nitpick to dismiss any criticism of any error of 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 any story's writing. I'm fucking sick and tired of it. You know what a nitpick is? I'll give you a nitpick about the prizes. The editing is shit. Okay. The visual effects are shit. The, 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 you see guns shooting, there's like hardly any muzzle flashes. You don't see bullet holes. You just see sparks flying on the ground and, and no bullet holes in the walls or anything like that. There's no blood in the film. That's a nitpick. That has nothing to do with the plot. Like, I, I, I mean, you can have terrible shit like that in your film, but it can still be a good film overall if you've got a great story and you've got great characters and it's written well and it's airtight. But when you have issues like, yeah, the characters are so dumb that... You know, the police commissioner, like, he's so dumb that he's going to send all 3,000 cops into the sewers at the same time. And you've got, you know, fucking Bane's mercenaries. They're so dumb that they don't uh, they don't realize, oh, shit, Batman's back in Gotham. Let's kill him right here while we have the chance. You've got so you, – you, you have institutions, entire institutions so stupid that a plane, which has its wings, snapped off. And then its fuselage dropped several miles away from where the wings ended up. They, they think that that's a legitimate plane crash and not suspicious at all. They buy that because that okay. opening scene but takes the place six months about before the rest of the movie. Time. 
though. You know, it's not about the airplane. It's about the clocks. It's about the timers and the clocks. You're mistaking what the movie's about. You're just nitpicking, man. As long as the timers are intact, there's no problem. (laughs) I'm so fucking tired of this word being misused, okay? Nitpick is being turned into a word that basically means any criticism that I don't care about. That's not what it fucking means. And the, the, the points that we're bringing up aren't even fitting the actual definition of nitpick, which means it's a legitimate criticism, but it doesn't matter. This stuff does matter. It's massive. This has massive consequences on, on the story. It's like the things that allow the plot to happen are consistently broken in incredibly obvious ways. Yeah. That like, not that like that are so noticeable to the audience that for a while it was like the go-to example for a plot hole. Yeah, like, that's how many the people fuck is happening. Like, well, you, these the other, are huge. It's the not the a, entire plot is does not function. The other buzz, not word, buzz comment you get is people going, people don't even know what plot hole means. And whenever I hear that, I'm like, most people know what a plot hole is. Most people do. Most people, people understand how it works. Yeah. Most most people don't know what a nitpick is. That's like <laughs> honestly, unironically true. Yes. And at, at the very least, whenever they define it, it's always the same fucking shit. Nitpick means invalid criticism or something like that. You're like, no, no, no. That's not. Mm-hmm. It's not what it means. It is not what it means. I fucking. But hate who it. uses nitpick like, in any other context to mean that? Oh, like, you know, you know what a nitpick is? It's black text showing up on a dark green background in Suicide Squad. But that's a legitimate fucking criticism. Fucking yeah, terrible and I guess I would say it's, it's a nitpick because we don't necessarily need to know where this place is. Really, it's, it's right still the fucking the bad. Yeah, no, of course. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> You're right, this South Pole. <laughs> no, I am not all right. Brown table's fucking broken me. Happens. How did Batman do it? Because he's damn Batman. <laughs> he just does it because he's a Batman. No, he's no, superhuman. No, 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 no. Wait, he's no. gonna tell us why the movie's good okay. now. <laughs> that was the intro. That was the intro. Was the last now he's gonna seconds. tell us. Fifty Same. seconds to go, lads of the Same. film being good. Saying that this stuff is possible because he's Batman is basically just admitting that Batman's a Mary fucking Sue in this movie. It's like when you say, oh yeah, Ray survives all the bullshit in The Force Awakens The Last Jedi because she's Ray." It's the exact same fucking argument. But I think he might not see that as a problem because I think he might unironically make that argument yeah. as well. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Continue. Then... They call us chats again. How's it going, chats? Thanks for watching the video. Stop really doing that. <laughs> did he actually call us chads again? Yeah, no. That's so bad. Oh, guys, that's Alan. Hello, Alan is one of his supporters. <laughs> oh my god, it's Alan. <laughs> Good old Alan. <laughs> and cows. Where's that she? explained why the I middle of Alan wrote cows. many books. He's supported and... by cows. <laughs> <laughs> Just generally, cows. He's supported cows by like Brandon Floor. <laughs> Skillshare crew is here. Oh, let's read his credits. Let's content for me, and I want to thank my patrons for helping me out every month. I wanted to shout out B Man Lego Boy for being. With oh my me. God, High Top! High Top! Oh my high God, top films! <laughs> of course. And ironically, High Top, you make better videos than uh, the Brad Table. Yeah, you know, I actually there's a couple of videos of his. I haven't seen the video catalog. In the beginning of my Shazam review, I mentioned that I generally liked his, but yeah, lately he's been a fucking retard, and it, like. He, they did this thing that called One Marvelous Scene. It was him and Just Right and the end of the movies and Brown Table and a bunch of other people. 
picking a movie to analyze and praise about you know the MC not me nitpick yeah well neat pick rather <laughs> like they're over analyzing one scene and talking about how deep it is and shit and you yeah. know some of those videos are actually not bad um but yeah this is like their click like high top brown table nando just right they're they're all like uh, a click together which is fine i'm just saying like they, they are affiliated basically like we are yep. no fuck y'all they're the anti-east tinfoil hat connecting these dots um so i was gonna say I'm assuming you, you wanted to go to sleep at some point, right, Jay? Uh, I, I did, but... Um, now you're all buzzed, aren't memes? you? Are we going to do memes? Cause I kinda well, there's memes. a lot of memes. Uh, the problem is that I want to cycle in. Critical Drinker has arrived, as well as, as as far as I'm aware, Jay Longbone. Oh, don't worry, I'll bail and you'll have one slot. Well, I was actually going to... You don't have to if you don't want to, because I was going to say that the people who are forced to bail now would be Jay first, then Theo, then Southpaw, then you, I guess. I was gonna take a nap, maybe, uh, <laughs> and then if you guys are still going. Well, yeah, okay, if you want to jump out, that's no problem. Vito, yeah, I just, I, I'm happy to bail. Vito, I just want to You seem excited that... to do memes, so I can, I can dip. Mm. Uh, just, again, Lovely. keep selecting it if you don't have enough people, I guess. Going pretty That'll soon after that. Uh, Someone was Vito. gonna say something to me. Yeah, it was, it was me. I, I really enjoyed uh, getting to EFAP a video with you. Oh, I love you, buddy. Yeah, I love you too. You're my favorite duck. Aw, uh, it's a ticking duck. You got a soft <laughs> face. What? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, we done? Wait, did we find out why it's good? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, yes, we're done. Well, no, we didn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I hate this guy, and I never want to see any of his videos again. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he covers all of them with land, random blurry lines so I can't see the video footage sometimes. I think that's really cool. I'm gonna steal that. I would love to just ask him, so the blurry lines, what <laughs> what's, what what's going on there? Like really, what were those? That those took work to put in, like extra effort went into putting those in. What was what are you trying to do with those exactly? And he's gonna go, Well, if you sign up for my Skillshare, you'll <laughs> I'll find tell out. You all about it. <laughs> it's like that's a Skillshare yeah. secret. You gotta that's, be on the inside. You gotta be on the premium plan, eight ninety five yeah. a month. Uh oh. I was going to say, if, if you want to jump out, it's up to you. I was just gonna say oh, yeah, that. yeah. I'm gone. Bye. Doodles. Bye. Is Jay Longbone around now? She needs 20 minutes. So... I see. Bone long day. That makes us question, what in the world should we do now? Should it be a video? Should it do some memes? I think we should do Hello, some... Hello, gentlemen. Hello there. Hello. Hey. How is everyone doing this evening? Excellent. Seven and a half hours so, into I, nonsense. That's what I'm. Doing. I was I was Excellent. doing very well twenty minutes ago. Roundtable became a super negativism. Look, yeah, I think he, he broke your brain by the sense yes. of things. Yes, he did. He absolutely did. I'm not normally like this, but goddamn. Man, know, he, I'm, I'm kind of glad he, I didn't watch I the entire video because <laughs> he, he's brown table. He's not worth it, man. He's not worth he's, it. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, I put him a tier above Tonal, so you don't like, it's getting mad at him is just, you know. Tonal is our fearless leader, so surely he's pretty high tier. Oh, well, if you remember, there's two Tonals. There's one that's a god, and then one that's like a golem-style thing. Oh, right. So it, it really depends on the context of the, the conversation. It's very complicated. I see. Can you refer to him with different pronunciation depending on, you know, what inflection you want to have? Whether you support his actions? Do you not? Hmm. That's a loaded question. Well, I have a gun I that I'd rather load rather than the question. 
Don't have a gun. You're in Wales. True. Um, so I got I got a selection of of memes that are, have been sent recently, and then we could have a totally a meme section. Oh yeah. So see, this is awkward because the best people for memes are like me rags, uh, Jay Fringy. Metal, Southpaw Theo, that selection of people who are aware of how tism everything gets. So apologies, uh, Critical oh Drinker. You're just gonna- Yeah, I may, I may end up sitting here in silence for a little while. <laughs> None of this will make any sense. Probably. People take it too personally. They see it as an attack on themselves personally. As soon as I that I guess that's me, me as a fish and Wolf as a fish with pizza. How many times have you said this? Yeah, I can't remember if some of these have been seen before or not, but it's been so long that I know some of them haven't. Um, I, uh, Rags, I played this in the intro, so I know you've seen it already, so you'll, you'll still get this. This is an amazing <laughs> meme, and the person who made it, I yeah, we're gonna watch it so much. We're gonna oh, watch it again yeah. in the meme section. Oh, I adore it so much. It's so good. We'll we'll definitely go through it, but that's, that meme is a is a foreshadowing of what we are to do. Um, I don't know if someone made this or if it's real. I don't really care. I love it regardless. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I would wear that t-shirt. I will buy That's that nice. t-shirt. <laughs> 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 that was uh, the first video we covered with Jim Sailor and, and uh, the color scheme made people nervous. <laughs> This this was actually an old one. I guess I missed. Um, it's the three eyed raven on the the fucking wheelchair throw with a coffee. <laughs> <Stop. Right. laughs> I like that. There's some like big that. wheels. Holy shit! Hell yeah, Cavalier style. This Badass. is just awesome fan art that I like. Oh yeah, that's, that's awesome. Right, no, right, very noirish. That's, that's, that's great. Just good yeah. art on its own. Bilge. You know, I guess this, this will easily cycle us into the meme section, I guess, which I feel... How long are you going to be around for Critical Drinker? <laughs> uh, how long is the meme section going to last? <laughs> ah, fuck. Well, a lot of it is, like, art as well. You could just straight up most people... Like, look at this, for example. That's pretty fucking awesome. Kind of wish Friggy was here, but I'm just going to make him watch all uh, of it. That is We're a lovely piece of artwork. Awesome. The reference to a past EFAP. You guys remember that? <laughs> Basically, someone said that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah. Vader was a cheap ripoff of Robocop, even though he came before. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hides his virgin face entirely. Wrinkle, wrinkle, I think. I love that. <laughs> ripoff from 1977. <laughs> this is, uh, the, so this would have been for Shad, I guess, but, um,. The fact that armor doesn't do shit in Game of Thrones. <laughs> he, he had an armor-piercing sword. It makes sense. It's the... just over-leveled. What's ahead for me and Rags? 24, stream another day. 24, stream another day. <laughs> We're doing it. This one is, uh... I was sent to, I'm not sure entirely of the context of which EFAP it might fit in with, or if it was just a piece of art on its own, but I still like it. What? Okay. Well, that was, we showed that one before, I swear. That's, that's the other thing, I can't quite, this, like a thousand memes, I can't remember which ones we've actually seen or not sometimes, it's hard to remember. Don't manage it. 
Hmm. Oh, and this I is lie. definitely from this. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> the eyes are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the one that, that Jay had already seen. This is good. VR is only for the fit. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was actually tuned in a little um, earlier when you guys were, were watching his video. Um, that was one of his big criticisms of VR, that uh, you, you can't use it, basically, if you're physically impaired. So it's, it's a bad idea, fundamentally. Yeah, which... That's uh, um, <laughs> how that works. Well, you said so, it, it locks you so out like, of a certain demographic to an extent. It's just like I. Uh, so, so we shouldn't have like bikes or sports or you know. Well, not, not that we shouldn't have. It's that those things are doomed to fail. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking who? Who even rides a bike these days? Be honest, nobody. Oh, this this one. I can't remember if I showed this on EFAP yet, but it's important. It's a confirmation of law. <laughs> <gasps> it's true. Yeah. And the fact that you started calling, you added dulled on the end of other people's names when he refers to them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. What's amazing is that he probably doesn't have the cognitive function to really like understand why, but he just does no. it. Because that's the whole point of his channel. He just sort of copies the other things other channels do. I just love the so idea he'll... that he's got this many people called him total. And he has no curiosity to find out why. He's just like, oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> Maybe he knows. Uh, I feel like he wouldn't acknowledge it. Maybe he's an avid EFAT watcher. You never know. Um, but yeah, Molar asking how these words made it through the super chat. You have to like go through all of it to find out which one I might be referring to. Uh, this was an important piece of information that I think confirms a lot about our world. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a fine establishment. Absolutely. Is that a hotel or a pub? The Don is a plain man. He doesn't require like a lot of superficial nonsense. Where does everyone Plain stand on the Don, um, you know, being right or wrong in what he did, and Captain Marvel being right or wrong in defending herself? I, I, I remember this one. This was... Yeah, uh, yeah I think uh, it was... DX. We had a... Um, oh, you circled your calling you fat nice things. Right. Yeah, that's that's about... Yeah. That's about it. Was Expectation versus reality. Kind of relevant yeah, to, to today's bringing up the thing. But yeah, we actually encouraged the... um people to come on if they feel like we've misrepresented or whatever. We, we do our best to try and make it civil, but obviously people will hate it regardless, because responding to I mean, people is just toxic. I mean, DX uh, tweeted and said that he had a great time on EFAP. So. Which one? Oh, DX was the one that came on the latest, right? The latest one that we responded to. The one with me. That was, yeah, the last one that Theo and I appeared on. I, we need to get the Sausage Doom guy on as a guest, I reckon. Seemed like fun. Sausage Doom guy. That's how he is known. It is lore. Also, yeah, so all the fucking. This was actually kind of a deep reference. So the guy we covered on Wisecrack kept referencing Alan. People made a joke about how fucking Sam Neill says Alan in Jurassic Park 3. So. Although the fucking Velociraptor says it's not even his yeah, quote. Alan! Alan! Alan. This is, uh, again, the movie adaptation of sex. Goliath, King of the Monsters. Holy shit. <clears throat> Free as Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Jason Momoa's schlog as King Leviathan. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> a subjective movie. Oh my god, think about how big it is. 
He was known Wait, as what? the for most of humanity's existence. Goliath was feared. Only thanks to the powers of the dawn, Goliath was kept in check. But now, as Tonald accidentally broke the artificial barrier of blockage, new monsters like Captain Marvel swarm Earth. Earth's biggest, most massive fear might now be their last chance of survival. Oh, so Goliath's got to kill Captain Marvel before she can fuck everything up. Yeah, just like Godzilla. That makes enough sense to me. Well, I, I really like the credits that they have there, like on both the back. It was not enough focus... It has not enough focus on the monsters and the spaceship is a symbol for subjectivity. But from <laughs> Watch Massive? Why are we watching this? Spider-Man is coming out from Brown <laughs> Table. Why indeed. Fox's Productions presents, and in association with EFAP, a subjective movie, a film by Total Loke featuring Alan, Jason Momoa, Breetard Larson, damn. Wow. Downward oh Loke, Mola, Rag as Wolf, Pizza Guy, produced by the Blessed <gasps> Pipeman. Yay, we did a thing. <laughs> oh, these, are these are from Southport, as far as I'm aware, by the way. Ah, uh, yes. A Lego depiction. <laughs> oh, the Lego man. Lego EFAP. <laughs> The Don using a plank to beat plank. Look at that, that helpless Captain Marvel there. It had to be done. There is another one. First, the AIDS bus. It had to be done, rather, I guess. Someone named it the AIDS bus. Yes. That's the influence we have. We have made our way into Minecraft. This one's about Jay. This is Jay, and he's a film critic. He can criticize movies like The Lion King. I haven't seen it. He hasn't seen The Lion King, but he's seen other things like Black Panther and Captain Marvel. What else have you seen? Just those two things. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I approve of this one. Oh, I'm the girl Spider-Man. That's the, the big picture for the Lego one. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Hey, I like that. Horrible. Yeah. Is that Jay riding the rhino? Uh, yes. He's not blonde. I used yeah, to I be. Part of... Then what? You put on a hat? Yes. Yeah, I, well, I remember seeing him uh, as blonde in one video, but I might be remembering What's the... Oh, is that frog? Is that... Is that... Froggle uh, dodgy back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Wolf holding a, a box of pizza and the cosmic chicken, and the, I'm off to his left. Is this Hobbs and Shaw? This is Hobbs and Shaw. Love it. <laughs> Look at this shit. I'm always a woman. <laughs> 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 Comic man, that. good. <laughs> the crow. Oh yeah, this is an EFAP, but it's from a creator who does stuff for EFAP, but it's just fucking great. So it's Daenerys is obviously <laughs> raised King's Landing, and as a child is being obliterated, she's like free from tyrants. <laughs> People like smoldering in the background. Yeah, so good. Ah, uh, this one is very relevant to recent EFAPery. We got, uh, this is like the, the levels of, in which you become a gay. You've got <laughs> a confederate general, who's gay, a gay F-18 hornet, a middle-aged lesbian, that's level 69. The ultimate, I guess I should be apex homosexual, but I'll, I'll take ultimate, because that's what, level 99, and then 
Level Infinity would be C-3PO, the gay robot butler. <laughs> if you haven't seen that episode, that's such a bizarre meme. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? So this is, um... Actually a reference to a fucking, technically now old EFAP, but, uh, Suspicious oh, Dwarves. What the fuck? What yeah, the fuck? Terrif oh, the guy, this guy God. makes terrifying drawings. They're all, they're all, like, creepy and, but, uh... Pretty well referenced. He made he made like a whole set of drawings for all the enemies of EFAP. This is just another one. It was a suspicious amount of women and a and a huge dwarf, I believe, and he's combined them. Well, suspicious amount of women dwarfs. This is, I guess suspicious amount of huge woman dwarfs. This will be my campaign poster when I run for the presidency. Oh, that's excellent. Oh, sweet. I think you should run for emperor of the of the world. Yeah, based on this, God, I, I, I might do that. Yeah. And some more fan art. I like that if that was drawn oh, in a really handy dialogue. notebook. Yeah. Uh, I almost never realized what's coming next on my collection, even though I made it myself. Like, I put it together, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a lesbian. <laughs> the ultimate criticism. Shit. And this, I assume this was not actually custom made. It's just a coincidence that they taken a photo of. I'd be fucking shocked, but uh, like yeah, I would <laughs> well, guess back to suit is kind of similar. I don't know. PSA Mahler. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whoever doesn't know the context is gonna start fighting a lot of why. Why is there so many references to Tywin Lannister being gay? <laughs> <laughs> Got Daddy Devito and Loras Terrell in. Homosexual. Just the name of it, I guess. Homosexual. <laughs> One of the better productions to come out of Hollywood. Have you seen this, Jay? It's a really important piece of work, I think, that exposes a lot about you. Uh, oh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tweeted that. It's uncanny. <laughs> Here to explain yourself. <laughs> um, I am Himmler. Uh, reincarnated. Full knew it. You know what Himmler did? Uh, yes, I'm aware of that, yes. He reviewed films. He reviewed films, yeah. He's probably seen more than two. <laughs> Phantom Medea. Phantom Medea. Medea's still making it oh, into the Oh, I forgot about Medea. Yeah. That goes all the way back to the, the Geeks and Gamers and uh, World Class Bullshit is guesting. I don't remember which number that was, but shit. Theatre Robert. Recall that the specific mythological figure Luke Skywalker resembles the most. Bell says, oh my god, calm down. Rags, no, no, it means we'll get through it real quick. You can't defeat me. Alright, fine, we're gonna go back, we're doing this. We're doing this. I hate Bob videos, they're so fucking hard to follow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lower it to... The, 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 basically, <laughs> the unexpected way to defeat movie Bob was to actually slow his video down instead of speeding it up. Because speeding it up would typically be the actual expected thing, but yeah. It's actually pretty clever, the, the meme, because it's the unexpected way to defeat the enemy. I love Theater Robert. Theater Robert. Theater Robert. <laughs> this is Goliath, I believe. Uh, another artist rendition. You see a lot of these because Goliath is very elusive. That's so mad. No one's ever actually seen Goliath. These are all just renditions. In shadows, often. He is a shadow. The, I believe that is Goliath at the bottom left. Food manga. I, that's some kind of collection of possibly all hosts in one. Gas myself. It's objectively subjective that I have slayed Goliath. See, this is just like a, a fan-made content, because to slay Goliath is pretty complicated. I don't know if that would ever happen. Yeah, no. I like this one. 
it's cool in simplicity and yet how recognizable each of the peoples are. Even is drink cool. is in there. That's really good. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Jay Shad. Don looking good. His map. I'm glad he got the map at the end, I guess, is the important part. Is that really what he was after? I don't know. I like to think that it brought him some peace. This one is Quinton, and that's his unibrow. Quinzel. 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 The most oh, vital no, part of his body, goodness. Quincel's unibrow, is his main source of both life and power. It... <laughs> oh no! In his lower forms, Quincel's unibrow is weak, barely even counting as a unibrow. Thus, Quincel would often rely on his allies to take most of the blows for him while he slipped away and looked for a pit, looked for openings. I, I was going to read that as looked for opinions. <laughs> uh, however, when he reached his final form, he was fully capable of fighting off even Mauler and Wolfert as unibrow provided him amazing offense and defense. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I, uh, I'm gonna be able to get away with- I'm trying to go through these at a decent pace so that I get to all of them and the uh, Critical Drinker doesn't lose his mind. Um, Too uh, late. I was gonna say, but it's an excellent piece of artwork. This is the uh, the alternate universe where all of the wonderful rogues gallery of EFAP are running um, a different kind of show. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> it's called EFAT, every frame a theme. I like how there's no comments in the fucking live chat. <laughs> you know, I honestly think that'd be great if they actually did this, and then you guys could could uh, EFAP one of their streams. <laughs> I love Joseph Anderson getting looped into all of this. They should unironically do it. It would work out well for them. Uh, for us, be good. This, this meme funny. implies that me and Rags could be defeated by Movie Bob. I think that you, you people seriously underestimate our ability to handle people's bullshit. Yep, me and Rags have been doing this for a long can time. We, can we appreciate the fact that they've warped the door to make them fat? <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> He's so fat. Yeah. <laughs> His fatness is creating some kind of a gravitational because he's fat, but he's also dense. That's beautiful. Oh, he can like bend oh, light around dense. himself. He's that dense. Yeah, he is full of it. Filmo Roberto. <laughs> this is Film uh... Robert. Full <laughs> name. Awesome little dial. That's pretty neat. Oh, that's cool. I am the yeah. Longman. That's like if you did uh, an album cover, I think. And this is, I think this is me chasing Tonald. Um, he's running on my arm stretch around the whole forest. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably. <laughs> and then, I guess, a rags reference. This was while I was in a, a live chat, I think he was drawing these. <laughs> <Trump talks. laughs> that's not too bad though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, a, it's a rush droid. It's For not so bad. Can't draw dogs. That's we we know that it is a dog. We can identify it's a dog. So you did a good mm. job. Yeah, it's fucking sweet. <laughs> Alan demands only middle. Only middle. Face <laughs> <laughs> the middle of his body. <laughs> <laughs> the middle's consuming everything. God, Thor's hammer hit like a stake into a face that's gonna hit. 
the 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 comic book that I guess none of us really own because it's one of those really rare ones. <laughs> the EFAP comics book, the Cosmic Chicken, oh, yes. in his eternal intergalactic interdimensional battle with Goliath. The two L. Only forty cents back when it was released, but that's a rare comic now. It's better than most of what Marvel's putting out these days. Oh yeah, I'd read that in a heartbeat of what Marvel's. It's better than most of what's being put out by anything. I love the style of this drawing. It's super fucking cool. Ew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is shit. This is objectively shit. A poor adaptation of Goliath's shit, however. I reckon we've been ripped off. <laughs> yeah, I like the style. That's Very really dark style. Cool. This is yeah. a Wolf made a reference to how me and him would be like two ends of a dog. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my goodness! How awesome is that droid, though? <laughs> That's really cool. That's great. That's I love so that. Good. That looks great. I love his purple nose. Yeah, there's a there's a third version with you, Rags, but it's not in this selection. It'll be in the second half. I like, I like how you're here. You you have feet like with shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> That's classy. But there is a Rags drawing. <gasps> oh my. <laughs> mm. Can we what? show this? I mean, it's I'm just a guy. Off. There's nothing actually in it that's dodgy. It's just a guy. It's just a guy. It's just a guy, guys. I feel, I feel like I shouldn't look at it, but I can't look away. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> this better not wa awaken anything in me. This is me and Vox is hanging out, I guess. Oh. But, you know, a different oh, style. Different, different universe. I like that my gas Vox mask makes Chan, it into... Mahler Chan. It is one of your signature sort of, you know, things. That's true. Mm. And there are three of these. This one only has the wolf version, but it's it's awesome. I meant to put them together, but I screwed it up. Hello, all my inwards. <laughs> it's like the the EFAP logo for him. Uh, there's ones for me, Rags, and I think it's just us three. I can't remember, but yeah. So much art to go through. I was gonna, I split over two two halves. We've got a whole bunch of videos to go through as well, but um, I figure that uh. I, I don't know how to pace it out, you know. I don't. Uh, how am I supposed to know what exactly we're supposed to do at what times? I'm not a genius. Let uh, your heart guide you, Moller. Well, in that case, we've nearly hit the eight-hour mark, meaning the one-third of of uh, of EFAP. So, if you guys just want to chill for sixteen minutes, how's that? How's that fancy you? That sounds great. Sure. Uh, Critical sure. drinker, what do you think about the Sony Spider-Man Disney tisms? I'm so excited about it. Yeah, you see, there's um, like a freedom for Spider-Man. It's um, there. There was a great meme going around uh, just yesterday. I think it's where they they sort of photoshopped the Sony logo onto um, William Defoe's face from the first Spider-Man movie, and it's like, you know, I'm something of a dumb fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, because like I got it broken down as to who did what. It seems to be that Disney just didn't need to request what they requested. Why are they doing this? Seems to be my position. I'd just be like, guys, you're making shit tons of money. You don't need to push. They, you know, they, they had uh, a, a good rhythm going with Spider-Man. They, they obviously had um, a good actor playing him. They'd slotted him quite well into the MCU. And yeah, to, to have everything fall apart at this point when he's really just finding his feet and probably could have been the centerpiece of the MCU going forward. Uh, it just seems bonkers, really. Yeah, because um, if someone so, was to argue, right, that, um, yeah, but they wanted, what's the point in them having Spider-Man if they can't have more of uh, the selection of profits? I'd be like, yeah, but the fact that Spider-Man's going to be in an Avengers film will be enough for some people to go see it. 
Exactly. So they really probably should... Because from, from what I understood of the stories, they walked away after Sony were like, no. Like, they could have said, okay, half of that, and, they, and then Sony could have been like, no, and they'd be like, okay, half of that, but then... I, I don't know whose source I mean, is Disney, from what, but yeah. Disney's already, like, making a ton of money off of the merchandise. Like, they will make more money off of the merchandise alone than box office returns. So, it, this is just greedy of Disney. I'm, I'm actually, like, I'm I think that this is Disney basically trying to strong arm Sony. For once, I don't think that Sony fucked up here. I might have I might have the information wrong. I might have the facts wrong. But um, from what I've heard, it sounds like Disney is basically just uh, getting extra greedy, and all the money that they're making off of the merchandise alone is not enough to satisfy them. And I think that's bullshit. Yeah, and and that's that's kind of where i'm at if if it was any other company trying to be like hey man can we just share it 50 50 it might make more sense but it's like it's disney man they own everything like, do you have to own more of spider-man do you even need it you have all the rights to him in every other environment except the movies i don't know it seems weird and and this is the other thing is that we weren't there for the negotiation we don't know every detail down to a t so maybe there was more to it um, but it does seem to be that Sony aren't the bad guys in this one. Um, a lot of people immediately reacted with saying Sony suck, or Marvel, uh, Disney suck, or both of them suck, or neither of them suck. I think, that, you know, one of the big effects, I guess, for me personally, is like I'm just even less enthused about Phase 4 now. Um, when I look at the yeah. lineup of, of characters that they've still got. Who is excited um, for Captain Marvel 2? Even though that's not even in Phase, phase 4. I'm excited to see it. I am ironically excited for it. I'm if excited they, to review it. <laughs> if 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 the Don could become, if he can take Stanley's place as the guy that gets to cameo in movies, I will be happy. What about uh, <laughs> what about Love and Thunder? How's everyone feeling about that? I was so love excited by that. I made a video. Oh, yeah, that's Proclaiming right. my love for it. <laughs> um, seeing Valkyrie as King of Asgard, perfect. Um, I mean, yeah, we know it so uh, well as a leader that it made a lot of sense to me. You know. Yeah. And nothing screams power and um, sheer, you know, presence like Natalie Portman. Well, so it makes sense, right? Because you, you have Cap, who's like built up this this whole shit throughout all the movies, and so the payoff of picking up the hammer was huge. And then you have her, who apparently is gonna become. How is? How, where is Mjolnir in any way? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, they tapped it because they returned it to its di its you know reality um, yeah. at the end of Endgame, didn't they? Because... Yeah. So I guess so she's gonna lift Stormbreaker then. There is well, Valkyrie. this thing. There is no Mjolnir in in the current timeline. At least, well, it's in pieces. Is she gonna? Can you can you forge another one, or is I don't really know the lore behind it. Maybe no, because maybe someone will repair it magically. Valkyrie's arc. That's Captain Marvel. <laughs> Valkyrie's arc in Endgame is she basically helps take charge at New Asgard off screen for five years while Thor fucks off in his cabin and now she gets to rule asgard while he went through like at least three movies of development arguably more if you include his avengers appearances and he's giving up on on doing that yeah. they love that she just so like, he's, he's given up it, yeah he's given up his kind of um, royal title and his birthright and now it seems like he's going to be given up even his name he's not even going to be the god of thunder anymore so what exactly is he after all this yeah i Ooh. And so his it's like he's been split up into two different female characters who haven't earned anything that he had to. It's kind of weird. Does get the old noggin jogging. I mean, I'll still give it a shot. Let's let's see what actually yeah. what comes out about it, but I'm liking what I'm hearing about it so far. Yeah. 
Oh, um, similar mind to Southpaw. I guess. Is there any? So like the the what about the Disney service? Is everybody gonna be grabbing that? I'm I've not. Got, I'm getting a bit tired of so many streaming services. Yeah. Like it, it's really fragmenting now. It used to be like you know you got Netflix, you were pretty much sorted. You know now there's Amazon's like Prime. You've got um, YouTube's got their own streaming service now. Disney are getting fired into the market. Like it's it's too much, man. Man, you want that YouTube streaming service for all of those great YouTube originals? They've yeah. Got. <laughs> the only one I've watched mm. on it is Cobra Kai. Is that a YouTube original? Uh, it was on YouTube Red, I think. So oh, wow, yeah, I'm pretty sure they produced it. With Disney Plus, I'm gonna wait until like all original stuff that I'm somewhat interested in, like Falcon and Winter Soldier and the Obi show, to come out. And if they're like really good, then I'll do like their week long free trial and then yeah. not actually subscribe. Yeah, just blast through just, it. I'm just gonna wait for all of those shows to come out and then like. Have Doing nothing but watching those shows, and I'm not actually going to su subscribe though. I right, think I'm gonna I'm gonna peace out now. Wow, and Jay, we're just nine minutes from stopping ourselves. Slisms, catch some oh, sl Jay. sleep. Flism. Jay is terrible. Everyone hate Jay. I project my hate to you, Jay. Don't go, Jay. You gonna you gonna return to us once you've awoken, Jay? It is a possible. Hmm. Excitisms. Bye. Oh my. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, Jay. Don't get shot. What a nerd. But yeah, I uh, I think I'm gonna go on hearsay. Like, if I don't think I'm gonna go out of my way to watch pretty much anything on Disney streaming until someone says, "Oh, that that Captain Falcon Winter Soldier show is actually pretty good." I'll be like, "Oh." Mm. Yeah, like it's got it's gonna have Zemo in it. I'm kind of curious to see if that'll actually be handled well. Yeah, yeah, I think they were, they were talking about lining him up more with his comic book kind of persona, you know, with the mask and everything, which. He has, a, good. he has power to a degree, right? Beyond a human being in, in the comics. Right? Or no? I, mean, I, I just want to see can... what, where he is. I just want to see what happens to Zemo after Civil War. Yeah. I, I just think that all of the films are kind of fucked going forward with the snap. Like, they, they have to be criticized for the handling of the snap when it's really mm -hmm. Endgame's fault. Yeah. It's a shame. It's, it's kind of like a fucking three-movie arc, like, dealing with the snap. It would take ages to go through all of the elements of the world to get fucked because of it. I think they, so they'll, probably, they'll probably try and move that past that as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, it's just going to drag them down for... It's just like, eh, it's fine, moving on. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, really? Honestly, Everyone's reordered their lives, it's no problem. Honestly, hearing about what um, what's happened with Spider-Man, uh, I'm happy with just saying that the MCU basically officially ends right as the end credits of Spider-Man Far From Home begins. Like, I yeah, I like the J.K. Simmons cameo a lot, but it's um, it ends on a major cliffhanger that's never going to get resolved now, unless there's a, an 11th hour Oh, well, they've planned another that... two Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland, so I'm assuming they're just going to carry on. They're just not going to reference the MCU at all. Okay, but I mean, it would still technically take place in the MCU, right? Well, this is the interesting part. They apparently are considering joining him into the Venom universe. In which case, does that mean oh. Venom has always been in the oh, MCU? Christ. No, no. I'm ready for that. I know, right? It's going to be so bad. It's going to be great. So, yeah, uh, not looking good overall for Phase 4. I was saying, the only one that's piqued my interest is the Doctor Strange with Wanda horror sort of movie. I'm like, that sounds that looks neat. interesting. A horror movie produced by Disney, though. I mean, I can't really see it being terribly horrific. Uh, 
I mean, if you had said that Infinity War was going to be a sort of dark movie, and you're like produced by Disney, though, I'd be like, oh, we still got, you know, some dark shit in there. Everybody I getting obliterated. I don't want Woody Harrelson's carrot top wig to be canon in the MCU. <laughs> well, this is the thing. In terms of tainting the MCU, it's not like we haven't had terrible films in the MCU anyway. Adding Venom in there is like it's it was better than Captain Marvel, right? Venom was better than right. right? Yeah, it, it's definitely it's... a lot more enjoyable. It was just a movie <laughs> where stuff happened. Like, I don't even. It never really made an impression on me. Venom. I just kind of watched it, thinking, "Yeah, this is kind of fun," and and that was kind of it. Like, yeah, and I didn't really come away from it with any big impressions of of the the villain or you know the, even the Venom character. I guess it's terrible, and we'll have to deal with the MCU probably crashing and burning. I think it's more than likely at this point. Uh, Spider Man. Had... Spider Man was one of the bigger reasons I was going to be watching the MCU go forward. I was like, he's not in it. You're like, oh. Yeah, they had, like... they had. But a good we've run. got the Eternals. I feel like they did their Endgame thing maybe too soon, because if they want the universe to continue after that, they need a torch pass, right? And well, their only torch pass at that point is Spidey. Yeah, well, it leaves us with Captain Marvel? Question mark. He's our Iron got... Man now. We got Black Panther as well, I guess. There's, there's the, thing is, the problem with no, all no, of these I characters, they're say... so isolated. Like, Iron Man was yeah. interconnected. And we need... not, like, set up enough, I would say. We, we've almost reset... Like, a film each. Yeah, uh, we've almost reset. The cool thing about the, the MCU when it started was that as soon as we understand these characters, they're, f they're thrust into a position that forces them to meet each other, and you'd be like, oh, well, they can do that again. Like, I don't think that's what they're doing. Seems to be that they're yeah. all doing their own films again. Well, whenever, you know... One of the other characters have got a solo movie. Captain Marvel's just going to have to keep zipping in and out, like, "Oh, I have another planet I have to go save because I'm Price. totally overpowered for whatever situation you're in." Imagine being the guy who has to write that, like, "Oh, you're like, I'll oh, write the sequel to Captain Marvel, write the Avengers number five with Captain Marvel being involved." You're like, "How the fuck?" I <laughs> would, I would basically uh, introduce some substance that's basically her kryptonite. Yeah, that's... I think you'd have to. She's got like, I, that's, I hate least, that solution, but at, like, at the very least, it would maybe take away her power of total invulnerability. Like it's okay for her to be capable of blowing up ships, but the fact that you can't do any damage to her, like she just tanks a headbutt from Thanos without even flinching. Yeah, yeah, that's got to go. If, if there's if there's <laughs> one thing, if there's only one power of hers that you can that you have to take away, it's that one. Make her like a glass cannon. But um, I'm that's essentially what Wanda is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, don't have her be useless, but, yeah, take away her invulnerability. You love that, by the way, like, the, the whole idea is, like, it's it's that she's a woman. It's like, there's plenty of women we like. It's that she's a strong woman. It's like, Wanda's amazing. It's like, it's... But, but, could it be that she's just really awful? She's really bizarre. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's like, you could, this character's really poorly written. It's like, why do you hate women? Excuse me? Why? Yeah, you could take, you could play like a, an intellectual inter, like exercise for writing on this one. It's like just take a character of any gender with all her powers and abilities, okay, and then try to write a good story around it where that character is challenged in any way. My, You're not my gonna only, be able to do it. I'm sorry. Um, my only other solution for the Captain Marvel issue is actually having her transform into a villain. I feel like you have enough. You wouldn't have to do much transforming, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, the idea of her actually working against uh, good, like she's she's an agent of good, but she's not a good person herself. If you get what I'm mm -hmm. what I'm saying here. Well, even if she became, uh, you know, 
conflicted on this, like um, like Doctor Manhattan in The Watchmen, where he almost moves beyond human concerns because you know he's got such power and his mind's kind of elevated to that different level. Like humanity almost becomes inconsequential. Maybe Captain Marvel could go down that route. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And with that, I was going to say we're we're pretty much almost there. Um... The idea is that we're splitting the streams into eight-hour pieces, and luckily with this one I can pretty much end on the mark. Uh, we will return in, I want to be as, as quick as like ten minutes at most, just to make sure that they separate out the parts so we don't fuck up the, the cap on YouTube. But yeah, that's one-third completed, uh, this 24-hour escapade. Well um, done, gentlemen. We Two will, more of these. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm fine right now. I, I said to Rags, the first third will be easy. The second third will end a bit tismy in terms of tiredness. The third one's going to be hard. Um, I just got to keep playing videos of people saying things like, I don't know, just stupid things. <laughs> it just yeah, please, like... please give us a video to tear into. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind e-tapping with uh, Critical Drinker. I mean, yeah. Was... Oh, was How up can for... you resist? Yeah, any video games or philosophatisms. Oh, I've got there. There are videos planned ahead. Like I said, Shad will be popping in probably halfway through part stream two, if you will. I don't know. There's a lot of potential guests, and I'm basically just running it on who's who's available, who's around, who pokes me on different things, like who's obviously previously guested. Um, so we will see more things and more stuff, and obviously super chats will be read, memes will be looked at. I just got to figure out when and where exactly to um to do them. So uh. This was essentially a full stream of just responding to content, so we'll figure out what we're doing. Uh, thank you all for watching. That was the first eight hours. We will be right back. Guys, say goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, uh, hello. Go oh, away fuck, now. I fucked it up. <laughs>